Time to jump into a shit ton of hours of DC Comics goodness. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And you're listening to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 143. Yes, you are, Eric Shea. Eric yeah. Stray, he's here. Are you? Where, yeah. where is your Eric Stray at? Is that what they say? Uh, <laughs> Hello and welcome, one and all, to the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of September 30th, 2017. Eric, we are saying goodbye to September with a podcast off to your favorite month of the year only because <laughs> it includes Halloween. And sure you are a, a and guy. No, it's who's... not only that. I just really love the freaking the climate of October as no, well. It's just, no, it's just, uh, it's just Halloween. Don't that hoodie's going to come back me. out, Jim. Yeah, that thing. That thing, actually, I'm surprised it doesn't come to work itself. Clocked in a couple times. Uh, has it been washed it's since been the washed. last time? It's all good, man. Has I washed it? it like two weeks ago. I don't know Just what you're talking about. That The other day, a couple weeks ago, uh, especially, I think it was like 92 out. I wore my hoodie. And my hoodie is not a summer hoodie. Not at all. <laughs> it's a very fuzzy, a furry. Oh, no. Hoodie. It's a full-out winter hoodie. I don't mind. I don't mind. Though at the one point, I actually – minds the stink. I, I was sweating my ass off. <laughs> and the one guy the one guy who pisses out the back door, he comes over and he's like, Whoa, you look pretty hot in that sweatshirt. And then I'm like, you son of a bitch. Now I can't take it off because I don't want you to have the pleasure of me <laughs> – actually showing some weakness here i was sweating up a storm oh my god i was freaking then i I, like you said i started smelling my own stank 
And yeah. it wasn't on That's the hang row. And I started smelling it. So you know what I do. I go to my emergency deodorant, which happens to be the Purell that we have when you clock in. They have the uh, – the and, and, and what I do is I get it in both hands, go opposite way, get the armpits, and then they're still left over. I just actually put it on like cologne then and just walk around. I don't care. A little smack on the freaking oh, neck yeah. here. Oh, yeah. my God. I just go through the whole deal. Feeling and I'm like – and now I'm feeling good though. I will say – there's a lot of times it burns like hell. Also, I do working. that. No, the worst is is that you have the boss walk by while I have both hands <laughs> up on opposite armpits, rubbing my goddamn armpits next to the time clock. And you wonder why he doesn't talk to you. I just give him a nod. I'm like, hey, what's going on? What's up, bruh? And what's he up, just walks bruh? What's up, bruh? <laughs> <laughs> he walks away, and he's like, "I." He starts to think, "Okay, who's more retarded, him or Wrong Turn?" It is a tie. That they have now crossed the retarded finish or line. Me for hiring. It, yes, it is now a photo finish. Uh, yes, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Eric, you know yeah. what? I'm so happy. Right now, uh, what it, what happened to me later on? Because we are now back to the future here, and I know how miserable I am this week on these books. But boy, I'm happy. Is it just because we we record this out of sequence, and now I see the finish line? Is that what? I, is honestly, that what this is? I just is? want to see the progression of Jim's week through the books. You know, if there was a timeline, that's how the timestamp should work on this podcast. Yeah, it should. What day the books were recorded? My so mood. See the freaking the freaking depression of Jim just take yeah. over. Him and make him lash out. Believe me, when you get to the section later, the Reggie section, that was what we recorded on Friday night. That was I was about to jump off a bridge. Uh, I was really, I was really down in the dumps and uh, took it out on everyone, including my kids, Eric. But we'll talk about that. Possibly but thankfully, later. Rodney Dangerfield back to school got your yeah, freaking that I up high for the freaking weird science movie night yep. we had afterwards. And, and as as I have to admit, though, to everybody uh, that was in the movie night, probably realized at one point I went a little dark on the comments. Like I'm sitting there commenting away. I'm an old man, Eric. I fell asleep. I ended up falling asleep for like the last like 30 minutes. I was looking at the comments at one point. I actually was watching it on my computer hooked yeah. up through my TV. So I was watching it on the TV, and I saw some comments. I was giggling and stuff. And then the next thing I know, I wake up, and the fucking credits are going, and I see you like, hey, everybody, thanks. Yeah, I'm saying I'm the last one. <laughs> then in. I like, jumped I in then. Jim's out. I better say yeah, goodbye to yeah. everybody. Then I jumped in. At the very, I, I fell asleep for like the last 20 minutes. I'm an old Old man, I, I can't help it. <laughs> if, if you want to go, we're on Facebook. You can like us at Weird Science DC Comics. We're on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. We're on Twitter at Weird Science DC, and we do have an award-winning website at Weird Science DC Comics.com where we try yes, to we read do. and review. Usually in that sequence. Sometimes I review, then read every DC and boy, comic. Boy, am I that shocked at what up. I gave that book. Back. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. It shocks me. It's like the roulette wheel. I go, okay, six out of 10. I'll go with that. All right. We also have an email at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com that you can email us. You can get in our mail section because we have five of them tonight. Yeah. Yes, five, Eric. And also you can email us about anything, ask some advice. 
things like that, Eric. But we also have a Patreon account that we mentioned at this point. It's patreon.com slash weirdscience that you can go and support us. When you hear this podcast, it will be the beginning of a new month, and you can go and check out the stuff. I actually put up a post on the award-winning Weird Science DC Comics site about kind of like a recap of the September Patreon shows, also a look forward to what we'll have in October. And just to throw it out there, we had, I believe, 18 shows in september so we try to give you your money's worth so you can check that out and see if you want to support us and i'll just throw it out as well because that was part of my depression eric the other day but uh if you sit there and think huh you know what jim's saying this to me but they have a 10-hour podcast so why would i need extra shows well that might be kind of showing you that maybe you could support us because we already give you 10 hours you know we try to do things and i do want to say i'll mention at the very end of the podcast we didn't have a full out out in general gen pop uh spotlight we usually have a spotlight each week we didn't have it and it seemed like a bunch of people lost their minds eric and messaging me that we were quitting that why what was going on and all this we just didn't have a regular spotlight we actually had a little bonus on the patreon where they got what was the patreon only spotlight this week was batman murder machine number one so you will not hear that tonight on the podcast you can go to patreon and check that out uh but also on that we gave a little sneak peek of the podcast for the patreon members this week and it was uh Detective Comics and Wonder Woman, which will be later on. Uh, I came to my senses, Eric. At one point, I was like, nope, we're just going to have a triple header deal and all this. And I'll actually say Dallas in the Slack chat kind of brought me down a little. Not down miserable. Brought me down off my anger and and upsetness. Back to reality and said, you can't have everything on Patreon or nobody's going to want to listen to the podcast. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, you might have something there. So we, we may do occasionally where we give a couple little extra. Extra bonus spotlights as well. That's just like a, you know, you get it a couple days early. But each week we do have a Patreon-only spotlight that is picked by the badass crew of Patreon, Eric. And you know what that means. You know what time it is now? It's a badass roll call. It is time for the badass roll call. And these are the people that are badasses on the Patreon account, and we do appreciate it, so we want to give them the shout-out, and i got to find this page here, Eric. I'm desperately... And oh, we God. have Andrew in Belfast, Dave J, all-new Dave, who right now we're on Mixler, and he's listening. we got another one who's listening, badass Rob Lewis. He was on there today, and he's he said... He's also on Twitter sending me cloud pictures. And yeah, yeah, exactly. But he was also... He went on, he voted for the new badass book for next week, and then said, I'm a badass. I said... Fuck yeah, you are. We have Richard Richardson, Simon, G-Man, Monty, Hakeem, Jolly Drew, Manship. Manship, who emails me all week but seems to not want to email the podcast anymore. We got Tanya Werner. We got Ian, D-Man, Reggie Hancock, B. Murray, Taylor Swania, as he likes to be called, Anthony G, Josh, Little MRT, Bobby Bain, Jazz, Havlin, Pete from NYC, Mark Robbins, and the OG Christopher Hyde. And they are the badasses. We thank you. We also thank everyone thank else who supports all. us over at Patreon. 
It is patreon.com slash weird science. Eric, I will finish with I've that because that. I, I did hear that as well. I know that people tend to get upset if you keep mentioning it, but there you go. I what, did mention it Patreon.com slash weird science? What no, you no, no. No, they get mad when you mention patreon.com slash weird science, Eric. You huh. have to, it's the stress on the science. Oh, all right. We also have a rant and rave line where you can call us up at 641 715 Seven one. What did I say? Seven one five thirty nine hundred and enter extension four five two three two eight. Followed by the pound sign, Eric Shea. Good luck if you can get through after that. Welcome to the podcast. You know it's gonna be a long one But when you hit your partner You know it's gonna be a strong one If you're thinking it's a nonsense Then it's time to phone it in If you wanna share your problems Then you can tell them on the gym you can bitch about your car, bitch and bitch about your job You can bitch about a hoodie, cause heck is a slug You're in baby You're calling in the website, CC You're in Yes, Eric, it is the Rant Raven. I have to say, that is another awesome song by Dancing Mike. And I had to point out to Eric this week, because my favorite line is about the bitch about the hoodie, because Eric is a slob. And Eric had no idea that line was in there. So I was saying, I'm at at, at, uh, work, and I'm like, I I always forget. I almost always forget the Rant Rave song. Now, I'm down with it now. We, we've done it enough. But I said, it kills me when I forget it because I love the song because it mentions my favorite thing, Eric's fucking shitty-ass hoodie. And Eric's like, I didn't hear that. So we're there at work and we're sitting there fucking playing the, the Rant Rave song, jamming out to Dancing Mike and then I laughed. And then Eric got upset. He got upset. Yes, he did. Cried inside. On the inside, Eric, because you don't want... No, you, you on have the, the outside as well. It was tears of a clown. It was. Uh, we're, we're, this is the rent and rave line. We're going to start with one of Eric's favorite guys. I do want to say that I do enjoy this next caller, and unfortunately, people harassed him. So oh, it, no. he actually had to bail from Twitter because of harassment, which I think is pretty sad. But this is Eric Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here, and today I'm calling. I'm calling for a special reason. That uh, special reason is there are those of you that have sent Richard Richardson not very nice messages. <laughs> and- I'm telling he he's making it a joke. It's not a joke. He got some really bad messages. So I, I just want to point that out, that maybe people are a little hard on Rich Rich, as I put him. I Rich put Rich. his name when I actually label the calls. He's Rich Rich to me. But here you know who you are. 
And to me, that just tells me that you want more Richard Richardson. <laughs> That's what Jim told You want more Richard Richardson, and you will get more Richard Richardson. There's surprises to come in yes. weeks that you're going to love because Richard Richardson is pretty funny. Yes, Richard Richardson is funny. Yes. Now, why do I say Richard Richardson funny? Maybe you see Jim told me that I was the funniest yep. thing he had ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's a little over Jim the top. Told wow, me Jim. I was so funny. Uh, here, uh, it is a comment. Now, it, granted, when when he did message me and said that, I said, you know what, that that sucks. I don't like anybody getting pretty no. much bullied or whatever. And so I said, maybe you lay low. You lay low a little. I said, they're going to be asking for Richard Richardson. And then I, th- I got the message. You're like, ah, eh, I sent in a <laughs> rave. I'm like, fuck him then. I, I said, fuck it, go for it then. And then I told him legitimately, I just like to hear you huff and puff every time the call starts. That makes my week. That actually makes my rent rave. So here, continuing. That he couldn't stop laughing. Uh, he loved me. I was funny. And I think I he wants me to get death threats. You get excited when you hear Richard Richardson. Yep. You are you excited right now. Your little do-whackers bopping up and down. <laughs> yes, you love Richard Richardson. So before I, I leave, he's trying to mind control before people. I leave, it's time for Richard Richardson throws shade. Oh, yes, Richard A new Richardson throws shade. Grandma, give me a lamp shade. The lamp shade! The lamp shade! Try to hear him, Grandma. Richard Richardson has to do everything Grandma died three years ago, Eric. Oh, God. Okay, I got the lamp shade. And the first shade that I will be throwing is to Brandon and Trevor. Yes, I'm asked to be on... Because I would be better and funnier than you guys, and you always said no, so here is your shade. (laughs) See? See? Here is your shade. Here is your shade. (laughs) Starting to sound like Urkel. This has been Richard Richardson, and I will see you. In seven. In seven. Right, Richard. It is a rebirth of Richard Richardson. The next uh, rant and rave we're going to go is a little message out to you. Uh, Eric and your love of certain things. And it's not about chat roulette or anything like that. So here we go. This is E-Man talking. This is E-Man talking, and I'm the master of the universe. (laughs) Eric Shade, play with me. Play with me. Do you want me to uh, get that, isolate that for later for you? Yeah. You can have that. You know, like put it on some some inflatable doll or something. You might like that, right? Like, yeah. it, would you think that inflatable doll with that? Which, if I can get back to that, here we go. Eric Shea, play with me. Do you think that that doll definitely would have a handlebar mustache? Would it? I kind of think it's painted up like a clown now for whatever reason. Really? It's creepy. Okay, here we go. Play with me, <laughs> Eric. 
Eric Shea. This yep. is yeah, He-Man. Yeah, I'm looking at my He-Man figure right now. He-Man wants to play with you. He-Man. Playtime's just beginning, Eric. He might go to Man U. It's just beginning. I'm going to play with your butthole. <laughs> That's right. This is taking a wrong time. I'm He-Man, and I'm going to crawl up in there. Make right. a nice home for myself yeah. and the other masters of the universe. Gonna We're going to be masters of your butt soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a clown impersonating my hero, He-Man. He-Man. You, you like the clowns, though. Here we go. The next one. And thank you, uh, He-Man, for He-Man. that. Now, the next one. Is actually uh, from across the pond, Eric. Oh. And I don't mean Lake Nakamixon near our house. I mean, actually, the Atlantic Ocean. You know Ocean. there's a this... town underneath that lake, Jim? Is there? An actual yeah. town? I did not know that. That That is uh, something that I did not know about the lore of Quakertown. Crazy. I know that they ended up uh, putting the the Liberty Bell in Quakertown for about 30 minutes, and everybody's lost their fucking mind about it. Well, I, think I about see that. that. Too. I think that's the next village of the borough over Trumbauer's Borough was actually kept nonsense. in Quakertown and stole that freaking nonsense. thing. Yeah. I go past that. If I walk down to the coffee shop, uh, I pass the replica of the bell, and every time I, I punch it. I, don't know I used why. to go to the bar. I used to pass it all the time. Like, you're yeah. a bunch of liars. I always have to touch it, it though, here. and I go by. I give it a punch. But yeah, this is from Toby, and Toby sent this. Uh, Toby was drunk. Uh, right. to- I, I, I'm going to tell you at the very beginning, Toby blows out the speakers. Right. <laughs> and uh, he gets so excited, but he is actually calling a rant and rave. Uh, he is watching a band and has to give shout outs to the Get Fresh crew. Here we go. What up, Get Fresh Crew? This is your boy Toby Hagen. Right now, I'm in a Blink 182 slash Green Day cover band. <laughs> He's screaming. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. It's so good. He's yelling over a band into his phone. <laughs> It's so good. And, um, like gig, uh, the band has just finished. They sucked, but um, there's a- that's the other thing. He says that. I listened to this before, and he says that just as everybody gets quiet. Hey, this band, they suck. Oh my goodness! You better watch out. Anybody who has a Green Day uh, Blink One Eighty Two cover band, it, to me, means that they're pretty built, right? It, doesn't no. that scream out to you they're like really tough guy? Guys in my mind with no yeah. biceps. No, I saw a picture. He, he had pictures. The one guy looked like he had a skinny tie. I'm like, what are you fucking? What is this? Nineteen seventy nine? Jesus Christ! What are you in the cars? The DJ now playing really? all these like. It's like they're they're fucking the the knack up there, the Eric. Knack. They, the knack. Pump, pump. Punk classic. I'm drunk as fuck right now. So, uh, yeah, basically, this is a message from the UK right now. It's like 11.39 p.m. or some shit. That's very specific. So, 20 to midnight. Uh, but anyway, my point is, even though I'm drunk, this is from the heart. If you're in the Get Fresh crew, whether you joined like a year ago when I started, before then, or last Tuesday, I fucking love you guys, man. I mean that. Like, I don't get to, like, listen. <laughs> this is Toby's version of the Get Fresh crew. I love you, man. <laughs> it's so good. To the, uh, the, the, the comic book podcast these days because I just have no idea what the fuck it's all about. I stopped listening to, like, well, I wasn't listening to comic books. I was reading comic books, but they were telling me shit. And I was like, yo, 
slow your roll, motherfucking comic books. I cannot understand <laughs> he you. He talked as a comic. But anyways, that's not here or there. The point is, I don't read comic books for the time being. Um, and that meant that I had to stop listening to Weird Science DC Comics podcast. But who cares? Because this is a Green Day slash Blink-182 cover band. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I've had too much beer. Jim, you know Busted. Yes, what I did. What the fuck? You know, busted. How the hell did Busted get to America, first of all? Second of all, Dancing Mike, why are you talking to me in the chat room on Slack and no one else is talking to me? I'm posting my pictures and shit. I'm so drunk right now. I have no idea. I apologize. Jim, Dancing Mike, if I've just insulted you, I don't know what I just said five seconds ago, but I apologize. I know. You ever hear the band Busted? I have not. British, uh, you punk pop band. I actually heard them a lot. Back in the day, they would play. I I would listen to uh, NPR and I'd fall asleep. And in the middle of the night, they'd have a like a, a British like a radio show that actually had like top tens and stuff and i actually heard busted on it way back and i was like i think they're pretty cool and i ended yeah. up getting their album their their original like their first album that was self-titled busted and me and alex loved them so when toby i, I started talking about busted blew his mind eric. and i thought eric would have no idea what we're talking about um, i fucking love everyone listening to this right now whether you're brand new old school male female black white asian purple with green spots i don't give a fuck where you're well, from don't get that fuck far. you are i fucking love you um that doesn't mean i'm gonna have butt sex with you that's only with jim but uh, no yeah. no it, it means it. watch out everybody it means it 100 percent. you yeah. now have been infected he he's coming to get you i love you too i haven't said hello to eric hi eric <laughs> eric what's up ninja i haven't said hello to him in a while but anyways, guys, um, I'm going to go because there's people looking at me like, why the fuck is this fat guy in a Hatchet Man t-shirt, like, shouting into his phone. But uh, guys, I don't know if you've been able to play this on the show. I hope you have. I hope that this has entertained y'all. Y'all is like uh, something I love from Dancing Mike's, what they're saying down in Texas, wherever the fuck he's from, the South. Um, is Reggie there? Reggie, Reggie, motherfucking Reggie, he's coming to the UK. Yes, I am. Get together to get fresh crew. If you're in the UK, All or right. in Europe, or if you're anywhere in this motherfucking world, come That's to the my London. jam. There's a, uh, a uh, chat group in um, in the uh, the Slack. We're organizing a get together. Reggie's coming to London. I'm going to take you guys. I'll be We're going to there. Go to, uh, thanks, man. Thank you very much. Uh, some guy just gave me a flyer. It says free punk night. Um, and a load of words I can't read right now. As I was saying, Jeez. Uh, Reggie is coming to London in the, uh, the beginning of December, I believe, with his, with his wife. Uh, come meet us. I'm going to meet him in London. Uh, we're hoping to get fresh crew. Keep your Johnny, wife out of it, Weezy, Reggie. Simon. Any ninja hearing me. Andrew in Belfast. Motherfucking Andrew in Belfast. I love that ninja. Anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. I was just burping. I didn't know there were so many ninjas in, in Britain. In yeah. Ninjas everywhere. It's going to be a UK gathering. Yeah. There goes that dancing Mike Slur again. Y'all. I love that shit. Y'all. Anyways, guys. Um, I'm going to say I love you guys one more time. And I'm going to hang up because you guys probably hating this shit. But this is just dead air. Just ignore this shit. Um, right. I love you. Get fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. Uh, this is Toby, and I will see you guys soon. Uh, what's the, um, what's that, um, should I tell you a joke? <laughs> How many, oh shit, uh, the lift of bleeding. 
It's Popeye, you're gonna go. I love you. What the hell just happened? I hear he's bleeding? I don't know what's going on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, Toby. Thank uh, you, Toby. Uh, we love you as well. Yes. And I'm sure that I'll get, we'll have a Slack message tomorrow where Toby will be like, did, did you guys play that thing? He's listening right now on Mixer. He'll have no idea. He, he's so <laughs> drunk. He is a drunk fellow. But we're going to go from there on to that guy who may or may not be from Texas, Eric. It is, well, actually, you'll have to hear who that is. Hello. This is the best. <laughs> let, me, let me raise the level here because I thought it was somebody, but you'll hear. Here we go. Wait a minute. Now I've screwed everything up, Eric. It's all gone off the rails. Oh, again. no. Where, where the heck did my thing go? I just had it up. Oh, no. Here we go. Hello, Eric. Hello, <laughs> Eric. This is Michael. Yes, Michael. Michael, Michael, son. Yes, Michael, Michael, son. Grandma isn't with me today. She's in the freezer. Well, some of her is in the freezer. Some of her is in the oven. Tonight, I think I'll eat her liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, I bought three DC comic books this week. I also bought uh, three, well, I bought two other comic books. And something odd happened. The third comic book wasn't at my local comic book shop, The Golden Age of 1942, in lovely Maryville, Tennessee. So I had them order it for me. But I found a very, very rare variant cover, The Transformers vs. Rom Shining Armor Number 3, Tom King co-helmed where Rom says, Rom, hell yeah. So um, that was a good find (laughs) on my part. A very, very rare variant cover, which I think will appear in the Eric Shea stop-motion extravaganza. That's what everybody's saying. Anyway, that being said, I did buy... That's that's nonsense, because that's IDW. I bought three DC comic books this week. Um, Oh, first of all, I forgot. I need to give a shout-out to the Get Fresh crew. Boop, 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 boop. A wee moe, 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 a So, um, that out of the way. Um, so yeah, like I said, about three DC comic books. And I, I will talk about those in a minute. I have a question for Mr. Eric Shea and possibly Jim Werner. On the Pop Culture Podcast a few episodes ago, um, Eric Shea mentioned that uh, – I think he said Quaker Town is the white trash capital of the world, and yes. Jim seemed to agree. Yes. And I was wondering about that. It was white trash only. Mm-hmm. So am I to assume that everyone who is non-white in uh, Quaker Town is a, an absolute delight? So it's just white trash. <laughs> there's no African-American trash, no – Nope, there's only white Latino people here. Trash, no, yeah, there's not a no lot of – Eastern it. trash, no – I know it's not Eric a real diverse it, town. Asian trash. Nope. So I just wanted to set the parameters. So everyone that's in Quaker Town who is white is awful and terrible. Check. But everyone who is non-white is a is a pure delight. And they're that, is that <laughs> what I'm getting there? Just wanted to set yes. the parameters there and yes. see if that was pretty much by that. Um, just just curious about that. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, like I said, I bought three comic books this week. Ah, let's go in order of um, 
Well, I guess the big, big. It's funny he says that. I wonder when we said that because I rarely use that term. Maybe you hmm. must have. I guess you brought it up. I don't I know. Maybe mentioning that trailer. I don't know. That hole that seemed to get us in trouble last week. The Verizon hole. The Verizon hole. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I don't want to get yelled at again. Uh, nope. Just a little shout out to your mom. <laughs> we love you, mama. Huge event was. Um, now she really hates me. Like I mentioned on Slack chat, uh, the Watchmen are invading because I think that was Rorschach and Bat- Batman Beyond or Batman <laughs> Beyond. Yeah. Because. Uh, I've never seen Barbara Gordon look like that. It was some some ugly redheaded, short redheaded dude. So I was assuming so that was Rorschach because it looked a lot like Rorschach more than it did Barbara Gordon. And yeah, I don't know did. what that bat girl is doing. That looked like Guy Gardner continuity. I don't understand. And uh, told yeah, Eric mentioned that and covered it pretty well in his review on the uh, award winning website weirdsciencedccomics.com. But apparently Rorschach is in. Um, the Batman Beyond continuity now, as far as I can. Now, this is the best. That's the first time Mike hung up on himself, or the rant and rave hung up on himself, because it continues with his second call here. Motherfucker. I think it was connected <laughs> on me, so I, it, I'm just going to assume that everything I said before, which wasn't much of... be so funny if I'm there at the switchboard. <laughs> That's all you get, Mike. The import is um, already recorded. And I'm going to go ahead and record this one to go ahead with it. Oh, my gosh. This line I think he's got his finger on the pound button like a trigger. Disconnects on me. So, anyway, anyway, I um, yeah, let's talk about Batman Beyond number 12 this week, Batwoman Beyond. And I mentioned the fact that Rorschach from The Watchmen was in it because that was definitely not Barbara Gordon or any kind of female I've ever seen. No. And uh, then Dumpy later in the too. issue, um, another big surprise character, um, it was the Mole Man. Apparently the Mole Man has red hair now, and I, since the Mole Man is there, I'm, for, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the Fantastic Four appear well. yeah. in Batman Beyond, because apparently be I don't think they're in Marvel right now, so the they Fantastic well Four be. should be showing up any day in, uh, in Batman Beyond, because uh, that was Mole Man, and I don't know what is going on with that book it was garbage and i think eric gave it i won't tell you the score that eric gave it but i gave it a five which i think we all know what that means hey i'll, I'll you, tell you uh, let's That's go what I let's see what too. else did i buy from dc this detective comics i agree with the spotlight the patreon only spotlight get on patreon if you're not on it folks but anyway um I agree that it that looked a lot like Lex Luthor. These that Robin Tim Drake yeah, looked very pretty odd. freaking evil in those places and had that creepy ass smile. Oh my gosh! It's Joker eyes, Robin. Fucking Lex Luthor, Bruce Wayne. It's crazy. Red Robin who laughs. Yep. If you're going with the new Fifty Two continuity, which I refuse to accept as canon anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I liked this issue. Okay, the whole future Tim okay. Drake thing, and uh, like I said, I. I I'm not too familiar with Mr. Oz, and I did see the reveal. I'm interested to see where it goes, but not a great issue by any stretch of the imagination. I did like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was the other book I bought, and I did like the art in that one. Um, The story was a bit kind of thin, but they picked – Robinson, you're pissing me off. So you set up – we thought (laughs) it was a good setup for something like Hercules. Hercules Unbound, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be good, and, and, and he's dead. That, yeah. That's, yeah. You're, you're, that was my childhood. You just killed Mr. <laughs> Robinson. 
Uh, besides that, um, pretty good issue. Um, that was, yeah, that was, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, they killed Hercules. but And I've never seen Grail in a comic book before, so I'm glad they did a good job of explaining really? who Grail was for those of us who have not been following that. You, you know what Grail is, Eric? What? You know what Grail is? What? Sexy. Sure is. I don't know. You were talking about that. Was that was a weird delay. Were you lighting up there? Did I interrupt something? <laughs> no. Second you off doing something? I had a crack something? in my tooth. It was odd. I had my finger in my mouth. Really? Uh, like uh, out of nowhere, you, you went silent on me. Sexy as hell, though. The, you and Grail. So that might have taken a bit of time for uh, you guys reviewing it. That might have seemed unnecessary to you guys, but for people who me like me who had never seen this character and didn't know who she was, it was kind of... Uh, Sexy. There's something we needed to have explained to no, us. No, I think and, that was needed uh, there, too. It's been a while since yeah. we decided to see where Wonder Woman was going. The Perfectly art was much true. better. The story seemed to be a bit tighter, although there wasn't much in this setup issue. So that's about all the comics I had this week. There is also a lot of metal stuff coming out, and this is something I want to discuss about metal. Here we go. Because when you get to metal, you hear a lot of stuff. Uh, let's see. There's Brother Scott. There's Brother Greg and Brother Scott. And then Scott <laughs> Snyder mentioned one of those little things they put in the back of the magazine, a blurb all about metal. He said, we're the big bad brother. And it started making me think this is all a lot like Hulk Hogan, brother. And, and it started wondering, Hulk Hogan got fired from WWE <laughs> for some things they caught him on tape saying. And yeah. I'm just wondering, I'm hope that they don't mention this kind of stuff in D.C. because I think it would be bad for business because uh, Hulk Hogan was called on tape. I guess his daughter was dating someone and he was complaining. And let's see, he said he was complaining about, was it? It was fucking not, not fucking noggers. That's what he said. Oh, wait, wait, no, those are people who enjoy a Yuletide beverage. Um, it was, Fucking naggers. That was it. Fucking naggers. That's People us. nag you and nag you about we nag everything. all the time. It's and, funny. And he said, I, I think they, that the rant and rave line had enough. <laughs> hung up on him again. God, this phone keeps disconnecting. So <laughs> I was talking about metal. And I was saying that uh, with uh, Brother Scott, uh, Brother Greg, and uh, Scott Snyder mentioning it was the big bad brother, that maybe, maybe, they were complaining. Uh, pretty soon, they would start complaining like Hulk Hogan was about. I remember it was these goddamn fucking nitpickers, and that's where Jim's head exploded because yes. everyone has a thing, and Jim's is racism. Jim can talk about all kinds of things that are offensive to other people, and then he. But when there's a hint of racism. <laughs> so funny that that drives him nuts there are so many other things to get mad at somebody about i've never heard somebody get mad at somebody because they don't like racism i just that, how about you eric you like it this is this, <laughs> I, I, can't, I don't even know what to say to this. jim's spot i don't know if racism touched him when he was a little kid or what yes. but 99.9995 percent of the time when Jim mentions a person being a piece of shit, it is a racist piece of shit. So uh, this right. call, all three parts of it, have just been a little needling at Jim <laughs> for that. I'm telling you, in the town, we actually spelled it out earlier, we have a very, very prominently white town. And just, it's it's a pretty racist town, right, Eric? And it does, it, it, it does drive me nuts. But I always yell about my mom and dad, and I said to you a, a 
lot of times that is one thing that they actually did teach me not to be. But yeah, right. I, I don't know. I, I rarely, I guess I do piss off a lot of people that Mike said. I, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, that's all. I don't know where this is going. I think metal is garbage anyway. But, um, yeah, so that's Jim's thing. So if you want to get on the Jim, get some racism. Whether it's real or imagined, he'll see yes. it in a lot of things. <laughs> and that Imagine. means that I really don't want to rag on Jim. I didn't think I that I was that to, you know, crazy. I just wanted to put that out there. And I wish it hadn't been cut up into so many parts, that kind of yes. That kind of harshed my flow. Anyway, um, that's about all I've got this week. Um, disjointed, disjointed, ranting, raving, three parts. Anyway, um, until next week, uh, keep listening to those far out sports nut shots. Um, the gym's got issues with his kids and wife. Um, <laughs> let's see what else we got. Necessary nonsense podcast. You've got yep. a new 52 review podcast yep. if I you're into that sort of thing. Uh, you have a uh, watch out. You never know when those guys from the pop culture podcast yep. will come up behind you and culture that ass. Maybe. And turn off that spotlight. Turn off that Patreon spotlight. One more thing. Just wanted to mention again. I know that it seems like I'm criticizing you guys a little bit, but I wanted you to know that I really do appreciate you, and I will see you in seven. Mike's trying to drive me insane, Eric. Not the only one. Well, <laughs> ah, yes, thank you, Mike. Thank and you. And I'm looking the back issues podcast. It, it, uh, did he forget the back issues podcast? Also, possibly the best songs ever. Ah, yes, he threw me off my game now. I also, uh, I was thinking of changing the best songs ever podcast that I have. I haven't had enough time to do a lot of those, but I do want to expand a little. May end up being the best things ever podcast Ooh. eric that i may actually expand to some other things other than like songs the mr and, t cartoon like the mr t cartoon that is now my favorite thing that i've ever it's seen so in my bad. life if you uh, did you notice i looked it up on the stick and it's it's just called mr t i know i actually stick. looked it up to make sure i could find what it was and did you see it's just called mr t it. I looked for the MR freaking period. It's actually spelled out as Mr. I'm like, yes. huh, all right. And, and it threw me off. It, it did throw me off. I'm like, oh, no. And then, yeah, it's there. But that is one of the best cartoons ever, I think. And we really, I really want to start a Mr. T cartoon podcast. <laughs> I think it would be just out of this world. But that is the end of the Rant and Raves. And we are going to go off to the mail. It's my with Jim. Hallelujah, it's my with Jim. Oh yeah, it's my with Jim. Hallelujah, it's my with Jim. Amen, it's my with Jim. Hallelujah, it's my with Jim. Amen. Let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no. Hello, Jim. How are you doing? I, I do not feel robot. feelings. But <laughs> I cannot feel. I am an android. That's what my kids say. They say, yeah. I have no feelings. And I say, you are correct. You know Humanoid. me too well. <laughs> yes. Now, you, you really sound like small wonder when you, when you do that. 
Hello. I don't know. I, I don't know really anything from Solomon anymore. Hello, Frisco. There you go. Yeah. Mail section number one, Eric. If you want to be part of the mail section, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That is where you mail. I, I miss Mail Robot. Is so he I. there? Is no, he is he no, around? He is not around. Does not compute. Is that what happens with him? Is possibly Snake Mountain around? Is is he around? Maybe Snake Mountain's around, but not an easy access at this point from where I'm at. Oh, damn it, Eric. We we gotta plan these things beforehand. Yeah. Yes. If you email us. Uh, you will get on the podcast. There you go. That's all you have to do. It's your ticket in. Maybe your the ticket future to robot start. will do stuff. I don't know. Maybe at some point later we'll hear about uh, from Mail Robot. See what he's up hear to. Some squeaks and squeals. We may That's about hear it at this point. Squeaks and squeals. That sounds like something that is like a uh, thing that the British cook for breakfast. Hey, hello, love. You want some squeaks and squeals, do ya? Is that what, that's what my mom oh, says. Oh, wait. I'm going to cook that up with the lard for you and then get you to the governor. I don't know. That's what she'd say. I, she was losing her mind at that point, Eric. She, she was really out of off her rocker is what she was, my mother. Too much candy and not enough <laughs> teeth brushing is what was going on in her head, Eric. Not a tooth to be found on that woman's mouth. Ain't too Ooh, much squeaks and squeals. That's the problem. She said, "That's what she she wake me up, uh, Jimmy. Time to get up for the squeaks and squeals." <laughs> and I'm like, "Mom, I don't want fucking you know fried bread with goddamn baked beans. That's what it is. That's the squeaks and, of and squeals." Of course we do. Uh, yeah, uh, and not the fried bread. She would fry bread in bacon grease, and that would be like a side item that we would eat usually with bacon. Yeah. You'd cook the bacon up. That's the squeaks. And then you get the toast. That's the squeals is what you got. And then you're squealing all the way to the can. It's what you got there. But I do love me some good old-fashioned beans on toast. In fact, I think that after we're done recording tonight, I might have a little of that. What do you think of that, Eric? What do you think? Uh, you're going to have beans on toast. It's something you do normally. There's nothing much oh, to you like about the it. squeaks and squeals, does ya? Not, not necessarily. Not really. Oh, ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, I think dancing Mike's rave is still. It still got me off my game, Eric. This is mail section number one, and we're gonna start with comic book guy who says, "Holy fuck! You read my motherfucking comment last week. I almost passed out. I'm well, a big fucking fan." Good God, I love you guys. You make me laugh so fucking hard. This show kicks ass so hard. It's the best show about comics ever. And P.S. Trailer Park Mom is my wife, and she thinks you guys rock too. Keep up the good work. That is, of course, then. Yes, that's, of course, followed by Trailer Park Mom. I will tell you, does not mention the Verizon hole. She says. Hear me, oh great and almighty podcast God gave me what I need, gave me Weird Science DC Comics podcast, so thank you both, Comic Book Guy and Trailer Park Mom. The next, and that's the first couple, that's the first couple featured in the male section, Eric. The next one is, starting with Hakeem. Hi guys, so... 
I just caught up on all my comics, August through September. Pardon my language here, but Jesus Christ, some of the issues in August were a fucking pain to get through. Sure were. Yes, you are correct. Superman 27 to 30 were just unpleasant to read, which is a damn shame because Tomasi was up to this point my favorite writer in Rebirth. That that sounds well. very familiar. What are you talking about? Very familiar to people. I where is it? I can't find it. Ah, Which good. one was it? I you don't. I, oh, you son of a bitch! Wait a minute. Was it this? Who is laughing? I hate that. It is not Eric. Is it this? Wait a minute. Tomasi, you said? Did he yeah. say Tomasi? It's a good question. My my favorite writer right now would probably be uh probably Tomasi. Honestly, it, it's like I, I get I give this fucking annual a low score, but I do love Tomasi Glaces together. <laughs> Who is laughing? I hate yeah. them. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> when you say Tomasi Gleason together, oh, saying so it together, it's one of the, the one thing in life that makes me smile. It really does. That Tommaso Gleason, that it's so good. I, I At did that point, say, I realized I have a drinking problem. Need yes, to stop. you did. Now the drinking problem is you didn't have enough, Eric. I need more of these quotes. I, those are getting stale. We need some more. I did say uh, episode one fifty. I think I'm going to get stinking drunk, and then you'll see. Then you'll see what happens with your squeaks. Yeah, and you won't get a podcast because Jim won't fucking hit record. That's right. Now that you say that, I better make sure we're recording right now. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah. Yes. How the hell can you make a story about Soup, Sinestro, and Parallax boring and thin is beyond me. Superman 31, though, is pretty awesome. I was just one point above Eric's score, 9 out of 10. But honestly, I think that's because I was too happy to have finally enjoyed a Superman issue after six terrible ones. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I freaking love the addition of Lord, Lord Andy's Superman segment on the podcast. I'm glad that, that you, you put that, Akeem, because Lord Andy, he does put effort into that. Sure and does. he's a guy who, he, he really, he he likes the praise. He, he craves it even, Eric. He needs like it. He, he needs it. I He's don't a know. He's junkie. Yes, I don't know. I don't. He's not that, but it just made me laugh. I don't know if I'm the only one, but being a huge Superman fanboy who only got uh, back into comics in the last year, it's awesome to hear Andy's take on some of these pre-rebirth issues. I did play you a bit of the first uh, episode, and it had a lot of like layered laughing, and I knew it would drive it you nuts. And not like out. yeah, it creeped you out. It made me laugh so much. Uh, Dark Knight Metals, freaking awesome. The Teen Titans one shot was mad though. The Nightwing tie-in, not bad he says batman the worst shits and giggles is just fucking painful at this point i'm sorry sure. guys but i'm dropping this book until the next storyline and i'm even skipping the reviews on the podcast because i was just reliving the pain of reading the shit while you guys were going through those issues count me among the ones disappointed with the whole Jarrell reveal in action comics and that's all i will say about that looking back that's all i gotta say about that eric mm. looking back i have to agree with you guys when you say dc decided to change course somewhat from what they were aiming at from when it all began rebirth i will hold final judgment until the doomsday clock gets here that's all for this recap i can muster for now i wrote this email the moment i finished catching up on my comics still catching up with the podcast but i'm not far behind he's on episode 141 looking oh, forward nice. to tomorrow's movie night see you guys there and of course we did have the get fresh crew movie night the badass movie night patreon deal uh where we watch rodney dangerfield's back to school I always want to say Back to the Future, but it was Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Back to the Future. Imagine back if Rodney Dangerfield was in Back to the Future. He was Doc Brown. So How a crazy movie that would be. No, huh? I want him to be Marty. I just want him to be Marty. Hey, what's going on, Doc? 
<laughs> it'd be so funny he'd dress up like he was supposed to be in school oh, it'd be so good he's just sitting at the dinner table at the beginning thing where his parents are awful and shit like that and they're just oh, yeah. yelling at him he's like no respect huh? hey you give me no respect here here uh, is the next one's from Anna and Anna says hi Jim and Eric I've been listening up, to some of your podcasts since June to be honest I've only been listening to the Wonder Woman segments and bits and pieces here and there whenever Hakeem my fiance say is Ooh. driving and plugging in your podcast into the car so this is hakeem's fiance not yet his wife so i was yeah, wrong yeah. Aaron. not yet hakeem has been daring me to write into you guys and to be honest i was terrified at first i'm so scared i'm gonna write something stupid and idiotic and you guys would simply laugh at me nah, come <laughs> on we say non-stop stupid and idiotic things i was just gonna pretend yeah, yeah, that that's a par for the course yeah. on this here podcast. So let me break the ice with a funny story which involves you guys. It involves huh? me and you, Eric. Crazy. We recently had my parents and his parents visit, and his parents visit us for the entire month of August, which we did hear about he on, on not about so last sure. episode, that, yeah. That's the promise. Not so sure that we want to let Anna know that Hakeem did let us know this, but he, <laughs> you, you kind of let it out as long as Whatever, well as man. I did. There you podcast. go. Well, me and you both said stupid things. What a month from hell. Okay, I think Hakeem's off. <laughs> All right, we're day. good now. So anyway, the day finally comes when where my parents leave. The next day, it's my parents' turn to leave. Or his parents left, then her parents are going to leave. We load up the luggage, get in the car. Hakeem, as always, plugs in his phone and continues to listen to your podcast. It was one of those special shows where Jim is talking to his kids. By the way, Jim, your boys are adorable. <laughs> yeah, says you. My dad turns to Hakeem and asks him, so is this guy a child therapist or something? Hakeem mm -hmm. simply tells him that it's a comic book podcast with different shows here and there. And my dad flips out. You know, if you start paying attention more to your house and less nonsense. It's oh, funny. It's funny. nonsense now. If Hakeem just would have played it safe and yes. said, actually, yes, it is a child therapist show, though, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the things that we talk about, he'd be like, why is the child therapist talking about this kid's top five movies? Uh, like this, talking about strangling him. Yes, and like this maybe your house wouldn't need so much work. <laughs> you know what she says next? Jesus, uh, at least listen to audiobook or something. Oh, that's what he, he said. Jesus, at least listen to a audiobook or something. Hakeem starts steaming. My dad goes on and on about how he should focus more on taking classes to advance his career. Start reading career-oriented books, yada, 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 Eric. Ah, uh, yes. Now, let me pause for a second. This I sounds like the worst I figured there are two things ever. I can do. Number one, jump in and defend my man. Or number two, start recording this on my phone and send it to you guys for shits and giggles. Obviously, number two was the choice you should have went with. I went with option two only because I wanted you guys to see how hilarious it is to see him boiling bread as he's driving while my dad is lecturing him. Well, he's lecturing both of us, really. I start recording while trying to keep my giggling to a minimum. Hakeem begins flooring it. He just wants to get to the goddamn airport he's, Eric. no he's trying to find a water run into at this point <laughs> yes next thing you know we're going 160 on the highway Whew. he wanted to get to the airport throw out the luggage and haul ass or was getting ready to drive the car off a bridge i would yeah. not have blamed him either way to be honest by the time we get to the airport he storms out of the car slams the luggage on a trolley and gets back into the car i had to quickly say goodbye to my parents so i shut off the video recording by the time i'm back in the car he shouts delete that now and so i did 
Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. I Sorry, guys. I'll try to send you another so video. Yes, I'll try to send you another video another day, perhaps. Just thought I'd share a funny tale or, uh, of how the podcast gave my dad another reason to lecture us. Uh, you know about it's. That's all you need is somebody to know that you like us, and then you're, you're really – I'm going to lecture like, you. It's not even that funny to me. It just sounds terrible, and I feel yeah, so bad it's for funny. you too. I think it's funny because right now when Hakeem gets to this, Hakeem should be redoing the bathroom. I don't know why he's listening to this goddamn podcast, Eric. Okay, I, I, I told, turn, turn, you know what I'm podcast. saying, Anna. You got them wink, to work wink. On, man. Yeah, really. You got the fucking gutters to clean, Hakeem. Get to it. Whew, now that the ice is broken, I wanted to thank you guys for helping me sharpen my mind about how I read my Wonder Woman comics. I love the first issues of Rebirth. When I started reading the new ones, I thought at first they were good, but I listened to your – here we go. We're dream ruiners again, dream slayers. But I listened to your reviews, and I have to admit there's quite a bit of flaws to it. And I really didn't like the way Etta is portrayed. She's nowhere near as likable as in the movie or – here we go. The Legend of Wonder Woman, Erica. Oh, before yeah. I forget, Jim, thank you so much for recommending that book. Read it oh, with a smile awesome. on my she face liked. from page to page. Uh, that's how I read it. That is one of the most happiest times that I've had is reading that book. Not having kids or getting married, Eric. Reading that no. book. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm really enjoying reading the Wonder Woman comics so much that I'm thinking of picking up another female hero to follow. I figured, why not Supergirl? But Akeem tells me that based on your reviews, that book is an abomination, uh, as he so eloquently put it. So I decided to look for something else. You guys mentioned how Gail Simone was an awesome writer, so I recently picked up Batgirl Volume 1, The Darkest Reflections from Simone. I also ordered Rise of the Olympian, which is a Wonder Woman arc from Simone as well. Akeem says you guys review all comics once a month so i'm really hoping you guys will consider reviewing an old wonder woman book and really look forward to what you guys thought of them especially you jim yeah she knows what to do <laughs> compliment me and you're gonna get right up there this mail i haven't got around to reading wonder woman conan uh but believe me i'm hoping to do that this weekend and i did do a patreon only uh review of that uh, it's not my strongest of works eric uh i don't like talking by myself i really it's don't. the worst i'm telling you i felt so bad when you told me you did it i'm like Fuck, if, if I knew nah. you were just going to do it by yourself, nah, you would have called me up. I would have read it real quick. Busy. Everybody was busy except Jim Warner. Because I'm telling you, doing a talking. podcast by yourself is the most terrible oh, thing ever. It's the worst. I actually started, I think at one point I was just kind of talking to myself, almost like telling myself jokes or something. And I, I never know what to say. The transitions no. are where it's the problem. It really throws me off. Even if, I'm telling you, even if we did it again and you, I knew you were on the line, but you didn't say anything, it would be better. I'd still do better just having you there holding my hand or yeah, holding support, my virtual man. hand. To conclude, thank you guys for helping me sharpen my comic book reading skills. I look forward to next show, and that's from Anna. P.S. Eric, you describing your girlfriend's dildo on the podcast? Not cool, Eric. That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. That that is prime well, my sound description effect. Of man. It's not cool with the fact no. that I did it. Did it? That's not cool. It's not cool at all. Well, it was episode I, 50. Things were happening. I like to talk about things what, that go on in my what, life sometimes. And this is very was born, interesting and new and shocking. We're, we're, about thing to that be, happened. we're about to be 100 episodes from that. What is Jess going to do? What does she have planned for us for episode 150? Does she yeah, have like that anything planned. planned? I'm telling you, she's got to get on the stick. Not the stick stick, but the stick and record those comments to Brandon. But you said she cannot do it. All you have to do I, is I have her. I to coach her through it. It's like almost have like a her wrong just record. Coach. Just have her record, Brandon, 
That's all she has to do. I will take care of the rest. That's all she needs to do. I will haunt Brandon for the rest of his life, and I'll even put it into a funky Cole Medina mix for him, and we will have <laughs> fucking Brandon will jump off a goddamn bridge. It'll be great. But that is the end of mail section number one. Thank you, Anna, and I hope that you keep on writing it. And because she said, I think I have to come up with uh, the next round of the um, – Back, back issues, issues yeah. deal, poll. Maybe I will. Well, not maybe. I will put Wonder Woman. Maybe I'll put them all Wonder Woman, Eric. Maybe I'll, I'll skew the deal. It'll all be one issue. You get to vote, but it's which one you're going to vote for, but it's all the same vote. How about that? We'll see how it goes. I think next uh, month, uh, coming up, the uh, October one is uh, going to be the Swamp Thing issue. So you'll have to decide if you're going to do that. That Swamp Thing Anatomy? Yep, that is it. And I don't know why I brought that up just now, but there we go. That's the end of mail section number one, and we're going to go off to the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Oh, Jim, we just want to hear your voice some more. And we Detective Comics, number 965, written by James Tyne in the fourth, art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Andriano Lucas, and Sal Cipriano. Eric, the sexy Cipriano. brother, Sal Cipriano. Tim, sexy brother, hey, Sal you want to get your sexy brother with the Tim Drake? Tim Drake is back, and he's brought a bit of his old origin story with him. While this issue is mostly Mr. Oz putting Tim on the analyst couch about why he became Robin, and then why he wanted to stop, it was the cliffhanger of a future Tim Drake Batman that actually has me most excited going forward the art was a bit off but this was a decent start to tim returning to our regular scheduled books i didn't have that i added that at the end (laughs) epic fail but yeah uh again this is to me where you're having tim drake come back this is a very slow moving deal Uh, it's weird because for some reason we have to reintroduce tim drake to the rest of the freaking and that's what's weird about this I, I get the and idea it, that they think that no – like even people haven't been reading Detective Comics. They yeah. must think that when people find out Tim Drake is back, a lot of people are going to jump on this. The weird thing about it is for me to really care that Tim Drake is back would kind of mean that I've been reading Detective Comics before. Agreed. And so the only thing that I would think that you would need is eventually to catch people up to what they may have missed in Detective after Tim left because I'm sure some people bailed then. Instead, you're getting a kind of revised history of his origin. That and goes I'm more telling you, in they the... are fucking picking and choosing every yeah, piece that, of it continuity is. they That's want what to it use, is. 
whether it makes sense or not for the yep. old continuity or the new continuity. Yeah, of the new and, and the I'll just say I, I ended up going back if you wanted to read the new 52 origin of Tim Drake, you read the Teen Titans number zero issue and yes. you have it in there. I did go and read it again and I can't say I liked it more. Uh, than what you got here. Like you said, this is kind of a dealer's choice going on here. It really uh, is. I'm telling you, yeah. they went into this and they just picked the best things they liked out of all the Tim yes. Drake origins you could think of and put it into here. Yeah, like, and, you know, and I'm not the saying this fit- ones I like yeah. the most, but this ones that they liked, I'm guessing, yeah. the most. And threw it in for that whole legacy feel because it's not exactly the old continuity. It's not exactly the no, new continuity. No, because the new continuity, this continuity should be that Tim Drake went and figured out that Batman was Batman. Went Nothing really about he, – he realized that Jason Todd had died. He went, yeah. kind of forced his way in. Batman decided he didn't want a Robin because he was still dealing with Jason's death yeah. but had been watching Tim. And Tim was one of those guys in the New 52 origin. Tim was not just a smart kid. Tim was perfect was at everything. Gymnast. He was a gymnast. He was a football player. Everything you can bet, he was he was going to be in the Olympics. It pretty much spelled out. Batman he was, was the going. Goat. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, he was. Batman was going to recruit him, and then kind of backed off. And then what happened is Tim kind of went and decided that he was going to be a Robin Hood type figure. Tim he ended up stealing money shit. from the Penguin. And ended up kind of like a uh, a techno, you know, hacking type of stealing yeah. from the penguin. Who the penguin found out when Batman heard this, yeah, he traced. He it knew right away. Him. Yeah, he knew right away. Tim is screwed, and so is his family. He went to save him. Basically, his mother and father had to go in hiding while Tim became Robin. They became with Batman. witness protection program yes. people, and for some reason, it never made sense to me for the origin. They went in the witness protection program. Tim Drake went to go live with Bruce Wayne, with, and also Tim Drake in this continuity was not his real name; it was his witness no. protection name. Yes, and and the funny thing about it is, you did have a setup in this zero issue where Tim's dad almost—it it was almost like one of these, like, listen, Tim. You're beyond us. You are yeah. smart. You're athletic. You're perfect in every way. I don't think you're you, my kid. Yeah, you've yeah, really. But he's like, you've kind of grown up already. You don't really. It's like really seeded that. You know what, Tim? You can do better just by yourself. And then the the opportunity presents itself to be with Bruce, and he goes. It's almost like where you have you know the rich guy show up and like, hey, you can come with me, or you can stay with your regular parents here. And you look at your regular parents. I'm in the limo. Eric, I'm, I'm driving it's, away. It's Bart and Mr. Burns. It is. It's Bart and Mr. Burns is what it is. But yeah, in that it, it wasn't the greatest of origins, the New 52 one. No. And the problem that you have is most people. It actually me a lot. Yeah, and most people, 99% of the people hated the New 52 Tim Drake, so I do not. And that killed me, I, too, yeah, and I don't I say, hated the New 52 Tim Drake, yeah. and he was one of my favorite characters yep. of all time. And the New 52 fucking made me hate him so and much. And that's to why the point I where, can't. Yeah. I got so happy in Detective Comics that he came back with the classic costume, still called himself Red Robin, but it seemed like they were getting him back on track, and then he was gone out of my life again. Yeah, and that's why I can't fault them for doing what they're doing, except that kind of pick, you know, don't wishy-washy here. Yeah. You know, I I understand what you're doing. It's almost, if you want to say it's anything, this is Red Robin Reborn, because they are kind of combining a couple different things in here, and you do get to see this. You do well, get to see. Well, even the weirdest part, talking, you know, Mr. Oz is asking, like, you know, Red Robin questions about why he became Red Robin, why he sought out Batman, all this other stuff, and he's like, he's telling Mr. Oz, like, you know, 
Batman needs a Robin. That's like I figured yes. Jason died. He was going off. He was getting hurt and he was actually hurting other people. He needs yeah. a Robin to freaking center him, stuff like that. Because, you know, even when he had Tim uh, Dick Grayson, Batman only went like he said a little under a year before yeah. he like got a Robin. I'm like, well, that doesn't even make sense for the old no, continuity. That because doesn't we make found sense out that in any Dick continuity. Grayson became Robin in year three of like the year three yeah, Batman. It story. doesn't so make like, sense. Right and there. it doesn't make sense in the Snow 52, the way they're going and all. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those where you do continue the idea of that where Tim didn't want to become exactly Robin at that point. He wanted to convince Dick Grayson to go back to being Robin. Dick Grayson was now Nightwing. He had figured out that Jason Todd was dead. Batman was starting to get too violent. Batman was taking it out on everyone else, you know, his being upset about Jason dying. Yeah. And he thought that, no, the thing is, and this is something, this is why you – Personally, Eric Shea likes Robin because they always say that, you know, Superman's the light to Batman's darkness. And it's really Robin. And yeah, Robin, that's what that's happened the character here. that I like more than Batman. And yes. I loved my entire life and the whole thing, you know. I was the one guy, well, everybody, you know, before, you know, reading comics was cool, I guess. You know, everybody, oh, Batman and Robin are fucking and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, no, oh, they're I really gay like Robin. Yeah, I really like Robin. I wish you wouldn't say shit like well, that. Well, and even that. That's like, that's basically a, a code to you. You don't know what the fuck you're talking no. about, you assholes. Uh, but yeah, you have this whole thing where Tim was trying to you know, convince Dick to go and even says like, no, it, it, this isn't what it uh, what I want here. Batman having a Nightwing does not solve the problem that I'm telling you. He needs to go back to being Robin. Then you have Alfred kind of dealing with him and saying, you know what? Dick's as stubborn as his mentor. They share at least that trait in common. Consider your success. They'll be working together again. And he's like, yeah, but I still can't help but feel that's not what Batman needs. And then you do have a pretty good uh, continuity uh, to oh, the, the illusion to break in a lonely place and dying? Yeah, lonely place of dying because he does say Two-Face had nearly killed them both. Somebody needed to help save them, and I knew what to do. And you have that, and that's what that story was with uh, Two-Face almost killing both uh, Dick Grayson and Back Batman, when so Two-Face was a big deal, I'm telling you, I was yeah. thinking about it because you and I were talking about it earlier this week because I didn't know, like, I didn't read this issue yet and you were telling me about things. And when you said Two-Face almost killed uh, Robin, I'm like, oh, that happened in Robin year one. I'm like thinking about it and I read this. I'm like, yeah, that happened in that story too. I'm like, yeah, Two-Face used to be a big deal. Now he's Yeah, he used to show up. Yeah, used to show up and almost kill people, not just flip coins and fucking, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Robin this... year one with Dick Grayson, when he first became Roman, I really loved that trade, but I was buying yeah. the individual issues and like freaking uh, Two-Face was just beating t uh, Dick Grayson with a baseball bat while he's tied to a chair at this thing. I'm like, holy yep. shit. Yeah, and this is where he then, the whoa, <laughs> you drop something there? You lighter? Is that what no, you dropped? I, I, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that had to have been a, an action figure or a lighter. And then you see, you basically see the origin then where he does become. He puts on his own outfit. He becomes Red Robin. And, and even that, it bothers me a little yeah, bit. I'm I know. You, these I are, knew these it are all nitpicks because he says, oh, the, the suit was just laying around. I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, no, that doesn't make sense with anything we've seen so nope. far because – that suit, like if it was laying around, it should be Dick Grayson or Jason Todd's yep. suit. It is yeah, it neither of those. It is the your suit of now. Even when we saw your freaking origin story in the Teen Titan Zero, you had a red Robin suit. Yes, you, you had the didn't red want Robin. to be Robin. That's why you called yourself Red Robin. Yep. Here, you called yourself Robin. And right that's away a huge thing. Wearing... I mean, really, the the biggest thing I think of that origin, uh, besides the you know being smart enough to figure out yeah. who Batman was, even though this is kind of a roundabout way of getting to it here, uh, was the fact that when Batman's like, okay, you know, you, you could be Robin, where he's like, no, 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 you know, he knew 
why Batman had gone dark because he knew that Jason Todd was a Robin and was killed, so he wanted his own deal. He's like, I'm not gonna, you know, Robin's done for me. I'm not taking I need the place to be of Jason different. Todd. He's gonna yeah, be yeah. Robin. I'm gonna be Red Robin. I'm gonna be and Red Robin. And, and while I always hated the name Red Robin for Tim Drake, I just always liked him when he was Robin. Yeah. That was the best part of that origin story in my mind, where he's like, I'm gonna be my own thing. I'm gonna be Red Robin. This led to a lot of arguments years ago for yeah. fans like, was Tim Drake ever Robin? Like, no, he Robin, was Red Robin. Yeah. Like, yes. He was Red Robin. Yeah, he was a, a Robin. Robin. It was just a different name for a Robin because the basic idea of him wanting to have a Robin to a Batman it makes complete sense. And that's right, here he's Mr. a Robin again, and yeah, and that's his, yeah. you know '90s classic freaking Tim Drake freaking Robin costume, yep. which doesn't make sense for him saying, "Oh, I just this was just laying around." Yeah, like, just no, laying around. But yeah, and then Mr. Oz, Grayson's or Jason Todd suit, even the New Fifty Two revamp of the suits, it's neither one of those yeah. either. And then Mr. Oz continues with basically the psychoanalytic, you know, freaking analytic deal of, okay, so that's why you became, but why did you want to step away? I said, it's like Dr. Phil. He might as well be on the, the fucking stage and like, so why did you walk away? And he says, I, I set up shit so that, you know, Batman will never be alone. You know, he's there. He's never been I alone I was a kid since. when I put the suit on. I yeah. did what I need to do. I'm older now. I figured out a better way to yep. do it. It's a better way to do it. And then that's where Mr. Oz shows the big panel of, you know, all the things going on. You see the whole detective squad going on there, including spoiler, which doesn't really make sense right there. But, you know, yeah, that maybe that's from before, Eric. That maybe. is a – that's a highlight reel. And he's like, oh, yes, you're friends. And he never oh, said these TVs were live. I don't yeah, know. and then he says, but he says, they're still there. They're still fighting. See, it works. And then spoiler. But yeah, and then he's like, oh, but look at this. It's almost <laughs> like this is your life. But Tim, <laughs> what about this? And then you see that Bruce is watching the video there of, of Tim supposedly dying and then says, you know what? Your mentors recently learned you were alive, uh, that you were trapped, but search as hard as he might, he cannot find you. He hasn't slept in five nights, save for the moment that he nods off in his chair. It consumes you. And then from there, you go to the next panel, and oh, I wonder why it? Lex Luthor is in I, this I'm book. I'm telling you, the thing is, when I was reading this book, that my biggest problem is the art. Well, I do yeah. like Eddie Barrows. I do, I do but not no, like him drawing uh, Tim Drake. Tim and Drake, I, he's awful. Reason, a lot of these are a problem because I did not read this panel, this panel like paced correctly. Yeah. So I went from the freaking detective squad down. I'm like, what the fuck's Lex Luthor here? Yeah. And, and it's even to the point where you even have the glove there and it has a green tinge to it. And you also have where his like shoulder pad would be Tim's cape with the greens there. That you can never convince me that that is not Lex Luthor, and it's that is funny super because Lex is doing shit. He's pressing a button, and Tim's like, "No!" And what you were saying, alluding to, when we get the review copies, spread pages are very—they they aren't spread pages. You just yeah. get the PDF, and you go, and you really have to keep going back and forth and back and forth. And I thought I missed something. I thought that this was showing that Lex was up to no good. I thought it was showing that Lex was his mentor. Then Red Rob's like, "No, no, that's not my mentor." <laughs> I told you this mr oz but it's so weird i don't weird. think you're as old knowing as you think you are mr oz yeah you got you got something wrong here but yeah he's like listen yeah, uh, Bruce looks that's like where Luther, yeah and that's where again mr oz continues and says you never answer my question you've merely described the excuse that allows you to step away why did you decide to hang up your costume and that's where he said what you said 
I'm not a kid anymore. I'm smart enough to know that there might be a better way to help the world. And that is 100% in with the character. That's what we've seen in Detective Comics. He has set up things. He wanted to have this better way, almost like that. Listen, I can stay with Batman, and we can save three people in a night. But if I go off and do what I think I can do, I could save save the world. Yeah, I could save the world the way I want to do things. But he also... I think that it kind of alludes to the whole deal. He also couldn't step away from it completely. You know, you, he had yeah. all these things with the detective squad. But that ends up, you know, pushing where Mr. Oz says, you know, oh, so you're going to be Batman eventually, right? What happened if it all fa- falls? What when Batman goes down? Are you going to be Are you going to be Batman? Are you going to assume that, you know, role? And he's like, no, no, no. I've never wanted that path. And at that point, I'm what is he getting at? You know, why is he asking that far into it? It makes sense by the end, I guess. Yeah. But the the problem going, I guess then, I'm telling you, I don't even know what I'm they're trying you. to play with. Well, by the no, end this of is where thing, we're so going to get no to. No idea a, what kind of illusions he's playing yeah, with. Once the reveal comes here, because then Tim says, you know, hey. I'm done talking. I'm done being interrogated. And, you know, that's where I was just like, oh, you're not being interrogated. You never had to answer me. You know, you're not being forced to answer me. And he's like, you know what? No, no. And it, it's a weird progression here. Where he's like, no, you misunderstand. I was allowing myself to be interrogated, and now I'm done. It uses less brain power to tell the truth, and I've been multitasking. So you get that. This is such a get from point A to point H because well, oh, he oh, says we, we had to spend half the issue talking about Tim Drake's backstory. Yeah. Now we got to do this as fast as possible. Yes, and then Let's you get go, this shit done. yeah, because then he just says, you know what? I saw these computers. I was uh, thinking of reprogramming. I couldn't get it, but then I remember the bit of Kryptonian coding theory I deciphered with Batman a few years back. Shut really, up, Tim Drake? You remembered that, did you? And it just so happens that you notice that a video screen and a swirling dervish cyclotron is keeping you in place. That that's Kryptonian, right? That it just, I love the it fact just so too, happens to thing, be. This whole thing that's keeping Red Robin at bay is just like a, two circles that are in, intertwined and are yeah. making up an X around him, kind of shit. Yep. And he, he pushes some stuff like. He flips out of it. I'm like, I think he could have done that the whole time. Yeah, I think he could have. He's a, he's an acrobat. We saw in yeah. his actual New 52 deal. But yeah, he ends up beep, boop, boop, hitting his thing, and he can get out, and he starts fighting Mr. Oz. Now, I just want to ask, because what we end up finding is he reveals himself. Look, look at me. That's the thing. I'm Do you Jarell. think these things are spinning around like we had in freaking Superman 2 with freaking uh, General yeah, Zod and shit yeah, like that? Yeah, that's what I but think. But you can't get the idea because it is just a static picture? But the, the whole thing that I get, because then Jarrell, when he reveals himself, and it's not like Tim Drake says Jarrell he just sees the crest and like oh yeah. why are you wearing that Jarrell kind of explains it but the whole thing of him saying like basically you know what you're a prisoner so am I I've been a prisoner I got I was captured I'm just as much here but he is not looking at us right now so I've been kind of getting this plan how does that make everything in their Kryptonian technology because when he when Tim know. Drake says the Kryptonian technology it makes sense at that point because you're like oh he's figured out because we know at this point well, that I it is Jarrell place is so I, I have no idea either. what's going on because Jarrell was plucked out of Krypton at its destruction yeah. he was sent to Earth I have no idea what the freaking time frame of that was he was you know healed back to freaking health by a village and then he was plucked from that to made to watch freaking TV robot chicken style, yeah. which and I so would believe the mind, robot chicken style, you know, uh, clockwork orange yeah, uh, thing. That's the shit that's going on right here would in have my taken mind, place so in this. Here. I think yeah. that this is where it would have happened. So if this is what we think, Dr. Manhattan coming, maybe it's Osmondeus that it is the connection to but Mr. Oz from him. 
Why would it be Kryptonian? And why would he have this ruse? Like at this point, he's talking to Tim Drake about like you he almost get the, the cloak. Why are that, you yeah. hiding? And it, it's like that's what I mean. And it almost seems like it goes in a bit with the idea of humanity sucks, you know, this and that. But you already had where it almost makes it seem like he's blaming somebody else for grabbing Tim. But we saw Mr. Oz say, you know, yeah. we got yeah, it just it doesn't jive completely again. It uh, seemed that the, the Kryptonian technology bringing, seems off. He, he, I'm saying the hope that Tim was bringing to everybody, he couldn't let that die. So he plucked him out right before so he, he wouldn't died die. to yeah. keep him safe. And I'm like, but. This doesn't really jive with what was no, going on now. No, no, and and when he's talking all about it, once you get the reveal to Tim, and even the line of questioning that we see, what it it's more of it's this isn't to me a Mister Oz who's going around and trying to prove that humanity sucks, and why would he even care? It's all just a setup to end up having a backstory for Tim Drake. There's no real reason why a Mister Oz has to have his goddamn fucking you know hoodie on and go through all this ruse. Just to say, okay, you're out. I'm Jarrell Aldi. I'm out. You and know, hey, have some fun. Anymore. I'm taking yeah, off. Yeah, and then the, just says, you, you know, later, bitches. yeah, have some fun. You're gonna be here. You know, think about shit. You got some thinking time. You got Tim Drake thinking time. Sit around. And there's a can in there. Go and sit there. Grab a newspaper. That's what Jim Werner does. Sit yeah. in the bathroom and think. Uh, the newspaper's been replaced with my phone, unfortunately now. But yeah, you know, go in there. I have What's things to do. Uh, the big bad that I don't want to tell you who it is for some reason. Like, this would be very important. You're there. You're setting up this him who's That's watching the thing. Me. They're, him. They're talking about all this shit like it's fucking Cannibal Running. It's Captain Chaos. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. Don't do that. Say, hey, you know what? You don't know who this is, but if you do him. get out. Wait, also, I'm not going to help you get out, but if you do. Tell Batman if you see him that a, a Dr. Manhattan's there or here, give him this, or whatever. The Kryptonian technology doesn't make sense. But yeah, he, Mr. Oz, hey, Jarrell, he disappears. And that's where Tim figures. Okay. And this is about like the murder machine where you're, you are jumping to conclusions here with things you can do because basically he's like, okay, I'm going to open up my fucking tech here. I got this red button. I'm going to be able to connect to these monitors that happen to have a signal coming in because I did see the detective squad there. So they must have some cameras there. I'm going to hack into that feed, reverse it, take it out, and I'm going to send out. But I can only out. do it once. Yeah, only once. Why? Why once? It, it is I the stupidest know. thing Battery to throw power, that. I got nothing. Yeah, I don't have anything either. He's like, I only have one shot. Why do you have one shot? Why can't you just sit there? Yeah, you can tell me that the monitors are going to be shutting down and you're getting that last bit of energy from. Just turn the fuckers on then. You already hacked into all this Kryptonian technology. Turn it back on. But he sends out a signal. Alpha you know, signal to Batman. Hey, Batman, this is Red Robin. I'm here. I don't know where here is, but I'm alive. Can you please come and help me? I don't know what's going on. And he gets a word back. This is Batman. I'm here too. I am in a what? cell. And then says the cell where Tim's like, that's where I was. Uh, and he says, 6A. That's yeah, where and I he, was. Yep, that's where I was. And he, okay, well, hey, Tim, do me a favor. Shut down the deal and I, you know, open up my cell. Tim, I guess he's a little too excited, Eric. He opens up all of them, which we do know there is more people in here. Uh, so he shuts it down. He goes, there's Batman. He's like, hey, what's going on, Batman? Batman just pushes him aside, tells him to be quiet, but yet still keeps talking and then starts shooting his gun. And that's where you get it. And I, I think that that was definitely something where, to me, 
people they wanted you to think for a second that it was Thomas Wayne. That's the only thing I can think of how they did that with that gun and things like that, where you'd be like, "Oh my God, this is the Flashpoint Thomas Wayne that walked in." Maybe he was. I don't snatched, know. He just didn't look enough like it because he there didn't. Wasn't but I'm red. telling you, I, I I bet you there's some people who thought that right away. It's I'm only sure for a are. second because yeah. then he's like, "You're not Batman." Uh, you know, he doesn't do that. That's not right. Hey, listen, little boy. Right and wrong, that's a gray area here. And then this is where you do it. And I wish that he took more time here. Get rid of the whole idea of showing us the background. Have this because I thought it was a really good, almost like a juxtaposition of him figuring out who Batman was, where you could have went a little bit where all of a sudden Tim now discovers that this Batman is himself. It's one panel. And I thought that it would have been a really cool thing where he's like, okay, Batman, let's go. And then something, a couple different things happen. And then he's like, wait a second. You're not bad. You know what? You did it before and you did it again, my my boy. And he shows me because now I'm – and it's so funny too. If Eric Shea from the future came back – and revealed himself to to you, it'd be odd for him to say, yep, I'm Eric Shea of the future. It's such a weird no, no. call. I'm Tim Drake of tomorrow. Yeah, of I, tomorrow. If, it's if such a weird – If my future self came to me, I'm Eric Shea of tomorrow. Like tomorrow, tomorrow? What's going to yeah. go? Like, How did like, I age so much in a like day? Like Friday? Fuck, like, yeah. Boy, Jesus Christ, I better not wake up. To, it's just to say it as I'm the Tim Drake of tomorrow and the whole thing that was set up really now seems forced with Mr. Yeah. Oz about would you ever become Batman because then he's like, what? What? I'd never become. But again, Tim, I'm you have been you, this snatched was up. all Mr. Oz's plan where he's interrogating. He has a lot yeah. of questioning about becoming Tony, Batman. It's all a prank. He's like, the thing is, it is a prank because then he's like, I'll leave you be. I have to go now. He teleports over to the Batman cell. All right, look, I just left him. Yeah, just freaking yeah. him. When he tries we're to get, get out, him. you respond to him and get him to open. We're going to do this whole thing. He's not going to believe oh, yeah. his goddamn eyes when and he then sees he he's said, Batman. Mid- and then uh, Jarrell is like, listen, I have cameras everywhere. We've seen that. He's like, I'm going to get a bunch of reaction shots. We're going to go on YouTube. We're going to make a mint. This is going to be Ashton great. Kutcher this is going to be so great. He's going to come out. Oh, it's going to be so be good. Yeah, and then we'll punk him with fucking Doomsday because that's when he's like, listen, you idiot. You, you opened up bastard. all the cells. I said to open up mine. You open up every one. There, We're not alone. And yeah, we know. And it'd be funny. All of a sudden, prophecy comes out. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, hey. Man, it's Doomsday. Doomsday goes, and I, I do want to see now, I do want to bring back something that I don't know that we're ever going to find out now because now we have Tim. He's out and about. We yep. have this Batman. I have to stress that when Batman says he's there, I'm here as well. I'm in the – what? He's shocked, right? He yeah. seems surprised. What did Tim see when he got out of that cell? The when first he got, time, I have no yeah. idea. No, that's impossible. Yeah, and then got that's impossible. Right back into you you can't tell me that it was Batman. I can only but, believe it's Doctor Manhattan, but he doesn't say anything about yeah. it to Mister Oz. And again, here. he doesn't say anything. And and really, again, that's impossible. Does not seem like something you would say about somebody who you wouldn't know. You you wouldn't just. I wouldn't go out of the house and all, if Doctor Manhattan's outside my house right now and I didn't know who he was. He's a naked blue man hovering. Yeah, I might think. You but know that again, is impossible. It is impossible. But if I'm in the DCU and I'm Tim Drake and you walk out of a cell that you have been snatched up as you were dying and you're alive and you come out of a cell and see a naked blue man floating, it's not impossible. And it does. You know, you'd be like, huh? Who are you? 
You know, something like that. Or, oh, my God, can you help me? Or, oh, you're the one who trapped me. Something. We're, I don't think we're ever going to get back no, to that. Never and that going was such back, no. a huge thing for people to you, discuss. So many things have been rewritten leading up to the reveal of yes. Mr. Oz and shit like that. That's Even why I think that that shows you. Yeah. So many things have been rewritten and freaking re-edited over time now. I we're agree. never getting back to a lot no, of this shit. I don't think that we're going to. And it's a shame because that was something that – Everybody was like, what do you think he saw? Did he yeah, see that he was point. on Mars? Did he see Dr. Manhattan? Did he see himself? Was People are even Mars? thinking. Uh, that's what they were saying. Like they wanted to know like that's what they might have seen. Or he comes out and he sees a window and he sees Earth. Oh, my because God. Where you, am when I? we saw that one, like I'm telling you, I still have no idea where we yeah, are. Because when Mixie got out. We saw that monolith. It was just like it looked like a dead world with a fucking sun there. I don't even know if it, if yeah. it was Mars or not. But I think no, but nobody some, knows. Some we, dead we, plant life. That's I just don't a, know. Remember, people figured that uh, the big guess was they were on Mars because it was a prison. That's where Dr. Manhattan likes to hang out. Yeah. Then people even said that that was the connection. Okay, they're on Mars. Dr. Manhattan has been disguised as Martian Manhunter, who we haven't seen, whatever. But, yeah, I actually thought that at this point I mean, at the end. he's disguised as Mr. Biscuits? Yeah, yeah. And, we're, yeah, we're going to have to see. I, I'm the only one, I think, that hates Mr. Biscuits now. Yeah, but, you are. Uh, we're going to have to see because you do have where uh, the – Tim Drake of tomorrow says, you know what? We weren't the only prisoners in this place. I was fully expecting to see more than just a doomsday. I'm hoping that it does turn around and we see, say, a booster gold. Or I'm we see, you, like, my mind, I want a bunch of people. The entire 6A is full of Tim Drakes in my That's, mind. I want to see a bunch of things. I don't – I hope it's not just like, – especially, we better see prophecy. And he may not be in that wing, but we better see something. If we just see – you know, you have doomsday, they fight and get out. You need somebody, and this is what I was saying like way back when I was arguing with Brett about things and discussing. You still need somebody. Yes, the the place here sh- does have a teleportation device, it seems, unless that's what Jarrell can now do on his own. I don't know if but, his staff is doing this Well, that's or what, what I'm saying. If that's not the case, you do need somebody who can get them out of there. You need yeah. a character that can get them for wherever they are. Almost, it's sort of been spelled out that they're kind of out of place and time here. You Possibly need somebody too, yeah. who can do this. And also, it does spell out too, you know, not to discount the fact that if in fact this is legitimately a future Tim Drake, it's not the one from Batman Beyond that we no, thought maybe that would be. No, it's me because freaking yeah. he just disappeared. Yeah, and so if that's Along the case, the same time as Tim Drake got. Pe- yeah. Out of goddamn time this, space. this throws a little bit more into the what the fuck is this Jarrell Mr. Oz doing if he not only can just grab people from there. We saw he grabbed Prophecy who was in the multiverse going yeah. around. Now he can seem to go through time as well. So is this the Tim Drake from this present timeline's future or is this the Tim Drake from another multiverse future? Who knows? We're going to have to see. But this does throw in a little bit extra thing that Mr. Oz Jarrell can do. I, I refuse to believe it's still Jarrell, but I don't know. I, I, I'm tell starting you, I to don't want to believe be. it either. It just does not make I any sense I don't want to believe me. it, but I do think that's they're just going to play it very close with that and, and go with it. But we'll see. Uh, but Eric, I gave this I actually it's weird because I said that I did I love the idea of finding out what that I Mr. Oz Jarrell whatever 
I like the idea of this future Tim Drake, and I want to see what is going on with him. And I think it does lead to a pretty cool story with two Tim Drakes going around, but I hope there's more. I gave it a 7-3. I may have gone a little high, actually, now that we're talking about it. The Tim Drake art is awful. The other bits of art are good. Yeah, Tim I don't Drake, anything else except Tim Drake, Tim he looks like a lunatic. Face. He looks like he's jokerized in half yeah. of this book, and it just comes off. I... Thought that I was going to care more about this change of the background, the origin of Tim Drake, but I have to go with it. I said, no, I'm telling you, I'm right there with you. The thing is, as much as I love continuity, if this is what they're saying is going on, I have to go with it because me bitching about the goddamn thing is not going to make a big difference. And you know what? This is closer to what I grew up with. You mean, so- Eric, you're not the continuity kid here that should go to bed with baby dark side? Is that you're not that, huh? <laughs> I don't want to upset you. Go on. What, what, Getting so angry. Go on. Church. Yeah, well, Fucking again, uh, this is this is the Patreon, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, they, uh, the people were throwing shade at Eric this week on a podcast. He he took it offense to that. But I'm gonna go. fucking burn their houses down. Yes, yes. But no, uh, I'm going. I. This is what they're giving me. I have to go with it. Yes, it irks me that we're going to change up continuities out of nowhere for no real reason, yeah. except for that you know nobody liked the new Fifty Two Tim Drake, and if that's what it takes to get people back on the Tim Drake yeah. rally, because I was off myself, I'll go with this. It's just, it's just kind of willy nilly is what bothers me. I know me. Like, it is picking but, and choosing. The but whole I think thing. you're like, right because here's the thing: if people say to me, I'm telling you, somebody on the street uh, somehow recognizes. <laughs> Famous Jim Warner comes up to me and says, hey, aren't you that guy Eric Shea? Of course I am. And he says, hey, uh, I'm reading this medal. You think it's worth it to go back and read the Court of Owls story? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a really good story anyway. I think that you'd enjoy it. Go back and read it. And then somebody says, hey, uh, by the way, I'm also reading Detective Comics, and I hear Tim Drake's coming back. Should I go and read all the Teen Titans and the New 52? Absolutely not. No, don't do it. Don't do it. You'll enjoy this more. Forget about that. So to to go with a, a origin and tweak it a little, I, I can't blame them. I, exactly. I really can't because people, they don't want to go back to the Teen Titans book where no. it is what you really got the most Tim Drake on. Don't, don't send people non- back that there. That nonsensical goddamn origin for the freaking Teen Titans, though, it's like – I was putting like Tim Drake's not his real name and his parents yeah. are in witness yeah. protection. It it's bothered crazy. me for it's so crazy. long, but whatever. This is still the smart Tim Drake. He's a capable Tim Drake, and he's a likable Tim Drake, except for that jerk off face that Eddie Barrow draws him in. Yeah, I, and I, I like Eddie Barrow's art. He cannot so do draw I. Tim Drake. I not don't know what all. he's going with. It's but a honestly, weird decision. I'm the opposite of you, where I could actually give a fuck less about this Tim Drake battle. I think that it's a cool deal. Now, again, I don't know how you go from here. Like, again, like I said, where I think Jason is going to die at the end of the Wonder Woman story. I can't see a future Tim Drake sticking around. I I really can't. So I think that he's, you know, he's got a shelf life for him. Who else is here? There's not other versions of who else is here. But that's the thing. I I don't know who else is going to be there. But having this connection to fucking yeah. Jor-El. This, now we're going to have multiple Tim Drakes. He's that important. Yeah, I and just I think there'll why. be just this one. I don't think there's going to be others. Because really, six six A corridor in my mind is just going to be four. Yeah, Tim again Drakes. though, what what is the next Tim Drake? Unless you're going multiversal Tim Drakes, where all of a sudden you have a Fishman Tim Drake. I mean, what are you going to have? You got the Batman Beyond Tim Drake. Yeah, but even that people won't know about, and then you'd have no. to explain it. Just saying, I'm the Tim Drake from tomorrow. Just to me, is a generic way to say that's the future Tim Drake. Then all of a sudden you have the Batman Beyond Tim Drake. That makes no goddamn sense. Then what are you going to have? Nope. The 15 year old Tim Drake, the 14 year old, the Tim. Drake Drake that likes to draw, the Tim Drake that ends up being 300 pounds. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's uh, I'm telling you, it, it would be very odd to spell out now. It's also, just odd that you have to spell out this corridor six A and Tim saying, "Hey, that's weird. That's the one I was." Oh, in. I know, it, it is weird, but yeah, but also here's the thing: Doomsday was there too, so it's not just Tim Drake's. He was I can't in that say that Doomsday well. was in corridor six A. I, think I, I got the idea. A shitload of walls to get there. Yeah, I just I thought that they're all in it. I just think that that's there's one corridor. All they things. have is a corridor six A. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think that that's all it is. <laughs> the the, the but, five, uh, all the other ones, they were shut down. They they got shut no, down. I, OSHA, you, OSHA shut them I, down. I am happy to get fucking moving though with this whole Mister Oz thing and all the secrets being revealed. So this is a step in the right direction yeah. in my mind. So even with that and Eddie Barrows jerk off Tim Drake faces, I would give us a six point eight out of ten. Yeah, I think that I think that if I went back now, I, I give it a seven three. I think that I would probably have gone down to a between a six five, probably like you said a six eight. Uh, because as I'm going, but I I, I like the way he draws Batman. It looks kick ass. Uh, so I just like hey, when he's badass. like he uh, there's Tim and and then Batman's like. You need to be quiet now. And then Tim just keeps talking. Hey, you're using a gun. That's wrong, Batman would never. Right and wrong are subjective. Where's this quiet? Hey, you now – and also the fact that it is a weird thing. I know that Doomsday is going nuts to be drawn to them seems odd, though. I it think does. That, I think that maybe – it's weird because you've already had Jarrell's gone, so there's you know yeah. maybe this no is going to lead to through. me guessing, Jim Warner guessing, fucking Doomsday runs right by them, starts smashing Superboy Prime. He goes in because he's going to go after a Kryptonian. He's going to sense a at least, and if it's not Superboy Prime, which would be odd in this Con book. L. Yeah, yes, I I think that. It's going to be some sort of Kryptonian that he's going to push them aside and go into, and then they're going to find him. We'll see. We will see. That, is, that is a crazy. That is a crazy deal for me. Which because, would be yeah. really weird to freaking do this whole revised Tim Drake backstory and then bring Connell back. I know. I'm just, but then you, you know you have that. But the 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 thing being though is if you think. That a Batman with a revised gun, because he spells out that's the gun that killed Thomas yeah. and Martha, revised. Well, you think this revised gun and just the regular Tim Drake are going to defeat Absolutely Doomsday? Not. You are out of your mind. There is no and way that, that is happening. That we have Tim Drake, who is like this master of freaking you know, computer technology yeah. and all this advanced science. He is just Batman with a rebuilt gun, and that's all he is. I'm like, yeah. if you're if you were Tim Drake and you one day become Batman, you would almost in my mind become like an Azrael Batman. Yeah, so you would. Thing, to me, would that's what it would be. To make It'd it be better. fully full out tech. You'd have exactly. almost like a a yeah, like a Batwing type suit and yeah. things like that, and all sorts of gadgets. We'll see. Maybe he does. Maybe he has some other things. We're, we're gonna see how that plays out. Uh, but again, we Which don't know if too, this is this timeline Drake too. Robin and his in his normal Robin costume, so he could have revamped that. But yeah. I hated that new Fifty Two Robin costume yeah. so much. Yeah. Action Comics number nine eighty eight, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Ryan Sook, Hi Fi, and Rob Lee. In this issue, we see how Jor-El survived Krypton and that he was transported to Earth and cared for by a family in a war-torn village. That is, until Jor-El stole some food for the family from a warlord, and the youngest son of that family turned him in, leading to the warlord getting the boy to murder his family. After that, Jor-El is transported away again, where he is forced to watch atrocities of mankind, all kinds of robot chicken style. Yes, clockwork orange style, I say, Eric, because I'm pretentious. Fine. Pretentious. It's a good play. wait. Yes. That's yeah. all right, Slick. Here we go. Jorel. I have some theories there. And, and my Ooh. theory gets thrown apart somewhat 
Then I will blow your mind. I will blow your little mind, Eric Shea. <laughs> well, that's my mind got to be a little. Who? Because, yeah, I don't know. You've got a big freaking noggin, so maybe maybe an inside there. P-Brain, they call you. P-Brain, Shay. Like a bunch of water. Ah, uh, yes, here we go. Because uh, all of this going in Action Comics uh, from last issues reveal of it being Jarrell, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, me and you both. It's not even that me and you have inside info. It's not no. even like we have. I do have a little theory. And my theory, again, it was shot down by Matt. And then I, I got a little caveat that I'm going to show you. But uh, it's that we don't want it to be. That, no, that's I basically really it. don't want it to be yes. Jarrell. It's not that we think like, yeah, uh, you go back and think of all the things that Mr. Oz has done and hasn't done since he even showed up in the New 52 with the uh, Jeff Johnson, John Romita uh, deal when he kind of was revealed there, his origin or whatever it would be, his first appearance. And, yeah, things don't line up very well. And it's almost like a mixy situation. There's a lot of this going on, especially in Rebirth. Uh, The problem is because a lot of this is going on, I can't say that I have looked back and say, well, Herrick, I saw this happen. Like, I'll go right away. When he first appeared, when John Romita drew him, I'm pretty sure that I've looked and that fucked up eye wasn't fucked up. You, you can right. see both eyes at one point. I'm not going to go with that because no, yeah, anyway. things change. And, and things change. And the worst thing about it is all anybody has to do is say Superman Reborn and then I have to shut my mouth because exactly. that really – yeah. Reborn changed so much. Yeah, you, you never know what it did or didn't change. But this kind of this issue going through this, it really does push the fact that if it isn't Jarrell, they really want you to think he is. Because even Superman doesn't believe it. So we're right there with Superman. Like, yeah. you can't be. You're a liar. So I'm telling you, that's and, why I like the opening like, pages yeah. of this issue. It's just super, like a full page of Superman. Liar. liar. I'm like, liar. Speaking for me, Superman. Yeah, and, right. I think, and I think that's the thing that they're going with. Uh, and because of that, I think it's thrown in there so that either we relax and say, okay, it is whatever they're they're going at, but really all this is is a Jarrell, not a Jarrell origin story, but a Mister Oz origin story, pretty much, or what happened yeah. after Superman left Krypton, and he goes and, and a you little have, bit before for some reason. Well, yeah, That's yeah, the you thing see that throws that. me off the most is it, that we have to spend so much time. It's not a lot of time, but no, it's it enough isn't. to make me curious because we have to well, talk about Superman's grandfather on his yes. mother's side, Lorvan, and yes. how you know he put it in all these millions of dollars for. Jarrell's research to save Krypton, and once he found out that Jarrell had been working on a freaking space arc to get everybody off planet, how dare you? This knowledge is forbidden. You're a piece of shit. Fuck off. Now, a lot of people are saying that uh, boy, the way that Jarrell, because Jarrell says, listen, I'm going to show you a little past. We're going to have a history lesson. It's funny because Superman, how many times he's used these crystal, he still has to be told every time, listen, you're not really going to be there. This has happened multiple times in the past year. Well, he has to be remembered because the last time we dealt with this little like yes. recap of Superman, which I thought was weird in Action Comics before where he was looking at the crystal flight, it yep. was after Superman Reborn to see if anything yeah. had changed that he to could see realize. if anything had changed. And like the dialogue He's an idiot. Was so bad. Like, is this going on? No, God damn it. It's yeah, not. And, it's so, and we got so mad then. So when Jarrell says to him, listen, we're not really going to be there. We're just going to see things. I was like, yep. He's like, among their many your experiences, memories, as well as mine. He gets the crystals out, which I, actually, I've that watched throws my son me off. for so long now. I know yeah, he's he a knows. dummy. 
And he does. I, I forget when he says it, but he's like, listen, we're just going to be there. Our consciousness will be inserted into our archived history is what he says. Now, the thing that gets me, though, is he takes these crys- this crystal out of just the general population of the crystals. Uh, is it anything that Superman can't access those because they're not his archives? Because it seems like at some point he probably – you would think he's watched almost he's everything all there. all of them in my That's mind. That's what I mean. I he should have seen this. Something- I'm telling you, I don't know Kryptonian, not like, like you know, freaking technology like Dick. I mean, uh, Tim Drake seems to yeah. know in freaking Detective Comics this week. But maybe it has to do with, you know, a DNA lock. You pick that's up what I thought. You're a certain person. You yeah, put I'm it in, not now sure. You access new freaking back. And that's shit. the only thing, know. because when he does say that and I see him grab this. First off, I thought, boy, if it was a ruse, this would be something where we'd see him kind of pulling something out of a little satchel and pretending yeah. it's there. You know what I mean? I know how to cheat when well, I play Monopoly. Say, this say is I how I do it. Like a random crystal. I'm Mr. Raj, Jurel, as you like. I want everybody yeah. to think at this point. I pick up a random crystal. I put it in the goddamn slot to activist. I don't know what Mr. Oz's powers are. He seems to be able to do whatever That's he wants true. at any given yeah, time. But so you how would am have I to, to say that I can't project what I want to project? You would think that you'd have a tell, a little bit of a tell for people, but maybe not. They don't want to reveal things. Now, the yeah, big thing that know. people are sticking with, which I think is something, is where Superman says, listen, Calix. Tell me if this is actually Jarrell. And then Jarrell out of nowhere is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you know, you may be able to talk to him or whatever, but I'm the one who made him. So he listens to me first. And then yeah. if I tell him, that's really odd. It's really odd for that to suddenly be like the protocol when Jarrell just happens to show up. Like, what And then what we have this affect- Vaughn later yes. on in that flashback and Vaughn says, you know, he may have created you, but I put in the money. To, I like, put in you the know, money. Like, you and know, Kalex to listens to you. him. So you listen to me, Kalex. Yes. There's a lot of freaking different protocols yes there is a lot of protocols and kalex is the thing now as you go here the big tell or the big kind of thing that i think and this is what i'm going to blow your mind Uh, is that you have uh you know his grandfather who has green eyes they're very pronounced very pronounced green eyes jarrell has blue you even see it in the one page where you have uh uh like i funded your development so you will respond to my commands erased all this he's telling to calyx and calyx says done you see those green eyes and then two panels later you see superman and Jarrell there with the blue eyes. So yes. th- that's pretty much everybody's been like, oh, I thought it was going to be Larvon, but it can't be. They don't have the same colored eyes. But there's a weird deal. You look at the variant cover, and I rarely look at variant covers. Jarrell on the variant cover has green eyes. And I don't know if it was something that they pulled back, but he is on it, the, the variant cover is him looking at all these pictures of Superman, all right, these right. things, and he has full out one green eye. And I don't know if that was just a mistake, but it's very odd to me is that odd. that is the case when it's very pronounced through here where you even see even, close even the ups. Thing, though, where we had this whole like say the revelation is correct. Like you I think on it's Larvon here. And it's Lorvon that does nothing for me. The only thing it does – no, it doesn't do anything for me, but they are really putting out Larvon as an asshole. Yeah. He's really being stressed here as being an asshole and somebody who's controlling, somebody who this or that. And the other thing it does – if you tell me it's Larvon and it's not Jarrell, then I'll say, you know what? I can see it, I guess, but you know what it gets me to? 
okay, now Jarrell is, is out of the, you know, he's not a shit fucking asshole. And nobody yeah, wants Jarrell. Yeah. Nobody wants Jarrell to be an asshole. So if no. you make it if you make it Superman's grandfather, you've already set it up now that he's an asshole. So it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't change that. It's not no, like it, a it holy shit. anything really. Like, there's no It only takes Jarrell out of it. Brand and the whole, no. like, you know, the Watchmen connection we're all, like, struggling with right now, waiting for Doomsday Clock to come out. I'm like, Lord Vaughn being Mr. Oz, uh, nothing. It, well, it's the it, same like as I Jarell said, in my mind. it's nothing. But then you can you can have him be killed. Nobody will care. You can make him a dick. Nobody will care. So you can do a lot of other things. If it's actually Jarrell, Jarrell hating the humans and wanting to get out, it just doesn't even seem like Jarrell. Jarell, it doesn't bother me. As long as it's not Jonathan Kent, I'm okay. Yeah, like, well, Jarell's it doesn't been seem dead like it's all that. this time and all this continuity kind of thing. Him being alive and happening to be a heel, I'm like, eh. No, right, and whatever. all of this, it, it, who, like you said, it, it doesn't really – you don't care either way, do you? It, no. it doesn't matter, but he shows his basic history You make is, him Osmodeus, you're going to blow me away then. Okay, yeah, now we're yeah. back on track with where I thought we were going. Yeah, I actually – here's the thing that I want to know because they're doing this all. Where is Superman going to say, okay – you know what, Dad? I, I get it. I see. Because as you go on, you see that he actually was saved, plucked out by who you would think would be Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, with possibly. the blue energy we've been yeah, seeing. Yeah, the blue energy, and he didn't die, though. It was like it was like getting snatched out like Tim Drake, right? As he was going to die, he got snatched yeah. out, saved, and put away, which does go well into what we just talked about in Detective, where Jarrell told Tim, hey, I was a prisoner like you at first, you know that. So that actually jives pretty well. But then you continue where he then was thrown onto Earth, and it seems like he thinks that whoever was this him uh, had wanted to Captain show Chaos? him how bad humanity was, how how bad everybody was here, uh, because he ended up in an African war torn you know village where these uh, these people, these villagers, took care of him because the mother was good, but in the in the long run, they ended up having these gorillas come, and this kid sells him out because it, when See, they're going. Also, before we get into that, talking about like different things that this story may or may not have to add to revelations. We, our big concern last time we saw at the reveal of Jarrell is when Jarrell went up to Metallo, killed him by taking the kryptonite heart out. Yeah. But like, we were wondering why wouldn't this affect Jarrell with the whole Kryptonian aspect? Is it that the staff was keeping yeah. it like contained or whatever? But here we see that when Jarrell actually fell to Earth when he was plucked out, a bunch of kryptonite was yeah. fucking flung into his body. So these, this family that has taken him in on Earth are, are taking, taking it out. And freaking, you saw that the one where they're actually taking it out of his eye. That's why his eyes all messed yep, up and kind of green looking. So like, of that. would this maybe give him like a resistance to kryptonite? Because, because it's, it's all kind like, of you know, part of him, now. him kind of? I maybe. don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, and, and through this, he's confused about why he's there, but he's learning about things. But yeah, the, the big thing that I was leading to is after all this, and we'll go into it in a little more detail, but after all this, why is it at any point, like, where's this Mr. Oz name come from? <laughs> I don't know. I want to know. And is it going to be one of those, it was like Stockholm Syndrome, that it wasn't actually Dr. Manhattan that got him, but it was Osmondeus, and he kind of took that name. He's taking it back to himself, Eric. I, I don't get it. The whole Mr. Oz is, name. Is he I, the man behind the curtain? I don't I know did. what's going on. I think on. that the whole thing, uh, to me, is that's just going to be pushed aside, that whole name, and it's just going to be what it was for a while. And, it, and that, it turned that's one into of the this. problems we're talking about, this whole African war-torn village and the fact, you know, he was cared for until he saw all these atrocities yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. 
my biggest problem with this issue is that we are never given a timeline event. So like, no. did he was he plucked out of the Krypton's destruction and immediately put on Earth? Well, like he, he says there, at like, the one point he was thinking that, or I was thinking the whole time, are you dealing with the same stuff that I am at this moment? So I do believe that it's around the same well, time. Yeah, but I'm saying, how does he know whether he was plucked in the right time or not? Like, was he transported immediately to Earth from Krypton's destruction? Was he there after the fact, like to lead up to the point where he would become Mr. Oz in like a few months or something like that? leading into all of the Mr. Oz stuff. Well, it's, he got plucked here, and then the Mr. Oz stuff I don't think is happening at this point. It's after he gets plucked out again and then is taken with all oh, of those monitors and things. Oh, I understand that. I just don't know the things. timeline. Like, yeah, I think you're supposed to just – I think uh, you're supposed like, to take it as the same time. I, I, I really like it better if when we saw him plucked and brought to Earth – that his hair was still at least black or something like that. Yeah, the one side is burned off, and then we can see that now that it's white, it's from the like you know the many years he has spent just watching Earth and all this other stuff. Because it being white immediately, like, I have no frame of reference or a timeline. I at mean, all number here. one, you would have to have it. I mean, at the least, this is like what what day? What date do you think that he had? The, you know, the weapons that these kid that this war torn village has, and the and the clothes and things like that make it seem like at the latest this was in the nineties that he was. Right. I don't see it's not like it, it you know you see that there's you know antiquated things and stuff like that it all looks pretty modern like, to I me. just would have liked him to say something like you know I spent 30 years or so or something whatever amount of time it is you know because he's if he's been here the entire time that Clark's been here or if he was just you know sent to the future like Clark is a teenager at this time I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but he wouldn't know either, I guess. I know. Because he's just there. But, I mean, the progression of it, to me, makes it seem as if he is fucked up and thrown right after the destruction right there. He still has all that shit in him. He looks exactly the same. But, again, he could have been in stasis, like you're saying. But it looks like I think they're playing with the whole thing is that Clark landed in Kansas, and then here he landed in Africa in the worst place possible, where right. Clark had you know a good upbringing. This this isn't the greatest thing. Yeah, and all Jarelsies is the atrocities of mankind, no kind. Well, yeah, you know, but it's weird though. He had kindness, which just turns terrible. Well, he had kindness, and for the most part, you know, the, the majority. If he's going and counting on his fingers, the majority of the people that he ended up with were pretty decent to him. Yeah. I mean, these people, even if they let him stay there for two weeks, that is better than most would have done. I mean, they Agreed. grabbed a guy that they have no idea who it is, why he's there. They actually cared for him they tried to keep him away from these you know these warlords got uh, but then he wanted to return the favor and he went because they were starving these these uh, gorillas came and took this family's food they're starving they have no food took the food so he figured he's going to pay them back by going to this warlord's uh, you know camp and stealing food back for them it just i wish there and was their more bastard little boy went and turned them yeah in. and i wish there was more to it than just him going i i actually wish there was something like a saturn girl where she went thinking oh you know, food's free. Everybody can get it. I wish there was something that led him because he's doing this. He should know that there's repercussions. He should yeah. know that if you do this, you know, shit's going to go wrong. And well, it does. the thing is, for the most part, I don't I think everything would have been all right. For well, the it's because that, that kid, little boy but, hadn't turned him in. Yeah, and really, that's the whole thing. It seems like Mr. Oz's origin is this little boy turned him in. That's it. 
that that's all it is at this point. And then because- watch this warlord told the little boy, all right, look, now you can yeah. make everything right. You can come hang with me and be powerful like all these other men here. You just got to take this gun and kill your family now. Yeah, and kill all the traitors, and the traitors are his family. Yeah, the guy actually puts his finger on the trigger. You see him yeah, grabbing yeah. the gun and, and pulling the trigger as the kid does it. But, yeah, the kid's done. It's funny, too, after – not funny, but after they kill – he kills the family. You don't see that kid again. I, nope. You see him when uh, – actually, when Jarrell is there yelling, but those guys have abandoned him. They're gone. Yeah, they're never – that kid's dead. Uh, but, yeah, at the point where they're going to kill Jarrell as well – and they come over to him, put the gun to his head, and that's when he freaks out. And he says, I don't know if it was being in the sunlight or if it was, you know, this mysterious guy in the background of everything. Did he let my powers come to be then? But he went off. He, he freaking heat vision all these fried guys. everybody. Yeah, fried everybody. And, you know, that's where uh, you have Jarrell keeps talking to him. And that's where Superman says, listen, that doesn't represent all of humanity. And Jarrell just doesn't want any parts of it. He's like, like, you know what? I don't need to hear it from you. This is the sort of talk before I had on Krypton. I said Krypton was going to be destroyed. We're, we're killing Krypton itself. And they laughed at me. You know what? Fuck this. I, he's not going to sit back anymore no. and, and let shit happen. It's just that he's way over the top because then he says, you know, that wasn't it. I also went all robot chicken. And, where, <laughs> and this seems to be in where... Mr. Oz ended up because he says even at one point, you know, I was out of time and things like that. And I was just sitting there watching the histories of man, the end, never ending cascade of heinous atrocities, one after the other. And yeah, he's just seeing the worst things. And then he came to the realization, you know what? Earth does not deserve Superman. Superman is a man of hope, a man, uh, you know, who will do the right thing. These people keep fucking up. Now, I wish that this was, yeah, you see him and he's watching Nazi shit and, you know, the atomic bomb. I actually wish they would have been showing him just the amount amount of things where Superman has fixed something and then the next panel is when the people just fuck up again because that yeah. really is what keeps happening. Nothing and, changes even with this brightness of hope that's coming. Yeah. Like you're making everything all right. Mankind always goes back to their goddamn base instincts and destroys. Yeah. And so he just says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I sent you here. They didn't deserve you. I made a mistake. Uh, I shouldn't have sent you here. And let this planet just go to hell itself because you know what? Me and you are getting the hell out of here. And Pack he says, your I'm, shit, boy. We're going yeah, and he road says, trip. I'm We're taking out. you away from here forever. And I think that the main thing that bothers me to the point – I'll tell you. The gray hair bothers me. There's yeah. no explanation of that to show up. And again, uh, the his grandfather's hair is completely gray sure at the is. point, so it matches up. And so when you do this, he does seem to kind of forget about John and Lois. Not Superman, yep. but but Jarrell. You know, he's like, I'm just gonna take you out of here. Seems like that's his only concern. Also, you know, you can kind of but wrap it around. Into the, as we saw into the lead up though, for a bunch of issues before he like he came out and said, I'm Jarrell, mm-hmm. we saw that he did care about, you know, he Clark's did. wife and son. Yeah. He was like freaking whispering sweet nothings in the John's ear to freaking help him out and shit like that. Yeah. So I would say that he does care about I bet you he doesn't care about Lois. I bet you that's going to be the tell. I think he's going to care. He's going to be. I, I just he's hope be he doesn't. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't end up being another Eradicator slash Zod, who is just 
concern with bringing Krypton back. I don't. We don't need that. God, We've already seen that enough in Rebirth, and that seems like you kind of go in that way a little. I hope it doesn't go that way. I don't think it will fully because I don't think Superman's going to believe him or go with it. Uh, it's just odd, and and it's odd at the end when you think about you know okay if this is really Jarrell, all the things that led up to this. There's also that whole thing of him being stuck, and this goes back to what we just talked about in Detective, where he seems to say I was a prisoner in in this you know fortress or prison where they were. Uh, you know where does it go from step one to step five where he yeah, gets out, and then not only gets out. But seems to stay there as like his base. It, it and just then doesn't jive. Up and starts watching everybody in the yeah, present. It just doesn't jive people out of time. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't jive. I mean, maybe we'll find out legitimately it is Jarrell or you know Larzan or whoever it is that maybe he's made a deal with with whoever did capture him. And that if that's the case, I don't think that it would be a Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan doesn't have to make deals. That no. would be a, more of an Osmondeus thing and and you know in fact you'd end up wrapping it around that you have Osmondeus and then you have the agents of Oz which he would be the number one Jarrell instead right. of him really being Mr. Oz he's just the the figurehead at this moment I don't know I, I really don't know this issue was okay he's the decoy he's like freaking almost that's like what I'm saying yes. decoy he's got a thing yeah. they just stand in like oh they're like I'm Mr. Oz when actually this guy behind me is Mr. Oz that's yeah that I think that that may be, or maybe he's been convinced of what he is, or who, who knows. But I don't the, know. the thing, the thing about an issue like this is that if it ends up that it's Jarrell, and this is a hundred percent, we're not being fooled, whatever, and it's Jarrell, then I'll say, okay, this was decent enough. We see his motivations. We see this. If we get the rug pulled out from under us five issues from now, then this issue becomes null and void. If this yeah. isn't true, what we just saw, then it, then we have a wasted issue that's just here to fool us. I don't like being fooled like that, Eric. I, no, I no. don't need that. I, I'm dumb as uh, – you know, by myself. So it's a weird one. This is another one that's weird to rate. Uh, but what did you give it? I gave this a 6 out of 10. I enjoyed the art actually a lot, and I really liked the colors. But the flashback stuff is what really shined in my mind yeah. for some reason. Like the, the just the grittiness, like the change in like the way that everything looked from like where we are in the Fortress of Solitude. I actually really appreciated that change. I always like when the flashbacks look different than the actual you know, present-day yeah, stuff. Yeah, I do too. But um, I, there's just not a lot going on this issue though like we have mr oz or jarell whatever you want to call him he shows up he has one you know bad incidence and then he's plucked away again and we're like yeah. forced to watch tv and i'm telling you i would really like a timeline of this but i enjoyed the issue enough i i want to know what's going on with jarell or mr oz or whatever but i'm so i'm still intrigued in what's going on but i couldn't give it more than a six out of ten for what we got with this issue yeah i'm gonna say like a six five i did like the art i like the i i like the fact too that when every time you see Superman, it's like the classic, like he looks so like strong and stoic. Yeah. Like, it is such a classic Superman. And I, I think that the art, I like the flashback art as well. I like the flashback story. Again, like I said, if it ends up being the legit deal and this is the start, I'll tell you, he's a little crazy. You know, he's a little nuts because not a lot. Superman should probably, they should do that walkabout. He should actually take him in the RV. And take Jarrell around, show him the good things. I you know, swear he, to God, if that's what happens, I he would can get them all. I sleep. think that they they took that vacation just a month too early. They need to take it now with Jarrell. But I, I wish that at this point, you know, Superman, Superman, he really can say like, you know, I'm not going. I no. know that we've seen Mister Oz having home. some crazy ass abilities. 
Uh, but yeah, I wish Superman just says, you know, yeah, no, I'm not leaving. From what we know so far, there's nothing to say that he just doesn't pluck Superman, Lois, That's and John out of exi- yeah, existence. In two seconds from now, he snaps a finger and they're gone. So, yeah. you know, at least he's kind of giving him, I mean, he's not giving him an option, he's telling him, but at least he's giving him a little foreshadowing about what they're going to do, but, you yeah. know, a little warning. But yeah, uh, I'd give it a 6.5 because of the art mainly, and if it does end up being a legit deal, I do like that idea though i don't think it was really stressed like i wouldn't have went to the whole thing humanity's horrible because one kid sold out you know his family in jarell and then he watched tv which uh, you know a lot of the stuff unfortunately you know i've seen everything that you know is on those screens i've seen documentaries i've seen the history channel i've seen things read things that doesn't make me completely give up on humanity so we'll see what's going on but we're going to go off to our next book nightwing the New Order, number two, written by Ooh. Kyle Higgins, art by Trevor McCarthy, Clayton Kells, and Dean White. Kyle Higgins continues the story this month by showing us more of this world's conflicted past and how it is all hitting Dick Grayson right in the chops concerning his son, Jake. Dick is a hypocrite, but I like that we see that the love of his son trumps all, and I'm wondering what lengths he will go to now that the shit has really hit the fan, Eric Shea. I don't care about him. He's a dirty hypocrite. He is a hypocrite. But if you're going to be a hypocrite, the love of your son. It's funny, too, because that sort of, you know, hypocrite deal, uh, it didn't save Starfire. Back no, in the saying, day. What about the, what about the <laughs> love of a good Tamaranian fucking woman? Yeah, hey, he didn't care. Also, it's weird. Uh, you don't really get – you get a weird concept of what's going on with when when Jake was born because he was not born yet, it seemed, nope. when they kind of took all the powers away. So I, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm saying that's like, like Jake's out. mother, I thought like you know Starfire wasn't able to have her powers taken away and she was put on stasis. Well, she would have been, but at some point she had to give birth to jake and he says when you see her i wasn't born yet you know when you see her getting taken down so who knows who knows when if he was born while she was in stasis and that's possible i don't know how the stasis is but it's very odd to the point where maybe they desperately tried to get her powers away and obviously you would think that you know dick was hoping and praying that jake would never have those yeah it, it's kind of weird at this point thinking that he just kind of let it go and and wasn't checking. You know, to me, you would go because at the end of this issue, which is a very quick issue. I mean, oh, this yeah, is a very, very quick moving issue. But it seems like Dick Grayson's one of his most trusted guys is a Mr. Terrific. And he goes to talk to Mr. Terrific about these powers. I don't know. I think I'd have Jake going like once every three months for a little like checkup. That, like that is his like freaking, you know, physical checkup like every six oh, months. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're go- we're yes. going to Mr. Terrific's place. Yeah, we're going to go to – and not even tell him why. Um, it's like, yeah, hey, Dad, yeah, Dad, why don't we go to Dr. – you know, some other doctor? Why do we go to Dr. Terrific? Because he's terrific, son. Yeah, uh, okay, that makes but sense. I thought his name was Hope. No, it's yeah. Terrific, son. No, no, Terrific, son. T-Spheres. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you see a thing where it's more of Jake's – doing the background the narration and i really do like the art here it's kind of like a storybook even as the way it's told i like and, it except for one goddamn thing for like it's like you know individual panels we see superman ship coming to earth and then we see another one where you know the kents find superman and then it's just one panel for bruce and one for barry actually it looks like wally yeah. but thing is 
where the ship has crashed. I'm like, what are these mountains and fucking desert terrain? Yeah, it's supposed I to be know. Kansas. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll find out something different because Maybe. of the fact that, you know, I don't know. To me, that looks like Area 51 for some reason. I know. Reason, that's but... the thing. Is, I'm like, they're supposed to find them in Kansas. What is all this shit? Again, is, like is, this, is that a little hint just to make sure you realize this is an Elseworlds story? Because it I is. Guess. It's not in continuity. So you, you can go with it for whatever it is. But, yeah, he says, and he says, with rare exception, the, the world doesn't change overnight. Uh, but with rare exception, sometimes it does. And they're showing, like you said, there's the Flash, Superman, Batman type deal. And I have to and, say, and, the thing is, the Flash threw me off, too, because I'm like, okay, there's Barry. I'm like, but he's got red hair. Is that supposed to be Wally trying to It might to be Wally. It might be Wally because we said we're waiting to see Wally. Wally is out and about. He's yeah. the one of the resistance, the resistance it seems. Yeah. So we're waiting to see. So you have that. Uh, but then it goes to the, you know, and then everybody, you wake up one day, everybody has superpowers. And then we see this face-off between villains and superheroes that ended up and being that Metropolis like deal. This, the big yeah. spread page where it's, you know, good versus evil coming together like the freaking Legion of Doom versus yep. the Super Friends. I love that. And what this is kind of getting about, too, this actually leads into a little, like, you could even throw Gotham and Gotham Girl into there. Because then it says, you know, the superpowers started spreading. People wanted protection from heroes, villains, their scary neighbors, you know, from anything they were afraid of. And it does seem at a point in this, people might have even been manufacturing superpowers. You do see where you have vials all set up, and then you see what appears to be just regular guys. Like, there's a car crash, and two guys are going to go at it both with superpowers there's not like a oh my god that's him and you know oh this that's really lex luther like back in the day when lex luther made the i think it was called the everyman project okay where he was yeah that's what it would be like yeah so it, it's more i like this i like that it's giving you a little more that it's not just you know there's dick grayson it's not just he was against superman or wonder woman or batman no, a lot shit of shit was, was going, going down shit was going bad and at this point you know you even had two sides protesting you know no more power Nothing super about murder. And then the other powers don't kill, save us. So there's the people who want powers, you know, powered beings to be taken away. Those that think they're there to save them and they're, they're clashing. But then it says the big thing, Metropolis changed it all. And it looks like it's just a battle royale going, including Doomsday. I, I is know. There. Doomsday's the one that throws me off the most. Like, crazy. Yeah, he's a bad guy, but he wouldn't be on he the side. He wouldn't be on side. the he side. Would everyone. And, and what I love is that first page where you said you love those spread pages I where you it. have. And I love that they match up hero the villain so you can right. see you're like oh there you go except like who who are we gonna get cyborg yeah martian manhunter looks like eclipso you have you know sinestro and Hal. you have cyborg who is cyborg fighting because i don't recognize that uh, you know m- machine guy there that's the only one that i didn't recognize Do it you looks see? like a dark cyborg honestly okay, like yeah, freaking yeah. Like a that's basically what cyborg. i thought I... it's like so bad because they don't have anything but i mean you get pretty down to the deal, gentlemen. Ghost have to against. Say it's okay, like, well then that the would be that would heart, make though. sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a weird one. But you even have gentlemen ghost against Hawkman and Hulk. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, it really is. Uh, what I like and though. And if you look really close, there you see the atom going up against Gigana. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's awesome. Yeah, if you look, there's it's so cool. Now, I don't know if this is played up as anything where you get that first panel and you're like, okay, everything's right. You know, you have Flash. He's going to fight Grodd. When they actually are fighting and this Metropolis, Metropolis, everything changed, 
people there's a couple are going against who they would normally fight and i don't know if that's kind of the deal like you have flash punching giganta at that point you right. have you know crazy stuff also all of a sudden looks like it's john stewart green lantern and that's a little odd and it looks like shazam's going against doomsday i just thought it was kind of cool that they're you know everybody's oh, just yeah. fighting everyone into a, a for all at this yeah, point. that's what i'm saying and all of a sudden shit has gone wrong and what they needed to stop this and i can't Eric, even say that's not wally punching gigantic because you also see the flash down on the ground yeah taking yeah, yeah that's what i'm so saying actually know. if you want to if you want me to say it actually looks like reverse flash punching gigantic it's just <laughs> it's it's such a weird symbol there uh but yeah you see flash all i think he's actually running all around the panel because you see too. him in I the wasn't right sure though just because yeah. they were both like it looked like that the progression kind of cool gigantic yeah. so i don't know i, like, I just kind of like mind, it it's all everybody's called it at this point it's no but, whole yeah. barn fuck we call it everyone oh everyone's and that's why i like i like that it's a free-for-all i'm surprised that you don't even see batman punching superman because he doesn't even know what's going on but yeah that's when things were ended four days of this fighting and metropolis is destroyed and that's where the cosmic key comes in again eric and uh, nightwing comes in and basically stops it all and it, the narration says and my dad put an end to it and you see kind of more of what went on where the whole planet got engulfed with this key that this you want to say is the cosmic across key. the entire world just affecting everyone 90 yeah. percent of people with powers it, yep it said it wiped out 90 percent of earth's powers and yeah that included my mom so we were talking we actually thought at first it might be starfire then we were saying maybe uh kara supergirl yeah. uh but the, but they go he, they're going classic so yeah and then you see where uh jake says i wasn't born yet when metropolis happened so i don't remember firsthand the years right after so to me you have nightwing and he's holding starfire i think that maybe he did try the same thing that he did also it does go with here his he says my dad's secret was exposed the president's uh, the president threw him a parade gotham built him a statue i'm not so sure that he kind of got stuck in this situation a little more than he wanted to like he did have to stop oh, yeah, he became them. the figurehead before he even yeah, wanted to like I, the whole t- thing is it was thrown upon him to be yeah, this? just just the point where i even think that it goes almost like this could be nightwing nightwing renegade that he is taking the blame for all this when it really wasn't his idea to stop them and he's just caught up in it now. Uh, because, yeah, you see, he obviously had to have still had relations with Starfire after yeah. this uh, because of the fact, you know, he says, I wasn't Jake is born, born after yet. fact. Yeah, he was born after. So you got to see what's going on. There was even an attempted assassination and all this. Uh, but he said, no matter what side of the fence you were on, it was hard to argue that the world hadn't become safer. And and it led to all the new powers being illegal. And he said with dad becoming the face of it. And I think that maybe he was kind of, again, thrown into it where he just he couldn't really go against it. But, yeah, the whole thing's coming crashing down on him here. His son has powers. And yeah. it has to be the thing that he feared the most. And he had him. So he takes him to Holt Laboratories. And you have an older uh, Mr. Terrific. I think that looks pretty cool. And they're testing. And the biggest problem is, number one, uh, these aren't new powers. Uh, Jake has had these powers, and he's kept them for over a year at this point. And you get this whole deal where I think that Kyle Higgins does a really good job of setting up kind of the protocol of what happens when you 
are discovered with powers uh, because there is a certain time where you're not seen. They, you know, there's scanners all around now that we realize that will scan normal people, and if they have powers, they'll be alerted. Uh, you do have some masking drugs that they've worked on. You've had all this, and the inhibitors. You have a whole world of shit going on. That's yeah. just thrown at you through the dialogue right here, which is really cool because it really, yeah. you know, sparks your imagination to try to understand the world without ever yeah, actually I love it. seeing what's and going I love on. It this whole because, police state of powers. Yeah, and I love it because it's so rapid fire because at this point dick is freaking out he wants to know and like he wants his son to have a normal life he says it over and over and unfortunately everything that's been set up around him will not allow it and the worst thing that could happen is and then mr terrific even says to even if we were not sure that Corey was Jake's mother, he really says. He's like, nope, he has Corey's powers. You know, that, he that's what we thought. He, light and fucking yeah. transmits it and he said like he may not be, yeah, he says he may not be done either, yeah. but they've been going on for a year. So it's like and, the whole thing with the whole half alien, half human, like we have yeah. with John Kent right now, where he can develop new powers. He yeah, can become yeah, even yeah. stronger than Superman himself. Yep, because and even that's probably, the whole thing we play with a lot of times in different fiction, even like Dragon Ball Z, or the fact that like yeah. you have one species, you combine it with another, and they become more powerful because yeah, of it. Yeah, they become more. And and it's one of those where I really like the dialogue that it's like less is more because he's like, you know what? We, he can have a normal life still. We'll figure it out. We're going to go. We're going to figure it out, right? You know, Holt, we're going to figure this out. He can have a normal life. And then it, it, he doesn't say anything back to me. He's like, what? What's going on? And then that's where Mr. Trific says the inhibitors won't work. His nope. body's immune. And we've been – that was really set up well last issue about that stasis. So that means you know, he's done. He's going to get be in stasis. And he's like, no, no, no. That's got to be a mistake. You know, Try some more. And Mr. Trific says, I'll run all the scans. I'll run them seven million times. I got times. my T-spheres doing all kinds yeah. of shit right now. If you want me to do it again, I'll do it. Yep. And he – and. He says, uh, I'll keep doing it, but I'm not a very, you know, I don't think it's going to work. I, I don't think that we're going to find anything. And then that is stressed later when they go back because then they drive back to their house. And that's where Dick is like trying to figure out things. And he says, Jake, when did these happen? A year ago. That's what Mr. Terrific said. And he's like, no, it was a little bit a little before bit that. And he's like, why didn't you tell me? Because you, everything about you was saying that superpowers are bad. I didn't want you to think I was bad. Now, the worst part of all this Everything that is going on is pretty much would allow Alfred to say, I told you so. Because last issue especially where you had this whole thing where Alfred was going on and on. You can't put these people in stasis. They didn't do anything wrong. And it it even goes here where they're kind of arguing or at least talking. And Dick's trying to figure out, listen, I'm going to do something. I'm going to put him in my league. Yeah, he's going to be in the league. We're going to train him. And the worst part of this is is that Dick Grayson thinks that he has saved the world so that they will give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Uh-uh. He really thinks he's earned this where – and he realizes at by the end the monster that he created because – and Alfred, he's like, listen, you I'm not going to let him go example, to stasis. Dick, if you're going to say everybody else's power has got to go, you got to go stasis-wise. You can't have your son yeah, be an exception. Yeah, and this is what Alfred was against. And then Alfred even says again like, how many of those people? came out of stasis yet it yeah. seems like nobody has fucked up. nobody has come out of no. stasis after no. all this time of the doctors yep. trying to figure out a way to inhibit their powers and they and haven't everybody's been able still to. in stasis i'm telling you i watched this movie a couple weeks ago it's like whatever happened to monday where this whole like this yeah, yeah. future where you can only have one kid and if you have more than one they get put on stasis and by the end of the flick spoilers everybody actually i <laughs> 
Fucking, uh, you're they, gonna bur- spoil they, it. they burn the bodies. They just yeah. they, they just destroy them because there's not enough room. Yeah, there's not going to be enough room and, and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, Dick just wants him to have a regular life and says, you know, I'll talk to Kate. There'll be a place for him in the league. He's my son. And again, he's like, I'm Dick Grayson. Like yeah. all of this is because of me. They have to let him go. Oh, and, you, you know, sweet, he's my son. We're just man. well. They'll look the other way. We'll let him be part of the league. He'll be able to help. We'll be able to do that. And then at one point, that that's the worst. Is Alfred says almost like that's just another form of stasis. I think that Alfred's thinking like you are just gonna make your son be trapped for the rest of his life into exactly, a job that he, he may he not want. He keeps talking about how my son is going to have a life, but you're forcing him into a life, yeah. only one kind of life that he can have. Yep, he has to you be can a only have one life. Force. And, and you can't, again, just imagine if he was on this task force and he goes out and all of a sudden his powers go wonky and they have somebody videotaping it. Then, then what happens? Then this whole well, I'm sure there's freaking a weird task force goes the down. Where they actually have you know people on the task force who have powers to that, try to bring down other people What's weird is we've never powers. seen it. We've we never seen it. I'm really expected to see it when the task yeah. force actually enters the Grayson Residence. Yeah, I, I issue, don't. I think he thinks they're going to make an exception this time, and they're not. They're not, and because yeah, he before the, it's nighttime. Alfred goes to talk to Jake, and Jake is he's watching old videotapes or you know DVD, whatever it would be then uh, of of Nightwing and Batman fighting uh, uh, Man Bat. It's pretty funny, and and he's like, oh man, I watch this all the time. And Alfred's just there, and Jake gets a pretty good conversation where Jake says, you know, why why aren't you and my dad close anymore? You know, he talks about you, but it doesn't seem like you guys are, you know, tight like you are. And even with this hollow vid or whatever, it's like Alfred's like, oh, I remember that. Like, you know, you get the idea, oh, that's when you really cared about my father. What yeah. happened? And he says, is this this thing about the superpowers? And he's like, yeah, it's about the people with superpowers. We just superpowers. have differences of opinion over the years. Yeah, and it just seems like this is such a big thing that it has driven them apart, whether it's Alfred not wanting to talk to Dick. It's a combo. It's, it's actually really good, too, because while you have this divide in Dick and Alfred, they do still care about they one still another. Care so about- Alfred is still up there. I'm he's telling you, yes. Care of Jake. A- he again. loves Jake. He still loves Dick, but yep. – the thing is, I don't think he like. It's one of those things like I love you, but I don't like you very much because I don't think he likes Dick very much. But he'll always no. love him. Yeah, I think that this is basically what you have here in this book in a weird way. This is like what you're supposed to do when you get divorced and you yeah. have kids. You're supposed to be like, listen, you know what? We're not close anymore, but we both love the kids. Let's just you know continue that and move on. But yeah, that's what it's like. Uh, they go to bed. Let's and it's keep funny it civil. Cause yeah, it's funny because Alfred and uh, Jake kind of fall asleep on the bed. And yeah. Dick, you see, he's been up all night. He must have been up all night trying to figure something out. He Finally just fell asleep on the, the kitchen table. on the kitchen table. And then you see the task force show up and you get the alarm. And then shit just goes bonkers. They come now, in. They who know. who do you think turned him in? I think that it was probably the school. I would think, think that they got word. I, for some reason, think it's Mr. Terrific. It might have been. Maybe it was. Maybe he's pissed off because I didn't even of... think about the school. That is a good one, though, because yeah, he did I don't know. freak out. But it might have been. It might have been. But, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like Mr. Terrific was down with trying to figure things out. Or they may have just gotten a scan when they drove home Maybe. because, again, they have those scans. Dick said that even with masking drugs, if they tried to do that, they only had you know, weeks, a month. 
it may be more advanced than what even Jake thinks because that seems to be what it was all about. But, yeah, they go and say and, – and Dick just is like, what are you guys doing? Like, who did this? You can't just come in here. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Dick. This wasn't our call. So, yeah, we have to find out whose call it was. They really yeah. point that out. And – then that's when Dick hears Jake being taken upstairs, goes nuts, does a weird cartwheel. <laughs> I know. I didn't really know what the hell was happening. No, like, I didn't know. upside down? At first? It was oh, funny, too, because something. the progression, to me, it's like he did the cartwheel, but then he's running up the stairs, but he's obviously on the other side of the railing yep. when he does that. I expected him to kick somebody, whatever it is, but he runs up, and that's where Alfred is. He's taking a stand. He's yeah, there. He's Listen. Between, you know, Jake and the troops with a yep. baseball bat, he's not about to take, put his fucking weapon down. They used to call him Alfred. Now they call him Batman because uh, he says he's like, listen, you can't come in here. <laughs> you used to call him Crazy Alfred. Used to call him Crazy Al. Now they call him Batman. And yeah, you have this Brady who's there, you know, hard ass Brady there with his long hair, and Alfred won't let him get through and says, you know what, you can't do this. You're not going to risk people's lives. You God, can't just break into a private that line. List. I guess that would have been Batman so good. Or something like that. that and then, yeah, Brady says, you know, tell him to drop the bat. Dick's like, everybody, calm down. We're not going to let this do. Just stand down. Alfred, please, put the bat down. Put, Don't be Batman. And that's when <laughs> Alfred says, I'm sorry, Master Richard, but too many people standing down is what got us here in the first place. Kind of reminds me a lot of the guy that wouldn't bow or kneel to Loki. In the right. first Avengers movie, like he's like, I know a lot of people who, you know, would make people kneel to them and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty good. Brady doesn't fuck around. He's yeah. Alfred. is not Batman anymore. He gets shot dead. He's dead. Now and he's Batman's parents. Yeah, yeah. He's done. <laughs> and really, if you want to go with that, probably kind of is kind of a Jake kind of deal because he is kind of leaning over. Alfred's dying. It's very much like Crime Alley there. Oh, yeah. And he goes nuts. And he's like, you killed them. His powers activate fully. And then they're stuck because they trank him and then pretty much, you know, grab Dick I as really well. I really thought take at him this out. point, though, Jake was going to lose it and almost blow up yep, the goddamn house. Yep, that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought he was going to torch the whole place and Dick would barely get out. But at this point, they are both in custody. And it is – this isn't like they sent two people. This is a that, this task force. There's also like six hover jets in the – I mean this is big time that they're going to do like, this. where's the news at? I'm surprised yeah, well, like this that is the thing. flashing his face is I expect it because they say, you know, next enemy of the state is the next deal. Obviously, you think that on the way, Dick and uh, is going to at least try to escape. Jake's going to help. However, they're going to get out. I think that it's going to be full out there that Dick Grayson is now an enemy and is harboring. Oh, yeah. oh, look, all this time he's been harboring his son. And then hopefully that's where we go to Wally West and what I would think would be the resistance and all that who's going around and trying to, you know, kill or get rid of all of the uh, – the suppressor drugs and, and I can't wait because up. this is a really interesting story which you know it's almost like a breath of fresh air for yeah, what we've been getting with all these books so I just have this story that doesn't need to tie into any of this nope. rebirth stuff that's what like, I love it it's I, just I, there and it's with Dick Grayson who we all love yep. and it's a really cool story I want to yeah, know more I, about it I, I'm telling you I like it way more than you I already know that because you told me your score. But uh, this is actually giving me hope for next week's White Knight book and things like that because maybe it is one of those things. Like you said, maybe all the misery that you'll hear going forward in this podcast because I, I'll warn everyone at this point. I probably warned you earlier. Not very pleasant this week. This this week of books got me miserable and grumpy and not this book. 
And this book, maybe it is. Maybe I need to just dial back, Eric, and read Elseworld stories. Maybe. Next, next week, all we're going to deal with, Superman Red Sun. That's what we're doing, Eric. None of this nonsense all and right. continuity. Bull crap. But, uh, yeah, I went I – went and I will not even have to defend my score because I oh. thought this was a great, great issue. I love the way – the only thing that worries me is it is only six issues, and it is a very subtle way that Kyle Higgins is setting it, up everything. It's one of those and, stupid things where I complain about the 12-issue maxis, how I always wish they were just six yeah, issues. Yeah, I wish this was 12. Story. I wish this was 12. Yep, I wish it was 12. At, at this point – I don't think there's any problem. I, but the way it's kind of gradually going, I think that by the end, I'm just going to want more. So yeah. I'm just worried about that. But I give it a 9-4. It's one like of the – my... They could have gone and do, done like two six-issue minis. Yeah. First, show us the whole fucking Metropolis battle and what led yeah. to that. And then, we and then the go to this. Of the other I would have been with it. Dick, you know, years later doing the whole inhibitor yep. thing. Yeah, I'd be with it. I give it a 9-4. This is probably my favorite issue of a book. That I've read in a long time, uh, you know, with the podcast, you can tell I haven't given that many high scores like that. And it's also one of those like, you know, again, I hate to bring it back to like the Mr. Terrific book or things like that, where you do have this, you know, we don't know everything that's going on in this no. world. But each issue is giving me more and more to kind of love and to want to see. It's not that I'm confused like like a Mr. T Mr. Miracle book where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This makes me like, holy shit, I want to see more of what's going on, and I like that. So, yeah, what would you give it? I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. Ooh-wee, you went up, Eric, when we talked about it. Up. You got all excited. how excited you were about that it. That makes me, me so happy. But no, this is a, a book that I really enjoy. It's one of my favorite books that's coming out right yeah. now, and it's only been two issues, which is crazy. But I look forward to it. Like, when I find out Nightwing New Order's coming out, I'm like, all right, we have something exciting yeah. to talk about. Because right now, it hasn't done anything to let me down, and I want to keep no. that momentum going. And yeah. I love the art in this book, and I really want to know yeah, more about this too. world, and I want to see what's going on with Jake and Dick. Yeah, I didn't even really say much about the art. I think the art's really really good except for that one panel where dick's like in the air flipping around looks like he's in the middle of a triple lindy yeah. is what he looks like eric but yes uh, i really like that but we're gonna go off to some more mail it is the best podcast so we give no gym is such a freak i want to hear all the reviews but just know what they're Eric, that's what that said. I'm a freak! <laughs> this is mail section number two. I didn't get as much of a reaction that I expected by saying I was a freak from you, Eric. So I'm going to move on. I know this. On. I'm going to move on. I know when to move on, Eric. I know it. Mail section number two. We're going to start with the Hollywood kid himself, Luke Hollywood. Luke Hollywood. And he says, Luke Hollywood says, what's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, Brandon, Trevor, Josh, Jeremy, Andy, any and everybody else in the Get Fresh crew. Poop, 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 poop. poop. 
I know you guys have enough on your plate with just the new books these days, but recently DC has been dropping some fine trades. Like, oh, actually, fire trades. That's like fire what the trades. young kids say. Fire. That's fire. They're going ham on those trades. Like the hottest tracks Eric's never heard of. That's right. Yes. Every track. Eric hasn't heard anything. You know what I like to say? Eric, you know what you are? You're the hotline bling of the podcasting realm. That's what you, you are. Just say to me? It's a great way to check out some older series that you might have missed out on if you haven't been reading comic books all your life like a certain continuity kid. Most I've been of my checking life. out Chuck Dixon's Nightwing. We have volume one at work. Right? Yeah. We, we have that still. And Robin series. The OG Birds of Prey book and even some Mark Wade and Jeff like John Splash runs. Too. Yeah, you do, through these traits. And that's not even half the books available. But that's all small potatoes compared to the main event next week. Sure, next week is a big week for books. We've got the spooky-looking evil Bruce Wayne Bat Lantern for Dark Knights. We've got the finale of Jim's favorite Bat event ever of the summer. Hell yeah! Oh, yeah. Says then, sorry, Jim. I-, I have read Batman for next week, and I'll tell you, there is some hell yeah in there. It might surprise you. I bet there's it some repeat dialogue too, and you don't get to see half the fucking story. It's just you know you have to like read between the lines. Spoilers, there. I don't but know. Most importantly, we're finally getting some. I don't 90s. read the books ahead of the podcast. Most I know you spoil don't. Something. Actually, I had some other reviewers uh, ask me today what I thought of a bunch of books. They actually uh, just on Twitter sent me messages uh, wanting to know. Eric and I said I ain't read those books. What do you think I am, an Eric Shea? That's what I said. And then they said, what is Eric going to think? And I thought, well, what are you getting at here? Why do you want to know what I say? Half are you hitting on me? What's going say, on? Half the time, the people are yelling and screaming at me in the comments section. I think some people want to know what I think so they can go the opposite and get everyone to like them. That's that what sense. I think. That's actually a now, good game plan right there. Yeah, it is. Finally getting some 90s Lanterns goodness with the release of Green Lantern Kyle Rayner Volume 1. I didn't even know that was coming out. That sounds that awesome. That sounds like something right up Eric Shea's alley, and by that I mean a dirt road, Eric. I, for one, am pumped for the chance to check mean? out some of Kyle's earliest adventures in print. I've been slowly reading Kyle's run through Comixology, but nothing beats the physical copy. That's that right. is true. That's what Eric says when he uses his shoe on Jess's side of her head. And this volume includes – I don't know copy. what I'm saying anymore. I have gone off the rails, Eric. It's actually getting late. And we're, we're usually done by now. It, we used to, back in the day, back in the day, Eric, we'd go until 5 a.m. Suddenly, I think I've aged like 20 years in so one I. year. I can't, I can't imagine stay doing that. I'd be so angry Pretty if we actually this, were up that late. I'm like, oh, God damn it. over. I'm telling you, 12 o'clock, this podcast turns into a pumpkin, Eric. We got to get the fuck home. A couple issues that couldn't even find on Comixology as well. Spoiler alert, it's already my book of the week for next week. Oh. Hell, I'm so excited. Now you're talking my language, Luke. Now th- this is how you mail shit in. I'll tell you. You ask me what my book of the no, week no, is for three weeks from in. now, I've already decided. I've already written my review, Eric. I just have to insert the fucking names and shit in. I'm in. Hell, I'm so excited for it. I might even type up a review for the site for the weekend. Uh, do it. I'm telling you, if it if it Jim doesn't throw it in the bin, no, Luke, I told you, I told everybody, you do it and it's up. That'd be awesome. And I actually, why I really like that too, 
is and, and this is completely I'm not joking now, Eric. I'm not throwing, you know, jokes around like they're uh, fucking flapjacks here. This is serious Jim. This right is now. serious. This is now I'm turned I've now turned my hat and my chair around and now it's time to talk You're serious. Talk real. I'm gonna talk real with the kids right now. And I love when people do this on the site especially because we have to review every book. We do we do I have a lot of books that I review that I'll tell you I would never touch with a ten foot pole oh, no. if I didn't have to do it. That's why I like when so like Luke's gonna re- review something that he loves, and it actually makes me happy when I see that. So Can Luke, you imagine now- all you gotta do is review stuff you like each week, Jim. That'd be so good. I I, I would have my next review would be in the year two thousand thirty, <laughs> uh, from the grave. Eric, so you what I do. all I have to review is Nightwing New Order for that's the rest yeah, of the series. That's me. And I'm done. Nightwing New Order one to six, and I am done. See you and never. And Deathstroke I do like as well, and yeah. I've been liking Justice League. But just think, all you would have known from uh, from Justice League is this last arc. That's it. Fucking Brian Hitch would probably be inviting me over for tea tonight. <laughs> We'd be fucking my pinkies <laughs> up. I'd be drinking tea with that motherfucker. Talking about time travel, drinking yeah, tea. Oh, time travel, the dark side of the moon, throwing shade at everyone but him. Oh, it'd be so. Uh, it'd be such a delight. I'd see his his actual writing process where he goes, huh, I wonder what's on Netflix. Boom, that looks pretty cool. I think I'm going to steal that. There you go. Done and done. P.S. The Wrong Turn Oath before every Lantern book is music to my ears and long may it continue. Green's light. Eric, you mean this? Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats. Evil mites. Beware of my power, Green's light. There you go, Eric. That one. <laughs> Green's light. He I just think we had that to... before, How Jordan the Green Lantern Corps this week, so it's good you played that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. Thank goodness, Eric. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. And that is our boy from Lick Slip. I, I always you, forget when it is not the green section and it's Reggie. So, yeah, I did forget it. So there you go. We had it now. And the next one's from Ian. Ian says, hello, Jim and Eric. It's been a while since I last wrote in, so I want to try my hand at a few quick fire questions and comments oh. I have with some of the things I've been listening to from you guys. Eric, in your review of Metal Number 1, you mentioned right. that although we've had two issues going into this it's still leaving us with a lot of questions still unanswered it's been a while since i read eric's written review so i could be wrong on this i guess you were talking about the forge number one the casting number one leading into metal i thought the two one shots were meant as an introduction to the overall story and not meant as a continuation leading into metal number one how did you interpret the forge and casting leading into metal eric forge and casting was a freaking prologue to the entire event so it does lead like you know forge casting metal number one it goes from like your Point A to point C right there. And, you know, because you have a lot of information, especially with the casting, they drop so much information on you to lead you into metal. So, yeah, you can't have those two. I mean, like metal without those two going beforehand, I think. Well said, my friend. Yes. Uh, really. You you had a bunch of things that tied in them once metal started, especially, you know, number one, where he actually had the nth metal uh, yeah. affect him from the machine of the, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, he just, I think that you want it more of, you know, a quick continuation into what I want. answers. Jim, when you said in an early episode, we have a coworker that said he don't believe in death or cuts. That's wrong turn. <laughs> that was wrong turn was the funniest line I heard that week. 
tell oh, you, the, so the best the best deal about I that Ian, him right there is he was telling Eric that and I was just sitting back laughing as hard or harder than you must have been here oh because I just hear it and it just drove Eric insane and I just I I don't believe in no cuts and Eric's like, uh, then I'm going to cut you. <laughs> oh. I don't believe in no cuts. And then I was he, almost like, arrested that day. Th- and if you remember, if, I, if I'm if i not wrong, the day before he had cut himself and was running around like a goddamn baby. Bleeding I think all it was over actually like a week later. He was it was something, but yeah, we were yelling at him. At him. I didn't think you believed in no cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, it was really good. And, uh, and hope you decide to just go to the th- – oh, it, this is where that goddamn movie It throws me off. It was really good. It's It was really good. <laughs> it was really like, good, Jim. I'm thinking it was really good. I'm like, what, you guys go out to fucking fucking lunch or something? And have have love? And you make you love to it or something here? Oh, yeah, it was really good, and I hope you decide to just go to the theater. No, because no. I don't I'm think it's you, going I'm to be. I'm counting the minutes to this podcast is over so I can go check to see if there's he a says, stream on the he stick. He says he's telling you right now it's not going to be on the stick by the time you read this. I Aww. tried to imagine how the new Pennywise would compare to Tim Curry, but by the end of it, I really didn't think about uh, about it and just enjoyed it. Well, Spoilers, I still thought Tim Curry was in it there. <laughs> No, I think Curry's having some problems. Have you seen him lately? No, I have not. Oh, it's sad. Just look at him because he's in a wheelchair. I think he had a stroke. Really? He just looks terrible. Did he? Yeah, that's sad. That is sad. Listen to the sadness in my voice. You know what else is sad? I just found out in between the breaks here going into the mail that Monty Hall died. Really? Monty Hall from Let's yeah. Make a Deal. Huh. Yep. <laughs> that, that's oh, not God funny, Eric. Why would, you, why would you laugh at that? Monty Hall was a gem. <laughs> So this year we lost both Rick Barris or Chuck Barris and Monty Hall. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not even going to talk to you about this sort of thing. But what did you? Tim we Curry's in a wheelchair. <laughs> whammy. That that was press your luck. Oh, I know. I'm just going the whole game show motif, motherfucker. Okay. Okay. Do you ever see Joker's Wild? The game. Show? Um, that was I'm one sure of I my have. Favorites. I know the name. I can't that remember was what one it was of about my favorites. now. And then he says, Jim, I missed out on the back to school viewing. Really good one-liners come from that movie. True. I, yeah. I'm telling you, that movie, it, it's so funny. And Rodney's just Hey, you're doing... telling that. Well, you're short and ugly. Oh, that's my favorite. Here are my top five lines from Back to School. I, I have a real bad itch in my throat right now. I'm going to try to work through this. <laughs> Number five. With the shape I'm in, I could donate my body to science fiction. You like that? <laughs> that was a good one. I did next... last night. Well, hey, Vanessa, you give great headache. There you go, that one. <laughs> there we have the next one is... We were doomed from the start. I was an earth sign. She was a water sign. Today we made mud. Together we made mud. <laughs> that was really good. I, I'm telling you, I'm about to freaking throw up. I, I, my throat itches so bad. I just love number, that your fucking throat itches so bad. You're still trying to put on a rock. I, I still have to do the voice. And now number two. And another thing, Vonnegut. I'm going to stop payment on the check. Fuck me. Hey, Kurt, read my lips. Fuck you. <laughs> that actually is something that in my old work I would say at least once a month. It made me laugh so much. Yeah, and then number, great headache was something we used to say around good. my house growing that up all was the time. Pretty good. And then the last one, number one. My high school football team was tough. After they sacked the quarterback, they went after his family. There you go. <laughs> that, that is the end of my Rodney Dangerfield impersonation and scene. What are some of your favorite one-liners? Those I'm telling you, my favorite always was, "Hey, you're you're tall, hey, you're short and ugly." 
That is my <laughs> favorite me, in the movie. That makes me laugh so much. And the you're impossible. <laughs> well, you're easy. <laughs> and that one too. Actually, that I is so go good. That. Also, I even just like the whole deal. Like, hey, I'm a I'm a lover, uh, not a fighter. Lou. <laughs> Lou just crunches <laughs> that goddamn fucking uh, napkin holder. It's so funny. And it's funny too because Lou, uh, obviously from – it's Burt Young, right? And yeah. he uh, – the guy's like two foot tall, and it's with those big football players that come up because uh, Robert Downey Jr. was, you know, painting, throwing paint and all that. And they're immediately just scared shitless of Lou. And look, I'm telling look you. Look at Lou. You know Lou has nothing to lose. He's going to go he all the way if you get into a fight with him. But it's still, they're just a little bit too and plus scared. plus he knows Rocky. That is true. He could go get Rocky. Yeah, and also he also did in Rocky at one point. I, I don't have the exact quote, but basically told Rocky he gets so mad at his sister he wants to slice her. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks for reading my nonsense. Thank you so much. Uh, it's good to talk about anything else besides comics for a change, especially with the craptastic stuff that's been coming out lately. Also, thanks for all the extra content you've been putting out on Patreon. Very funny stuff, and that is Ian. And the Thank man, thanks, Ian. And the next and last email of this section is Brandon. He says, Sup, fellas. I usually just throw the TV on on Fridays when I get home from work for some background noise while I pay bills, go through mail, sort out life shit I neglected all week long before deciding to put it off for a little while longer. Anyway. Yeah. I say that because it's usually just Fox Antenna TV that I flick on, and at the time I'm doing this, Judge Judy and them Family Feud are always on. Now, this is like when I get home from work, me and Rafe and Logan, we end up watching Maury and then into uh, the People's Court. And it's right. just like just to have it on. And it makes me laugh. Now, any longtime listener know Jim's affinity for Judge Judy. But what I really want to say is Family Feud always distracts me from what I'm doing. Here we go. I have a lot of talk. Me and Eric talk a lot about the Family Feud and Steve we love Harvey. The that Steve Harvey is just a damn attention grabber, I tell you. Now he's a well-known dick. I mean, I feel like a story comes out every year about how much of a dick he is. But regardless, dude still drops a few one-liners every episode that makes me legit laugh. And if I hated everyone who was a dick, I'd stop listening to this podcast a long time ago, Eric. Makes so sense. I don't hold it against him. Would you hold it against me, Eric? No. Sometimes people forget uh, other people suck. Uh, I just, I'm telling you, the best thing Steve Harvey does is when he doesn't say a word and he just looks at the camera and then he starts dancing around there. Part two. Part two. He does do that where he stops. When he gets so frustrated and throws the cards, then you know (laughs) shit's going wrong. That's the best. Part two is I also get distracted because the people who play this game show are dumb as shit true and make me furious to the point i question my own sanity because i shouldn't be getting this mad about a game show and that was talking family feud and now he says top three game shows when i was a kid this is odd that this comes up from what we were talking about earlier number one monty hall died man he did eric that is not funny (laughs) number one price is right with bob barker and that is true that is the best to me. That would be on my yes. list. Number two, Family Feud. Still like it. Uh, yes. And, I, and that's yeah. the thing. It's Family Feud. I can never remember. My favorite host of the feud was in the ni- early 90s, and I can never remember that host's name. Do you know who I'm talking about, Jim? The guy who killed himself? That yes, guy? the guy who killed himself. Yeah. Uh, it is something. Eric Shea. His name was oh, right? Eric Shea. No, it's uh God. Now you put me on the I'm spot. I can't remember because Richard Dawson is my guy. I like yeah, I'm telling you, I always like that lady. guy, and he's my favorite. It's I never like, remember uh, his name. Uh, John Franklin, right? John Franklin. No, uh, no, go ahead. Continue. Captain Picard. 
Um, let me. Luke Skywalker. Is okay. that it? Is that it? That's not it. Um, let me say it's uh, John Franklin, <laughs> number three. Press your luck, he says. And right. there's the whammies. Uh, Eric, st- start this stop animation project with your He-Man figures and Snake Mount before I doubt its existence. And I think you and Dancing Mike are pulling an elaborate prank here on the fan base. You don't need to make shit out of and waste delicious Play-Doh cutting prep time to zero. I'm talking I want some 10-second He-Man versus Skeletor action scenes going down and posted to Twitter. Isn't it like something that his last name begins with a C? The yeah, guy from Ray the Combs. family. Ray Combs. Yes. I, I, I just trying to read Brandon's mail and think of it. Now what I'm not sure of is is this qualifies as part of Reggie, Reggie's bet, because it's not using your own props, but it would at least be good it practice for the day. It would still be stop-motion animation, so that counts. That's true. It will be good practice for the day you force Reggie to drop his pants in Quakertown. Come on, buddy, we're rooting for you. And then well, that's the thing says, is the first one, like, I'm doing all this prep for this stuff. The one I'm actually prepping right now is for a future episode that I plan on doing. The first one is actually going to be a stop-motion of Trap Jaw because I'm going to be doing this whole uh, trilogy of terror kind of bit off the Zuni fetish doll. You're prepping this, are you? Yeah, prepping, <laughs> you prepping. son of a bitch. You're prepping it, are you? Oh, we. You see, see it, we're prep. prepping. That, that's what you're prepping? That's the prep? Yeah. I, I'm talking prepping. I thought you got the camera out and you got shit going. I got the camera out. No, oh, dude. The camera? Isn't it Jess's phone? No. Okay. Okay, and that's prep. Prep work. You're, you're the prep cook, all right? Books. I'm prepping. I'm prepping. I don't know what. I'm prepping my, my fucking grave is what I'm right. prepping every single minute of the day. Books. Action. I enjoy this enough, although this issue felt uh, info dumpy. However, I'm really confused right now where they want to take this story. It's weird after getting a Superman origin story in this run already. We now yeah. get a slightly different one here. The pack your bags cliffhanger also kind of lame. Uh, Dad, I have a son and wife. Hey, <laughs> you'll hear me already have said that because, yeah, I was like, what's going on? Who aren't pieces of shit who you've actually helped before? Can we maybe grab them on the way out while I'm getting my clothes? Detective. Nice to see more, uh, some more of Mr. Uh, L here, although it's, it still doesn't really hint at what his motivations with collecting people throughout the world is. Then go throw an extra layer by adding people from another world. Timeline's really fucking up the randomness of it all, and little Brandon's brain is swimming. Yeah, I have I no re- idea it's funny, it too, because at that point, you really you know, think that it was Mr. Oz. Like He does say, like he almost hints that that wasn't him that grabbed him. Because he's like, hey, I'm a prisoner here as well. But then it's also, you're a prisoner of your own well, it's, it's heart. It's like I said and, to you before, we have no idea what Mr. Oz's powers are because no, we've seen him do a whole bunch of shit. But it's just weird that, you know, that he hates a Kryptonian. He hates everyone. He hates all of humanity, but yet has to grab Tim Drake because he's the hope. Yeah, it turns out, you know what? Everybody here is a piece of shit except for Tim Drake. So yeah, I'm except for that's what this. I was getting at. Like, he's the right, only right, one son, that he wants to see. Pack your bags. We're going to go grab Tim Drake. We're heading out. Yeah, we're getting to Tim Drake, and we're going to head out. You know, we're going to start a fucking band. We're the new fucking Hansons. I hope uh, – I really hope we get a decent ending here because Tynan definitely struggles wrapping things up. After ri- raising good questions with uh, any kind of sound reasoning, also for good measure, when Tim returns, I would like him to avoid spoiler for a very, very long time as if he never returned at all. 
<laughs> it's so weird. And and they were talking in the Slack too, where some people who jumped in on Rebirth were saying like, why, why is you know why do they even have Stephanie? Why is she always in that? And it's true. And it might have been Dancing Mikey, man, or maybe Repairman Jack. I I forget uh, who it was, but said you, you got to realize that people were yelling. For spoiler and Stephanie oh, yeah. Brown throughout the whole new Fifty Two, and this is Didn't what we stop. get. Yeah, metal like, time. I, tell you, I think they yelled more for spoiler than anybody did for Wally yeah. West during the new yeah. Fifty Two. I think you're right. Metal tie-ins once again, Eric. Right again, a Ooh. step better than last week's efforts. But I'm t- in too deep to look back now. Anyway, so I'm in for the long haul. He says about the metal tie-ins. There's one thing I could count on after reading Suicide Squad: pure vitriol anger coming out of Poison Ivy League after their goddess's <laughs> latest displays of villainy. I think you can get out of that. If it was me, I say when we talk about it with Reggie that she's mind controlled. Then and that's you know. the thing too. Like if you, the Poison Ivy League or fans of it are mad about this, they're gonna be even more mad that they say that they put mind control Poison Ivy. She's too great a character yeah, to be mind too, controlled. She's too strong for that. You know, that's what you get. Uh, it, it's sad. I mean, I'm telling you, a lot of people, you know, the, whatever they think, it is sad that it's just the character that she loves so much. And it's almost like DC is screwing with her, though. Like, it's like before. No. I, I don't know. I'm She's telling you, though, you tell me at any other point. In the new 52, it, that you had so many in a row within a month. Uh, we didn't see Poison Ivy for fucking months, if not years. And then all of a sudden, you know, we had a Villains Month. We, we had something here or there. It was announced she might be in the, uh, hey, the man, Suicide she, she Squad the that never happened. Arc. Yeah, exa- there you go. But you didn't. It wasn't like every three issues of every book she's coming out <laughs> to be a villain. It's so crazy. I I, I couldn't if, – if it was me, I would think – you know me. I'd think they were fucking with me. I'd be fucking furious. I You're wish a psychopath. I, 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 again, though, I, I sit there and I see her tweets and I see things and I say to myself, like, I wish that I cared that much about something. I really about do. anything. I don't. Maybe the Eagles. Is that is that possible? No, you don't even care that much about that. No, I don't. You, you might get angry at home. You do not yell at no, everybody come I'm across done. about it. No, I, I'm done by the time I get to work. Plus, here's the thing. I, can you I go imagine on, the weird science DC Twitter account comes it? fucking yelling about Eagles? Yes. I go into work, and I'm so angry about the Eagles, and then all I get are these fucking morons talking about uh, who knows, God knows what. I can't talk to them. They they no, say the stupid. The one guy comes in. I'm I'm mad now. But the guy comes in. He's like, "Did you hear? I heard that the Eagles got rid of their long snapper. Looks like we're not going to the Super Bowl." Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's what you're upset about? The long snapper? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What what is it? the fucking? What are we? It, it, every other position is fucking golden. That now it's ruined because of the no, long, the long snapper. snapper. It, the freaking linchpin of the team is the long yeah, snapper. Yeah, the, the, the linchpin. And then I'm like, oh really? Who? Uh, the guy thinks the long snapper is actually a fucking mascot that dresses up as a turtle. Who knows what this guy thinks? He's a fucking idiot. The incredible melting man. <sighs> Wonder Woman. All right, James Robinson. This gentleman was able to accomplish in one issue what Greg Rucka was unable to over 25 issues. Create a story with a point and get the fuck to it. Now, the more important matters, would I or wouldn't I bed Grail? 
You know what I say. I know. Even though I think that Grail in Dark Side was slightly better looking. It it is true. She was then. But it's just the, you know, Jason Fawbuck's art's incredible. So my answer is still hell yes. If I'm not mistaken, Eric is the one that said no, which only adds gray to the list of colors of skin he has a problem with. Oh, my God. Don't. Yeah, I don't want so sexy. I'm sorry. And red eyes and cool. I fucking so long nails sexy. who just want to hurt me. Yes. I obviously I tell you what goes on in this house. I need a woman who's gonna fucking put me in my place every, <laughs> every single minute. I gents, Brand, if you didn't realize that actually I'm the father of Dark Side, you didn't know this, that it's now been revealed. I gents, Brandon and Beam your Three six six zero, and we're going to go off to Marvel Legacy number one. Uh, Brandon and Trevor are going to talk about it. I had this might be. It's not a spoiler, Eric. I'm going to channel something. Uh, I think Trevor likes it. I'm yeah. not sure. I think he will, though. Actually, Honestly, I, I'm I know looking for like the, well, I know the end times are coming if Trevor doesn't like a book. Well, Trevor uh, wanted to really, really – he wanted to argue with everyone about <laughs> Marvel Legacy in the Slack chat. But I will give a shout-out if Trevor hears this, and he's now furious with you. Oh, I bet. But if he hears this, I want to tell him that, number one, his enthusiasm for it got me to read it. That it's oh, yeah. and you, pure you're and simple. Through, you're reading stuff to me, telling I me liked all about it. it. I liked it, so I'm with Trevit. I liked it. I didn't know what I was reading. Half of it, I had no idea. But I read it to you. I said that we had story time, and I did read it to you. And you explained some things. I had my to me. head on your lap. It was you were so funny. Brushing my hair. It, while it, you're it was a dual thing because we're, I'm reading it. I'm like. Who's this, you know, Stormforge, you know, things like that. And you're telling me, and then I'd get to, like, and then, and then Eric, then, uh, you know, Ghost Rider shows up. And you're like, oh, but it's not the Ghost Rider you know, Eric. Look at this. And then I'd show you the picture, and you're like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And then we go on. So we, we were holding hands. You were smoking. I was, I don't think I even ate any oatmeal. Yeah, I didn't even eat oatmeal because I was I was into it. I was reading it. So, Trevor, I thank you, and I was excited about it. Though afterwards, then I went on Slack and said to Trevor, where do I go from here? What is next? What do I read now? Because where are these, you know, waves of number one issues where I can jump in and then I could be like everybody who, you know, a lot of people listen to us jumped on Rebirth with DC. Yeah. It, it continued a ongoing continuity. It, it was not a reboot, but it was enough for people to jump on and grab number ones and then decide eventually what they were going to read. So I'm like, okay, Marvel is just doing this. You know, some people will be like, oh, they're just copying, whatever. And I, I didn't even get a straight answer from anybody. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm still waiting to know because I get this. You know, hey, you can read this number seventy and this number twelve and this, and I just, I'm out. I don't. I'm not that smart to be able to catch up on things. I need a number one. They need to hold my hand. Uh, this is my review of Marvel Legacy here. This is Jim's Marvel Minute right now. I just, I, we have a DC Comics podcast. I, I would think that most people that listen to us kind of like DC Comics. I want to get into Marvel as much as I got into DC with the New 52. I really do. I want to do that so then I can go on with Trevitt and Brandon on their Marvel Madness podcast, Eric, and, and show everybody how learned I am. 
It's All never right. going to happen. It's never going to happen. I don't know where to go next. So you know what next is? I don't even know. Um, we're on Slack now, and I think that Brandon's still in there. I want to know, Brandon, is there a Marvel Legacy number two? Or is this one of these number ones that never continues? I need to know this. If he answers quickly, I will tell everybody the answer. Because if there is, then I will read a number two as well. I'm just afraid that everything picks up in the other books and there will never be one. He's not answering me, Eric. I need an answer, Brandon. Get typing. Tell me. I guess we're going to have to listen to him because he's not talking. He's not talking, Eric. He's not talking to me. I'm still delaying. No legacy number two. There you go. See? This is the stuff that drives me nuts. And I don't mean Marvel Legacy number one not having a two. I mean him not getting a hold of me quick enough. (laughs) He was slow on the draw. He must be drinking. Well, actually – it is probably what fourteen hours till the next Bills game. He's probably been drinking for three days. So yeah. you know what am I going to learn? He just that shit hard. The, the problem is he just answered me as he jumped off a third story roof into a burning fucking baby pool filled with goddamn baby oil. But yes, thank you, Brandon. There is no number two, so I am out in the cold. And we're going to go off to hear what they think about Marvel Legacy number one. The best part about me is I am not you, I'm me, and I'm the fire marshal, and this is my legacy, legacy, this is my legacy, legacy, there's no guarantee, it's not up to me, you can only see, this is my legacy, 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 legacy. All right, welcome everybody to the Marvel Minute. This is Brandon. As always, I am joined by Trevitt. We doing Trevitt? Not bad. All right, so we kind of rigged the vote this week. You had three different choices uh, to vote for Marvel Legacy, uh, Marvel Rebirth, or that new event title number one. And luckily, Marvel Legacy won because the other two were titles that didn't exist. So. <laughs> We're here to talk to you guys about Marvel Legacy 1, let you know what we think about this uh, 60-page extravaganza here, and you know, discuss a little of the uh, developments, and then maybe at the end, uh, you know, m- maybe give you a few hints about where to pick the threads up uh, in the books coming out in a few weeks here. So I got this cat literally attacking my arm right now. <laughs> 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 okay, no. All right, uh, we got writer Jason Aaron, main art team of Asad Rubik, Steve McNiven, and Matthew Wilson, and then pretty much every other Marvel artist contributed in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, all uh, the all-stars. Yeah, Chris Samney, Russell Dodderman, Alex Malov, Ed McGinnis, Stuart Amonim, Wade Van Grodbadger, Pepe Larez, Jim Chung, Daniel Acuna, Greg Land, and Jay Liston. Mike Diodato Jr. and David Marquez, with Corey Pettit pulling in lettering duties. So yeah, that's that's uh, the who's who of Marvel artists over there. And I wish all those guys would do all their books instead of some of these random people we get sometimes. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad none of those people are in in this book anyway. So at least they did that right. Uh, so yeah, it's a Marvel Comics production. Obviously, came out this Wednesday. The long-awaited, much-typed latest marketing effort for Marvel Comics Legacy Number One has arrived. To sum up what we're diving into into one lazy comparison, se- comparison sentence, 
it's a Marvel rebirth of sorts. So yes. the classic guys you've all yearned for all return. Is this drawing in new people? Are current readers going to want to buy more books? We're about to tell you all those answers to those questions. Um, so the event starts off here. Uh, we, we get right into it with, with pretty much uh, one of the big teases that was coming out a few months ago. And that's with of the uh, BC Avengers um, or million BC Avengers, whatever they're calling them uh, for right now. And you see, I don't know, just kind of like some ripped up cavemen. Like he has muscles everywhere. Uh, <laughs> trying to, to pull up Mil- Milnor and not really having any luck, obviously. Uh, Odin's son comes. I don't, were they on this planet or did they come to this planet uh, to, to fight this thing we're about to see? Or do they uh, live here? That's the one thing I, I didn't really understand. They came to um, fight this thing. Okay, yeah, because o- Odin's like some of them live off there. at Earth. He's he's had it with Earth already in one million BC. So fuck, why did create this place? <laughs> yes, so he he comes and gets Milnior. He kind of cusses it out because it's not coming back to him. It's not not following the Thor rules when he throws it. It returns, you know, um, and, and it's being stubborn and laying there on the ground. He bends down to pick it up. Uh, that's when we see our first glimpse of this version of Phoenix. Uh, she looks a little different than kind of the um, the advertisements, don't you think? Um, you mean like those those one pictures that they've had? Yeah, the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does look a little different. So it threw, yeah. yeah, it threw me off a little at first. I'm like, is this a cave woman on fire or is that Phoenix? Yeah. So. But it's Phoenix, uh, her and Odin. They have a few words back and forth. Um, kind of like, I, I don't know, it, it's kind of like a, a sarcastic conversation, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He's kind of like, stop with your tongue, wench. He's kind of <laughs> like saying shit like that, you know, because she's getting on his ass. It's almost like um, she's his annoying girlfriend. Yes, yeah. Because they, they were there was a make-out scene between these two in... Uh, the Thor Generations book, pretty much the only Generations book that connected to any of this stuff. So they're fucking, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't think the Phoenix would take that that talk from anybody else. Um, <laughs> still, your flaming tongue. Why are the others? Did any survive? Uh, so yeah, that's what Odin's, you know, exchanging words with Phoenix. Um, we do end up seeing the others. Uh, this is Starbrand, Black Panther. Iron Fist, Ghost Rider, and Doctor Strange, the old, old versions of all of them. Agamotto. Uh, Agamotto, that's right. Um, the, the, I thought Starbrand was the Hulk at first. Like, when I saw the pictures <laughs> and stuff, what I thought was going on there. Uh, he looks like that guy I'm Mondo. Not, yeah, yeah I'm, just because I'm not super familiar with Starbrand. Like, I saw him in uh, a lot of the stuff leading up to Secret Wars and a little yeah. bit in Secret Wars, but Outside of that, like he hasn't really been in a, a book lately, has he? Probably one of the Avengers titles. I'm no, um, I haven't seen him in any book. Uh, the only thing I've ever seen him in was the Hickman Avengers, and he had that. They had that terrible series. It was called um, Starbrand and Nightmask or Nightmask. Oh uh, yeah, that got canceled pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, Two really good yeah, characters, so, but not an interesting series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they were they built like a buddy buddy relationship. Uh, 
in the time runs out stuff and yeah, one star brand owned aim and all that. Um, but an- anyway, we got uh, just just the team now all gathering together. We, we're starting to get some beans spilled about what they're fighting. Uh, looks like, unfortunately, Ghost Rider's Mammoth is dead. Not been long for this world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's dead. Uh, and they basically say they're they're uh, this. Well, I'll just say it. The Celestial they thought they killed, they didn't. So that's what they're kind of discussing. Everyone's trying to take credit for killing this thing. Still not really dead. Uh, It's an out-of-control Celestial. I think that it's referred to as the Fallen. And they all start charging after it. Um, Odin is like, well, let's kill it and nail it to the moon to uh, warn any other Celestials that Earth is... (laughs) taken care of we we are its protectors uh and yeah they all they all start running after it and uh phoenix is flying after it and and they're gonna fight this celestial and and do something with it we'll find out later um but but we switch scenes here uh just to talk about that again for a few seconds this was the opening probably seven eight pages with the bc avengers i have to say this was probably my favorite part right here this is the part I really wanted to see, and I really want to know where it continues because I would like to, I don't know, follow some more of that because that, that was just pretty cool. And you didn't, though, my one complaint about it is you just didn't get a lot of the other characters besides uh, Phoenix and Odin. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sure. We'll the, 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 the one page where they all show up on it, it's like you can barely see Ghost Rider, too. You, you have to really kind of. Yeah. If you're holding the book, kind of like I do when I read it, I don't open it all the way sometimes. Um, I'm like, well, who's talking? I don't even see this guy. <laughs> but yeah, out he's all, down there in the bottom right corner. Out of all the advertising, him riding the mammoth and it dies within the first five pages. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't even literally see him on the mammoth for one panel. <laughs> it's, the mammoth is dead when you first see the mammoth. I know whatever book... Uh, uh, Jason Aaron's going to be doing is where we're going to see them next. I just don't know what it's going to be called. Nobody does. I think he's going to not even do it until his Thor death of Thor stuff is over with either. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as somebody that he's probably writing it right now, but it's not going to be releasing at the same time. This stuff's coming out. I got a feeling it's not going to come until like, because all the big stuff seems to be happening in December and January, the Phoenix stuff, like all the big things, all the returning characters. So I'm assuming um, that's when it's going to happen, and uh, we'll probably get more information on it when New York Comic Con starts next week. Um, so yeah, we switch scenes. Then we're moving on from the BC Avengers for now, uh, and we check in on Robbie Reyes, who is the current iteration of Ghost Rider. He's woken up on the side of the road uh, in South Africa. So the, this is a surprise to him. He's like, "How the hell did I get in South Africa? I'm a city boy." Uh, <laughs> He attempts to run away when a cop knocks on his his window. They frown upon sleeping in your car. They usually think you're on drugs or you're drunk. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Yeah, and, and they're usually right. Uh, I've been there. So. <laughs> Robbie uh, doesn't look like he's on drugs or drunk. Like He just looks like he had a bad Ghost Rider experience and ended up over here somehow. Uh, he, so he takes off from the cops. He's running away. And then all of a sudden, a giant red blast just comes shooting down from the sky. 
kind of doesn't hit his car, but sends it off course, and, and he comes to a screeching halt. Uh, when he stops the car, his window is punched in by Starbrand, and he is, is screaming about, I can't let you anywhere near it. And Robbie Reyes has no goddamn idea what he's talking about. <laughs> he just starts fighting him because he's like, dude, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but if you keep hitting me, something bad's going to happen. And <laughs> Ghost Rider comes comes popping out. He, he says, uh, is this supposed to be by the goddamn Ghost Rider? He says, because God is bleeped out. Can Ghost Rider not say God? I um, I don't know. I, I... What is it? Uh, yeah, it's three. Uh, it's a money symbol, an and symbol, and a freaking uh, pound sign. So I guess uh, G-O-D, right? I, mean, I can't think of yeah. anything else. I, there's no three-letter swear words that I use frequently that uh, yeah. that are still acceptable nowadays. But, um, yeah, it, it, I don't know if that's – I thought maybe you might know a, uh, if Ghost Rider had, like, a thing he can't say God or, or he burns up or I, I don't <laughs> – I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, what is? Uh, do you know what the book is rated? Because depending on what the rating is for, uh, like oh, if it's yeah. for teen or or for everyone, yeah. maybe they wanted to make know, it for my, everyone. Rated teen, so yeah, that might be why. Yeah, so everyone can buy um, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. I remember <laughs> when they used to ID me for video games. Like when I was over seventeen, too. Uh, I think Injustice, I the first one, was the last one. Like I bought it at Toys R Us, and I think they ID'd me. I'm like, I have a beard. <laughs> I, know. Uh, <laughs> I used to hate that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm six foot five, and I got a gigantic beard. You're gonna fucking card me, like? Yeah, we're not. I'm not buying beer, cigarettes here, lady. I'm buying a video game. My mom is is not concerned about me right now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we move on from that scene, and we get some Loki action. He is on his uh, realm of giant stuff. I don't even know how to pronounce that word. If you want to take a shot at it, go ahead. Jotunheim. Jotunheim. There you go. Uh, I'll roll with that. Um, so he's on Jotunheim. He's, he's chatting with some reject frost giants. These aren't normal giant sized frost giants. They're kind of like Loki size. I would say yeah. maybe a, a little bigger. Um, he's kind of conning them into doing something for him. He wants them to go to a shield facility and recover a specific numbered box for him. Uh, so he opens up a portal, sends them on through, and we start seeing where they're headed. Uh, the shield storage facility. Um, shield is being disbanded, apparently. Uh, it is closing its doors and turning over all of their inventory of, of dangerous, um, you know, supervillain uh, weaponry and, and things the world should not know about over to the government, which probably will work out terribly. Um, I, I don't see a world where that, <laughs> that goes over well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, the, the, the government's, you know, chasing all the shield guys out, taking all the stuff away uh, from this warehouse. The frost giants appear inside, uh, start knocking out the soldiers and we get some Avengers action popping up here. Uh, Lady Thor, Captain America, come to the aid of the soldiers, start fighting them. And Riri also comes flying on through uh, to, to give Captain America and Thor a little help. And we see the quote-unquote box that, um, that the Giants are here for. It's labeled box 4, 1939. 
which is a call out to the first ever issue of Marvel Comics. Actually, it's its release date, uh, April nineteen thirty nine. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. I thought that was a prequel tidbit. Uh, I, I read about it on the internet, but um. This is also the only box not on like a shield manifest. So it's kind of like just stashed here. Shield knows about it, but it's not listed on any any paperwork for the government to really keep track of. So that's going to come into play here shortly. Um then we start hitting some little snippets. This is kind of the the beginning of the part where the long running story takes a little break and we get little vinaigrettes, I guess you could say of what some other characters are going to be dealing with after this legacy issue and in the next couple months. Um, and the first one we see is Captain America. Um, I, I was just going to say, how did he get there? But I see kind of a shadowy motorcycle under the, the first picture of the diner. Yeah, yeah, so, his Harley. Yeah, so he's hard traveling here on it. Uh, he's taking a break for a burger and some, some coffee sees a news report about Captain America and how everyone is looking for him. Um, and he's basically just going to go on a, a journey to clear his name, I guess, is what it looks like. Am I right? Am I wrong there? I, don't, uh, I, don't really yeah, know. I haven't um, read any with Captain America in a while since before Secret Wars. Yeah, he's going to, you know, he's going to go across the country and, and see how people feel about him and, and try to earn back the trust that he wants, that implicit trust that he once had with the people. Yeah, and this is the the good Steve. This is not the evil Steve, as far as we know. Um, he's still in that jail. Uh, then we move on to Thor. It's again, these are there's not much to say about him because they're they're literally with just one page teases of things coming. Yeah. <laughs> the Thor one confused me a little bit because I'm not fully caught up on the Thor book. I finished Mighty Thor, but I'm still working my way through the um, Mighty Thor stuff. It's going to be the War of the Realms, which it's the payoff that Um, Jason Aaron started in God of Thunder. Okay, so so, uh, Mangog. Now, Mangog isn't that dude that had a thing against all gods, is it? You know, I got to be honest, the only Mangog I know of is the guy from from DC uh, (laughs) from Kingdom Come. So yeah, we're going to, we might have to do a little research on that one for Marvel madness. He might be one of our, uh, if I can find anything on Mangog for Marvel, uh, uh, he might be one of our character spotlights, but um, some Asgardian elder is, or I don't really know what's happening here. The art is hard to understand. He's like on the rainbow road and then he just, throws himself off because Mangog's coming. Um, I don't know. Th- that part just confused me a little bit. I'm not fully caught up on Thor, so so that's probably why. But uh, that's what he looks like he does. He kind of just throws himself off the rainbow, rainbow bridgeway. Yeah. He gets a vision of the end, you know, and he's like, well, I'm just going to fucking kill myself before this bad shit happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so something bad's coming. He, he offs himself, and we check in on Tony Stark. Um, at the Stark facility in Dover, New Jersey. Uh, we see Mary Jane being escorted to Tony's room where he's being kept, the, the real Tony, um, because something has gone wrong. This is, I, I like this art, except this is the ugliest Mary Jane I've ever seen. For a former <laughs> supermodel, she's in baggy jeans and a green T-shirt. I don't think a former supermodel would be caught dead wearing that, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, she uh, they they take her to Tony's room and they find out he has vanished. 
uh, straight up vanished because no alarms have been set off. Uh, he was here just a few hours ago. There's there's nothing on cameras. Um, and then they're telling Mary Jane this because she runs basically Stark Industries since Tony has yep. um, been in a coma since C- Civil Civil War Two. This was actually um, the end of the last issue of Invincible Iron Man when they realized that Tony was missing. Okay, yeah, and that's that's continuing in because. Uh, um, Invincible Iron Man still going and Infamous Iron Man ended, right? Yeah, it just ended this week. Okay, yeah. So it's going to follow in Infamous Iron Man, the, the quest for Tony Stark. They're looking for him. Uh, then we get back to our connected story here, and it is Star Brand and Ghost Rider. They're just having a slugfest. Uh, Star Brand's throwing rocks at Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider <laughs> is really taking the brunt of the beating here at first until he does the fire breath trick right in star brand's face. Uh, they kind of start working their way over to a archeological dig as they're fighting really kind of unknowingly. And this is where, um, this is really the spot star brand is trying to keep ghost rider away from. So this is bad news for star brand. Um, we, we get a quick glimpse of these kind of scumbag archeologists doing the dig. And, um, I don't know. One of them seems kind of on the up and up and the other one's just like get this done by any means necessary because he knows he's about to find something that'll make him quote unquote possibly famous, you know. Um, Starbrand takes a, I don't know, a big hit from Ghost Rider. He goes flying that we don't really see and the shield agents that are protecting the dig draw their guns on Starbrand and he just blows them away in like two ah. seconds <laughs> if you give it a thought he's just like Poof, done yeah Surprise. they're like they're like don't move or we'll open and that's all they get to say Boom. <laughs> they're gone uh and this really threw me off here because i'm like man Starbred's really kind of being a bad guy i've never even seen him have a, a bad bone in his body before so i don't know if he's like possessed or if he's just on some secret mission from somebody we don't know about. Um, I think it's kind he, of a little um, off character for star brand. He has like all the, like the memory, like everything that he is, like all the previous star brands before him, like he has all that information. So he knows like, so what we saw in the beginning with Avengers 1 million BC, with the other star brand, like he knows what's in there, you know? Okay. So he knows about the celestial buried underground. And, yeah. I got that from the beginning. I just didn't know he had previous star brand memories. Yeah, because they're and they're all is, chosen. Now this is the same star brand that was in um, uh, time runs out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause because because I'm pretty sure he died at the end of Secret Wars in that giant fight. But that I know that didn't big, mean much. That was one of the big. I think it was either the first trade or the second trade of Hickman's Avengers. He was like a, a college kid. And uh, when he got chosen, like he vaporized everything around him. Like, that yeah, he, killed, he blew school. up the college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he was very reluctant. He didn't even want to be what he is. And then he, him and Nightmask, because um, Nightmask was created when all those fucking husks were growing all over the earth. And, you know, then yeah. the Avengers yeah, the separated. Yeah, the stuff. Yeah, and then they got separated and they trained together. And, and yeah, I, I wonder what happened to Nightmask. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I think he was in U.S. Avengers. I don't know. I think everyone's in U.S. Avengers that I haven't seen in forever because I've never picked that book up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we go back to the vinaigrette style of storytelling here. We get a, a Deadpool one. He is sitting on a can in the bathroom, kind of treating it like a confessional. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. It uh, I, I really like this Deadpool art, too. I don't know who did it, which one of uh, the thousand artists on this book, but it looks Ed great. Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis. Is this it. McGinnis? Yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is classic Ed McGinnis here, not the stuff we were getting in. Uh, which, um, it makes a oh, lot wait, of he sense. didn't do Secret Empire. No, um, it makes a lot of sense. He did the last issue of Astonishing X-Men, but he's also... The first Deadpool run in 1997 with Joe Kelly, he was the artist for like the first 50 issues. So it is kind of a yeah. cool like legacy thing. Yeah, he did the uh, Deadpool Spider-Man stuff with Kelly too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the that first, well, it ran for like four, 14 issues, but there were like two interlude issues in between two different sections of that trade. So uh, if you just buy the Joe Kelly Ed McGinnis Spider-Man Deadpool trades, and I think it's two or three books. Um, avoid the middle one because the first one is Joe Kelly and McGinnis and the third one is Joe Kelly and McGinnis and you'll get their full story in that. Uh, and anyway, I, I've just been updated by my girlfriend. I keep saying vinaigrette and it's vignette. Uh, yeah. so Aaron, Aaron is going to have a field day <laughs> with me. Um, anyway, uh, the cops have Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I went to college. I was in there for eight years, <laughs> different degrees, but I can't talk. So uh, anyway, we uh, see Deadpool outside the bathroom, or not Deadpool, the cops outside the bathroom with guns pointed at Deadpool. They know he's in there because he's killed uh, Collison. They're aware of it, and they start just opening fire on Deadpool in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, his pants are, which is, I was actually surprised his pants are up. I thought his pants would be down on the toilet. <laughs> but um, he's like, thank you, Father. May I have another? Thank no, you, you, Father. May I have another? <laughs> uh, he feels so guilty. Yeah, it's a pretty funny scene for being mildly depressing at the same time. I know. Um, then we go back. In Secret Warriors uh, number seven, I believe, is when uh, yeah. Quake and him are going to have it out about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This the sixth one kind of just set up that whole confrontation between the two of them. Um, we go and check in on Doctor Strange for another vignette. Uh, this time it's at the Sanctum Sanctorum, and they're he's there with Iron Fist. Uh, they both kind of mention they're having these strange dreams. So the vision of the Avengers BC and everybody. Uh, that's connected to those original heroes like Agamotto and Iron, the Iron Fist back then and all that. These people in the current times are having this dream of, of that battle with the Celestial. Um, um, I like the, the shrubbery joke from uh, the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they come outside because um, somebody was trying to break into the Sanctum Sanctorum. So Doctor Strange is kind of giving it the once over to make sure everything's good and good. Uh <laughs> He's like, thankfully, they did not make it past the shrubbery. And Iron Fist is like, the shrubbery? And he's like, yes, my shrubbery is not to be trifled with. (laughs) And then you see uh, Norman Osborn walking away from the Sanctum Sanctorum. He's not caught by anybody, but he's like, 
damn that shrubbery. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Because like, oh, I love what um, Iron Fist is like. Right, I heard your refrigerator is no piece of cake either. Because if you've ever read Doctor Strange, his refrigerator, like everything he eats, could eat you. So like, there's always something attacking him when he opens up his fridge. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was in the um. Wasn't that in the first Doctor Strange run by Aaron too? He he yeah, always yeah. freaked out if someone opened that refrigerator when he wasn't yeah. around. With the uh, clocks on it and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Norman Osborn is still trying to go after magic. If you read Spider-Man thirty-two, that was basically an entire issue dedicated to Norman Osborn and, and the beginning of his quest to really get the Goblin back uh, through magic means um, because. Peter has injected something into him to prevent it from every other way he's ever done it. Uh, so, so that's all we get of that. And then we get a, a final one here of Wasp and Jarvis at the Avengers Mansion. And we see some history has changed because they're looking out at the Avengers statue and there is somebody new added to this statue um, who through teases they've released is called the Voyager or the Voyeur, and I'm not really sure. I haven't read I much about it yet. I think it's Voyager. I think I, I saw. I got the article. I, I was looking at it the other day, but I didn't read it fully. So it looks like Jean Grey to me, just with like a different skin color and different hair. And I, I don't know. The costume's kind of lazy looking, but uh, she's got um. And the the full art I saw, I think she has like white hair or something like that. But, yeah, and every <laughs> I've read a couple things about it because this is supposed to be um something Mark Wade is continuing or whatever, and Every everyone that's that's complaining about it is just like Mark Wade just did a Lost Avenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the what's it called? Avenger, uh, X. Avenger X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that so, was a good story too. It was a better story yeah, in the, yeah. the 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 main book. The, yeah, well, the, the old remember the the old five issue series, the one point one, the one two point two, three point three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry Kitson. So, um, yeah, the vignettes wrap up again, and we check back in on the Avengers or this team of um, two Avengers and Riri fighting the Frost Giants. Uh, they start turning the tide in their favor, um, and the Frost Giants start kind of retreating deeper into this shield facility. And two of them, ironically, stumble upon the exact box that they needed to bring back to Loki. So this 4 box. Um, so one of them decides to take it while the other distracts the remaining good guys and start heading on back to Loki, uh, so they can have a successful mission here. Vignettes pop back up. We get a cool one with, uh, Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm and they fire the Fantastic Four logo gun into the sky. I never knew it was a gun. Usually Johnny does that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to trying to think in my mind how this bullet did a perfect circle, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be a preview of um, Marvel Two and One because the Two and One. Yeah. Jim Chung, the guy who's going to be doing the art for the series, did this page. It looks it looks good too. Looks yeah, good. I know. The only thing that worries me about that book is it's written by Chip Zdarsky. Me too. I want nothing. I might <laughs> pick up the first issue, but if I get any hints of Spectacular Spider-Man, I am dropping uh-huh. that quicker than. <laughs> Me too. Same here. <laughs> Same thing going on right here. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm really like, like I'm really concerned about that book. Cause that is not a 
match made in heaven in my world anyway, the Fantastic no. Four and Chip Zdarsky. Uh, I think it should be somebody else who should be handling that. Yeah. Chip Zdarsky doesn't have the chops for a Fantastic yeah. Four. Like, book, keep so. Chip Zdarsky on your comedy books, like um, Howard the Duck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like He can yeah, be yeah. His, his goddamn... Um, uses Jerry Seinfeld dialogue in a book like that. It, it does not work in real superhero books. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't. No. Um, I got to check out that Star-Lord book. Yeah, I know some people have liked that, but uh, I'm a little, I guess Star-Lord can be that goofy, but he's not that goofy all the time. You know, he gets serious. No, he, he does so. get serious. Um, he's not afraid to anyway, kill either. So. <laughs> yeah, I know he, he doesn't care, especially aliens. He will kill all aliens. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so then we get another little snippet here. This is of um, a space Wakanda galaxy, I guess. Uh, it's this called shit. the Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda. There's some sweet-looking spaceships. Looks like yeah. literally an entire planet with its own moon that Wakanda has some sort of control over or has some secret empire rolling around on i I don't that's all you get of it you just see pictures and narration um now i read black panther and the last arc is all about storm and and gods and stuff so i I don't i didn't see this coming i haven't read this week's issue yet but i did not see this coming but this looks crazy as fuck like yeah it does look really cool the art is is awesome um like anything uh combining at least visually, this Black Panther motif and uh, this intergalactic technology looks really cool. Uh, I personally haven't been digging to Nishi Coates' um, Black Panther, and it's just too political for me. But uh, I don't know. If they take it to space, I might have to check it out. Um, yeah, but I, I'm this looks not great. Gonna, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I read the first arc, and it just that story felt like it was moving so slow. I was I was just losing interest, so... I liked his, um, that book. It's... Uh... But you know, I, don't know. I, I like I, all the all the things he set up. But it's headed yeah. in a different direction since. It's soup. It's it's a little too political for a comic for me. But um, I, like now you can. Is now it different it's more now? Mystical. Yeah, it's more okay. mystical and has to deal with gods and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um. Then we we get another little snippet. Uh, this one is of I don't know area. No, it says Alpha Flight Deep Space Monitoring Station in New Mexico. This is just Area 51 to me. I don't, I don't know about anyone else. Um, <laughs> but uh, we see just some general workers, uh, you know, every sci-fi movie ever, um, sitting in front of all these computer screens waiting for, like, transmissions from space. And some girl pops in the room. She's like, come on, we're going to watch Russell Madness 9. Um, and he's like, he's like, I'm on duty here. I can't watch it. She's like, what's ever happened in here? You know you can come. And you know as soon as he gets up out of his seat, he's going to get a transmission they're going to miss. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, it's coming from Planet Scar, which is... Scar. Uh, Scar. There we go. Uh, they say, we need you, Green Scar, which is Planet Hulk calling for... Hulk to come back. Um, so yeah, Amadeus Chow is going to be heading there, I guess. Maybe we'll, we'll see banner there. I don't, I don't know the, I was a little disappointed. There was no banner in this book at all or no hints of him. Um, 
No, after what happened in Secret Empire. I, yeah, I wasn't, like they still haven't told you anything about that. I wasn't clear on what even happened to him. Because I know like they said his resurrection was temporary, but it just didn't feel that way. And they never right. explained. I never really got a clear idea of what happened to the Hulk slash Banner after that fight. Yeah. So. They, never tell you, they never told you when he died where they put him, how Secret Empire Captain America got him, and <laughs> how they brought him back and then back killed to him. Life. Yeah. Why was just it? like, oh, here's Hulk, and he's dying again soon. So yeah. he's not going to be alive this. for a long time. But we're not going to yeah, tell you why, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I appreciate the three pages you get here, guys. Uh, <laughs> we check back in on this fight that has lasted the entire issue between Starbrain and Ghost Rider. Um, it's still kind of like a stalemate. They just keep slugging each other and getting back up. Uh, finally, the upper hand and pulls out the trump card which is the pennant stare. Excuse me. Got too much coffee coming back up. Uh, the pennant stare. And he is mildly surprised because this is a power this ghost rider has never had before. And it completely eliminates Starbrand. Like he just explodes into a giant ball of energy. Um, and you <clears> see <throat> a Starbrand mark on the ground when, when he leaves. I love when he's like, uh, so many dead. He's like, I did it to save the world. Because, like, you know, he it's it's all the guilt of all the people he killed, like when he exploded a planet or murdered everybody at that college, you know, and it just killed yeah. him. Yeah, so he's done uh, with the pennant stare. Um, and Ghost Rider gets back in his car, and I think he's driving away from this archaeological dig at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it says, do not enter. I can't tell if he's driving away from it or driving into it. Oh, yeah, I think he's driving into it. Yeah, I, I was just a little, I'm like, eh, is he driving into it or leaving? Um, it looks like he's going back in, but that's all we really see of Ghost Rider for the issue. We check back in on these archaeologists, uh, Jim's dream profession, and they're get, going deep into this cavern. Now, they, they've found something, and it appears to be like these symbols on what looks to be just a giant stone wall kind of and and this is kind of metal-esque because they look like um caveman symbols of the superhero basically brand marks you know what i'm saying like you got the eye of agamotto there the star brand the phoenix mark the black panther mark uh the thor hammer mark and i don't know what that one in the top left is uh the iron fist it's got yeah it's got to be iron fist it just looks all wacky i don't yeah, know what it looks that like is. a bat <laughs> yeah i don't know what the hell that is. i couldn't interpret that it's supposed, one. It's supposed um, to be the dragon the shall allow the undying but it's uh okay. but it looks like a bat <laughs> Backed up i can't like no matter what way i look at it i'm not seeing dragons so um now does this like force field or wall giant celestial hand or is that just in a different part of this cavern it's hard to tell uh well i think i don't know what that is you i think that is like a force i think it comes down when the hand raises up yeah i think so too because the hand comes out of nowhere looks like the wall vanishes it zaps the archaeologists and basically i guess they vanish and then we see the wall kind of go back up, right? Like there's this weird sound. It's like, yeah, yeah, it, it does. I think it goes back up. 
uh, and the celestial comes to life when the, when these people near him, and he says, "Summon the final host and cleanse them all." Which I wonder, because um, you know, when when they obliterate a planet, they send that guy uh, Exitar, which is like a different celestial whose his whole entire thing is to like destroy planets. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I wonder how all that celestial planet. stuff is going down because it was just a whole bunch of scenes with celestials and them all being killed and. New ones being resurrected in their place with uh, that Ultimates too. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. So, um, but this is a celestial from the ancient past that had nothing to do with that. So, uh, I mean, that makes sense to me. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what all the new guys are up to, or if that's something that's in canon, or, or that's something they just let Al Ewing do. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, we we go back to the shield base, and it is. Uh, I don't know. The Avengers just bringing the Frost Giants into custody, kind of in Hulk handcuffs. Um, the government is saying all the boxes are accounted for because, again, that one the Frost Giant made off with was not on the manifest. Uh, we go back to check in on this Frost Giant that escaped, and he has the box, and he is he's running away. <laughs> um <laughs> He gets pretty far, I guess, and as he starts crossing this road, uh, he freezes like a deer in the headlights uh, <laughs> at this truck coming at him and gets annihilated by a beer semi-truck uh, with a trailer <laughs> attached to the back of it. Um, <laughs> so, Ooh, the fucking beer can that's just hilarious. It's reinforced yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, it, he gets crushed. Um, beer is on the ground. He starts just hacking away at this truck that hit him. Um, the driver throws it in park and comes stepping out to confront this frost giant, kind of a ballsy move. This frost giant is screaming in the face of this dude with a cowboy head. He's like, you hear me, human, you are dead. And the human says, nah, not no more. I ain't. And then claws pop and look like they're coming right for this frost giant's face. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we, we got some sort of Wolverine. Did you see in the cab? It's like all cigarette butts, like Hank Williams yeah. CD. And then he's got <laughs> galaxy travel, galactic travel guide. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, is he wearing a Fitbit? Hank Williams CD. I, I, I heard somebody say that. Yeah. It, I didn't notice it until right now. It looks like he does have a Fitbit on. Uh, so we, we go from the splash page of this frost giant taking a claw punch and so this beautiful. is where we get our answer of what Wolverine this is, because uh, the X-Men have brought Wolverine's adamantium-covered body to this place in Canada. It's kind of like this little shack is a, a memorial for him. And Jean Grey is, is coming to visit it. She looks all jacked up in the face in that one panel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she gets up there to you know pay her respects and sees the um, the kneeling Wolverine statue all ripped open. Uh, so the adamantium covering encasing Wolverine has been ripped open somehow. Um, and, and that is the Wolverine that is punching the frost giant. So we have officially the real Logan back after he kills this frost giant, separates his head from his body. Uh, <laughs> fucking beer. <laughs> Chug shotguns of beer and then burps and sticks the, uh, beer can into the chest of the frost giant. 
I was like, keep this cold for me, will you? <laughs> There's no beer left in there. I don't know what he needs to keep it cold for. Uh, he walks over to the the box the Frost Giant was carrying, this 41939 box, and he's like, hey there, bub. So he reaches into, into the box, and aren't we a hell of a pair, he says, as he pulls out an Infinity Stone, uh, the blue one, whatever one that is. I don't know. They They – seem to keep changing and they're different in the movies than in the books. So yeah. yeah. There were also so, a bunch of people bent out of shape online that it, it's not called an infinity gem here. It's called an infinity stone. Yeah. Cause in the movies it's stones and in the books it's supposed yeah. to be gems. Well, whatever. Yeah, so, you don't gems. I know, I know a bunch of like hardcore Marvel comic fans were all offended about that this week. <laughs> Let me t- just tell them that a gem technically is a stone. So it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when people, uh, buy diamonds and stuff. They can be called gems, stones, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've heard them referred to as stones. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, it doesn't, like, literally when I read Infinity Gem or Infinity Stone, there's no uh, trigger warning that goes off in my brain. No, so it, it doesn't either. matter to me. What a but little yeah, we got thing to get fucking hung up on. It's not called a gem! Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, so old... Regular, not old man Logan, the old school Logan, the real Logan, uh, is back. Um, it's kind of weird that he has uh, the intergalactic travel guide in his truck. Yeah. Um, and that he just stumbles upon an infinity stone, which made me think that he didn't really stumble upon it. He kind of no. was either headed to the shield facility to get it and knew this guy ended up having, I don't know what Wolverine knows and what he doesn't know. We haven't seen him since 2014. So, uh, you know, we don't know how long he's been out of his adamantium encasing, uh, what he's going after this, well, not going after, but even, even stumbling upon the stone for, you know, the Wolverine isn't necessarily somebody you think about when you think of infinity stones, you know what I'm no. saying? Um, so, so this is, a another one of the, probably if I had to pick two of my favorite things from the book, like getting answers about what the hell Wolverine's going to do with this infinity stone are things I want. And a little more of the uh, BC million BC Avengers um, would be my top two. I don't understand this page at all. Maybe you can help me out. Is it just recapping events? I don't know what's going on in this top panel with the middle one being Riri um, and the mm -hmm. bottom one being Logan's truck. Oh, okay. Uh, which page is that? I thought because I thought the next page was it's the, um, the page before the fan, uh, the Fantastic Four kids pop up. Oh, because oh, okay. This is the one after. <clears throat> is that just Ghost Rider's <clears throat> car ju- jumping? One after Gamora and Loki. Yeah, in the desert. Okay. It looks like uh, I had no idea what that was. But right now, it's just I'm finally oh, that's Ghost Rider's car. Yeah, he's in um, the African desert. And then before that, you had uh, the. Well, the Guardian story with Gamora searching for the the Infinity Stones because that's what's going on in Guardians right now. Yeah, she's trying to hunt those down, and Loki is coming in contact with the Celestial since he's now, not going to get the stone he wanted, and realizes that he's going to summon a different kind of power. I'm curious what's going to happen with Loki, but I know we're going to find out in Doctor Strange because the first arc is him, this Loki Sorcerer Supreme. So I'm sure we'll find yeah. out soon. Yeah, um, and the Celestial saying, summon the final host. Uh, yeah, I, I skipped ahead of that page. I shouldn't have skipped that one. because I just got distracted. I'm like, I don't know what this panel is as I look ahead. 
Um, but yeah, th- then we get that just quick summary page, kind of recapping the three stories we've went through. Uh, Ghost Rider still in the desert. Riri is pissed off while Captain America and Thor make out, I guess. I don't know. Does she have a crush on Cap? I, I don't know why she's mad. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know why she's mad either. I know that. Did uh, she fuck Jane up? And- I know she fucked up the Avengers saying. Is she mad about that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it looks like they're at a party. I, I, I literally don't know why yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Um, and then Wolverine's truck is just parked and hiding out. Uh, then we kind of see this cosmic hand trying to reach out for something. Um, it's kind of ominous what what any of that means. Um, and then Franklin and Valeria are just kind of hanging out in some space jet skis going through the cosmos. Um, and, and they are just charting and adventuring through different worlds really is kind of what we get uh, continuing and picking up from the cliffhanger at the conclusion of secret wars where they were trying to reestablish the multiverse. Um, I think and and like that's how our book completes. Gardeners. <laughs> yeah. They obviously have like, these kids have always been a little overpowered. So I, I don't know if they have even additional powers now because the, Valeria is like controlling this giant space hand. I don't know what it's doing. I don't either. Maybe it's she, making a new world, and then they're going to check out the world they created. I don't really know. She doesn't. She, aside from her intelligence, she doesn't really have any powers. Uh, Franklin. Yeah, Franklin has all the uh, omni fucking potent powers. He's, there, Franklin's the um, most powerful mutant uh, in existence. He can literally think of something and make it happen. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Was it Onslaught when he, like, I don't know if he resurrected all the heroes, but he saved them all and put them in his bouncy ball? (laughs) (laughs) That was a long time ago. But I think it was Onslaught. Um, Yeah, that's the conclusion of our issue. Uh, There's a, um, if you got the digital, not the digital, the the hard copy of the issue, there's a few pages in back that kind of show you the legacy books coming up and how, they're continuing the little vignettes uh, that were were placed throughout the legacy issue. Um, what we don't really know yet is where to kind of follow the main story, I, I guess, because uh, the, the first Avengers book is that Champions crossover. So yeah. my guess would be possibly after that arc is concluded, no when surrender. it hits that weekly story where it might continue. I, 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 think, don't, I don't know. I think that's we'll exactly what we'll it's a little bit. It's going to continue in that, I think. I, I heard it's supposed to be one title, but they're going to take like the creative team for each Avengers book. So, like every event, so instead of Uncanny Avengers, it'll just be Avengers, and instead of U.S. Avengers, it'll just be Avengers, and they're all going to tell one story. Yeah, they're going to Batman Eternal it, kind of. Kind of um, better though. Yeah, hopefully, because <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be one creative team on a book a month. So, like every week. An Avengers title will come out, but it'll be like a separate creative team for each book. So each creative team had a month to work on their issue instead of just like rushing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I always have problems with books with different creators, so they never are as seamless as they usually uh, anticipate being. But we'll, we'll see what happens there with that. Um, like that but, but it is going to, it's just regular Marvel pricing, though. The first issue of that uh, weekly series will be four ninety nine, and then three ninety nine thereafter, and probably the last one will be four ninety nine. So, for a weekly book, you got a heavy investment coming up if that's something you're interested in. And they um, they scaled back uh, 
a lot of the to like they usually release like 90 100 and some odd titles but they scaled it back to 52 and like every week i think there's going to be like five to eight books coming out instead of like 20 so yeah, i think there's a, actually a few more than i think it's probably up to like 55 or 56 with some of the yeah. additional one shots coming out like wrapping up long lost character storylines like hawk. dark hawk and fucking two yeah, yeah. etch or whatever the fuck that is i don't, I don't know um but anyway, no. uh, buy, borrow, or forget it altogether here. Um, I, I don't know. I really like the book. There there were a few things I, I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, I wish the one-page vignettes were just a little longer, gave you a little more. Um, and, and there was a little less Ghost Rider star brand fighting because you kept checking back on it, and the, all they just kept doing is slugging, each, slugging the shit out of each other, and you weren't getting much out of it. Um, but I love the BC Avengers stuff. I love the, um, what was that other part I said I liked? The 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 new Wolverine stuff, although there's entirely yeah. too many of the same character running around in, in one world right now. Um, I, I like that the original is back. I sense possibly Old Man Logan might be going back home. I don't, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens with that. No, There's no hints of his series ending, and it sells. It's one of the best-selling X-Men books. So I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. They kind of got a dilemma on their hands there with um, the success old man Logan has had and, and now bringing this new Wolverine back. But um, we'll see where all that goes. The art was great. Uh, the Assad Rubik stuff was by far my favorite of it. Um, you know, uh, I was unhappy with how Mary Jane looked, but uh, th- that's just a nitpick kind of. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. If you're been reading Marvel – this this kind of gives you a, um, a roadmap for where it's going in the future um, and kind of a plan in place, which all the other relaunches that they've done over the last few years have not had. It's just kind of mm-hmm. been like, here's the individual titles coming out. So that that's a very good thing. Um, the only thing I don't know about it, and it might just uh, scare away some new people, is um, I, I don't know how... Like like uh, Jim's example, like he really liked the one shot, but it's it's very confusing about where you're going to be picking up the threads. Um, yeah, unless you are going forward, and and it really feels like here what they're doing is so they've set the roadmap in place with Marvel Legacy. They're gonna kind of twiddle their thumbs for another three or four months here until things really kind of kick off. That's what it feels like a little bit. Well, at the end uh, of the issue. All the one-shot stories—they tell you where they're where they are all going to continue. And so yeah, if you see- yeah, yeah. I, I did I did mention that, and that's cool. Um, so you see the covers. Uh, the the only thing is that wasn't really in the issue is the X Men stuff where it says Mojo Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. That that wasn't referenced at all. But all the other little threads that popped up in a page or two are referenced uh, where you'd pick those up in in the back of the hard copy. Um, so check out those covers. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely getting the Spider-Man one and, uh, then they have an entire checklist in the back of the legacy titles coming out, all of them. So, uh, they they help you a little bit. I think that's where Jim was lost. He didn't see this in the digital copy. Uh, Cause I, I emailed him the digital copy and I have it on mine. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just didn't. He finished the title, saw the end, and stopped reading. Um, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, your roadmap is in the back. So where you'd continue things from. Uh, but like I said, I don't know how um, 
the disenchanted Marvel fans, if this is something that would drag them back in, uh, you know, there's not your new characters coming back just yet. That's seems to be coming further down the line. Um, but overall the, I mean, the book was, was good. You can't really say it. It was put together poorly. I had to, after I, I got my book home, I hate the trifold covers <laughs> the, there. It, it doesn't cover the full book. Like you got pages exposed on the inside. Um, you know what I'm saying there, how it folds out and it, it's like a little short. The cover doesn't go all the way to the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I hate that. So a little bit of the oh, first page is exposed. Yes. It drives yeah. me up a wall. I cannot stand that. And then um, I probably just got a bad copy, but my, my like staples are really loose. Um, like the cover can almost just be pulled right from it. Like, so it can just be a poster. Uh, so I, I ordered the lenticular one online. I got it for like two bucks on eBay. So if you're, uh, you're interested in checking it out and you don't want to pay the full price at the comic shop, there are thousands of copies on eBay for, for cheaper than cover price. Like go there, snag one up, um, check it out. Let us know what you guys think. But, but I, I suggest it to buy. I think if, if you go in with an open mind, uh, even even if you hate some of the characters that are featured in it, um, you, you can see the roadmap underneath it all for, for how some of the guys will return. Uh, but I won't hold it against you if you want to actually wait for those characters to come back because the, the book lineup isn't changing much from what it currently is. Uh, and I think it's going to take a little little more time for all that to happen. Um, but but I, I rate this a buy. Um, uh yeah, I mean, I think if you like Marvel, you'll you'll like what's in this book. If, if you're disenchanted right now, it's not going to draw you right back in, but there are the, you'll see some things you like and you, you yeah. to keep your eye on for the future. What about you? What do you think overall? I just rambled there for a while. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, <laughs> I I love Isad Rubik. He's one of my favorite artists. Um, the Avengers one million BC stuff was uh, exciting because it was new. You know, it's not something. You see I, all the time. I liked it. Yeah, it was the yeah. new stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, oh, I got like real bad gas for some reason. It's killing me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about that when Comic Con comes because I guess they were saving a bunch of books or information about what's coming in the future for New York Comic Con because supposedly uh, that's where Marvel releases all their comic book news and the San Diego one. That's where they do all their movie shit. So um. But I like the Starbrand stuff. I haven't seen Starbrand for a while. I, I think it did go on for a little too long, just the yeah. fighting. You know what I mean? It could have been I wrapped know. up a little quicker. But um, yeah. it's a shame that he died, but I I guess it doesn't matter because it's something that's cho- like it's something that's yeah, passed down. Passed on to somebody new, yeah. Um, I liked the Loki stuff because uh, it's going to, you know, I, I'm a big Doctor Strange fan, and we're going to see that continue in his book. So it's going to be interesting to see how he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme and what goes on with that Celestial that maybe makes it happen. Or maybe that story will be continued in Jason Aaron's next book. I'm not sure. Uh, the Avengers stuff, fighting the Frost Giants was cool. You know, it was just an Avengers fight. <laughs> but it, I like the, I like the vignettes. I, I like the, the one pages. I like the, the Captain America one. I really like the, the Thor one. Russell Dortmund's art was just insane. All the art in this book was really, really good. I like the Alex Maleev stuff. Um, 
you're right though. Mary Jane did she kind of looks like uh, oh Pippi Longstocking. Yeah, she's got the she freckles. Looks, like she does not look like an attractive female <laughs> no. in the page. She looks like she's ready to go on a like an archaeological dig. You know, yes. she's got, yeah, she really does. <laughs> like, I don't. Mary, Mary Jane is supposed to be like one of the sexiest women in the Marvel universe. Like, sex her up a little bit there. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but I, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in that story because after uh, Civil War II ended and Tony went in that coma, and they said he had you know he had so much technology in his body that he was basically like in a coma and healing himself, you know. Yeah. And they put him in that crazy fucking suit, that weird suit that looks like an Iron Man suit, but it's not. When they bury yeah, him, it's, buried it's him. like the Iron Man Under Armour suit. Yeah. Like what uh, he wears underneath metal because you don't want metal on skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like his old extremis armor that used to come out of his bones and spread all over his body. Um, flipping through the Star Brand stuff, like that stuff did go on forever. I mean, it, it was it cool. really did. It was almost it a quarter of the book, maybe a little more. <laughs> uh, the Deadpool shit was pretty funny with him and the, the stall getting all blown to bits. The Ed McGinnis art was probably I, I liked this art this one page better than what he did in astonishing x-men last month because that, yeah. that just seemed a little rushed uh the doctor strange stuff by Stuart amonin was pretty cool um which i don't know if it's more doctor strange stuff or amazing spider-man stuff because Stuart amonin yeah, i don't know i'm Norman confused Oswald. about that too because it feels like <laughs> doctor strange is uh, and then they use the amazing spider-man artist for it but that was i thought that that one page was was really really funny with the shrubbery and then continuing yeah. the story from like i like that every one of these vignettes continued something that was happening in a previous book you know what i mean so mm -hmm. if you yeah. read amazing spider-man you know what's going on here if you read captain america secret empire you know what's going on there um the wakanda one threw me a little bit but I guess yeah, that was kind of just like, hey, we got a big tease coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to build to this. I mean, because what Coates does is like every 12 issues is like a season of a TV show. So like, yeah, you know, the first season was all the political stuff. And then the second season has to deal with gods, like all the the, the gods of Wakanda. Um, and then I guess this next one, it's going to be building a space empire. And that just sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, we get that one page from Avengers Surrender, and it, it, it's okay, I guess. I, I'm not too excited for that event. I, I was hoping yeah, for something else, but me too. Whatever. I don't. I'm not interested in like a new Marvel character with a secret history nobody I'm knows thinking, about. Like we we just did all that shit. I know. I, I'm thinking like they said it's going to last three months, so it's going to end in in January, I think. And I think that's you know maybe that's going to be the end of all their Avengers book, and they're going to like rebrand because uh, I don't know what Jason there. I think it starts in January because they they got that crossover with Champions first. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, that's only two issues. That's not going to buy bi weekly, hopefully. But anyway, um, so it's two issues of Avengers and two issues of Champions for you know four issue crossover. But um, I, I think the, the, the Logan story is going to continue in that Jason Aaron book with the Avengers BC story. I don't think we're going to see him in an X-Men book for a long time. Yeah, I don't so, either. And that gives them time to deal with old man Logan, whatever the hell they want to do with him. Because I know he's going to have that samurai ninja story coming up where he's fighting. Yeah, and that dude's in like fucking eight books, too. Like they, they yeah. really got to start facing him out of things if the regular Wolverine is back. Put him in a little less. Yeah, he's in Astonishing. He's in uh, Gold, Gold, and he's in Old Man, Old Man Logan. I mean, that that's three major books. They're not little books; they're major books. So if they are gonna yeah. get rid of him, they're gonna have to start scaling it back. But I I know Astonishing is only a year long story, and when that ends, something big is gonna happen for the X Men universe, and with the Phoenix coming back and Charles Xavier and all that shit, a lot of stuff. Yeah, you can I can see 
I can see the wheels turning. Like I can see all the moving parts starting to come together to like bring back all these classic characters, especially like with Wolverine coming back. Like you, I, I could just see it heading in that direction. But I like for people who read this book and because I know a lot of people go to the comic book store and a lot of people won't even read Marvel. Like most people, like a lot of people read Image. Some people uh, go with you know DC, but there are a lot of people. And I've seen it in their pull pictures. They don't buy any Marvel books. They never read Marvel, but they bought this, you know. And yeah. um, and it can be a little off-putting if you if you're not caught up on your current <laughs> Marvel history. You don't get to see a lot of the seeds that were planted in this issue, and a lot of the things that came before it. Uh, even though they do give you like a clear view of where they're going in the future and the roadmap at the end, but I guess it was still off-putting. It was really some- weird. Um- that for a Marvel Legacy issue, you know, bring, quote unquote, reestablishing uh, their history, that there was so much focus on Ghost Rider and Starbrand. Because yeah, Starbrand is literally a character who was created like four years ago. Um, yeah. So, so it's weird that, you know, he's in almost half the book mm. uh, in some way, shape, or form between BC Avengers and, yeah, had Robbie. and the current, yeah, the current issue. So, that's a little strange, uh, and, and I think that's what caught a lot of people off off guard and affected an opinion. Um, I guess he of theirs. You know what I'm saying? Especially newer people that were out of the game for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably didn't read the event related Avengers books and all that. You know, um, so so it was a weird choice, and it, and it worked kind of, but it could have been a little shorter. And I think if you elaborated on some of those little one page. Uh, one shots with the classic people, they would have liked it more. So I can see where where the complaints come from from those people that aren't aren't reading current Marvel and and like you know like a Jim or or, uh, Repairman Jack or or someone like that. Yeah, I mean it was a lead, and it's the Star Brand and and Ghost Rider stuff is all a part of the Wolverine stuff and the Avengers stuff. It's all kind of happening at the same time. Um, Yeah, it's all loosely connected. And uh, because in the beginning with the Avengers 1 million BC stuff, you had a Starbrand and a Ghost Rider there. So Starbrand is the protector of Earth. That's his whole entire purpose. So I guess, you know, if yeah, he has like Green Lantern. Yeah. So if he has like uh, the previous happenings and memories of, of all the other Starbrands, which I, I'm guessing since we haven't seen a Starbrand until Hickman created them, they're not a lot around. They only come around when a big level the only reason why he was tapped to become starbrand is because the beyonders were ending yeah, the yeah. universe so yeah. like that's the whole reason yeah. why he was yeah they, 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 there isn't usually just a, a dude that can you know blow away anything with these cosmic rays yeah. hanging around all the time because like, so, he's really he's really a powerful character with that it makes sense to me that he would be protecting this world ending celestial making sure that nobody goes near it and seeing right. a ghost rider close to it you know what i mean like maybe rob robbie doesn't even know how he got to south africa so maybe something like he took himself there like blacked out in ghost rider form and and was on his way there and star brands like oh, I, I can't let this fucking happen if he activated you look who it took to take this thing down a million yeah, we years don't know ago. and we don't know who the last uh victim or the last host this celestial is looking for would be yeah i don't know who that um, is either and, w- and one thing i do know they could possibly be Robbie Reyes from from the hints and, and how Starbrand's trying to keep him away from there, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because um, Thor can kill Celestials because y- Yabjorn, the, the axe that the enchanted axe he carries around, 
Like yeah. thousands of years ago, he enchanted it so he could kill Apocalypse because Apocalypse beat him up like a bitch and he went home all pissed and he's like, I'm going to enchant this axe. Um, and his armor is celestial armor. So that's, so now like he can pierce it and the Apocalypse twins used it to kill a celestial, like decapitate it. <laughs> Crazy story by Remender. But um, I don't know why, like I can understand why celestials are a threat, but if you destroy one, I can understand why he's, being held captive under the ground because if you destroy one the rest know yeah and they, they come will, yeah <laughs> they come and they will punish like they will just destroy the planet so i can see why he's fucking locked away under there and why Starbrand wants to stop anybody from trying to get to him so in a way robbie reyes fucked us by killing well, fucked the, the marvel universe by killing Starbrand because now loki gets in there the archaeologists get in there so whatever's going to happen, whatever this thing is summoning, like uh, that's the, the big story that's that Jason Aaron's going to tell. And I, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure we'll find out within the next three to four months. And I, it really made me really interested. Like it did its job. You know, it, it made me super interested to see what is going to come in the future. I like the story he set up here. I just hope that like Marvel can hold themselves to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they, what they really need to do is put good writers on the important books and let yes. them tell a story without and interrupting them with bullshit. That's what they I need to do. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Like I know they said like no events for 18 months, but I, I don't want to wait like two years, like, like DC. Like I, I really like DC read universe rebirth. Number one, that was a great book. This is very similar to it. Very similar. It's almost, this is a copied idea. Like they're just trying to do what they did. It's blatant. Like if you, anybody who denies that's just lying to themselves, but, Right. The thing about it was, is when DC did that, um, you know, they, they did have a clear vision of where they wanted to go, just not how to get there. And, and all the books kind of dragged ass for like the past two years, like half of the issues are fillers. Sometimes the stories don't go anywhere. Yeah. Well, they, the one thing they did say in their press conferences, they had a two year plan. So yeah, the, the two year plan is starting to wrap up with Doomsday Clock. So we'll see. They didn't flesh out that two-year plan well at all. And Doomsday Clock is the, the the end line, you know what I mean? And it's okay. It's just, you know, they had all these crossovers and miniseries that are supposed to give you information that gave you no information. It was just a dick tease flavor. It's almost like they didn't – and when I heard Jeff Johns talk about when he wrote that story, they didn't have a clear vision of where they were going until he wrote that story. And he wrote that story at, after he wrote DC Universe Rebirth number 1. So he didn't really know where he wanted to go when he yeah. wrote that book so um yeah i, I think they, they they write an outline and they they have like the end yeah in place for the outline but then the middle is kind of all empty and then when it you is. hand it off to other people it tends to i don't know it can meander or like other people aren't, aren't um i don't know you just thought other people aren't jeff johns you know what i'm saying no. so <laughs> as much as i enjoyed a lot of the rebirth books i hope marvel doesn't copy them to that effect i mean i know the weeks aren't going to go bi-weekly so maybe the stories will be more solid because bi-weekly schedules more than anything hurt books and they don't like maybe they help sales i i don't see it but i mean i know one copy of like say i don't know nightwing maybe it sells like forty thousand copies a month and then the second copy sells thirty thousand copies so you're selling seventy five thousand copies of nightwing instead of 40 a month so i guess you are making more money but, yeah they, they, they've they've they can manipulate the numbers in a different way but yeah. the only thing is they don't like those two titles don't get lumped together on the diamond charts you know so it's it doesn't yeah, yeah. 
fill up the whole top, uh, you know, top 10 of, of DC books. But yeah, I, if I had to compare I just the two, just, yeah, I know I'm with you. I, I want it. I want some good stories coming out of this, which we hope happens. Um, and oh, no. much like DC, it'll probably, you know, you're going to have to wait and see which books are the good ones, which ones are the bad ones, or you just buy it all and start weeding them out that way. So that's what I did. That's what I did with DC. I yeah, that's what I did too. I, I don't know. Here's out. the thing, though. I'll say though, because they're not all number ones and they're not fresh no. jumping on points. Like I'm not going to be trying them all. I'll try the ones that I currently get, and then a few that I'm interested in, like the. Um, Shit, I forgot which one it was. I was just looking at all those pictures. Uh, like the Guardians, I'll probably start buying that. It's like a value. That'll be pretty runs. big. Yeah, and um, uh, I might check out one issue of Two and One. I don't have much faith in Chip Zdarsky. But yeah, like it, it does got me interested in a few new books coming out. All the ones, um, except for Hulk and Deadpool, uh, all the ones that they show in the roadmap at the end, I'm interested in. Except for Hulk and Deadpool, I'm not really interested in those. And I'm kind of yeah. I'm going to skip the... Mojo. I'm going to skip Mojoverse because that's a. It just feels like a quick crossover that's going to happen and doesn't have much implication, really. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, I mean, I'll. I, I'm not paying for it, but I'll check it out. But uh, and the Avengers one doesn't really interest me that much because Mark Wade's Avengers has been like mediocre. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not champions. interested in the champions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like champions is hit or miss. Like it, I, I've read all eleven issues, and I, I've swore it off more than one time. Like oh, I'm not yeah. gonna fucking read this book ever again. And then I end up picking it out. Let me check it out. I didn't pay for it. Let me check it out. Yeah. You know what's bugging but, uh, me at the bottom here with this X Men stuff? What? They got the covers flip flopped because they're connecting covers, but oh, they yeah? got them on the wrong sides. They got them on the wrong sides. That's fucking retarded. <laughs> but um, all in all. It was a. This was a buy. This was a definite yeah. buy. I, I'm totally yeah, I excited. Liked it too. Fan, and like everything that's going on with Uncanny Avengers and then Marvel Two and One. So you you know like eventually the Fantastic Four are gonna come back. Like it, there's no way yeah, they're I, not. Everything that's gonna be a, a dragged out thing like Rebirth, though. I think. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Just talking about the dragged out aspect. That is gonna be a dragged out aspect. So they're gonna at least get twelve issues of two and one out there. I hope the it's aspect. the eighteen months. Like when they said, "Oh, we don't have any events planned for eighteen months." Okay, well, then just do eighteen months of of your story and and give us what's gonna happen. Not an event, but like after the eighteen months. Like, we get the Fantastic Four back, maybe, and, like, you know, big, cool shit happens, you know what I mean, that leads to other stories. And I, I like that it's, like, a Valiant relaunch. Like, it's not, there are not all new, brand new number ones, and they are all brand new stories. Like, you could read Mighty Thor, and you could read that little paragraph in the beginning, and you're set. Captain America, same thing. Iron Man, same thing. Like, you'll pick up that issue, and you'll know exactly where you're supposed to be because of those paragraphs that Marvel gives you. But at the same, yeah, well, they also got those legacy pages. They're going to include those three page, the premiere pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have, I actually have them all. Um, yeah, you can somehow, download them on technology. Yeah, yeah. They they all got put on the internet, and there's like a ton of them. And I, I got them all. They're pretty cool. Like some of them are done, but most of them are done by Bagley, and some of them are done by the books artists that you know normally work on those books. But um, you know, I'm I'm excited for it, and I, I'm I, yeah. I like the way they're doing it. This Spider Gwen, I was looking at the Spider Gwen premiere pages by Mark Bagley, and I'm like, man, I wish Mark Bagley could draw all the Spider books. Like, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, like, yeah I, like, I like him doing the Spider books too. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we're gonna talk a little more about Legacy. Kind of uh, throw some questions out there uh, on Marvel Madness podcast that we didn't answer here, and you know, just just cover it a little more in depth, even though this was a little longer than I thought it'd be. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, if, if you guys trust our opinions, I would say go pick it up. Um, you know, let us know what you think, what you liked, what you didn't like, and we'll share some thoughts next week uh, or email them to Jim and Eric and, and they can read them, whatever you prefer. But uh, we're going to end the Marvel Minute. Uh, which was a little longer than a minute this week, and we'll holler at you guys next week. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Beamer3660. Trevitt, where are you at, man? I am at Afronaddict. And we'll be there all week, share polls, do all that stuff, digital codes, whatever. Um, but also, at Madness Marvel 1 is our Marvel podcast, and we drop every Monday, so check that out as well. Uh, but we're ending the party here, guys. I got the bills to watch. Uh, so wish me luck because uh, my brain is, is going to be angry in, a, in probably a few hours here. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Peace. That's me. Reviews, reviews, reviews. And we're here with three books in this section. Eric, are these your favorite books you've ever read in your life? No. Could they possibly be the best books that you've ever read? Could it? No, I don't know why you even (laughs) put this out there. Is this the Flash Woman League of America section? Is that what you would call it? What would you call it if you the had Flash a chance? Flash League of America League section. Flash no, you Wonder forgot. League you forgot America. the woman I though. Did. See, Jesus Christ. See, you're already forcing things in, Eric. And I believe that a couple of these books, at least, uh, are are kind of forced. I have to admit it. I don't know if you saw that as well. Whoo-wee. Some of these are not good. This just is going to continue the pile of crap of books that we have to deal with here. At Weird Science, Eric, and you can tell, hopefully, I'm depressed. I, I, we have to talk about these books. It's a chore. You want to start the chores? Yeah, my favorite chore is probably doing the dishes. You know why? Oh, because no, at the end, but at the end, at least you're clean. You're clean at the end. And really, when I do the dishes, that means I can also slip in some shorts uh, maybe some undies, stuff like that. I, I don't but think you're doing the wash right. Telling you, at the end, the only thing I don't like is if you if you wait too long to do the dishes and then you get those wrinkly old man hands. 
oh, yeah, I don't like worse. that. I hate that. But at least at the end, you, you're already clean. Then you could go relax. You're out there digging ditches, maybe a six-foot ditch, maybe the size of a body Why in your backyard. Well, that would be a chore. You, that doesn't happen at your house? Uh, here's no. the basically. The uh, so the what you're acid. telling me then is the chore you do then is go and get the lime. That's uh, your chore, right? See, I melt the bodies down. I ain't digging no goddamn okay. six-foot holes. Yeah, but that leaves uh, – nowadays, you can't get away with that either. How about you're the one who's in charge of getting the stolen credit card and renting the wood chipper? Is that possible? I don't think the, the, I would be able to do any of this stuff. I'm, I'm telling you, this, this DNA testing nowadays has really taken the fun out of my childhood uh, activities that I used to do. It really Honestly, is. You can't get I, away with I the wood chipper anymore. I think it's all propaganda anymore. by the freaking police. I don't think they actually you don't think that's true? DNA testing. I think they well, put that out there to try to make people think that it's out there so they don't do anything bad. Well, you say that, Eric, but recently, maybe even the last issue of Flash, we were told you can't even flush fucking blood down the toilet. Uh, there's another chore out of my childhood. Huh? Uh, you know, there you go. That uh, try to remember the story about hitting the doorknob, things like that. A lot of fun. <laughs> fun things from my childhood. Eric. But we're going to start now. Uh, we got to get to these. Flash number 31. Written by Joshua Williamson. Art by Neil Googe. The Googe, Eric. Gus Vasquez, Ivan Placenza, and Tom Annapolitano. Joshua Williamson wraps up the Bloodwork story, and it may be one of the most forced endings to any story I've ever read, ever, and really in Rebirth especially. The art is not great either, but the dual cliffhangers with Barry heading off to work at Iron Heights and Wally helping him figure out the negative speed force saved it from a fuck you five or worse. That's, there's my point. It really did at that point. Like Towards the end of the story, they started speaking language. They started talking sweet to me. They started talking Eric's language. They were welcoming me back. With these promises and oh, like yeah. tell me things are going to be different from promises and sweet nothing. Now here, before the promises and sweet nothings, until Singh says, "Hey Barry, you're out. You're going to Iron Heights." Before that, I'm telling you, this is a three. This yeah. it, it's that bad. It, I, I've never and even again. When we open up like we talk about how much we like the Gouge. When we open, when I opened up this issue, at least I thought Riley Rossmill was on art. It, it's bad. And to me, it's mainly because it, it's the cartoony. I see those faces, that family. Those, it does look Riley Ross. White eyes, those long necks. It's all Riley Ross. The Rossmo thing to me, mind. it's it's very cartoony in a story that wants to have a a horror theme to it. And blood work, it just looks ridiculous. And, he looks like something out of Hellraiser. And really, you go and. You want Joshua Williamson has to. He wrote this. It's not a very long arc, but he wrote this, and you think in his mind he wants you to at least take blood work seriously. At least, uh, to me, a writer himself should. I don't care what the villain is, take him seriously, even if he's goofy. Which blood work to me is not a goofy villain. Like you have no, a gorilla Grodd, or you have a a Captain Cold, which they can be goofy. Treat them seriously. Treat them like they belong in this universe, and then, you know, I'll go with it. This ends, and the way blood work kind of has ended here makes me realize that this was just a throwaway villain that Joshua Williamson made up just to, to tie up, you know, to actually tread some water until we go off to a better story. And that's the only way I can go with it because he does not give us shit. 
No, and, and it's, it's, the whole thing too, the whole resolution as from the negative speed force. Like, yes, we don't know the rules of the negative speed force. No, we, we can't don't. Just keep using this nope. without giving us anything. It, it's like, like a magic wand. Yep, it's a magic wand that he uses. Yeah. Also, you have the problem where you have a villain you never based really. You've never told us what his real incentive to be a villain is, so they play around with it here, and it comes off as almost like a joke because it's a guy. Who had a Ramsey? He's a hemophiliac. Yeah, he, he, we never saw he was. Well, we never saw not now. Not that he's blood work. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Like no. you, when Barry hits him, I actually thought about this way more than I should have because I don't have an answer though. Like, I know you, know, you don't Barry because he'd be dead. It negates all the blood powers. Does it negate his cure for the hemophilia? Well, here's the thing. We don't know whatever at the end. I'm saying as blood work, though, he's not a yes. hemophiliac. He's getting kicked. But again, whose blood gave him that ability? All I he did was know. test blood. He he used blood, injected blood into himself. We never even got, you know, comic pseudoscience I, to explain it. I'm going to be a new villain. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you? Hepatitis. Hep Dr. Hepatitis? That's what you are? <laughs> hepatitis C uh. is what you are? I'm hepatitis Z. Yeah, there you go, my friend. But yeah, you have it where it starts off, and again, you have blood work, yelling and screaming. It's supposed to be disgusting. I mean, you can you can go in your mind like, okay, there's blood shit all around. It's goop, and uh, but it, it, the cartoony it art really off. throws it, it off. Like, it doesn't no. come off like a bloody goddamn mess, like the whole no. horror movie scheme of things, because it's just a bunch of tendrils that just happen to be red. Yeah, I think that there's sometimes, and we like the gooch, but I there's always going to be some stories that. Your art style uh, does not lend itself to, and I don't think the Gooch's uh, art style lends itself to a horror story like this. You you really would have wanted some really gritty, disgusting things so that when this family that starts off with like, we got to get out of Central City, keep moving, son, dad, it's got me. You want to actually be like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. You don't even get what's going on. The way I expected to like going into the blood work here, you know, you, oh, it's pretty much in my mind we're in Central City, and Central City has an elevator door that just opens up like the freaking overlook hotel in the shining and just a yeah. fucking wave of blood comes oh yeah out. wave of blood that's what it should be blood on the streets eric it's up to my ankles is what i think i actually put that the in streets my shall run red with uh, blood. Yeah. so what what he's going around and he's just yelling and he says and as it's going on flash is running and he obviously has the negative speed force there he's trying to get these people out of the way he's afraid he's going to hurt people as well uh but as, as he goes past these blood corpses whatever you'd call them i don't even know what they are at this point like uh, veins and things yeah, I, I as he goes by tendrils. i don't know as they go by uh the negative speed force seems to make them pop yeah. so he gets this idea that he's just gonna go head on he actually you know realizes that at the middle is ramsey things like this but as ramsey's getting mad and his blood is racing he becomes more and more monstrositous uh, but in, in this point he's even yelling like Look, I didn't want to hurt people, but I couldn't let them hurt me. No, no, you didn't set this up. You should have had that he was a hemophilic, but you have to have some bullying or something. Well, all the, all right this now, was was it turns into Jessica Cruz in my mind with her backstory, how her and her friends were like, you know, were out hiking and they got yeah. murdered, and she spent the next three years like. He seems to be really terrified of people hurting him all the time. Yeah. Like, yes. You were a hemophiliac. You could not get hit in the nose or anything. You couldn't go out and play because if you started bleeding, you could die. You seem like you've been pounded on your entire goddamn life the way you're talking about. You can't Yeah, but he, we, we never saw that. And that's the problem is he's been looking for this cure. He gets a cure 
Somewhat. I mean, there it's a monkey, Paul. He's a monstrosity yeah. here. But even so, not now he's just, you know, hurting people. You, you go away from the fact that he, at this point, he, he's pretty much a criminal that has put a lot of, you know, cases in jeopardy at the CCPD and all this stuff. And it just, it doesn't. It doesn't hit. It doesn't have any weight to it while it's going. And then all of a sudden, it's just Flash Barry saying, you know, hey, I got to get to the center here. And when he gets there, he goes with the whole sad sack Barry to Ramsey Bloodwork and says, I know what you're feeling. He says, like, Ramsey says, you don't know me. What could some superhero like you ever know about pain? And Barry starts giving him his sad story. I, I think at one point, Bloodwork wants to kill himself. He doesn't need no, to hear I'm this. He's like, the whole thing, when, when Barry starts telling his entire life story about what's been going on with him, the freaking Ramsey, at the one point, yeah. like, really, we're doing this right now? And then Ramsey actually yeah. spoke what I was saying, because he's out of nowhere. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, listen, Ramsey. And he says, you know, I need to stop. I've lied to people. It's all about him. Li- listen, I've lied to people. And the worst thing is he's saying this. He's spelling this out completely. Listen, I lied to people. I am a stinking liar. And then asks him to trust him later. If I was Ramsey, I'm like, you just told me you're a goddamn liar. Why would I yeah. listen to you? And Long turn tries this too. Don't work, man. Yeah, he does try it. Well, the thing is, it does bite Ramsey in the in the whatever it would be in the vein tendrils in because the bloody ass. and the bloody ass because uh, Barry's like, listen, I don't want to see the look of disappointment in everyone's face. I'm not the hero they think, and it's all to me. Joshua Williamson is writing now sometimes you can play this off to me he's writing to us he's writing to the reader he's talking to the reader trying to show us how flash I don't think Ramsey gives a rat's ass anything that he would be saying Ramsey would be like what the fuck do I care that people don't trust you this whole thing where like he's talking about he doesn't want to be hurt and everything like this this seems like out of nowhere from what we've seen of Ramsey so far which isn't much in my mind he's just a goddamn like a um, like a mealy mouth fucking just a whiny little guy who does not want to go to prison and will say whatever yeah, he has yeah. to and like to try to defend the the way he's acting at this point because even when we see him you can't arrest me there's no evidence he's not sorry for anything he's done no he no he's not, not sorry to get arrested no and, and even so then you bring up another point where I said and you said as well that they haven't set up his background to be this villain well we've never had them really set up a thing with a Ram- if this was if Ramsey was somebody that that we've seen throughout Rebirth wasn't just forced into the picture recently and Barry and Ramsey had some sort of relationship where I think that Barry would get the idea of how to deal with Ramsey how to talk to him the way he needs to be talked if you had a thing where you kind of hinted at it a little but I wish there was something around the lines of Ramsey nobody likes him because he's a weird guy in the morgue but Barry's always been nice they kind of hint at that a little but not enough was that them in the morgue before and they seem to be finishing each other's sentences when yes. they're talking about justice. Well, why, and and yeah, and why did about his justice? But why didn't that lead here. to this? Yeah, why didn't Barry think of that and say, "Listen, you know what? I know you want justice because that's what he seems to be mad at the world about. It. This isn't the way to do it. You, you know, I don't know you, Ramsey, but you know, there's better ways of doing this. You can do this. You could even help people. You could be a hero. You may have found a, a discovery that gets rid of hemophilia. We just have to get rid of the monsterism that comes from it the monsterism is just a side effect i've seen the commercials on tv they list side effects that usually they'll have a fucking drug that's supposed to stop you from committing suicide one of the side effects will be suicide Suicide and and everything 
Or they'll even have like, here, we have a drug that'll help you with your, your hair gain and, you know, some of the side effects, hair loss. It doesn't loss. make any sense, and but go problems. with this. Yeah, go with this and have something where you've never set up anything, nothing at all. So what ends up happening is, Ramsey, why should I trust you? Why should I do this? Listen, you know, I refuse to believe that you would wish you're hurt on someone else. We're getting there. And he's like, you said it yourself. I've done too much, Flash. How do we fix this? And then Flash says, we do it together. I'll do whatever it takes to help you. All this is is a ruse to get close to Ramsey so we can affect him with a negative speed force jolt and, and end his reign of monster. It's bullshit. It's fucking nonsense that Flash would do this. And you can't tell me that at that one point it was just the negative speed force jumping in because he doesn't even say that. He is using Ramsey and trying to get close to him oh, yeah. to fuck him. And, and it's that's not the Flash. That is not the Flash to me. That pisses me off. All this is is we need to end this. So this is how we're going to end it. And you have Barry there say, ah, you know what? I, I figured that the, the heart was beating. If I could stop that heart with a jolt, then this would stop it. It doesn't even make sense because we no. don't know how he really became blood work. We don't know any of this. This seems like at this point, he should be able to just turn back into him and do this. But they take him well, away. No, somehow the freaking blood is negated now and he's no longer so blood ridiculous. work. It is so ridiculous. It is so coarse. And a lab coat now. I'm like, I see some reviewers. Inside out, man, a few seconds yeah. ago. How uh, do you have clothes on again? Yeah, close. And I see some reviewers that are like, oh man, this is the start of one of the best new villains that Flash is ever going to deal with. Are you fucking kidding me? Please! And then they get it. And then you have this weird scene where there is Ramsey. He's downtown. And they it starts dead man walking. I'm like, what really? fucking jerks. Yeah, it's like, but what the fuck? Is, everybody's an asshole, this guy. I think now, at this point, he deserves to be blood work. Kill everybody. Yeah. Just clean well, it out. Central City. Thing against his colleagues who always fucking are assholes. Yes, the this is what I'm saying. This is what we should have seen all along. We should have seen that Barry was the only one nice. And at this point, you should have Barry come in and say, hey, guys. Stop it. Stop it with this goddamn nonsense. Imagine every that. day Ramsey comes in. Hey, Ramsey, you fucking any corpses lately? lately you yeah, wearing? really. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they're like, hey, man. I, I don't know. I was going to come up with stuff. Man, hey, think like hey look dead, at him. Ramsey. Sure looked like a deadhead to me. Ah, you hear me? Ah. And, then the, and then Ramsey's like, where's Barry? He always protects me. He's late again. This is why he's mad. He's never <laughs> at work. He's always late. He comes in afterwards. Hey, where's Ramsey? Uh, he's fucking downstairs. That fucking miserable prick. He's downstairs. Uh, but yes, uh, how was your new girlfriend? A little cold? Ooh. I'm trying to think desperately jokes. <laughs> hey, what are you going to go down there? I saw that that girl, you're pretty stiff for her. Hey! I don't know. They, they, that was Forrest. Forrest didn't have any good uh, jokes. Uh, hey, Eric. Ramsey, Wait. do you have any girls your number on a toe tag lately? Oh Jesus! Now, now you blew it. I'm stretching. I was, Fuck I was off. having, I was having some fun, and now you, goddamn, you blew it for me. Toe tags. <laughs> hey, yeah, there, you, toe Call tags. There you go. Toe tags. There you go. And that, you, you threw me off now. <laughs> so they're going. And this is where Ramsey and the, they're all just throwing shade at him. And it's so weird. Uh, but then they're like, hey, then Barry comes in. He's mad. And like, hey, Ramsey, we know you stole those. Sem I, yeah, I think that they've already had to have like given him his rights. I, he's in cuffs at this point, And they're taking him away. Hey, thought you might like a little gallows humor before we take you to processing. Barry just comes in. Hey, we know you stole the samples from our past cases to cure yourself. Thankfully, yeah, no one was killed. Here, Barry? Get yeah, the fuck and out. like, yes, he's he's like Johnny Recap here. And that's where Ramsey's like, excuse me, but 
Where is your evidence? Now, again, if there's no evidence, why have they gotten this far? I mean, really, the evidence to me is the videotapes of him becoming a monster and trying to kill people and then in a second watching him become Ramsey again. There's the evidence. Uh, you know, so he's like, huh, seems that the Flash destroyed the morgue in his fight with that monster. I was an innocent bystander. And like, Singh just comes in. <laughs> Uncuff him, boys. I guess, he's I got guess us, we're he's done. Got us now, fuck. Yeah, I we guess need we're evidence, done. Everybody. Oh, Who Jesus knew? Christ. <laughs> Who did know that you need evidence to actually arrest somebody? Oh, my goodness gracious. And they are about to do this because they said there is no proof. Where was Singh all this time? Also, you'd, you never like get a full resolution of the thank God. You, everything is so quick because then Kristen comes in and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. I'm, we may not have hard copies, but his fake digital fingerprints are all over the records and the thing is though, huh. I, I i don't understand because she is holding hard copies yeah she's holding holding hard copies and this is this is just again like i don't want it i see joshua williams and he's saying i don't want to deal with this fucking blood work anymore how can we do this because then it's also the big thing that is the wrap-up of this whole entire arc thankfully he didn't compromise any of the cases they came from and we have oh, more than guess. enough for an arrest oh thank you thank you so everything is done you've completely so even though we we stole all this blood evidence and we poured it down the goddamn sink nothing was compromised nothing nothing was compromised nothing so at all why did all have this whole investigation but also what, like, i love what it could too have happened with this blood well that yeah stolen that could have compromised the evidence also also he was throwing it down the goddamn drain let me ask you because he did have even other stuff and they blew it up Flash blew it up, so why isn't anything compromised? It's not compromised because Kristen says so. Fucking two oh. weeks from being an intern. And they're like, hey, did Barry help you? I, I wish you'd say help me. I don't even know what the fuck I did. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. And then Barry's like, this is where you get the I'm not going to lie Barry, where I never thought that the Flash what His basic lie is he's the Flash. Yeah. And he's, you know, that. so now he's not going to tell lies. I never thought before. Before Flash would be a guy or Barry would be a guy like, yep, I help. I'm the one who's the fucking letter on the way. And he's like, no, no, uh, this is supposed to be like the first bit of him coming clean. He's like, no, I won't let you cover for me anymore, Kristen, which she seemed to call him a drunk that got him in trouble. I don't know what type of covering she was doing, covering oh. him in a shit. And he's like, I just left. That's where you're cracking the case. Kristen solved it all on her own. And this thing's like, huh. And he's looking through the hard evidence there and then has to, at and then he has to be a dick. Try to smile for your mugshot, Ramsey. In fact, I mean, if if anything, you could sit there and say, this guy, poor Ramsey. Uh, you know, maybe even say, you know what? I didn't even know he was a hemophiliac. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know this. And I understand, you know, that's something I'll never know. So I understand what you were trying. You just went the wrong way. They're acting worse than I've seen fucking Batman act to the Joker after Joker kills 15 people. I mean, they think this guy is the worst thing that's ever lived. Fucking nonsense. And then the, like he wants. Jerk off face. Never have. I guess. Because nobody likes a guy who works in the morgue. Oh, uh, he's he's always a little creepy. stiff. And then they go and they go into the office. I had to reuse that one. They go into the office. Toe tags, Jim. 
Toe tags. Don't throw me off again. And oh. then they're there and like, listen, it wasn't just one. It was hundreds of cases at stake. Oh, really? You're trying to up the ante for us now? It's not working. You're already done with, you know, that nonsense. But then he's like, you know what? This tough love shit is done. You know what? I shouldn't be your boss, Barry. And actually, this makes sense. It, because he has been covering for him all along. Oh, but it, it, it's, time, a, yeah. it's a double thing here because he says, listen, you're not going to be working at the crime lab anymore. Uh, you're transferring over to uh, Iron Heights with Wolf, and that was he, where even we before said before that. Though, besides from Warden Wolf, before that, when Barry's trying to come clean, like, look, I I know I've messed up. All the things I said earlier, I'll take responsibility. Yeah. From this day forward, saying I'll do better, <laughs> I'll work hard. Yeah. I won't be late ever. I'm like. You fucking liar. Yeah, you're a liar. You just started lying again. He's like, I can't keep doing this. And then, yeah, you have Warden Wolf. That's going to be that's gonna be the next big thing. We were hoping that that was going to end up when we first were introduced yeah, to him earlier in Rebirth. It's Warden been a Wolf, long... Like, introduced like he was going to oh, be the next I, I big think thing that was like was. the second arc. It's been a long time, so he's just been hanging loose. Uh, but, yeah, and then... Just to make it, because I guess Joshua Williamson really likes this Kristen and likes the interaction between him and her and Barry. She is also being what? transferred to Iron this Heights. This does not make any sense to me. We're no. freaking slapping Barry with a goddamn, you know, a penalty by making him go work at the goddamn Iron Heights. Yeah. Why who Kristen, who cracked the case and saved cracked the, the case. You're going to go to Kristen. Yeah. Even if at least he could have said, like, listen. You, for covering for him, I don't know, since you cover for him all the time, I guess you two are lovers. Let's get out of here. He was drunk, yeah, and it wasn't but even he, true. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. That's why she's in trouble, because he, he, he knows Barry's not a drinker. But then he, she, he says, hey, I need you to. Think of it as an opportunity. She says, thanks. Thanks a lot. Fuck and then you. storms off. And, uh, yeah, at this point, too, I do have to say, after blood work kind of disappears from the deal, the art really it, it improves it really oh, yeah. does improve especially i think Kristen right here when she goes off and i know you're not a big fan to me it looks like howard porter's art uh, a little by the it end and like i i am a fan yeah she's oh she's pissed iron heights i had a nice cushy gig she's a fiery redhead eric yeah her her job was throwing shade at barry Actually, if Barry actually shows up on work, she could fucking cruise. Oh, yeah. uh, he, she's been doing double the work. It's like when you don't show up, Eric. Uh, double the work. But yeah, then he goes off, and he's he's still thinking about, you know, hey, I don't want to lie anymore, and he misses Iris. Iris is there taking notes from people that are talking about what they saw. It's kind of funny uh, about blood work. And the only thing I can think, this is the worst, because of what they're saying at the end here, it does seem like we may see blood work at some point again. How? and why I, I would never well, know because knows? it's nonsense I don't know anything about the character he injected himself with some blood he freaking had some blood powers for a bit negative yeah. speed force did something blood I don't powers. understand the negative speed force he had force. blood powers it, but he got defeated by the unknown negative speed force but yeah Barry's watching Iris and then uh, Wally shows up and he starts off kind of being pissed and he's like listen what are you stalking Iris you know she doesn't want to talk to you I thought stalking was Thorn's thing and he's like listen I, I was hoping to see you that's why I'm here he's a liar he's He's a you complete a liar. liar. He was no sitting there, fucking staring thinking, at her. I'm gonna see Wally West while I'm skulking staring the from goddamn shadows over here. Staring from behind a tree. But then he says, and here's the best part. This is where I'm like, 
All right, we're starting to get there. I do like him going to Iron Heights. That's a little change of scenery. I think that that'll be good. But I don't he's know. Like, it's just weird to go to Iron Heights. But with Heights Wolf, now. I think with Wolf, that's going to be cool. Freaking, like, what, what do they call it? The crime scene preservation? Yeah, it's the preservation like, deal. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah, well, I, no. I what's great is I don't think flash, they do that actually. much. Well, that's why I don't think you'll ever actually have much to do there because that crime scene preservation, I don't know what they're doing at Iron Heights. That, you know, if there's a murder in a cell, you have to go and make sure it doesn't and get messed up that's what it seems to be uh but he's like hey i've always tried to move away from my past but it's time that i embrace it stop moping around and live my life i'm like Damn now right. we're talking we're talking but yeah when well, wally Joshua, shows up give me some more baby You're, yeah please me right here because yeah while wally shows up and he's like hey i just wanted to be you know talk to you and give you this and it looks like he's going to shake his hand that ring's yeah, falling out I of that look at that fucking hand too it's a little big there but he gives him his ring and he says i don't deserve it anymore and i think that this is a pretty cool moment because not only does barry think you know i don't deserve it i have this negative speed force but it's almost like kind of passing the mantle to, to wally to be the flash i mean See, at this point what what i imagine is you know he got caught skulking in the shadows staring at iris and he had to freaking come up with something and he had to come up had with something was flash ring. it was just the, he's like listen you know what i don't deserve this anymore and wh- why do i need your jacket i i don't like that jacket bear okay here's my id no here's no no I, I can't use that Damn it, here's my ring. There you go. But yeah, he's like your flash ring. I'm telling you, he hands the flash ring over, and yes, it is a freaking symbol here. But like, yeah. so you're telling me you can shoot a goddamn flash suit out of this ring, huh? I can make one with the speed force, you fucking dollars. Yeah, yeah, I don't need this. But yeah, he's like, listen, uh, can you hold it until I can figure out this negative speed force, which is also the greatest. Like, listen, I got to figure out the negative speed force. So what I'll do is I'll give you this so I can't even do it, and I'll never figure it out. How is he figuring it out without the ring? But he's like, okay. And then Wally's like, listen, you know what? And I like it. He's like, are we ever going to talk about that other Wally? And it's like, out of nowhere, he says that. And he's like, yeah, we will. I promise. But Wally, he can take care of himself. So, And also, I, I heard he's, he's dead. dead. I heard down the grapevine he's dead. I'm not sure if our books are lined up that close. I but imagine. yeah, it's like, how many, how many freaking times can this Barry fail at things? Oh, he could take care of himself. And yeah. then there's freaking Dick holding Wally's body. Just, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where was Flash? But yeah, and he says, you know, uh, Wally says, listen, I've gone through some hard times, too. And then they say, you know, Teen Titans and Deathstroke. And he has. He's gotten kicked out of the Teen Titans and got a speed force stolen by Deathstroke. It's pretty bad. Actually, I'd be like, you know, I've been going through some hard times, too. Where the fuck were you? Like, where were you? You sense crazy disturbances in the goddamn Speed Force, but yet you have no idea of all of this shit? Thanks a lot. Now you're in the shadows. I know you were there. You were ready to go home and fucking jerk home. He's like, listen, you know what? I've been guilty. I was angry or whatever, but how about this? How about you don't give up, and how about we train together? I'll train you now. Because he's Ooh. like, since I'm forgotten about Mina so, now, so it's you Wally, who trained what me. What do you know about the negative speed force? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. It's like, what are they going to train? Then they start running, and I'm expecting this negative speed force to wrap around Wally and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> they're just running with smiles. Yeah, and they're like, no, nobody knows. And they're like, hey, and he says, I'll train you. And I'm like, you know what? I like that, though, and it does say training day at Iron Heights. Again, you need where you had before when Wally first, you know, whether you want to go with the 
he had Speed Force powers and then the Speed Force Storm enhanced them or changed them. It seems like now they're really going with that the Speed Force Storm yeah, caused the, the like, Speed never Force. never before that in freaking Rebirth's mind. Yeah, so it, it seems weird because he did have powers. But when you had that Star Labs and all that thing where they actually had somewhere where they could go and train. And I did like that. That's why I think that what they're going to do with Iron Heights and saying training day at Iron Heights, it's probably going to be a dual thing. We're going to see him learn how to do his new job at Iron Heights while also trying to... It's weird. I'll train you. I don't need a trainer. We need to figure shit out. So hopefully they do. And... I hope it's not one of those where they just end up like three, four issues from now. They end up like, oh, what you have to do is do the moonwalk at extra speed and then the negative speed force will leave you. I hope that we actually learn at least a little of what this negative speed force does to him. Uh, Because if you're just going to get rid of it willy-nilly, then I'm going to be very pissed that why even have it? Because all it was, it seemed to be a push to get him – to stop being the Flash a lot in the book, and this is what we got. I don't enjoy it. I haven't and enjoyed it. And I've hated this arc. Yeah. I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, I did like the art after the you know, after the initial deal with Bloodwork. I do like that they have Wally back. I know that there's some people, even on our site, in the comments that hate Wally, and it really does seem, I hate to say it, it seems very racially motivated, and that annoys me because I think that Wally, this Wally, could be a very good character. I like yeah. the idea of him, and I did always like the interactions between him and and Barry. So I, I'm looking the forward to that. The only problem is, is that we have two Wallys. I, I got to start calling him Wallace. Well, or one's something. dead, so you know you only have one right now. But the other thing is, this is also what I would believe is the setup to eventually in maybe the next arc, maybe whatever, uh, get Mina back as the villain because that's going to be something that's going to be conflicting to Wally uh, because he was all upset when she died. So I think that that's... Because he knew her for like two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She trained him for an afternoon, but yet he now he forgets it because he's like, hey, you trained me. All of a sudden Mina's out of sight, out of mind. Goodbye. But I hope that this is what we're going to get now, that this is where if Mina's going to come back, you would expect Wally to be in the book heavy at that point, and that's what seems yeah. like that. So I do want to get that, and then we'll just then you can put a bookend on this nonsense of the Flash. Oh, this has not been a good series. I know people want to like the Flash and want this book to Why be good. Yeah. If you like it, God bless you. But it just hasn't been good, and maybe I don't know. I, I actually think it's not a character that's fit for Joshua Williamson. But what would you give it? I'd give it a 4.9 out of 10. Oh. I'm telling you, it was not a fuck you five just because they started talking sweet to me at the end and told me things I wanted to hear going forward, which I do look forward to. Yeah. It's just that blood work is a nonsense character, has no motivation. It's all willy-nilly what, like, you know, is actually driving him at this point. Like, you know, don't hurt me. I'm a hemophiliac. Yeah. I don't know what he really wants. I just think he's a goddamn weasel is what it is. But yeah, like, he does seem weaselly then. I don't like the idea either of going to Iron Heights because I want to get, you know, flashback to the whole legacy. I want him to, you know, maybe patch shit up with Iris. I want to see him working. At yeah, but it, with, with Wally, I think that that gets there. I just, I think that he's, they've run into a dead end with the CCPD. How much, how many more things could he do wrong? I don't think that Joshua Williamson, now I think he's going to go away from him day-to-day shit at the CCPD. So hopefully Iron Heights just gives him freedom to be the Flash. I, I, I hope, know. but like, I just did not like this arc at all, though, and I hated the art in the beginning but it did get better by the end yeah Uh, iris looks a little off but always has in this book uh but yeah uh we're gonna go off to our next book eric hopefully you like it a little more hopefully we're gonna go on to 
one of the bigger books of the week uh, that a lot of people have been waiting for. And I was you, hyped. Yeah, I was hyped too. Give it to us. Wonder Woman number 31, written by James Robinson with art by Carlo Pagulian, uh, Sean Parsons, Jason Paz, Scott Hanna, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Seda Temafante. Yes. James Robinson's run of Wonder Woman begins with this issue where we're going to learn all about Diana's twin brother, Jason. But before that, we need to do a little setup to the story. And for that, we see that the Grail is going around and stealing the life force of Zeus's children to feed Darkseid so that he'll grow tall and strong with like strong teeth and bones. Almost like got well, milk. Got milk with freaking got life milk. force of Zeus's children. Well, Grail is Zeus. killing Hercules, though. Wonder Woman is battling Giganta, who's been going around the country and stealing artifacts from museums, but we don't know anything about that yet. And we end this issue with Hercules' lawyer coming to the Amazon princess and telling her that she's Hercules' sole heir to his fortune. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird because we've been waiting for this for a long time. It's a very subtle setup, I guess, what you'd call it. It's very not subtle. in your face. Uh, it just it does start out with the panel where it's in the future there where you have Wonder Woman there. Everything's going, you know, uh, you know, staticky and lightning. And she yells, brother, no, please don't. And that it says this is how it ends. This is how it began. And you go, and do you Five think... Five weeks earlier when we jump yeah, into the story. Do you think that Jason makes it out of this story? Because I don't. I don't think I he think makes he it does. out. Yeah, I, I think I think he ends up sacrificing himself is what she's yelling, don't. And I think that he's going to sacrifice himself. I don't know what they would do with him going forward uh, if he Anything does survive. They want. Yeah, if it does survive, he'll just say, I'm off on a goddamn walkabout and we'll never yeah, see him again. I going don't. Going back think, to what I've been doing because for the Because remember, this years. is James Robinson is not continuing. This is a limited run that he's yep. doing, and then he's out. So I think that he's just going to do this, get the fuck out, and at the end, it, it will show us, Jason, it's something we've been waiting for all these years, and then it'll end it, and then you'll never have to worry about it again, is what I would guess. And I think it'll be left open, kind of an open ending. So, like, you know, it's one of those things where Jason might sacrifice himself. Everything is said and done, and then you have a carry ending where, like, a hand yeah, comes out of the ground or some shit. I don't think that they're going to want Wonder Woman to have a brother. I think that I think it's, he it's leave that way against. Where you don't have to use him again, but he's still out there just yeah, in case. Yeah, and it's, it's one thing, because you do have the children of Zeus. This is a twin brother. Yeah. I just don't see it going forward. But you, you go, and as you go, you, you're introduced to this Paul. Paul as, Jackson. Yeah, Paul Jackson. And obviously, you're thinking that this is Jason, that he is I, you know, I undercover. I Jason. He I'm like, looks Jason's like, a handsome fella. Yeah, he is. He he looks like a Man of Steel Superman. Yes, and, yeah, and, and you sit there and like, okay, I get it. You know, you'd have Jason. Wonder Woman does look like she could be a sister to Superman. Yeah. You know, they all kind of look alike there, the Trinity. So I get it. You have this. So you're going through, and that's like the big reveal is it's not. And you go, and he's in town, and you really have this really extended beginning so about extended how he wants to be thing. alone. And this whole thing, him wanting to be alone, but the town lo seems to love they him. Love They're him. all like hellos and howdies yes. and shit like that. Where he goes off to his own again after this long extended scene where you get to meet like, Paul Jackson, where everybody else is just saying hello. We call He's you not Paul saying Bunyan. much. Yeah. And Grail shows up and says, yo, Hercules, what's up, yeah. dude? And it, it's just crazy because you, you have a full page with tons of panels in here just to spell out this guy is nice. 
Everybody loves him, but he stays on his own. And uh, okay, I get it. It's Jason. He doesn't yeah. want to be known. He said, uh, "No, no." It ends up being Hercules, which is so crazy. <laughs> hey, they call you Paul Bunyan. He's like, "Oh yeah, because I'm good at felling trees." I get it. He's not just good at felling trees, Eric. I just He's want to great know he says at felling trees. He does. He and again, you have almost like this. Particular dialogue where he talks, I'm good at tree felling. I get it's funny. And you almost get almost like a wrong turn slash guy (laughs) who has been alone his whole life uh, kind of dialogue. And I thought, okay, this is cool. I I like to see Jason. It's Jeremiah Johnson. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And he ends up just cutting a tree with one swipe. But yeah, Grell shows up there. This is going to be very quick. Uh, Grell just shows up and it's like she knows exactly who, you know, hey, hey, son of Zeus, how you doing? And he's like, you know what? You know, what should I call you since you know who I am? And he says, yeah, you know what, son of Zeus, I'll go with it. It's what I am. Yeah. So still, it's not the reveal, whatever. It's like, okay, what should I call you? I'm Grail, daughter of Darkseid. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't know about you, but your daddy's name gets around. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I- I've heard about that, so, you know, what's this all about? You got my attention now, you sexy <laughs> I was going to call her the B word. <laughs> she, I, I'm the de- would word, you, huh? Do you think she's hot, Grail? No. I do. She's I'm a scary you, broad. I think that she is so hot. I, I, I just, it's I don't know. It's a leather, know. isn't it? It probably is. I want cosplay of this right now, Eric, and then I'll go away for about a minute and a half, and I'll be back. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's where they start fighting, and she's just going to kill him. And at this point, again, you just think to yourself, okay, she kind of you know, found out about Jason at a point and things like that, so she's going to kill him. She's going to kill him because of Wonder Woman, kill whatever it might be. You figure it has something to do with Darkseid, but to me, I just thought that this was somebody in the way. This was Jason. We're going to have a fight, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, this is really getting to it. We find out it is, and he's like, you know what? The hell with this fucking name. If I'm going to go with my name, yeah, let's go with my whole deal. Let me be Hercules Hercules Unbound. I'm Hercules Unbound. Transformation into the Hercules armor with a little nod to the 1975 Hercules DC series. Oh, my God. It's awesome. When you see the Hercules Unbound, if you just look at the the name placard, whatever you'd say, the the font and all that, it is legitimately from the cover of that 1975 series. I love it. I think that that's the cool. I always love that sort of thing, but it's such a. I cool think it's funny though call. because they do the Hercules Unbound, but this Hercules doesn't look anything like that. Hercules no, he of that series. He doesn't. And also, I, I have to say, I don't know if you looked into that series. That takes place after World War Three oh, in a I post-apocalyptic know it takes place deal. In the after the Great Disaster. Yeah, it's it's a World War Three post-apocalyptic world that leads into the you know the Great Disaster. So it's nothing yeah. with that. I like it though. I I think that that's pretty cool. And then basically they start fighting with trees uh and it, as you know gods do. it's pretty cool yeah as gods do she ends up shooting her you know beams mega, the mega beams. beams and it ends up hitting them and then she does and i think that she has her mother box and i don't think that this was well spelled out with the art i think the art in this is great i really oh, do i think I it's incredible but she ends up putting her mother box against his chest it looks like and there's just too much going on there to really see what's going on. I couldn't tell it was her mother on. box at first. Yeah, that's I why thought it was some kind of gem that just collected that's the life force of God. And, and then I didn't even know. I thought it electrocuted him. You didn't get the whole deal. I did think that progression was a little off. But again, I think James Robinson is playing this pretty close to the vest. Uh, so you have that, and he just kind of falls. And again, I didn't even get 
that the life force was done. I thought that she had just killed him, but then she goes through a portal. She goes through a boom tube. She's out. And he starts freaking deteriorating, getting yeah, all freaking yeah. small armed and legged. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's just, then you get, you know, when it turns around, you're like, okay, I get it. The life force was taken out. Uh, yeah. You go off to 11 days later. Uh, Wonder Woman is fighting Gigana. And I, I'm telling you, the art in this, I think, is incredible. I love the the size of Gigana on I, the I'm page. I'm telling you, I miss Gigana so yeah. much. She's one of my favorite Wonder Woman villains and we only ever get little snippets like yeah. this of the character and then it's just like all right i knocked her out oh she's a big one and then she's yeah. off and this is all we ever really but get. I, what like, i like about I want this a full is giganta arc usually what you'll get when giganta shows up a lot of times is a giganta with a little diana fighting her to get the scope i love the fact that you get a giganta that can't fit on the page because yeah. you have the full out wonder woman i think that's awesome i think that was such a cool thing and you see this artifact she's holding you see steve trevor there nicely done angel that's a there's some funny nods to the greg rucka run as well even that angel and then she's like listen i'm not done steve she has knocked out giganta i think this is something that james robinson must have as a pet peeve maybe not even just with Gigant and Wonder Woman but maybe with characters in general in comic books where he must be like you know what you always see him knocking out somebody but you don't have the repercussions of what can happen so you with think Gigant. this is like his version of Tom Taylor's freaking face mask yes. from Superman in space I, I, so he can I talk? I certainly do I think that he has seen something where Gigant just gets knocked out like you said normally we do see Gigant just get knocked out and boom yeah. gone this is where she catches Gigana so he, she doesn't crush everybody and everything involved. I think that that's something that he just wanted to do. And she yeah. says, listen, I've learned from experience when fighting Gigana. If I knock her out, she's liable to take a whole street out unless I'm there to catch her. And she does. And then that's where Steve's like, I know, you know, we're done. The artifact she tried to steal. Let's get it with the authorities and all this. And now this is the best part uh, to me where she says to him because they're deciding like, hey, you having fun? And she's like, yeah, that was fun. And then Fuck says, you. I just this, mean. I hate anybody just who comes up and says having fun. It's one of those yeah. things at work. When people yeah. say that, it drives me up the wall. Working hard. Punch in their goddamn but I, face. I, I, I'm telling you, this is the best joke for me for the week because he's like, she says it was fun. Fun. Trading punches with a giantess. Well, as long as you're enjoying yourself. And she says, listen. I mean, after the last few months, me suddenly unable to define fact and fiction, what's real and what isn't, a simple superhero supervillain showdown is fun. And I'm telling you, this is James Robinson going, fuck you, Greg Rucka. With all yeah. this motherfucking shit that you were doing, I was fucking bored out of my skull. All I wanted to have was a fight now and again. You couldn't I don't know do if it. this is J uh, James Robinson talking or James Werner. Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's a lot of people. I, I did like Greg Rucka's run. It wasn't my favorite, but oh. it did end up getting very pretentious and getting wrapped in itself and kind of the weight of itself held it down from being actually fun. And yeah. I think James Robinson is making fun of Greg Rucka's run right there or well, just I'm saying – Already, besides you know, we're not getting a lot of the story going forward, already having a ton of fun reading this yeah, issue. Yeah, this is fun. Enemy. We had a it's very a quick Hercules and Grail. Now we have to go yeah. right into a Diana. Yeah, and I think that that's a place – and then you have Shea Fontana in between Rucka and James Robinson, but everybody's even said, and it's a shame, but 
Eh, it was just a that's place gonna be holder. a forgotten run that was a that place, no one's yeah. gonna ever talk it, it's about it's gonna again. be weird like say you have whatever wonder woman rebirth uh you know volume one through four then you'll yeah. have the volume five that shave Fontana that people won't buy and then you'll start yeah. up with six and it's a shame but it, it really wasn't that great anyway and honestly but, you could if that was the case like i say it's like a three or four like you know shave Fontana's is like three or four or whatever it is why i don't know how the number mm-hmm. should work out for the volumes you yeah, could just know skip that yeah, yeah. Because this goes right in after freaking the truth pretty much. Yeah, and I, I actually really like the idea of this. Not only just to me, it seems to be like poking fun at him. Uh, it also seems to be like James Robinson's like, listen, guys, I know what went on before. You know, I'm taking that, but that's done. Now we're going to do something different. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fights, uh, yeah, which this issue is say fun. That because, guys, look, I know what's been done for. You know what we're going to do now? We're going to go back even further and deal with that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I don't know if it's going to be one of those because we actually thought with Jason coming about that you were going to have something to do with Themyscira. Now, I'm not so sure. It doesn't seem like that will be. But, uh, yeah, you go, and all of a sudden this guy shows up, There's, you know, this proper fella Mr. with Blake a cane. Cooper? Yeah, he shows up, and he's like, listen, you know, uh, Wonder Woman, it's it's cool that I, that I found you. The, the weird thing about it is he's like, hey, you know, chances happen that I found you here in L.A. I saw you fighting Gigant, uh, Gigant. And then Wonder Woman goes and basically tells him everything they've been doing. I'm like, you don't spell out. Just imagine Steve walking up. Yeah, yeah, Diana, can you keep yeah, that on the down yeah. This Zip is it a little. Shit, all right? Yeah, she's like, huh, yep, fortunate. We've been chasing all of these thefts of mysterious artifacts going. I'm like, this guy Steve is right on the line. little mini recorders kind of thing. Note to self, yeah, never yeah, tell Diana to, yeah. any top secret Yeah, really. Shit. This guy's right to TMZ. He's going. I do like as this is going on in the background. You see the work crews that have come in to load up Gigana on a fucking flatbed and take her out. It's fun. Yeah, but he's basically some kind of inhibitor you need to put on her that shrinks her back down when you need it. You would think you could try to do that. Get a hold of Ray Palmer when he gets back. Find out something. You don't need a huge flatbed to take Gigana away. It's hilarious though. But. uh he His says, work you know, crew, I'm like, this is all overtime. I imagine this whole work crew is just going around smiling, making jokes. All overtime, baby. Yeah, this is yeah, it is overtime. They, <laughs> they go and uh, there's where the guy says, listen, I've been trying to find you because, you know, my my client, uh, Paul Jackson, he has he's deceased and you are named as his heir. To his fortune, you know, whatever so it is. Beneficiary. Yeah, his beneficiary, and she, he's like, she's like, I don't know anybody. I've never heard of this guy. Oh, and yes. now again, it's funny because you're Wonder Woman. I think that there has to be. I've never heard a lot of it, but you're you're a famous guy. Say it's Eric Shea, America's right. sweetheart. There right. has to be a chance that twice, three times a year, you actually become the heir. Of somebody that just likes you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I die. Well, I'm just going to leave shit. I don't want to leave it to my wife because I hate her. So I leave the shit to Tom Brady. You know what you I mean? This has to happen. People give me a year. It's crazy. Mostly yeah. doll heads. Though. I don't hate my wife. I and mean, that was just an example. Oh. If I was going to leave everything to Tom Brady. But yeah, the, and I may. But uh, oh. You know how it is. But it, it's weird because she... I wanted I him to Bruce say... Bruce Campbell would want my He-Man collection? Yes, he may. Okay. Just get it and sell him. Eh, freaking at least give Mike, Dancing Mike, back his Snake Mountain if you're going to do that. Bruce Campbell doesn't need Snake Mountain. Me. Okay, well, that'll be good. But I, I love it, too, because the setup to me was really leading like, listen, 
do you know Paul Jackson? He left you his his estate. And then I don't know. I, I don't know who that is. Well, maybe you know from his other name because it actually shocked me. It's Hercules. And you'll now have to spend a weekend at his haunted mansion. I was Ooh. waiting for it. I really was waiting. Oh, zoinks! They're going to go, oh, my God, now that would be fun. I'd even read a tie-in issue where Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor have to stay in the haunted estate of Hercules. With Scooby-Doo? Yes, with Scooby-Doo. There you go. Have the Scooby-Doo, the crossover Scooby-Doo deal. team up, Wonder the team Woman up. Steve Trevor. Oh, it'll be so good, and it leads right from here. But basically, she gets the fortune of Hercules, whatever, you know, we'll see what that yeah, I is, what it goes with. It seems like with. he had a nice house in the yeah. woods, as far as I know. I don't know. That didn't seem like If that's all it is, nice that she ends up, axe. she gets that axe and that log cabin. I'm sure, has, I'm sure a collection of flannel shirts. That flannel shirts he had, he obviously doesn't have a razor, uh, but he probably has a bearskin rug and probably a meat, uh, a thing to make jerky, a dryer, okay. you know, a one of those. Oh, yeah, a dryer, that's what it was. And yeah. probably would have a smoker as well. I probably. think he would. Probably then. Has a can opener. He was getting a lot of cans there. He could probably have that too. We'll see. But yeah, you go then to Grail. And the Grail of Hercules. Is, Grail is. Oh, yeah. It's the Fortune <laughs> of Hercules. Three nickels, uh, an axe, and a goddamn fucking uh, jerky maker. And a Maybe. year's supply of jerky, Diana. Yeah, just that. And a bill at the local fucking, you know, shop that he <laughs> went in. Five and <laughs> he has to pay his tab. You go back and you see Grail then, and this is, and people even mention in the on the site on the uh, on the comments that yes, this definitely has to have happened at least past what we started with metal. Yes, because, this is going on yeah. after metal. In yeah, my I would mind. think that this is full out after metal. So we'll see, and, uh, because that's Grail. She has the mother box that she actually stole the life force of Hercules. Gives it over to a hand, which ends up we find out it is Dark Side. Baby Dark Side's gone. It's Teenage it Dark Side. T- I would say it was Toddler Dark Side she handed to who turned into Teenage Tinder Dark Side. probably thirteen year old Dark Side. And yeah. she's like, Oh, I thought this was gonna be more. I thought that, you know, this was gonna age you more to what you wanna be. And he's like, Oh, it doesn't matter. There's plenty And from the idea of... I get as well, they've already been killing the freaking yeah, children yeah. of Zeus. So and, yeah, like, we've they've seen already been feeding Dark be. Side to get him past the baby point. Yep. And uh, I like baby Darkson. Don't like this Darkside. This Darkside looks like he's up to no good, Eric. Rebellious he is not a good side. teenager. Yeah, it's rebellious Darkside. He's going to start smoking. I know it. He's going to start side. smoking and drinking coffee soon, Eric. And those are the two worst Just things like you can do. I did do. at 13. Yes, indeed. But yeah, he's like Patience Daughter. We always knew this would take time. It's fine. Zeus has many children here on Earth. And then you get the full deal with Grail and him. Uh, we'll just have to kill them faster. And yeah, and then it says Which next is to the Treasure of Hercules. I, could have sworn I, I don't know if I have to go back and reread the end of Dark Side War, but it really seemed like when Grail decided to take baby Dark Side, she was going to raise him to be like, you know, not I can't say her weapon, but she was going to raise him yeah. differently than, you know, what Yeah, this seems he's already in control. Like, now we're just trying to get Dark Side back to yeah. what he was, which seems to defeat the whole purpose of, you know, getting the anti-monitor to kill Dark Side. Yeah, maybe maybe she'll kind of show her hand a little as more than what Dark Side thinks. I don't know. We're going to have to see. It just seems like out of nowhere, we're just getting Dark Side back to his status quo. Well, yeah, and at this point, we have this where we've been waiting for Jason to come back. We don't get Jason yet, so we're going to have to see how that plays out. We're going to have to see when we get him. 
Yeah, we get teenage dark side. I like baby dark side. I would have liked like eight year old dark side, the dark side that likes, you know, to hang out with his parents. He's not rebellious yet. And he likes to, you know, watch sports with his dad, maybe, and you know, his dad, Jim, and they, you know, no throwing shade at them. Don't end up putting a goddamn deflated fucking football in the bathroom. So when this father gets out of the fucking shower this morning, Eric steps on the football, twists his knee and then falls over and hits his head on the wall. See, the thing is, I would feel sorry for me for you, but you told me there are no lights in your bathroom, so no. I would say, first things first, go get some light bulbs. No, the light, they're, they're fucking renovating shit. I told you, this this house is a wreck. They, they're trying to do, you know, they're trying to fix it up, and everything this house fixing up means let's do a quarter of the job on each room and then fucking go around in a goddamn oh, I know fucking how renovating works. loop-de-loop. <laughs> no, renovating should be, let's fix this room and get it done. And not let's fix a little of each room never and rip shit apart. No, when you're ripping parts of walls down and taking the lights out, you probably should put the new lights in then. Yeah, don't right. wait this, for this three weekend, weeks. Though, go by yourself like a camping lantern or something. Mm, you can just freaking I, turn on in there. That I need like a, a green lantern, lantern to go in there. Go, yeah. Yeah. yeah, again, I got up early. I was taking a shower. Somehow my other son, Zach, he went in, kicked the football somehow so that when I stepped out of the bathtub, I bounced on it. a string of events like Final Destination. Oh, it is. And, and just go with the fact that if it was a fully inflated football, I would have kind of hit it. But because it had that give to it and then bounce oh, yeah. back a bit it was like i was on a bouncy fucking house uh, right on my ass hurt too it did and then you know what they did sure, they laughed at me man. they laughed at me for 40 minutes yeah, they'll be laughing all right they'll be, they'll be laughing, laughing indeed. when i burn this house down yeah, that's right fucking with my fiddle going as i fucking fiddle while it's burning what did you imagine? get this? So like, daddy comes home from work or having a great time. He's he's daddy's out of character. He's smiling. He's having a great time. He has made us yeah, all then these they know. great new drinks and bought a lot of Nyquil. Though all oh, of a sudden, yeah. all the people are knocked out. You're just fucking pouring gas all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> you, do you want the purple drink? Purple there you drink, go. Here's yeah. the lean. Enjoy. What did you give it? I gave this a seven out of ten. I love the artwork in this, but I could not give it anything higher because it was very slow set up to get to where we're going. I'm, yeah. I'm still all about the story arc. I I, I want to get the freaking Jason stuff. It's what I've been waiting for since the end of Dark Side War, even before Dark Side War. Yeah. When we had that Divergence free comic book day, day issue when they just said Jason in there with just his name Jason, and that started making my imagination go wild at that point. But yeah. There's not a lot to this issue. I'm saying seven. It might be a, even a little high for what we no, can do. No, I'm I going had fun with you. When I read, I'm and, going uh, seven. I love the artwork. Uh, the artwork enough, like just that and the fun of it. I think it's it's easily and the a seven. for what's to come. Yeah, I, I think it's easily a seven. If we ended up with a little more of Jason, a little more of what we're going on Wonder Woman's side, we see a bunch of Grail and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll tell you, I do appreciate the fact that James Robinson. He's not going to give us a recap of the Dark Side War, so we didn't waste, you know, that. We had some fun. Instead of wasting it with a recap, he's going to say, you know what, we'll get to that. If there is recap, we'll get yeah. to that once Jason sure shows up. Kind. Let's have some fun. It's kind of, to me, this whole issue was where you didn't like that first issue of Metal where you had uh, Mongol and you had the Justice right. League there. I think that you needed this kind of fun at the beginning to kind of, you know, kind of cleanse, cleanse like the palate. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is like like he said. It really is, and he spells it out in this. Uh, you know, James Robinson himself said, this is a palate cleanser. Let's go – 
from here, you can see how this is going to be paced. You're going to see how it's going to go. Let's have some fun with this and go on. So I do like that, but I couldn't give it more than a seven like you, uh, basically because we didn't see enough. So we'll yeah. see. I do expect though to really like this going forward i like the way i'm all about it actually probably the thing that i'm looking forward to the most coming forward out of like you know besides for like uh the uh, doomsday clock and the rest of metal like individual issues i think i'm looking forward to wonder woman the most all right that that woman is wondrous sure is she is wondrous we're gonna go off to a league that involves justice in America, Eric. That's that's what I say. Justice. So league. America's sticking their goddamn fingers in the microverse yep, now. They can't keep their grubby little fingers out of anything, can they? No. Justice League of America. Not on my watch. Justice League of America number fifteen, written by Steve Orlando. Is it really? Is it, Eric? Is it written by Steve Orlando? It's, before we go, do you think Steve Orlando has become the new Anne Nocenti? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm telling you, it seems so much like her. I think that she, Anne Nocenti, did a reverse Tootsie and is now Steve Orlando. That is my I guess. I think she cursed him. Yes, maybe. Maybe that's like, what you know, happened. She, he was walking into D.C. All right, first day of the dive, as she was being let out, just fucking wiped her fa- fingers down his face. Nocenti. <laughs> I was going to say, they're like, Anne, you know what? You, you know, your time is done. You're a little old. And we got Steve to take your place. Bullshit. Just wipes his face. Nonsensical plots. She just keeps going. They, they don't, they don't want to be mean and give awful dialogue. She just keeps doing it. It just keeps going on and on. Because she, Steve Stop Orlando. My face, lady. Heir apparent of Innocenti. He is. I'm reading this issue, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, am I reading Katana again? Where's Katana? We need her in this book. Get Innocenti and Steve Orlando. Yes, Clarion the Witch. No, it's that green arrow that you're telling you. And really, now we're saying it. This is the same thing. Like Steve Orlando, I see people like, why does he keep getting all these books? Kind of what they were saying about Innocenti, Catwoman, all these things. Race of Thieves. Written by Steve Orlando, art by Felipe Wantanabe, Roy, uh, Roy Jose, Marcella Maialo, and Clayton Cowles. Steve Orlando really needs to learn how to tell a story. We've mm. been waiting to see what the hell Ott did to make him the villain of this story. And after watching Ray freak out about him again at the beginning, we get an issue full of flashback and recap that I will now call Flashcap. But well, now, yeah. no conclusion by the end. Not even a hint as a cliffhanger. What the fuck is going on here? The only savior here is we do find out a couple things that have been bothering us, namely how Prion got the bio belt. I'm not going to tell you I like that she has it, but at least I explained it. But this issue is pretty much bullshit. Bullshit, Eric. It's nonsense. Move on. You start again where the most important thing is Ray yelling. And at this point, looks like the, the team is surfing on a disc that's like three feet wide. Like shit they, is falling they are, apart. They are surfing on a disc. I, yeah. I can't even say they're surfing. Like there is a disc it looks like, but there's a black yeah. hole of quantum storms below them that's yep. sucking all of like Ray's All the equipment, equipment is being destroyed around them. Why don't we end that way? Right now, Ray? Why don't we end this way? This looks like it's like two seconds away from destruction, and he says, you were never supposed to bring him here, Ryan. You've doomed us all. Ryan well, says, doom, but... I think your but, lack of instructions doomed yeah, us all, fuck Doom, up. but Dr. Alt was helping you. Uh, he just, time out. 
All right, let me tell you a story because From then the we go. Journal Jesus of Professor Christ. Raymond Palmer. Yeah, so PhD. now we just go back. You actually have a very exciting moment here where it looks like the whole team is about to die if things don't go right, and you you. Stop. Excuse me, Ray. Yeah. Let me pull out my journal. I have a tale to tell you. Mm. Chapter three. Note to Ray. Don't buy three things of toilet paper. Your wife has left, and you don't need it, you loser. Mm. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. And then we get we see again where months before you see where Ryan got involved with with Ray and how he learned about the Atom, but then everything is switched around because where we saw in Rebirth, where we saw in the Atom Rebirth leading into this book was that Ray – and it's been changed. Every time Steve Orlando has to tell this background, shit gets changed. I don't oh, yeah. think he remembers. He doesn't want to go back and check. So every time he got it, it's like, what? Huh, I kind of remember reading that Rebirth. Okay, I'm going to do this for this Atom deal. Now it's changed again because when Ray went – into the microverse he sent out and i'm going with rebirth rebirth is the most yeah, important book in rebirth so far so yes it is and he went in and sent out a desperation sos to ryan who ryan kept going to that bar waiting for ray to show up ray hadn't been going to classes that, sad sack. yeah and fucking mail was going so finally he went into the the lab and then found basically all of a sudden from the monitor it was ray in the micro listen i discovered something i thought that chronos was fucking with the timeline again i went into a you know i went into the nano level and ended up finding the microverse i found it you have to come and get me i'm I'm stranded here you have to come get me but make sure you don't the first planet you go to somebody's going to come up to you don't and then it it went out it went out that's a perfect setup for even what he's going back to here but now it's this whole thing about how ray knew about this contacted ought through this you know technology and talked to him about the they microverse for almost a week before yeah. he went down and yeah. all this different stuff this is all just made up stuff now and then he eventually goes you know hey i gotta go down and help this guy this doctor ought uh the reason i'm gonna do it is because i don't have any connections i'm divorced uh i'm an older guy i don't have ryan he has a family he hasn't talked to that family in so long so it it makes me laugh anyway because he's even mentioned in the like why then did he go off to the justice league of america but again this is what Ray thought. So it's yeah. nice enough, but this doesn't mean, okay, I got to protect Ryan. You know, Ryan, he, he's got, he's asthmatic. He's not very athletic. What, what I need to protect him, but maybe I should tell him what I'm doing first. Maybe I could yeah. go to him and say, listen, buddy, I'm going into this thing. I don't know what it is. I'm going to meet this guy. You know, this is almost like one of the worst grinder dates you ever had. You, <laughs> you better have backup. When I go on my grinder dates, I tell my wife and kids, listen, I'm meeting him at the Wawa parking lot. We're going to go into the woods. And if I don't come out, you got to come get me. You have to have a backup plan. He doesn't. He doesn't say anything to Ryan. doesn't even write anything down. Then when he gets the chance to give a message, he, he completely lies, is what it yeah. seems to me, because he goes down, he meets Ott. Ott has learned the surface language, thankfully, so they can talk to each other, but this is where they want to find the damage that has ravaged throughout the microverse. We get a background of Ott having his planet in the microverse being destroyed, and it's all nonsense. I don't need this. I know no. right now you have already told me that Ott is the bad guy. Just go there. Just go Please. right away and tell. That's and all tell I me. And, and, this is to find out what Alt was up to. Yeah, and beca- he did yeah. Nothing. 
because here you get the whole deal, and it goes throughout that Aud is upset about his home world of Katorth Un being yeah. ravaged. But then Steve Orlando has to – then he has to throw in a, a caveat because he's like, listen, tragedy turned Aud's planet into a wasteland, okay? But – Katarth Un was a cesspool by choice. I didn't just discover a new universe. I discovered discovered new people taking it for granted. What? You're getting on a soapbox now? When they, I don't need to know this. I don't need to know that his planet. You can tell me that in one sentence, and you go then. And now this is where they go. They have they they get into his planet jumper that barely made the trip. They got to find the ignition point, but we need a guide, so they find Prion. Okay, now the gang's all here, Eric. There you go. You got Prion. They're gonna go around. They go to Mazga. They go the to talk to Mazga. Fucking planet jumper that can barely make the trip to where we need to get a guide. One of these docent folks that can tell yeah, the docents. The but there's a freaking little caveat to that, too, because they can only go to worlds that they know. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you have to take the goddamn planet jumper again. That I'm telling you. Think, like, there's no reason to pick up Prion. Yeah, all this is is this is Han Solo. Hey, I could do this. What are you going to do? You know, uh, or when I think it's Princess Leia and Empire Strikes Back. Can't we just go in hyperspace? Uh, whenever it is. And he's, yeah, what, are we going to end up in a sun? That's all yeah. it is. It's, you know, they have to know where they're going. So then we have a bunch of pages of them on Mazga. We know what happened. We know yeah. they failed. Why show us this again? Just to show that they failed so that you know this again? Well, such a we already know this. We talk how you know Ray went to Mazga. He thought he could be able to freaking talk to him. He was wrong. So we're moving on. But later on, he's like, "There's a lower level to the microverse that I could travel." Like, why didn't you try that on Mazga? You dumb yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, because he ends up doing that later. But even so, it's just, and that was hokey anyway. But yeah, you have this where they go to Mazga and you, you get the whole thing. thing Mazga, Ray, do it. Yeah, Maz, I. What I didn't know, and I'm glad that we had this. I didn't know Mazga hadn't spoken anyone in a thousand years. Oh my oh, goodness! Oh my! So, so th- that failed. Then they go, and it also cracks me up because then there's always this, you know, this docent. Oh, she's one of them, the docent folk. Yeah, we we can this. get out of here. We already did this. Plus. It's kind of like, you know, you guys got here somehow. We already know that you got there. Oh, all these refugees ended up. Just go back the same way you did or just, you know, set up shop on Mazga. Where, where do you think she's going to take you? But, yeah, they go off and they're going. And now we're going to get a, a couple stops, the non-traditional methods of exploration where they're going to find things. They're, they're talking, they, you know, aught's upset about his people again. Prion is the last of her kind. Uh, she's going to. You know, she wants to make them proud. She's gonna, you know, to have a whole thing where she's gonna save the uh, the microverse. I'm, I'm trying hard to th- talk about this. Oh, it's such you. nonsense. She's gonna save as a tribute to her people. Then they go to Claramar, which is the planet of the faceless champions. So if you were reading that Super Sons, here they are again. Yeah, I'm like, who hunters. thought that the faceless yeah. hunters were gonna end up in a bunch of books? But again, this is just Steve Orlander throwing it. We don't need this. You don't need this. All you need needed to do is have Prion know how to get to the ignition point, get there, and then fucking explain shit. Say how Aught, you know, went behind your back or like did whatever. Everything else in Steve Orlando's books just gets you to where you need to go without any explanation. Now he's going to fucking play the long game here? With yeah, the, now he's the playing the long is, game. It doesn't add anything to no. the story, really. Because they're in Claramar with the faceless champions, they help them defeat their enemies. That who knew? And then that's when they give them riches, and you know they gave us trinkets. Trinkets? 
<laughs> we need trinkets. And that's where you get the whole one thing. One trinket each, Jim. Only one Trinky, trinket. Yeah, only one trinket. I, I think they deserve more, but that's when yeah. Priyan's like, Priyan goes. And I thought they were getting the whole deal that the trinket she got – she could read minds but it isn't they just we all found treasure in time and then you see Priyan kiss uh ray you know they have a romantic connection but it's funny too we all found treasure in time one could say and then they're just kissing oh, what it's, I, I don't get it i don't get this whole you know nonsense nonsense and then Ray's like, hey, I really like that. You know, you read my mind. She's like, I did not need to, Raymond. You got dirty lips. Your face said enough. And then they're off to explore again. And that's where they find uh, a planet being ripped apart. Uh, th- that's but this the is normal, so don't worry Celestiophage. about it. Uh, the Celestiophage is going around eating planets. But that, this is where Ray learned an important lesson that nature has to take its course. Oh, my God. Tell me what Aaron Alt did already. Yeah. And nature has to take its course. Yes, one planet dies, but that's just in the celestial phages uh, being. That's what he does. So let him be. Uh, oh what? God. And so then they go to Claramar and with the centaur people where they have the psychoscopes. Uh, or no, Claramar psychoscopes. I'm sorry. Also what happened yes, with yes. the faceless hunters. They allowed – they almost gave the map of the, the – the the microverse, but that led them to Kildar. Kildar, a centaur planet at war with its own nature. They help oh, them. Centaur, shit. Yes, the centaurs. They're they're upset at being centaurs, I guess. Or is it one of those like you're too much a horse? No, you're too much human, and they're fighting. Yeah. They're at war with their very own nature. Look at but, you. You got a horse body, but a yeah, human look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Not on my watch. And then they're, they're there, and uh, that's where he's like, hey, we helped them out, and they were nice, so they let me use their workshop, and I made Priyan a bio belt. Yeah, and then white actually, dwarf technology just happens to be everywhere. Yeah, just everywhere. White dwarf star in that thing. Where are they getting that? Uh, you know, yeah. And also, Ott has one as well, it seems. Yep. Where are you getting this stuff? Also, to go with that, he even... He, he modified it because he's now saying that he synced it with Prion's own abilities so she could have wordless control over it. Yep. Though later so she has to press a, a button. Belt, a shrinking bio belt with white dwarf star freaking technology that is also a teleportation that reads minds. Yeah. There you go. You have it all. And then you have Prion and Ott sitting there, and they're talking. And, and this is where you get this weird deal. Now, is it that Ott is – is he jealous? Because now Prion says to him, hey, we found so little Aaron, his first name, and there may only be so much. I wish he was like, I'm a doctor, bitch. You, know, you call me Dr. Ott. I didn't go to but, microverse doctor yeah, school. Really, doctor, yeah, yeah, microverse doctor school costs a lot of money. Right? We may only be left you know how many so much time left. that cost me? Yeah, really. <laughs> Are there better ways to spend it, she says. So everything's going to shit. Is there better ways to spend it than we're doing? It doesn't even make sense what she's saying. I wish she said, bitch, we're trying to fucking fix this stuff. I mean, I know we're doing And then he's like, and he's like, oh, you mean what you're doing with Professor Palmer? And she's like, I'm glad for you. He says, I'm glad for you, Priam, but I just can't give up. And is this like a little hint that he's jealous? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anything about. Just Aaron tell Ort, me what he's done. In the long run, tell me what he's done. 
And then that's where you have the centaurs. They're looking at the storms, Eric, and the storms hit, and there's shit going wrong. And then there's the fucking eight-armed men fighting, and everybody's having problems. And, oh you know, the Prion gets separated with these goddamn fucking guys with four arms. And there they're going, and he, they get a fissure happens and a destruction. And Ray yells out, listen, you know, we have to get we have to get her. And then this is where you had that set up before with the, the celestial phase where you have all it's like, no, no, there's no time. We got to do more important things. One life sure. doesn't matter. And he's like, forget it all. A fissure's opening up. And then he yells to Prion. And Aaron, Aaron Alt grabs Ray Palmer. Bros before hoes, dude. Yeah, really. Let's go. And this is where Ray yells, Prion, teleport back. And she says, there's too many of them. I can't focus. And then he says, I'm going to go right there because this is such nonsense. Listen to me, Prion. You have to. You have to go. And she's like, what? I can't. I can't leave you. Yes, you can. I can. I can't teleport. And then he says, I built a failsafe into your bio belt. It'll take you back to where we met, even if you can't jump on your own. So now it teleports him itself. And then she says, it what? No. There has to be another way. And then he's like, Prion, look at me. I'm so happy I met you. Now press the the button he's he's desperately telling her you have to hit that button you're going to teleport out of here i will meet you where we first met which it has to be that bar yeah. on mazga that you know go it was wh- well, i don't think it was on Mazga or wherever it was, it was. World, that yeah wherever world it was but it was that bar yeah because then they went to mazga but it was yeah. at that bar and he's like listen you, you get what i'm saying Press that button, you'll disappear. That's what teleportation is. I understand it myself. I teleport it with you. When you press the button, you'll disappear. I will meet you back where we first met. She goes, okay, presses the button, and Ray goes nuts. Prion! And that's where oh, it's like, Palmer, Ray. And he goes, she, she's gone, Aaron, just like that. And right here is where Ott should say, why the fuck have I listened to you all oh this time? God. He was just upset and saying to, to Priam, well, Priam was even saying, do you think we're getting anywhere? It's taking a lot of time, all this. This is where Ought should say, like, you are a moron. You are a fucking phony. What the fuck game are you playing? Because he just told her to hit the teleport button that he put in there to make sure that if anything went wrong, she could teleport. She disappears and he goes nuts and right doesn't. Right back to her save state. She's. It, it, it's great because it does exactly. She's. She's gone just like that. Yeah, and yes, that's right. That's how yeah, teleportation works. It says. Shut up! She's not dead, fool! We will be, though, if we don't escape! <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? And then out of nowhere, he goes, listen, do you trust me? Because actually, they even start going through the uh, the things that they could possibly do, and it's such nonsense that it's uh, Why even waste your time? Because, like, listen, we need to think and fast. So they're like, okay, okay, we can enlarge the scanning rig, improvise an escape craft, and risk damaging the equipment? It's pointless. Okay, ion thrusters, hull effect thrusters, some type of mass driver. No, no suitable raw materials. A nano sail? I think he's just making up shit. No, no, uh, we'd be dead before that. Uh, skateboards? No, no, I yeah. don't know how to skateboard. We don't have that in, in the microverse. Okay, uh, skateboards? What about those, I what told about you those no skateboards. Shoes I see the kids yeah. wear. Yeah, no, they they ban those. Okay, oh, fidget shit. spinners? That's not a method of transportation, you fucking moron. Uh, headstands. Do you have a bus pass? <laughs> it's such fucking... Do they have Uber here? I, I don't have a cell phone, but maybe we can All get right. a cab. 
Aaron, I'll take your hoodie off and your belt. I'm going to make a jetpack out of somehow. <laughs> I'm Let's make airplane noises and pretend we can fly. There we go. How about this? How about how about this? Wow, that was a lousy airplane noise. They, they made. <laughs> that's like somebody <laughs> snoring. How about we fart and, and then uh, you know explode our fucking gas and we get See, on. See, the thing is, we're in the microverse, but our, my gas is still from the normal universe. Yes, so if I expel it's it out big. my asshole, it's going to propel us to where we need to and go. And then Art should be like, "Hey, listen, uh, do you?" Did, did you put these teleportation things in our belts? That You probably did, right? No. Oh, you shit. stupid bastard. Oh, my goodness. He's like, hey, the light, that's it. Do you trust me? And then Ott no. says, I trust your mind. What is he thinking? And again, it's it's another I dig to me. Lips. I think Steve Orlando really think that that is a dig, saying that he doesn't trust his heart, that he's too emotional or something like this. It, it just – out of nowhere, I trust your mind. And they shrink and go off to the light fantastic. They are actually on uh, subatomic particles and photons and shooting them. And then it's explained. A new Athens experimental school recently attached three subatomic particles to photons and shot them across to Rome. All I did was e- extrapolate that process with two desperate scientists. Go fuck yourself. I- I'm telling yeah. you. It, just so go fuck yourself. now we're traveling at the speed of light on two yep. photons going. And they tell us that they travel for hours to get yeah. to where they need to go for the ignition point and everything like this. I just want to know how the hell our JLA team ever met up with them if they were no. traveling hours at the speed of light. I'm telling hours you, at the speed of light. everything that we've seen here, it's taking you know Ray, Aaron Alt, and Prion a long-ass time to get wherever they're going. Yes, they don't know exactly where they're going, but even with the JLA having Aaron Alt and telling them where to go – they should not have been able to get no, this yeah, point no, this because past. all it is is a it's a hokey scene to be basically to me it's the equivalent of Ant Man flying on a flying ant or a yeah. wasp or something like that. That's all it is, and they see cracks that lead them towards the ignition point. And he's like, I I manipulate our densities and let the energy flow along the fault line, sweep us up. We were beyond weightless traveling. And I'm like, and they get there, and they said in hours they reached the heart. And now I just heart. remembered why I don't like the freaking the atom because he always yeah. does this fucking nonsense, and it has to be explained somehow. Even back when I was a kid, the whole idea of him. Like traveling through the phone lines and jumping through the yeah. fucking phone receiver. I like, don't know. That makes me like laugh. That. that makes me laugh. Yeah, you hang up on him and then he's fucked. Yeah. But yeah, then they go and they end up at the ignition point, which seems fine or whatever. I don't see why there's equipment. They do have their scanning equipment. That is what it must be. There, yeah. I'll enlarge the scanning equipment. And uh, he's like, okay, we're there. We're at the epicenter of the damage. And then oh, it's like, wait, Palmer, look there. Triple rings around the planet. There, I think something's coming together. And then this is where I was like, I was ready to go to your house and slap you, silly, just because I know I can get away with that, Eric. Because then that's where Ray says, uh, you know, what do you mean? I don't see anything in the rings. Wait, wait, what I'm seeing, this doesn't look like, no, this wasn't a natural disaster. This is like a bullet through a pane of glass. Of course. <laughs> Again. Three rings around a planet. It's just like a bullet Just like that. And we've already had this sentence before, and yeah. we didn't understand it then. And you're going to throw it, it up? And now it ends with a bullet through the pane of glass, yep. and we don't know what Aaron all yep. did to freaking from our last cliffhanger. He, he says, this was done on purpose. And then he says, just when I thought I'd solved the problem, the problem changed the rules. You cannot end this issue without a cliffhanger that at least hints at what Ott did. You have set this up now too you much to give, you need a basically, to that cliffhanger. Ryan, yeah, you had a cliffhanger, then you start up again this issue with the same thing. You brought him, we're all doomed. 
Well, why are we doomed? Uh, Ray, you never told me this. Let me tell you. And now you go through a whole issue and you don't know. All you've got is all this fucking nonsense that means nothing for when they say it was caused by aught. His people were mad because their planet got destroyed and they wanted to clean up the, the microverse. There you go. And, and oh. it's all been a ruse. Why then do I need to know about the centaurs? Why do I need to know about the celestial phage? Why do I need to know that Prion had to go back to the place that they met with the goddamn fucking bio and the faceless champions? It's all fucking nonsense. And the monsters. I like the art though. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the art. Uh, and like I said, we did find out that Prion did get a belt. Uh, so at least you got that. We were wondering where you had that. So that explains why there was another signal that got picked up because Ray still has his legitimate belt. Uh, Ott seems to have a belt as well, but really, Everybody's got it's, a fucking belt. Steve Orlando Ray needs going to around every place. They went here, have a belt, everybody. I'm just Steve Orlando yeah. time as I go in this fucking world. I'll, I'll tell you in my mind, Steve Orlando has gotten a little better with dialogue. Uh, you may say I'm crazy or kooky. Freon, no. Uh, yeah, that that that's just a situation. That's right. more situation. But I think that the you know panel to panel dialogue has gotten better. He's forgotten how to tell a story. He cannot pace a story correctly at all. This pacing in this issue is so off. The way you go through this, that is goddamn complete and utter garbage. Uh, but I did like the art, and like I said, there's something. So I gave it a 5.1. What would you give it? Dude, fuck you, 5. Are you actually, going? I, I got to go a fuck you, 5 at this yeah. point. It's just a, this whole goddamn I like microverse. the art. Uh, Every uh, time bit. we jump back into the microverse... The whole reason that the freaking Ray Palmer went there has been is changed. They freaking yeah. just keep wreck every issue. Retcon. I was trying to be positive. Okay, for the podcast, I'm changing it. Fuck you, five. It does not matter for what yeah, we're doing. It doesn't here. matter. It does not matter. It doesn't matter one bit. All we want is for Ray to come out of the microverse and get back to his life and maybe join the team, maybe go to some other book, maybe, you know, as a guest star and a bunch of times. That's all I want. That's all we need. This whole thing where you even had DC pushing it in some of the books, you know, a month or whatever ago, like this is the, you know, the the game's going to change. You know, this is going to be big. No. No, it's not. No, it's, it's like the microverse. It's very, yeah, very small. Yeah, I was going to say it's small, uh, smaller than the microverse. But so you give it a fuck you five. Yeah, I, I really just hate this book anymore. I'm telling you, even everything, if we get to the conclusion, oh, Ray's saved now. I don't care. I know. I know. Maybe that will get – maybe this is – I don't know. This book needs to be canceled. Because then we're just going to go back to afterthought. It needs to be canceled. Why is this twice a month? Go back to afterthought and the mic behind the mirror. Yeah, yeah, really, the mic behind the mirror. There you go. They'll have something in this that the odd will be connected to the mic behind the mirror. I just want this you book to end. I really do. Why? Why? Point, that'd be like a fucking bullet through a pane of glass. People have to – the mirror told them to. It, the, the sales have to go down enough so we can do, at least just get this once a month, and then we don't have to deal with it as much. But that's yeah, it. Yeah, remember what happened each month with this fucking nonsense what does it matter he changes it anyway agreed don't just go with what he says in the first page because he doesn't fucking remember uh yay eric let's go off to the mail all right if you would read my mail jim want to tell my words would tell but if Eric tried to read it, we'd hear an epic fail. Epic fail. But when you reach the point where a 
opinions come, the hero will be Jim, a hero to us all. And when you read the mail again, you'll see the nonsense never takes a break. All right, Eric. You hear my like little you ad- background vocals. You don't man. like I'm my you, I'm, <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening, like you know, thinking to myself, you know, pondering life as I know we're about to get back into the mail, and all I hear is this, and I'm like, this voice <laughs> coming in my ears. I'm like, is this my self esteem? Did you like that again? Epic fail. Did you like that? God damn it! It's Jim. There we go. I'm just gonna add on to everything. It's getting later. It's getting oh. late. We're only at mail section number three. It's about to get goofy up in here. Oh no! And this is Jeremy. Jeremy is going to have the next mail, and actually the whole mail section. This is just mm-hmm. Jeremy. He's getting the spotlight. It's shining on him, and he says, "Hi, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the Get Fresh crew." Boop, boop. Whoop, whoop. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm writing on Wednesday, so I've read and been disappointed by the Commodity Challenge review. It'll be a little while till I read the actual comic. The review? Yeah, he's he's upset about the review. I've I've read Jim's writing, and I don't believe he is a (laughs) capable reviewer. I believe that he is a moron, as you would call it. I would like to say that Jim is what we here in the British Isles call a cabbage. That's what he's going to say. That's what he's going to tell me. Uh, I believe Jim is what we call here in England, merry old England, a retard. (laughs) I believe what we call them here in the UK, uh, Jim is an asshole. Uh, There's a fair amount of conversation about it in the Slack chat, but this promotional email from a publishing company I'd never heard of before ended up in my inbox earlier today. I thought I'd share it with you. And it says, Uh, out now. From the publishers behind the best-selling Orlando's Guide to Comic Book Dialogue and other shabberies, <laughs> Sam Humphreys' The Blagger's Guide to Continuity and Brian Hitch's critically acclaimed endings, Who Needs Them? And from the author of last year's classic, How to oh, Tell Comic course. Book Stories Through Repetition, How to Tell Comic Book Stories Through Repetition, ah, How to Tell Comic oh. Book Stories Through Repetition comes. So true. Tom King's How to Interact with Your Fan Base. This slim but surprisingly dense volume is destined to be the go-to guide for comic book creators when engaging with their fans and covers a range of topics including how to answer questions, how to come across as a normal human being, and how to take valid criticism. Chapter titles include Nerd, the awesomeness of the one-word put-down. It's good to be enigmatic, or is it? Near-death experiences, how to define and exploit them, and how to ignore cleverly but comic book creators everywhere will find their online interactions significantly improved by following the advice in these pages and at just 49.99 a whole world of wisdom and wonder is affordable for even the lowliest four, independent comic book scribe or artist yes check it out today available from all good specialist stores and online from www.definitelynotgonnahappenpublishing.com also out soon Eric Orlando's Guide to Comic Book Dialogue and Other Shabberies Expanded Edition newly updated for 2017 the script writer's bible features, features sections on the latest SJW jargon how to make real world politics easily accessible to comic book readers and a special chapter on how to get the most out of your plant metaphor 
and a, and a new forward by Keith Giffen. You see your weeds of evil bear bitter fruit when you lay your hands on this comprehensive guide to comic book conversation. So, guys, <laughs> what do you think? Sounds great, doesn't it? Or it could, of course, just be a load of hot air and nonsense. And that's all the best from Jeremy. And he says, P.S., Jim's white room commandi is just awesome, Eric. And, of course, we would have heard that at the beginning of the podcast. It's awesome, Eric. Thank you, Jeremy. That's how you get your email read on the podcast. You just feed me. Well, I, you know, you I, just mail I, I eat compliments, Eric, and I'm always starving. And I know. That's, that's a problem with me, though, yeah. Uh, Tom King the way he interacts with people on Twitter is downright comical, Eric. Actually, it's criminal as well. I just – he doesn't – does he want to be liked? Uh, you know what I mean? down, nerd. Is he one of those things – yeah, that's – he insulted me by calling me a nerd. He's a comic book writer. I don't know what he thinks. But also it's like he's one of those guys, and it's, it's a funny little metaphor or whatever I'm going to tell you. But I heard at one point – uh, John Stamos, Eric, a gem. He actually said that he started smoking cigars because so many women came on to him wherever he was. He wanted to do something so disgusting that they would have to force their way through you, that to get to him. <laughs> he did say this. I and know. I think that Tom King is so universally, it seems, loved by anyone on Twitter that he is trying to like – that. that's his last defense is being a prick – and still, it doesn't work. They he, they still want to praise him, even though with these answers, you'll you'll ask him like, "Hey, uh, Tom King, uh, is Batman going to give an answer to the the big question coming up?" And it, what is, is answer? What he will, but what is the question? Th- there you go. Thank you. Answers Thank you for answering are. me. You know, yeah, answers are. Tom King is. He he started doing that with uh, Jack Kirby. He started that in the one interview I saw, and he's like, listen, they, uh, what's this about? Well, what it's about is Jack Kirby is. I'm like, you're going to – my fucking mind is going to fucking blow. I, just what are you doing? Please, just stop. Stop. Just give people answers. Hey, is he going to get an answer? You know what? I'm not really allowed to say, but I hope you enjoy it. There yeah, you go. Or, or better yet, Be a goddamn yes. person, Tom Or no. It just says, you know, I know he, he can't spoil things, but say, you know, yes, I will. And I think he has come out and said on Twitter that there will be an answer. But again, when, when you've set up all these things, he's the, the man who cried nothing is what he is, Eric. It's not a good fairy tale character. The man who cried nonsense. Huh, that's it. See, Jeremy, you got me all riled up now. Good he job, called me a nerd, Jeremy. though. Man, how dare he? How dare he call me a nerd, Eric? I am not anything of uh, such or something. But that Wanna is play it. D&D, that, Jim? That's not for nerds. That that uses the imagination. That's for cool guys. That uses all all the jocks played D and D when I went to high school. Of course. See that that's the problem. They though. just didn't invite you. No, the, yeah, that's that's the problem. Back in the day, that's what happened. Then you know, Jim Werner had to go start making up the getting the cues, Eric. And then I thought I wasn't allowed to enjoy that stuff. And there you have it. I was I was a, a dead on the inside. Is what was happening. Was. See, well, that's why I never learned anything from that. You know, I'm still dead inside. That's what happened. D&D, if that was allowed and, and just, you know, they say, hey, Jim, that's pretty cool. 
It would have been a whole different world, a brand new world for me, Eric. Uh, but it's Fuck not off, that. nerd. <laughs> Look at that guy with that Elf Quest book. Huh, he's a comic book nerd, isn't he, Jim? Oh no, I I got so much shit for Elf Quest and freaking yeah. Junior High. There's me. I'm like, hey, hey, uh, what's what's up, Randy? What are you reading? ElfQuest, it's, it's a pretty good comic. That does look cool. Hey, Jim, what are you doing talking to him? <laughs> I don't know. This dickhead over here reading the ElfQuest. What, a what an asshole. Loser. What a loser. Hey, guys, high five. And then off I went with a tear, a single tear going down my cheek, saying, I'll call you later, Randy. We'll, we'll get together to play D&D this weekend. And the end of that story is that friend that I'm talking about, Eric, was uh, beheaded last year in a car accident. There yep. you go. Oh, it man. all wraps around. There you go. He went to the grave thinking I thought he was decent to that man in fucking junior high. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have been driving drunk. Maybe. That might have been. Maybe uh, he know. wouldn't have had a reason to drink, Jim. Yep. He might have lost his head that night on in this car, Eric, but I lost my mind all those years ago. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it all wraps up, right? But that is the end of mail section number three. Poor now that everybody thinks we are insane. Yeah, Randy's dead, Eric. He, yeah. he, he can't say anything. He lost his head. But uh, that is it. We're going to go off to more books. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Crossover Corner. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at the last issue of Batman and the shadow this is issue six of the six issue series it's written by scott snyder and steve orlando uh, with the latter on dialogue uh, the art is by riley rosmo colors are by ivan placentia and uh, letters are by clan robbins who incidentally i found out today has been doing lettering uh, jobs for a very very long time actually uh uh, came across his name in the credits uh, for an old issue of DC Comics Presents from the late 70s, early 80s. So uh, he is a stalwart, I believe that is the uh, the polite way of saying it, uh, of somebody who's, uh, who's been in the industry for a very long time. This issue is uh, published by DC Comics and Dynamite Entertainment. Uh, cover price is $3.99. Uh, it marks the end of... Uh, uh, not a perfect series by any stretch of the imagination, but a very interesting one. I've enjoyed reviewing it for the most part, and uh, I found some aspects of it difficult, some aspects of it quite uh, problematic, I suppose, if you want to use that word, uh, but other aspects quite interesting and intriguing. Uh, and so the answer, the question is, I suppose... Um, is this worth picking up? Is this worth uh, investing your uh, your time in? As far as I know, I don't think there are very many people uh, in the Get Fresh crew, boop, boop, who are reading this at the moment. So I am kind of, I, I, I'm kind of interested. I am I'm a little bit starved, <coughs> excuse me, uh, for feedback on, on this uh, series. And, it, and it's, a, it's a bit of a shame in some respects because, uh, as I said, it is an interesting series. There's a lot going on in it. Uh, some of it is uh, is not particularly successful, I don't think. Uh, but nevertheless, there's, there's kind of interesting ideas there. Okay, let's start with the, uh, uh, the rather long sort of introductory paragraph from my review on the site. Uh, it's probably a bit self-indulgent, actually, but anyway, here we go. 
This coming together of Batman and one of his more influential antecedents reaches its climax in this issue, and there is, in my mind, a fair amount of promise the series now needs to fulfil. So far we've been introduced to the intriguing notion that the Shadow has woven himself into the tapestry of Batman's personal history as a way of training him up to be his immortal replacement. In the stag, we've also been given a villain whose costume design is genuinely unsettling and whose very nature seems to be up for grabs, a mystery whose answer must surely be revealed in these pages. Last issue left us with several important questions in urgent need of answering. Who is the stag? Who or what exactly comprises his glowing army currently in the process of tearing down Shambhala, the mystical haven in which the Shadow was born? How will a fatally wounded Batman survive this encounter, much less triumph in it? Will the Shadow and Batman finally reconcile their differences? Which one of them was right about the nature of the universe? Will the Joker start doing something useful or meaningful? Will Orlando deploy another plant metaphor? Uh, he does. Will the last five months of reading this title have been, after all, worth it? There really is only one way to find out. Um, I'm going to talk about the cover first, because it, it, it's kind of interesting, but also misleading. It, it, it's, it's a very, very uh, stylized cover. And I, and I like it, actually. Um, there is a... Uh, there is an image of, I suppose it's meant to be, is it the stag? Is it the shadow? It's a little bit ambiguous, really. Um, and it, it's a, it's a face of, uh, I, I'm going to say it's the stag actually, but I, 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 I couldn't guarantee that. Um, and the sort of cheekbones and jawline of this uh, face uh, are made up of uh, a red bat cape that is being worn uh, by a Batman uh, who is wearing a costume that is very much uh, an amalgamation of uh, Batman and the Shadow. So there's uh, the cowl is there, uh, but the the actual costume is kind of more uh, in keeping with the shadow. There's sort of like the uh, double-breasted uh, kind of leather jacket sort of thing going on. And he's also got two guns uh, in his hand. So he's the whole twin pistol thing is at work here. And also the um, there's a scarf around his, his neck as well. Uh, which he doesn't need, really, but it's the it, 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 it's sort of like motif of the the shadow, uh, and this is interesting because it, it does seem to indicate that uh, maybe Batman is going to uh, take the shadow up on his offer and is uh, is going to become a sort of a Batman shadow sort of hybrid. I guess it's fairly obvious that isn't going to happen because uh, it would cause all sorts of havoc with ongoing continuity. But it's a pretty bold uh, cover, and I, I kind of like it. We open the page, or we turn the page, sorry. This is one of the most jarring 
first pages I've I've seen in a long time. At, at the end of last issue, uh, Batman uh, was dying. Uh, he was with the Shadow. The Shadow uh, was trying to prevent the Stag from entering Shambhala. Uh, he failed to do so. Uh, the Stag, the Joker, and uh, the Stag's army, which is... Uh, it, it, it's one of the more um, sort of difficult aspects of this story, really. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, we're sort of in the process of destroying Shambhala, kind of te- tearing it down. And so we start this issue with Batman being told he's dead. And uh, he's being told that he's dead by three alien creatures uh, who look like they're straight out of H.P. Lovecraft. There's... there's um, there are tentacles kind of coming out of their faces. Um, their heads are kind of elongated. Um, there's sort of a you know fibrous mass kind of at the back of their head with sort of tendrils kind of coming out of it. Uh, they don't. They're sort of vaguely humanoid in form, but but only in the sense that they they can't. They're kind of standing upright. Uh, everything else kind of looks sort of octopoid. Or is that even a word? I'm not entirely sure that it is, actually. Um, it, there, there's something kind of um, sort of sort of marine-ish about them in the sense that, you know, they're, 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 they've got kind of suckers on their tentacles and what have you. Um, and these are creatures uh, who inhabit a sort of dimension outside of our reality. Um, and uh, so it's, it's all very kind of cosmic and weird. Uh, and they, they kind of, their, their function here is basically to kind of fill Batman in on what's really been happening. One of the interesting things about this series has been uh, the, the opposition. And I, I've talked about this before. The opposition between uh, Batman and the Shadows. So Batman is rational and he is, uh, he won't kill. Uh, those are the, the, the sort of two main kind of aspects of his character uh, that are really being pushed to the fore in this series, whereas the Shadow is a supernatural being, explicitly supernatural. And um, he, of course, will kill. So, so the, 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 there's, a, there's sort of a big kind of, um, sort of tension between these two characters, despite the fact that they're they're very similar in many respects, but 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 those differences are really kind of being ratcheted up uh, for the for the purposes of this of this story. So Batman finds himself in this in this kind of this sort of extra dimensional weird place. Now this is a Batman who has kind of denied the existence, or, or sorry, denied the possibility that the stag might be immortal, uh, that he's descended from Cain, all that kind of stuff. And he's kind of denied that. And he's uh, he's the one who's kind of found out that the stag is actually not one person, but many. Um, that, the, that there is a kind of an inheritance, a kind of lineage, if you like. Uh, in fact, the, the weird Cthulhu-headed creatures kind of uh, use that word later on. So he's been kind of presented as, as, as a bit of a sort of uh, rigidly minded uh, stick in the mud in, in some respects, Batman. And now he's here in this place 
which is obviously kind of outside of uh, sort of our dimension. And uh, he's been told that he's dead. And he's basically been given an option uh, by these creatures. Uh, he can either uh, go back and take up the mantle of the shadow and become immortal. Uh, that would that would be an option for him, but he would have to become the shadow, or uh, he they are prepared to, to heal him of his injuries. Very convenient, that very handy, uh, and send him back uh, to defend uh, Shambhalar and finish the job that uh, he and the shadow started. Uh, but he will die, uh, not necessarily in battle, but he he will die eventually. And um, Batman obviously chooses the latter course. He 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 says, "No, I I, I don't want to be immortal." And, and and there's some interesting stuff here because um, he basically says that there has to be a, the sort of mortality or or, or the the possibility of death is is actually a. a a, a, an integral aspect of of the character of Batman, and he he's kind of and it's interesting because he's sort of reconciled to that. He says, "No, Bruce Wayne will die one day. He has to, but and Batman will live on with a new face. It must be bigger than me. There's no other way." And this is a really kind of fascinating um, sort of aspect of the character that's being brought to the fore here. Um, it's funny. I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading a couple of uh, runs of Batman Beyond, um, which obviously there's an older sort of Bruce Wayne in in that. And in one of them, I think it's the one from. Uh, it's the pre New Fifty Two one. I can't remember who who wrote it now, uh, but it's the one where um, it's the uh, it's the clone version of Dick Grayson who's the main bad guy. Um, there's some clever stuff in it actually, but but one of the interesting things about that is that Batman is is it, it, it's one of those series where Batman becomes um, aware of the fact that he's being a bit of a of a he's being a bit of a git. That's a very English English word. He's being a bit of a git to Terry, and um, he he kind of. There's there's a nice monologue actually where where, where sort of Terry's laid out on the uh, he's recovering from numerous injuries that he's incurred uh, during the story and uh, Batman kind of goes into this sort of monologue about how he's allowed his uh, a, a certain sense of pride to kind of you know to stop him from really expressing how he cares about Terry. Um, and there's stuff going on with Dick as well in 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 that story, and and it's kind of interesting that that, that sort of this Batman here in Batman uh, the Batman Shadow uh, seems to be a lot more kind of sanguine, a lot more um, relaxed about the notion that he's got, he might die, uh, and that his mantle might be passed on to somebody else. It, it it's really interesting. I. I I, I, and I like it actually. I, it, it adds a certain sort of level of dignity uh, to Batman that sometimes he, I don't know in in, in recent uh, versions of him he hasn't always possessed, but he, he does here. 
he has a certain, there's a certain dignity to his decision. And I, and I do kind of like that. Um, we also find out about the stag and essentially Batman's right. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I said in my review on the site, I, I find the whole thing with the stag very unsatisfying. I think, I, I think the stag is a, is a fascinating, uh, character in terms of the potential that he has. I, I think, uh, the, the, the visual design of the stag is absolutely fantastic. I love it. I love the whole sort of horns, the, the, the sort of like cracked, chipped porcelain mask, all of that kind of stuff. What I don't like, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy what they've presented here, which is the, the, this notion of the, the stag being not one person, but many. Um, Rossimo draws the stag, uh, one way and he draws the stag's army another way. The, 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 the stag's army, uh, is sort of, uh, glowing. And, uh, almost sort of looks kind of spectral, looks sort of like they're not quite there. Um, and yet they must be because there is a kind of physicality to them. Um, they, they're certainly able to kind of fight and, and, and do all the sort of physical things that you, you would expect. But it's, uh, there is a difference. There's a difference between the way that the, the proper stag, as I want to call it, the main stag, if you like, is drawn and the way these other stags are drawn, there's a difference. And that difference is never properly explained. Um, like I said, he, he uses the word, uh, lineage, uh, lineage in, in the, um, in the comic book, which, which suggests that there's a kind of continuity that sort of, you know, the notion of the stag or the idea of the stag, uh, the identity of the stag is, is passed down from generation to generation, which is fine, but it doesn't explain why they're all there together. And particularly bearing in mind, we've seen, well, we've, we've seen one stag die already this, 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 uh, uh, this series. And the implication is that we've probably seen two because when the stag, uh, gets shot by the shadow and falls out the window, um, in, I think issue three, um, that is, that's, that's presented as being something that, that, that should be fatal. And, and if the whole thing hinges on the fact that actually, ah, it's, it's not one person, it's, it's, it's lots of them. Then I, I, what I, what I'm trying to say is I would like, a bit more in explanation. I don't want it explained fully, but just a hint that, that explains where these other stags come from. Because, because I'm not convinced at the moment with, with what we've been given. The, 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 the kind of these extra dimensional kind of creatures say that, um, the stag is basically, uh, the descendant of a man who went with his brother to Shambhala. And, and basically, the, these extra-dimensional kind of entities say that Shambhala is essentially a trap. It's a, it's a trap for uh, bad people. So, so, so they, it, 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 they deliberately kind of entice uh, these bad people into Shambhala. And once they get them, they then give them a choice. Now, this is a choice that um, the Shadow uh, had, and he took the option of redemption and becoming kind of like an instrument of, uh, justice or vengeance or you know, whatever for, for the, 
for these extra dimensional creatures. Um, but the other option is, uh, is to reject that. And that option leads to death. So presumably that, you know, there's kind of that sense of, right, well, I'll, I'll take the power for myself kind of thing. And then you end up dead, basically. Uh, and this is essentially what happens to this guy's brother, the, the, this guy. Uh, and they're presented as if they're sort of, uh, like Vikings or something, or maybe even earlier than that. Um, or almost maybe even prehistoric, actually. The, the, these two brothers kind of, um, enter Shambhala or try to enter Shambhala. One of them does. And, uh, his body kind of is, is ejected. Uh, and it's been burnt to a crisp by whatever process he's gone through. And the other brother can't get in. And he swears vengeance. Um, and that's, that's how the stag is born. Which, okay, that, that's, yeah, kind of makes a certain amount of sense. Um, it, it's just that then you're expected to believe that the stag has always been kind of a presence throughout history. Um, and that he, um, that the, the stag in the 21st century is a descendant of the stag from those however many thousands of years ago. And that's, that's fine up to a point, but then the whole issue of where these other stags come from, uh, is not really properly explained, which is kind of annoying, but it is what it is. Um, and I, 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 what I'll, I'll sum up my thoughts about this in a minute. Um, anyway, Batman, uh, returns to Shambhala, uh, healed. Uh, there's a big fight going on. Things are burning. And um, the Joker, I, I, I said in the review, that the Joker is, is kind of superfluous to requirements here. The, the, there is a nice moment, actually, where the shadow kind of puts the, uh, a whammy on the Joker, where, where he kind of does that whole kind of cloud men's minds thing. And, and the Joker kind of just goes blank for about a minute. And then he kind of recovers. I, I, that, that bit is, is quite nice. I quite, I quite like that. Um, but the Joker himself is, is, you know, bearing in mind that he's kind of meant to be, uh, sort of Batman's main villain. He's meant to be a ludicrously kind of formidable character. He's just very, uh, watered down here, I think. And it, it, it's, if it's the, the, the one thing I would say is, is, is a particular failing actually of this series is how it's handled, um, how it's handled Batman's villains, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think they, they've, they've done a fantastic job of sort of building up the stag and, and, and also sort of, you know, setting the shadow and Batman against one another, sort of, uh, uh, philosophically, if nothing else, that the, there's, there's that kind of opposition there. Um, but, but Batman's villains, I, I mean, I mean, if we go back to a couple of issues ago with the big fight where, where all the villains are kind of thrown in there. And, and it's always, it's always a bit difficult to, to do that kind of thing. But it was just tremendously unsatisfactory because, uh, nobody other than maybe the Joker and a couple of others sort of had much screen time. And uh, as a result, they they both come, uh, uh, you know, Batman's villains essentially come off as being quite 
sort of anemic and one-dimensional, and that, that, that's a real shame. But uh, and it's particularly true of the Joker here. I mean, he, he had some... Uh, I'm, funny enough, I went back, actually, and looked at some of my reviews from uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, a couple of months ago, sorry. Um, I, I, I was quite excited when the Joker first kind of made an appearance. Um, and actually, in, in the first kind of issue in, in which he fully appears... He kind of appears at the end of issue two, I think. Um, but uh, in issue three, he um, he's he's actually pretty good. I mean, I mean, sort of Orlando and uh, and Snyder write him pretty well. But as the uh, sort of complexities of the plot have kind of pushed him to one side, really, uh, he's become much less compelling, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, anyway. Uh, Batman and uh, uh, the Shadow uh, have to stop uh, the Stag and the Joker from destroying Shambhala. Uh, and what they do uh, is they basically uh, free it, free Shambhala from this plane of reality. Okay, so, so they, they kind of cut it adrift from this plane of reality. Uh, now, this is all kind of, you know, sort of supernatural, mystical, mumbo-jumbo type nonsense. But but actually, to be fair, um, they talk about this thing called the Ballast Torch, uh, which is this, this sort of big kind of weird-looking globe structure uh, in the middle of Shambhala. It's sort of glowing and what have you. And... Um, uh, basically, um, Batman says we're going to have to destroy this, and 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 this this is interesting because the Shadow kind of freaks out about this because if Shambhala vanishes from this uh, this dimension, which is what will happen if the Ballast Torch is is destroyed, um, then he has no chance at redemption. He has no chance at actually finding uh, some peace. Uh, he will always be the shadow. That that's that's kind of that's what he's faced with. And uh, there's a moment where he kind of uh, talks to Batman about this, and he's he's he looks quite distressed. Uh, but he realizes that that if they don't do this, then uh, the teachers, these sort of extra-dimensional creatures, will actually die. It's not as if they, you know, they're they're not they're not immortal in that sense. They're not they're not completely uh invulnerable uh to attack and if if they don't do something to stop the stag's attack uh then that's what will happen they, these creatures will die uh and um and so it is the lesser of two evils to basically kind of disconnect shambhala from uh from our reality which is what they do and um it, it's kind of nicely done because batman says no you you've got to do it um, you've you've got to make this choice, and he turns to the shadow, and he gives because the shadow had given uh, one of his guns to Batman and says, "I can't do it. You need to do it." And Batman kind of turns around and says, "No, this is your choice. It's not my choice. It's your choice to make." And I kind of like that. And uh, the the shadow does uh, choose to destroy the ballast torch, and it's it, it's kind of nicely dramatically done, you know. And uh, there's a nice moment, I say nice, it's quite a dramatic kind of moment where um, 
the ballast torch is destroyed and that releases this kind of psychic energy that sort of knocks out the stag and, and what have you and uh, and the Joker. Um, and it affects the Batman as well. And Batman is spurred the, uh, the sort of effects of this blast, if you like, by allowing the shadow to kind of touch his mind with his own, which is, is quite interesting. And then they wake up on this hillside, the Himalayan, I presume it's Himalayan, hillside. They're always in the Himalayas, aren't they? <laughs> sort of pocket, pocket paradises, uh, ten a penny in the Himalayas. They're everywhere. Um, anyway, he, they, they kind of, he wakes up and he's surrounded by sort of knocked out stags. Um, uh, including the main one and the Joker. And he actually lifts off the stag's mask. And uh, it is clearly meant to be somebody that looks like the guy we saw in the flashback at the start of the issue, uh, who is the the brother who survived the encounter with Shambhala. Um, what's interesting is, again, I said this in the review, he he doesn't, unmask any of the other stags which actually I would quite like for him to have done because I, w- I would like to know exactly what's going on with them but he doesn't do it, do that which is a bit of a a bit of a shame and uh, Shambhala's gone uh, the shadow's still there Batman's still there and it ends with uh, the series ends with a with, with Batman returning to uh, the French Alps where, of course, he met Henri Ducard back in issue one. Uh, Henri Ducard, who turned out to be the Shadow. And uh, he meets up with the Shadow again. And uh, he tries to get to the bottom of... Uh, he says, you know, who are you? Uh, this is really interesting. And I don't know what to make of it. I don't, I don't know what to think of it. And, and I, you know... Maybe you will have a stronger reaction to it than me. I, I kind of saw what they were getting at, but at the same time, there are issues with this. Uh, the shadow sort of, as he's talking to Batman, the shadow changes his form. And at one point he looks like Alfred. At another, he looks like uh, Dick Grayson. At another, he looks like Commissioner Gordon or one or two others there as well. So it's this idea that, you know, he he can assume these identities to help train Batman. And it's not suggesting that uh, there is no Commissioner Gordon or there is no Alfred. That's not what it's suggesting. It's suggesting that he can assume, he can take on their face uh, in order to impart some wisdom or knowledge to, to Batman, which is kind of an interesting conceit. And it's... Uh, on the second to last page, really, that we get uh, the shadow appearing to Batman as a, a sort of Batman version of the shadow, <laughs> like we saw um, on the uh, on the cover. But that it, it's only there for for one one panel, really. And at the end, uh, there's there's a really kind of nice. Uh, and Rossimo does a good job here because he, he, he places the shadow on one side, Batman on the other, and both of them, their capes, their scarves, 
are are kind of mirroring one another and and there's a kind of symmetry there between the two of them um which is which is interesting from a visual point of view and batman just kind of says look this life it isn't a curse shadow because the shadow is still kind of uh, annoyed that his chance of redemption has been kind of ruined now and batman kind of says look it, it it's not it's not over just just because you know you you can't go back to shambhala you you can't move on I think you know, that, that he's talking about death, I suppose, in a, in a way that the, the shadow wants to be released from this debt that he has to pay uh, to uh, to these teachers. And um, now, of course, the teachers have gone. There's no way for him to pay that debt back. So the Batman is, is kind of there being all sort of positive, really. Which is quite nice, actually, because he, he kind of says, you know, it, life isn't a curse. If you've truly watched me this long, all the way from Crime Alley, then you know that. You've lived a century of punishment. Your next one can be about more. And the shadow's like, no, there, there is nothing more. And Batman says, I can teach you. I can show you if you'll let me. And he says, if you think that, uh, Wayne, you've learned nothing. And Batman says, I don't think, Shadow. I know. And that's how it ends. Which, (coughs) excuse me, which actually sets it up very nicely for what could be quite good in the the next series, which is this notion that sort of Batman uh, teaching the Shadow um, to be uh, maybe a, a different kind of vigilante, a different, a more hopeful uh, person um, and and I, I kind of like that I do kind of like that so so the, the, there's there's some kind of nice stuff here uh, at the same time as there's there's been some kind of un, unsatisfactory stuff as well um, Rossimo's art is really good uh, I, I must admit I was talking to Simon uh, on the Slack chat very nice chap and he knows a hell of a lot about comics as well and he pointed out Rosmo's, uh, he likes Rosmo's artwork. I, I, I must admit, I, I like it a lot more now than I did when I first started reading this series. I do think his layouts are absolutely stunning. There, there are, there are moments where you just kind of go, oh my goodness. Um, and, you know, he, he does, uh, he does fight scenes pretty well. Uh, the, my only issue really with Rosmo is his facial expressions just don't, always work for me um I, and that could just be me at the end of the day but i i, I just there are, there are times where i think um they're a little bit sort of uh it's too sketchy maybe um but that's a fairly minor issue i i, I think that there's a fluidity and a, a dynamic kind of aspect to his work which is really rather good and like i said some of his layouts are just absolutely amazing um is this an is this a I mean I mean realistically speaking uh you are not going to buy issue 6 if you haven't bought issues 1 to 5 I suppose if you're listening to this and you haven't bought any of the issues so far uh, the next thing you're going to ask is is it worth getting in trade 
Uh, the answer to that question is, it's actually really difficult to answer that question. I, I, I can't turn around and say, look, you've got to watch, you've got to read this. This is a classic story. I can't say that. Um, I think it's an interesting story. And I think it, it asks some very interesting questions about the, about both Batman and the Shadow. And I think it's got some great artwork that is worth seeing. Um, I would certainly have a look at it in trade. Uh, if you have a library that, that will stock it, then check it out. Um, if it's ever in one of those sales on Comixology, uh, I would check that out and check it out there as well. Um, it, it, it is, it is good, I, but it is not brilliant. I, I, I gave this issue 7.8. On the on the site, I think probably as a whole, I would give the whole thing maybe I don't know seven seven point five something like that. Um, I think the first the first issue and some of the second issue was just a little bit shaky. I think it gets better um, uh, towards the end, but I'm still not particularly happy about the way the stag is as much as I love the stag and I do, I think he's a fantastic character, fantastic looking character. Um, I would like a better explanation for him than what we get here. So there we go. Um, I hope that's been at least interesting to you. Uh, I apologize for the echoey nature of this, uh, this recording. Uh, I'm in my new man cave, which is great, uh, but I do need to sort sort the acoustics out for for these, which I'll I'll try and do over the next next week or so. Um, but yeah, um, with that, I will uh, hand you back over to the guys in the studio. Uh, thank you for listening. I think the next time uh, I'll be speaking to you will be. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'll have a word with, with Jim. I, 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 I'm doing dastardly and muttly actually on the, on the site at the moment. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. And I, I, I'm going to see if I can get, uh, some audio done for that. Um, uh, an audio review for that. Uh, so you might hear me before then. If not, then it'll be for the Wildstorm issue eight, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, with all that said, thanks for listening and, uh, I will, uh, see you next time. Uh, hand back to the guys in the studio. Take care. Bye-bye. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We don't want to hear Eric Shea. But we're going to hear Red Jay. I want to hear Eric Shea. Hey, he's here. Hey, Reggie, how are you doing? Actually, why don't I'm doing horribly this week. I'm doing horribly this week. I need to All complain right. on the Weird Science Podcast for a minute. Yeah, that usually I'm getting my doesn't bathroom happen. redone. Oh. Yeah, so is and, Jim. 
Yeah. When oh, are you really? I thought your bathroom was basically already declared no, a uh, super no. fun toxic it, it, waste site. It is. <laughs> My bathroom's getting redone. It's been getting redone for fucking three years. It's, this shit never Fima's stops. No, you're supposed to like Reggie. You're here's here. Where we go, man? Eric, we're talking about this. Uh, Reggie, you're you're redoing your bathroom, right? How right, long yeah. has it taken? Uh, a week. Actually, okay. just started, so it's only been like okay. five days. Okay, five um, days. Uh, on yeah. the sixth day, which would be tomorrow, uh, are you yeah, going to stop? Are you going to stop then and start doing your kitchen? No. No. Are you going to stop uh, that and then go do your bedroom for two days and then go and do the kitchen? I would. I would try not to. I would do you, is is what the plan is? It doesn't seem like the proper way to do things at all, Jim. Uh, uh, to, well, me, I, to me, though, especially with a bathroom. I mean, really, when you start a project, you should finish it. But a bathroom. Oh wait, what? What, what did you just say? Kind of you Yell out! I need but people in this house to hear you. I mean, Jim, do you have more than one bathroom? Though? No, we have five I, fucking six people in this house. We I got one it. bathroom, unless you include that goddamn fucking bucket that Ray's yeah. pissing in and putting goddamn bleach. Yeah, and we got like, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, when I was growing up, we only had one bathroom, except the back porch that I seemed to kind of open the door and piss on uh, out the back at the back deal, which was disgusting. But I was a kid. The the problem is, so what you're telling me is, uh, halfway through, or not even halfway, two days into redoing the bathroom, you don't just stop that and say, "I'll deal with that next summer." You don't, no. you know. Yeah, that's how my bathroom is right now. This bathroom has what, been Who's doing it? Is, is, is Tanya, Tanya handling it herself? Yeah. Handling yeah. it. Handling it means something's a, going uh, on. License contractor, is that right? <laughs> Licensed. I'm going to call... Uh, <laughs> she don't Quaker, have a Quaker license. Town, Quaker Town City Hall numbers. Tanya, uh, she, had this, she had the fucking, you know, dreams and plans. Dreams and my nightmares. She ended up ripping all the nightmares and dreams. I'm telling you, there, there's no light in the bathroom, so I have to go in there. I don't have a light. I step on a football. I fucking wrench my back. I'm hurt. There you go. See, there's the my. You probably, you probably haven't seen yourself in a mirror in fucking three months. Oh, yeah. Who wants to see that? I guess. Uh, I yeah. No, nobody <laughs> does. I, I don't need that. But yeah, you told me you're redoing your bathroom. I'm like, I could tell them to come here next. Well, uh, can I'm, they... I'm redoing the bathroom in such a way that I actually hired a professional to come and gut it. No. Yeah. Oh, and he, look at he's, him. He's doing it. <laughs> look at he's, Fancy he's, Man over he's here. He's doing the whole thing. So, but uh, actually, yeah, with my co-op, I had to. I, that's a whole other ordeal. But so, I, I mean, it's down to the point where for a couple of days there was no toilet. Yeah. Right now, there's a temporary toilet with no seat on it. Is that no called sink. my there's coffee cup? Is it? And the only other bathroom in the building is down in the... Uh, Laundry room, which closes okay. at ten, so it's 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 getting dicey, but uh, we're it's gonna be alright. It's getting dicey, all right. You better stop yeah. drinking shit uh, later. You don't yeah. eat late night meals, is what you That's, gotta do. I definitely gotta stay away from the Taco Bell. Yes, I you down do. that path, and I was like, you know, well, that might be a good advice uh, for no just coffee life. No coffee in the morning, no Taco Bell in the evening, and, and, yeah, and there you go. yeah. Don't Dr. eat Dr. no Shea. Limburger cheese. I don't know. My my old boss told me that uh, fruit salad used to make him shit his brains out. I I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, just stay away from that. Stay away from Eric's eggs. Fruit, Eric made eggs the other day, or was it today or yesterday that you had the egg shits, Eric? Uh, was that nights, yesterday? Uh, two days ago. Yeah, he, he had some problems. He had some problems. Said that if I was in the bathroom, I really would have gotten a kick out of it. But I, oh, I did not go When you in take there. a shit, you can normally stand your own stink because it's you. You've smelled you your entire life. Oh, yeah. This was a goddamn monster out of nowhere. This is somebody else. I ate somebody's shit and then shit it out, and it fucking, I almost vomited. Yeah, yeah. I was not, I was not around. Usually I go in the bathroom, me and Eric, I, I sit there. 
and he expels something that sounds like it should be involved in a log flume. And then <laughs> I, I just sit there, and then he hears me just start giggling. <laughs> I just start giggling. <laughs> I'll go, woo, what's going oh, on over God. there? But it usually like I'm giggling. Summer camp with you, oh, yes, it is. It's so fun. It is fun. That's, or if I'm going to the bathroom, and I, I hear the door open, I see him come in, and then we just start saying crazy shit to each other. But we're here to talk about books, not bathrooms. Uh, right. Not bathrooms. Yeah, at one point I didn't know if you were going to be able to record tonight because you said that this bathroom business was causing some trouble. But you're yep. here, Reggie. Well, and uh, here. speaking of shit. You've, you've brought some with you. These books of I have yours, some fairly crummy books, but you know, yeah, they're they're not gonna. They've worse. They're not gonna raise my spirits, though. That's that's a problem. I need something that's like really kick ass, and that's not here. But what are we starting with, Reggie? We're gonna start with Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number twenty nine, written by Robert Vendetti, art by Rafa Sandoval, Jordi Tarragona, and Tamu Mori. I've been lonely. I've been it's been boring hoping for something to do the omega beams they sent ain't making it through to my heart it's these lanterns i know their motives are sincere they take over and now i'm just floating here john stewart's a leader and well on his way to the top. But there's something he forgot. What about gods? Don't you want some help from New Genesis? What about gods? Don't let us slip away. What about gods? I only want to save your ass. And you might need it someday. Boom, boom. Is that a little heart? Is that is a little bit? That- Yes, a, a heart to bit. heart, heart to uh, heart. And so this I, conclusion of the you know new gods arc didn't actually really contain much new gods. No, no. no nice. No. I thought I thought Eric would appreciate that. Since you don't really it like them that much. The editor much Eric. Gods. Yeah, well, they, Eric. Well, they threw in they threw a little source wall for you, a little bit of yeah. the Yaga. Yeah, Khan. the source wall. You got that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just uh, don't understand the source wall because I need more Shaka Khan. Is what I need. If we're gonna this do. is the second time now that Robert Vendetti has tried to pull stuff out of the source wall since he's been doing Green Lanterns, uh, Green like you know a Green Lantern title, and it doesn't make sense to me because I'm telling you we had that thing before after uh what the hell was it after uh, Godhead or something I think yeah. it was Godhead where we had this gigantic arm rip out of the freaking source wall. And we never got back to nope, that. We never I got maybe back to here it. going in, I'm like, maybe this was Yuga Khan or some shit like well, that. That, that would have been cool. Lantern shit, right? He was from the universe on the other side of the source wall. That was yeah, that, whole... was, that, was, that, that was that was before. Relic. You had yeah. that, you freaking they whole care. thing. But that's right. Had, they, they, that wasn't even that. This was something completely different. After Lights Out, actually, I think it might have been Lights Out, but I, for some reason, I think it was the Godhead story. After that, if we could have this hand rip out of the source wall, this gigantic monster hand. And nothing ever came of it. We went right into a Black Hand story where Black Hand was then, you know, sucked into the source wall. And into the source wall, yeah. He just keeps fucking with his goddamn source wall. Oh, that's right. He was able to go through it because he had the death ring. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, he just he's got big plans for the source wall, dude. He just <laughs> big they, plans. He has got no plans. They go there, stay and it never happens. It, it, basically, you might as well stay have them just just go to the source wall and look at it every now and again because that's all that happens. Because in here yeah. you have these you know and monolith yell at guys, it, and yell yeah, at yell at it, it and fight things around it. But yeah, Rock, these you things. Source wall. 
These things are trying to get Yuga Khan out of the source wall. That's basically all you need to know about this. There really isn't much else about this issue, really, right? This, this I mean, issue did commit to me, though, a heart of bad comic book sin, and that was they bring up Yuga Khan and don't really explain the, the, the relationship no. between everybody. No. Uh, no. And, and, you know, if you know what it is, that's something. But, I mean, John Stewart has a reaction like you think he just heard that fucking – Freddy Krueger has come riding in on Jason Voorhees' shoulders or something. With the wolf man. There's not even a caption to say, read blah, 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 to find well, out. Well, I'm saying, in this arc, we did have a description of Yuga Khan and this whole thing about the whole, you know, mythology about him wanting to kill his kids and shit like that. Yeah, but it was, very, it was very quick. It was but very reaction, quick. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't it, understand why the golems initially have to go and kill all the new gods why didn't they just go to try to free Yuga Khan and like keep it on the down Well, and, and, and that's the down, problem. Is as when you're saying that, it it makes complete sense because I'm saying you make sense, Eric, for once in your life. Oh. Because yeah. really, the only reason that they really go to the source wall and things like that is because they're on high alert of what's going on, and then that's what leads them to there. They could have kind of slipped in and kind of just tried to get him out of the source wall yeah, undercover. They wanted to surprise their daddy, you know what I mean? They wanted to, you know, make it all nice and neat, kill all the new well, guys. Well, here, yeah. Well, that's that's what's weird, too, is they're going to kill all... That seems to be what Yuga Khan, that's his thing. That's yeah. all he's got. When he that's shows true. up, he's going to want to kill them. Now he's going to be like, pissed. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, Yuga Khan's been hard at work all day. He's going to come home to a freaking, you know, his family, his wife's prepared a meal, and he gets home, and his kids ate all the goddamn they food. They all ate it. Or, you know, me and Reggie get invited to a, uh, you know, a rap recording session. We're all excited. Right. We get there wow. and we find out that the album was fucking recorded three weeks ago. We They just wanted us to come there and there we go. A rap that's session. That sounds like something that actually happened, though, to be honest. <laughs> a rap session. I a rap session. Oh, okay. Rap you want to come session. down to the rap session? You want to come uh, on down to the rap session? I'm like, yeah. And then when we show up, we actually are going to go talk to a 58-year-old guy who wants to rap with the younger yeah, kids. Me, me and Reggie. Like, hey, <laughs> he turns the Let chair me around. That means, yeah, that means that he's cool. He turns the chair around. He's ready to talk face to face with you know That's me right. and Reggie, the young guys. Rap sessions aside, though, another faux pas of this issue, though, they had to try to force this whole goddamn metal connection when the arc yeah. started. Now the metal doesn't mean shit at all. No, it no, doesn't mean it, anything. It really, they really let drop the ball on it, and they shouldn't have even gone down that road. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh. It doesn't doesn't add anything to the story at all. Whether there's well, and, and also any because of the five crazy metals, uh, yeah, no, or and Eric wasn't Eric wasn't around last time that we talked too. And all it seems that last issue of this, and he has read it, but he, you know, you only had that forced thing with Hal and his ghost father, ghost dad, ghost daddy, oh ghost daddy was there. They only had that so that Hal can be like, hey, I know how fathers are, <laughs> fathers oh, and father. sons. You're a That's good it. One, it man. You it was a whole. Issue of setup for nothing. I mean, this whole and really by the end of this issue, you realize that this whole arc is nothing. This is just it. Is it a placeholder? Four issues. At least they didn't stretch this out. You know, to still four issues that meant nothing. This could have been one issue. This this is a one issue story. If if it's even worth saying that much. I also hated, by the way, the fact that the golems the golems basically had an off switch. They, yeah, like, in the end, you just right in the, right in, in, the in their chest, chest plate. Like, yeah, really, it's right in the Why chest plate. Why did you try to shoot him in the chest to begin with, motherfucker? Yeah. Oh, the thing yeah. is, the whole thing when it starts out when Hound arrives and the Omega beams are chasing him and High Father, I thought the Omega beams are what killed the guns because that me made too. sense to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that would have been interesting. Be like, all right, we got to make them fire, 
right? And, and then, then kind of yeah, going, be yeah. Around. I'm like, all right, well, that's that's a little difficult then. But no, it turned out to be just and the bro- biggest throwing problem shit in the chest. The yep, biggest in the problem chest. that they faced in this after they realized, holy shit, they have a fucking open chest. We need to hit their energy source, which we all saw. The biggest problem they faced was when that last golem came out of nowhere and he had his hand covering his chest. How are we going to get past that? God I was it. coughing and then I was laughing. It's nonsense. That's all it is. That's the big foil is that, oh, my God, he's got his hand over his chest. Now, in the meantime, and really, there's not much else to you, talk you know about. You get that a part. one-armed Polish golem to uncover the energy source in his chest? Wave, Wave to him. Is that is that right? Wait. <laughs> yes, it is. That's my right. joke. Show that's him a Playboy. That's the joke. That's the joke. Uh, but then the other thing is is that you did still have Orion there. But it's funny too because Orion has been he has that uh, you know the construct heart that uh, Kyle Rayner has made to keep him because if they put the heart back into him, the golems will sense he's alive and go. But after this, it doesn't. It, there's nothing to it because the golems seem to be taken care of, take so care it doesn't of. even put matter. In, slap it doesn't matter. Together. All right, go take That's a nap, Kyle. You did good, yeah. kid. Yeah, and then Kyle passes out. He's the hero, and then you have Orion. You know, get up, and his dad's like, "You look well," and he's like, "Hey, thanks a lot. Uh, where do we go from here? Uh, let's go." And then you have Orion. You did good, Kyle. I'm in your debt. Uh, what? Hey, like, hey, what Reggie. happened? It's such a weird remember, ending. What? Reggie, remember when they used to have the 24-hour charge on their rings? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. That what, went what away a that? long time no, ago. That's, oh, that's so gone now. Willpower spiking. Like, what did yep. these motherfuckers have to it's charge their rings? They never have to charge them. And yeah, they, really. They're constantly going above 100%. It's like, and that's what's there, funny there about this. There is no more than 100%. No, that's what I said. It, it's like that whole thing in The Simpsons. Like, are you going to give 110%? We cannot. You can only give 100%. The, the thing about this is, and you say this, it's funny. Because if this would have been years ago, the whole concept of the issue would have turned on its head where they would have to deal with these golems before the charge runs out sudden, instead of 20, this it's like a 24 yeah. episode you've got a then, goddamn clock and, that's and you'd down. actually you have, have some tension go against the way yep. they go now it seems to be in it it has been since you know even when this book even started uh with Tomar 2 and all that stuff because even then he was ch- he had to stay awake so everything now is based on can he stay awake oh my god he can't eat i don't even know why he can't eat cuz like, he doesn't have any nutrients really he's just concentrating I mean, I'm, with it i'm willing to accept that while on mogo yeah there's a con- there's a constant charge for their ring okay Say it. Say it, though. That's never been said. Yeah, that's what you have to say. But I I can accept that much. But, you know, all that's irrelevant because these guys just use their wing willy-nilly. They're they're dumping out 110, 115, 150 plus percent. It's spiking. Bullshit. It's, it's, there is no, like, uh. No, really there's no more. Defeat them at this point. Yeah, yeah no, no hubris, because it, before it's 100%, that meant that you could go the 24 hours. Now, 140% means you can hit harder. And, and yeah. me, me and Eric have discussed this over and over. It drives us nuts because a ring at 200% does not mean you hit harder. No, you it doesn't. A battery, good for you. Yeah, 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 that's all it is. It means that your charge should last longer. Still doesn't make sense. It really, is, it really is a total twist of what I liked so much about the rings, which is 
using them for clever, you know, ways to solve yeah. problems. Now there's there you go of things and making guns all the time. And then people yeah. people also, you know, writers can go the opposite way and then the next thing you know it's always brought up as false tension. Oh my god, my ring it doesn't have charge, but if you get it in the right hands you can do it both ways. You know, you can make a good story they out of it. a thing where, where the lanterns could store their lanterns in a pocket dimension. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So they could they essentially still, retrieve it just them comes at out. any time. Yeah, yeah and, it comes out. And, but they at least had to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, Yeah, so they if they're captured or something or in battle, like, yeah. But, uh, but they at least had to do that. They had to draw it out and they had to charge. And there would often be something to stop that from happening. And that's part of what makes fucking conflict in books That's yes. this is what we call stories folks and, oh. and this story right <laughs> now here, we have a golem holding his hand over his chest conflict. And, conflict and this whole thing with with this whole scene with john stewart was so hokey and forced with him putting together the sniper rifle and yeah. taking oh and it just goes on dream. and on yep nah, sniper string badass you know yeah. it like what the fuck am i reading you know what it baby <laughs> it's not yo jim tan laundry bro that's who we're you all got it brother what what would in you what did you give forgot, John yes. Stewart used to be he, yes. a soldier. Yeah, he's uh, a soldier and a sniper. Everything about is his military career at this point. Please, yeah. you no, know, it's like nonsense. That's if all you want to know. And that's I'm one thing I hate. Yeah. I don't like about this comic is the characters really are very one dimensional. Yeah, they are. You you want to you want to see how one dimensional right it is? Here, they're not doing shit. Go, go read The Lost Army and shit, and you'll hear all about Jon Stewart's oh, fucking, you know, days it. in the army, the fucking Marines or whatever. It was nonsense, but what would it? you I'm, give it, Reggie? That, uh, remember that Green Lantern Corps zero-year crossover? Yes. Where, where, where he was, like, right yeah. out of the Marines? Remember that yeah. shit? he was right out. <laughs> it was like a nonstop about the Marines, the Marines, the sacrifice. Yep. We hear you, John. Yes, we do. You would you give it, Reggie? Missed. Anyway, you get? Uh, this this was pretty disappointing, uh, but back to what I was saying, I think, to uh, Eric before the show, this Sandoval Tarragona Mori art team is yeah. really nothing to play yeah. around with, boy. I don't Man, know. I like the, book, the book looks great. The book looks I awesome. I mean, there is some scenes, and even some stupid scenes, like the golems exploding stupidly, they just look so good. A lot of these yep. fight scenes... Space looks awesome. I am just so sold on this art. And really for that reason, I think that's what kept me from giving this a fuck you five. Yep, uh, same here. It, you know, the, it's just the artist is really that good to me. Uh, so in the end, I had to go with a six out of ten. I'm going to go five eight. I'm going to go a little lower. Uh, the art's incredible. I, I really like the art. But when it's the art on a nonsense story that means nothing, that I, I'm telling you, this just seems as if they were like, okay, you know, around the time of Jack Kirby's birthday, 100th birthday, yeah, throw shit together and just have I it do it and whatever. Well, we got metal going on. Say something about yeah, metal. Yeah, say something about metal. metal it's so Kirby, thrown together. Da, 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 da. and Yeah, what is uh, the, you know, now Orion's in debt to Kyle Rayner. Well, when the I fuck mean, is that ever going to pop that's, up? That's what we left this with, and I'm sure that'll come up later if they were. Fuck if it does. I don't think it will. I hope it does. I, God, I really hope it does. Sheesh. Yeah. But this yeah, could have been he, one issue. He stay. Yeah, it could have been it, it, one issue. I'm telling you, it could have been three pages. If yes, yeah. <laughs> it's nonsense. It's all nonsense. So five eight. What would you give it there? Five point five out of ten. I really oh. enjoyed the art, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. But it, it's just the thing nonsense. is, I can't say I can't say that because that should be a much lower score if that's it. Because uh, there's got to be something I enjoy. No, I'm no, go you. lower. 
Just keep I, uh, going lower. I, I laughed We're going to play Limbo Review. Yet before the battle got started. That, yeah. that kind of made me giggle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like Reggie said, though, even that. even the, the, five out of ten. Even, <laughs> keep going. How low All can you go? How low can you go? When the, when a uh, guy's in it, he is he's so one-dimensional. I mean, he is just catchphrase and misery and, you know, it just, I'm a kick-ass guy and I did that, How I'm the one who did that. Eh, fucking nonsense. You know what, though? I will say there was a funny thing and it was all on me too. Thing, as I'm reading this issue, there was a thing where Jon Stewart just went through all his goddamn building his sniper rifle through different constructs. Nonsense! Like, stupid son of a bitch. Taking his shot and then at the end he's like, hit. So you like threaded the needle, big deal, my way was more boss. And then in my mind, there's a missing panel here where freaking John Stewart just gives him the dirtiest look. He's like, nah, we're both badasses. Don't worry about it, man. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it. I'm telling he you, the, soften up a little the way like, he's making me, the way he's making that gun like that was what me and Reggie left about last issue when Hal had the construct that involved <laughs> the rivets in the right. in the ship so that it could fall apart. It's nonsense. Just make a gun. It's a construct. You don't even have to make a gun, John. John can just, he can go bang, do a a finger bang, and and construct bullet. (laughs) He doesn't need to make a gun. These people in these books, I I don't understand. You know, you don't need to make a train. Just make a, you know, from now on, Hal, just make a big block of granite. And just hit well, people know, with it. A certain level of, you know, you know, the old school show, the boxing glover. Definitely Kyle Rayner was known to make a lot of. Well, I know. It even happened in Green Lanterns. Yeah. Kyle when he came out. Yeah, yeah, but this, yeah. But this, this stuff where it's like, yeah, okay, the only thing Hal and John ever make are guns and planes. Yeah. Hal makes all the planes. Guy Gnarda just wobbles people with the big hammers. Yeah. Why oh, I want the next so time. I want the next time that you see Guy, he wants a baseball bat, he, he makes a construct of a tree, then he makes a lathe, and he's sitting there, you know, he's whittling it down, he fucking marks Wonder Boy on it, then he hits him, That's by the then the, the fucking battle's over. A construct lightning bolt, hit that construct yeah, tree, where that, then he, he gets that, that. It's like an eight-step process to make a goddamn fucking baseball bat. Fucking nonsense. Oh, yeah, yay. What is the next book, Wonder Reggie? Guy. What's the next book? You want the next one, huh? Is Suicide Squad number 26, written by Rob Williams, art by Stepan Sejic. If you go to Gotham City today, you're sure of a big surprise. Boop. If you go to Gotham City today, you're going to doubt your eyes. Because there's a mountain over the town, the baddies are mean and colder. Because today's the day that the Suicide Squad have their metal crossover. Yes. Yeah, here we go. I I hated this issue. <laughs> I now, tell you right away. Now, uh, I, I've seen a lot of talk in the sl- in the Slack from you and others, and what it seems to bother you guys, and it's warranted, is that it just adds more confusion to metal. Yeah, and yeah. it really is. It's just a placeholder for you know, not no real progression in either. No. You know, I guess we don't. I don't even understand the rules. Change here, and it just this one's nonsense. They I, seem I to be don't. But but if I take this away from metal, this was a mediocre suicide squad suicide it, squad yeah. issue for the sheer fact that he didn't have to write for every character the whole fucking time. And that is true. Around doing that, nothing uh, but still, time. even so, you're gonna have to have a different. Well, the art's great. Stepan Sedgwick's art is great. That, that definitely kicks it up a notch. Yeah. I love the way the coloring was very muted and uh, hot. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I like it. I felt like a fucking. They were in a cauldron the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also liked. Poison Ivy 
being murderous for my own sadistic reasons. Yes, so, you yeah. like that, of course. But <laughs> yet, even that now, didn't does, make does any the sense. The magic wishing card that the Batman who asks hands out, does that mentally control you or make now you Now it seems now? like it does. Now it does. This is what I'm saying. This is where it, it drives me nuts here because it completely changes all the rules that we saw before. And why then – why do you need – to even give these cards out if that's what you're doing you, you're trying to make it seem like the batman who left is you know hey mr freeze do this okay i'm gonna do this well if you're controlling him just control him and make him well, do I mean, whatever I mean, because Jimmy, it, he's trying to promote himself you know he wants to well, his, you know he wants to get his number out there so. yeah well he does but here's take, the other thing though card, is you know give me a referral if this is how if we go by it, this issue where you do see that poison ivy has been controlled it looks like she's under control whatever now i think that the batman who left is a big fucking joke because why can't he come up with better ideas than what they end well, up in this? Nothing. Starfire's controlled. I mean, she's, she's controlling yeah. heroes too. The whole Titans yeah. are controlled. And then the well, heroes no. come to to fight the the poison ivy. Because <laughs> it makes sense. The, the whole why thing does Starfire is nonsense. Come down and start attacking poison ivy. That's what I'm saying. The why if they're both the being problem. controlled? We we don't know. The, everything is is. T- thrown up in the air and fucking never lands where it's supposed to because you have Starfire show up and now you have two people who are supposed to be on the same team. It's fucking stupid. It's stupid. These are are fucking nonsense. I'm telling everybody right now, when Scott Snyder came out and said, listen, you don't need to read, and he was getting flack, I'm sure. Oh, look at you. You always make, it's not him. It's DC thinking, Scott Snyder's writing something. All right, let's get these crossovers going. And he came out and, and announce to everyone, you don't need to read anything but the main book. If you said, don't want to do that. same thing about every Batman. Yeah, he does. But again, event. because it it's true. always it true. true. Yeah, this it's is always, really it's true. true. There's always All these events are always going to have the side fucking book. Oh, yeah. And these are... And, and the thing with it is you also have these one-shots with the Dark Knights. God, I, I'm not exactly the, you know, trumpeting those as being the best issues ever. They are way above the shit that you're getting here. This is forced into these books. Like you said, it's okay because you do get somewhat of a decent uh, story of a Suicide Squad deal, but that also shows how much we haven't been enjoying the Suicide Squad either. You have Green Arrow in here. The only... My mic went. No, my fucking thing went. The, The only reason you have Green Arrow here is because you have his crossover book next week. Th- yeah, that's well, the only he's reason. Part of this crew. That's the yeah, thing. I'm he's saying, though, he cool. does nothing in this issue at all. Everyone is only there so that you can have one more crossover book. And it's just – it's terrible. But tell me about it because uh, now I'm getting angry. Well, so Amanda Waller wants to send I, – I, I, I forget why it's just the two of them. Just uh... – you know, she sends the entire Suicide Squad in, I thought, but the rest of the Suicide Squad hung back while freaking Yeah, Croc they hung and, uh, back. And Harley went in in the original Teen Titans. And then they got, and then yeah, and the Teen Titans in there. Teen Titans. That's why I was yep. kind of forgetting exactly what the hell happened. Yeah, and they got uh, possessed. It, it starts with an off, awesome splash page where they're in the fucking crazy bus taking down the, uh, I don't know, evil Nosferatu Batman. And yeah. that, at, at one point, Oscar. I thought somehow we went from the Mr. Freeze ring to the Man Bat ring, and yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Then we moved into the Poison Ivy. I don't understand what these rings are. Like, in my mind, initially, when we were told that they are rings, I thought it was like, like you know, 
bigger rings that extended out beyond the freaking mountain. So like that's what you thought. Their own that's what they were supposed I never really to be. Thought about how you got in or out of these things, how you got to the next ring or anything. Well, like if, that. You, if you Sorry, remember, I thought, was, I thought it was like the Minotaur's labyrinth, like it's all concentric circles going into. A it maze seemed like that, set. but at one point in the Teen Titans, they just walked out and went right into the Winter Wonderland. There was no yeah. nothing. They saw Dick running from the shadows, and he's getting chased by ice monsters. Here, all I of think, a sudden, it's like I fucking Mad Max. The Usher is watching they can yes. they might be able to do that That's he how might works. i do like uh like you said the art i do love uh croc how he smushed into that fucking uh the the school bus made me laugh yeah uh, and the art is they, really they good. always mess with him and croc has a nice armor going on i mean you know stefan sedgick i don't know where the guy this guy got time Cranking yeah. out the aqua, oh, yeah. he's got this. Didn't he just do another thing too that we saw? Yeah, uh, yeah, he did something. He did a, another book that he showed up on. I I can't remember offhand. Uh, I love his expressions with Harley. They're really, yeah. really good. I mean, everything here. I don't know if it's one of those like he has a secret that he does something really quick because it's so detailed and everything else. It's really good. The only thing that I said I to think Eric a lot of before it is in the coloring, you know, yeah. If, if you yeah. if you look at the line work, if you really if you really examine it. A lot of times it can be a little scratchy, but yeah. he goes in so really good on the colors that it just m- yeah. builds everything out nicely. Yeah, and I, I said to Eric, the only thing that I have a problem with is some of the panels are a little uh, crowded. They, You know, he has these thin panels at points where even like the one where uh, you have Green Arrow there and you, you only get his face and a little of his chest. It, it, sometimes they seem a little crowded to me, but it Why does look great. Why did his hair grow in the freaking army of No, at least I see that Damien didn't grow horns. Dark it's his mask. Bro. That's but yeah, they is. go in and this is where we knew. We knew that they were going to go against poison ivy where you have this idea you know you have a problem here because poison ivy and harley are best friends with benefits and she goes down and yeah and and poison ivy does not seem to care she's being possessed uh but i guess that they don't want to have poison ivy fully fight harley and their team and they don't want to make again if you have a certain group out there that loves poison ivy you can Mm -hmm. go out of this i don't know why they would lose their shit over this because she's obviously being possessed and then at the end it turns around that they basically she doesn't really do anything you know it ends up being pretty you know nothing with her She threatens to feed everyone to her mating plants which look awesome by the way these giant like audrey's or whatever from uh, little shop of horrors twos Audrey yeah. twos, or maybe they're actually three and four if you think about it. There you but go. uh it's uh you know, I, I think that in the end, Poison Ivy leaves with her dignity intact if, if yeah. such a thing can be. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Important. But yeah, then you have the Teen Titans, the rest of the Suicide Squad show up and start fighting them and then Dick I mean, starts getting visions. <laughs> they just threw these fucking guys in. You know it's what I mean? Like at this nothing. point it's just like, Oh yeah, well, Here's yeah, all your friends. and it's oh, weird, too, because people. you have that. This book is getting – this crossover deal is getting the entire – these books, they're getting very crowded. Like we, we end it next issue. Next week we end it with Green Arrow. But, boy, right. it needs to end. It's about to Which explode. Which is crazy because I really thought that Batgirl was a part of Gotham Resistance at one yeah, point. Yeah, no, no. So you got no. this, and they end up, and then you get the Mad Hatter involved. But Dick is seeing visions. He thinks that you know he's seen that Batman is dead. Uh, he tells that to Damien, which is pretty much, you know, that's the big part of this issue. I thought, you know, it was a little, I didn't have any emotions uh, no. whatsoever because what we have seen or, you know, we know Batman's not dead. Uh, you know, we know he isn't. So doing this, it's not going to make me upset. This uh, is and, pretty much, though, from Mad Hatter's part, 
up to the end and where you're talking about, yeah. the art really just fucking takes off. Yeah, it's, the, the it's whole great. composition just go, takes but off. But even though, well, what's, what's Mad Hatter doing? He's just sitting around. Having a tea I, party. Know. I know, but it's wish. just... She had a tea that, party, and for some reason, though, while I love the freaking the Stepin' Cedric's art, he looks like the Riddler from the War of Jokes and Riddles here. Yeah, he does, but really, if that's his wish, who gave... He's supposed to have a card. He doesn't do anything, though. This is nonsense, because he doesn't even seem to have a full-out ring, uh, it just kind of blends into that, and then he's there just know. to I have think it. They might have gone into a new ring. I couldn't tell you. Y- I you don't, don't know. Before. You don't know, and he doesn't even really say much, and it's Dark just nothing. Just yeah, go. and that's where, like I said, Dick through that you know the knife blade cut, he ends up. Uh, having visions he thinks Batman's dead. In the meantime, Harley is using her detective skills to say, you know what, this craziness that's going on, this is a lot like Mr. J. It's a lot like J- It just keeps going on and on. I'm sitting there, I'm like, we get it. It's the jo- it's the Batman yeah. who laughs. We know Batman that this is Joker, a Batman know Joker, a, you know, a I can imagine, though, with her seeing everything that I've seen so far through all these different, like, you know, Gotham Resistance times, like, hey, everybody, do you remember when Mr. J had Mixoplex powers? You remember yeah, that? Yeah. You did crazy stuff like this. Uh, Ms. Yes, no. like yeah. Shut yes. your mouth. I'll tell yeah. how I want to But even talk. so, it's just, it's nonsense. It's just nonsense. And then we find out as they're about to get killed by Tweedledee so and Tweedledum, uh, they get oh, zapped. Mr. Terrific. And it looks like possibly the you ball that they've like been that? chasing was a T-sphere. That's what me and Eric are going with because they've yeah, been chasing this, this ball. It's been a T-sphere the whole time, definitely. But it never had a T on it. Doesn't have a T on it. These don't either. And They're he comes unbranded. out. That's okay. He comes out and he's like, hey, we may mean going deeper into the rabbit hole. The name's Mr. Terrific. We're going to bring fair play oh, wait, back no, to this city. Mr. Terrific. Yeah, it's just nonsense. And they're I like, am no, happy that's that crazy. Cl- After reading the Mr. Terrific freaking uh, the trade, the first trade for the New 52 review. Yeah. I am Ooh. happy, though, that we have a more classic Mr. Terrific look. Yeah, I, yeah I we do have a fair back. play yeah. jacket. Yes. I yes. just want to know what that, like, we've been chasing these T-spheres the whole time, and nobody knew it was a T-sphere? Yeah, and nobody knew it was a T-sphere. Plus, if that is the fact that we do think it is, he's gathered the cards with him, he's yeah. done this. Why didn't he help them before? They needed help throughout this whole bunch of things. Now he decides he to help them. He, he had T-spheres. They were there. The, he was all he t-spheres. kept doing, he waited until the T-spheres seemed to be hovering around waiting for that card to be dropped so he could swoop and grab it and leave. I'd be and so pissed. Again, the T-spheres are somehow connected to the metal because it seemed that like whenever that ball would be around, like I, maybe I'm thinking about it differently. It's the closer to getting the challengers mountain that freaking dick band. Like, for some reason, at one point, I took it as the ball was actually making him have these visions. As he yeah, got no, it just seems like it's but just, it is just a, challenges, the, mountain. But now I, I this whole reveal to have these this T spheres like have a goddamn T on it or something to get us to, like you know maybe on the trolley going forward yeah. to have this big reveal. It's just all right, Mister Terrific's here. I just I just want to I just want to remind yeah. people though. I been, also, we ended up we ended up having Challengers Mountain show up in Gotham, and the Justice League went to it. And they they went inside it, and they got things out of it and left. Now, all of a sudden, 
what happened from that point till around. now that it has rings and it seems like it's you know the Batman the who Batman laughs who has laughs to keep him away. Up. That's what happened. Yeah, but why? Why this? Like we've already seen them go in. The Justice League went in. Flash opened the door. They, they, all this stuff, and now it's just out of nowhere. Never explained anything about like you know any of that. It's just nonsense. It's compl- It's like the uh, suicide or the uh, the Revenge Squad using the Batcave on the moon. It just doesn't make sense. I just these things are worthless. They're, they're just nonsense. I did. It doesn't. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you right now. I love the art. The art's incredible. Stephen Sedgwick, he's he's incredible. I I don't want to yeah. get Greg Capullo mad, but he is incredible. I won't give this a fuck you five, but I'm telling you, I'm not giving it anything above a five either. You'll well, see. Now, but what do you well, give it, Reggie? Now, my, my take on it was that as a metal crossover, it is pretty much a bunch of bullshit. They do keep switching stuff around. But if we take it away from metal and try to look at it in its own merits, even though a lot of it still doesn't make sense, like why the fuck are they hanging out with Green Arrow and uh, Nightwing and such, uh, it's not the worst. It's not great. It's just sort of a mediocre story, and you it had the talking. opportunity for Croc to sacrifice himself. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. something. Uh, I did like that that bit of poison ivy thing. Plus, the art's got to take it above the crap thing. In the end, I gave this a seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah, you, you're nonsense. Uh, what happened to poison? What happened to poison ivy? She went to bed. Yeah. What happened to the she Suicide Squad? What happened to the Teen Titans? I'm telling you, nothing is resolved. They're just there, and then they're not. You have Croc. I'll stay back. I'll do this. You know, you go ahead. Okay. You're going to fight them all. That's what we're going to do. And now the rest of them just walk, you know, forward to go to Mad Hatter for two seconds, get some visions, and then Mr. Terrific shows up. It's fucking nonsense. Uh, Eric, you go first. I want to hear what you give. 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going 3. I hated it. I think it's fucking nonsense. And and five of that three is the art. This story's negative two. It's fucking ridiculous and makes no goddamn sense. At first, at least we had a concept of this has gone completely off the rails. You're just throwing shit at at everyone. Oh, Poison Ivy, that sounds great. Have her with these cards. Now she's possessed. She's there, She's but she won't kill him. Then she's going to fight Starfire, who should be on the same team because they seem to be possessed by the same people, and they go fight, but nothing's resolved. Then you have Croc do something off-panel. You know, he's going to sacrifice himself off panel we know he's it not going to die like so what happened very confused by the dark multiple. two out, two out of nothing so confused by the dark i give it a two out of seven just sitting there why wouldn't he and he's just sitting he's there too. yeah what, what is, out. now here's the thing you know what at least he to me is doing what he wants they yeah. give him a card he's gonna have a tea party he what doesn't care what the fuck does he care then you have that whole thing you have this fucking, you have the dark fucking universe robin shows up to fucking spout nonsense it's just this is garbage i just i i wish that i could say i'm done with these but i gotta fucking read and review green arrow next <laughs> week i just want to be done all and this the does dark is multiverse robin he grows claws and yeah, yeah what's truth. going on this is i need to just get back to the metal book and get this goddamn nonsense out of here it's a fucking ripoff anybody who's reading your books don't you know you're a, a suicide squad you have it on the pull list take it the fuck back get your money back you don't need this it, it's just yes. garbage it's garbage 
What's next? I, I know now next is garbage because me and Reggie actually had a duet plan uh, for this, and I couldn't do it. So, so we oh, don't sorry, have a song. Do the duet. No, I couldn't do the duet, so it's done. Solo, I guess. No, just whatever you want to do. I'm so angry <laughs> right now. I'm fucking. I'm it gonna. Is. I'm tuning it's out. Be it's Batgirl yes. number 15, written by Hope Larson, art by Chris Wildgoose, Jose Marzan Jr., and Matt Lopez. Summer loving had me a taste. Summer loving, I got help on a case. Met a girl up on a Gotham roof. Met a boy who was such a cute goof. Summer days drifting away. Ah, into Gotham nights. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, uh. Tell me more, tell me more. Did you cop a good feel? Tell me more, tell me more. You ride in the Batmobile. Da 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 da. She was buzzing over some quirky clues. He was bugging like some young jerky dude. I could tell she liked my costume a lot. I was thinking about those drug nanobots. <laughs> Summer fun. <laughs> Something's <laughs> begun. But uh oh, the host got some nights. Oh well, oh well, oh well, oh. Uh, uh. Tell me more, tell me more. Was he a hero or what? Tell me more, tell me more. Did she have a nice butt? <laughs> it turned colder. That's where this concludes. I had enough of her being a prude. He told me that he needed his space. I might call her if I tackle Clayface. Summer dreams ripped at the seams. But oh, those Gotham nights. See, I'll help you at the end. I was desperately trying to find the lyrics. Help me at the end. I was trying to find the lyrics. I I, I kept pulling up the wrong things. I was going to jump in and surprise you. We were going to record it. I I fucking tried like three times and I fucking hated it. My voice. My voice was was cracking. You were just, you were just, your your blood was too angry enough today, I think. It was. I'm not in a good, I'm not in a good mood at all. Uh, Yes. So that's why it was extended. It up that I just shredded my voice. Yes. How about, uh, what was the, uh, you know what the line was? It was, uh, do you ride in the Batmobile? <laughs> Whatever it was. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get that one good, so I, I, I gave up. I bailed. It's 100% or nothing with me. I'm not going to be a fool. I don't want to be laughed at. That's what happens. But, uh, yeah, th- this is an issue. <laughs> I'm not as angry. I'm not as angry about this because I don't expect much from this anymore. That, that basically well, because it's if, a lot of nonsense. Just accept the fact now that Barbara Gordon is a dumbass. Yeah, that's basically. And anybody this and anybody who enters her book, issue. she has an aura of her of stupidity. That that is her superpower. Her superpower yeah. is stupidity and turns everyone around her into a goddamn moron. That's what happens. What the fuck is going on, basically? Nope. Nope. But one thing I did like, and which actually took up a lot of the issue, was the flashback stuff. I, I liked that, that okay. uh, more than the modern story. I was I was 
I wasn't thrilled with it, but I was. All like, I, I know was is I'd after watch the story, Young Robin and Batgirl. Well, if you like uh, Batgirl and Nightwing not being murderers, uh, this is not the story for you. Because, uh, you know, somebody gets murdered, and me and Eric talked about it when we get to it. I don't know if you can call the tech the murderer or Batgirl, but everybody in that room is a murderer. But, yeah, I don't even know what to even talk about in this because it's just, it's just nonsense. You have that Red Queen still being thrown out there. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, but even so, you have the, you know, the Mad Hatter, he's having some problems. He's, you know, at one point you have to have the defibrillation of freaking, you know, the defibrillator yeah. with Nightwing. And I'll tell you, I have said that Wild Goose, our man Wild Goose, uh, was a, a good fit for this book. And I still think he is. He's not yeah. for Nightwing. Nightwing, uh, Nightwing must no, weigh 60 pounds in this. Like I'm telling you, he's the skinniest the Nightwing face, I've like ever seen. Yeah, well, tell us what happens. Yeah, let's get. Let's well, uh, so Mad Hat is talking about that Red Queen. Uh, I don't know why. I guess you. I guess we'd assume that Robin could use a defibrillator, right? He was an EMT in at least a past continuity, a long, long time. I'm, I'm oh. sure that freaking Batman has trained him for taught, all these things. Would have taught him how to uh, jog a heart back. Yeah. Uh, Barbara runs out to find He's that. Watch uh, TV, Reggie. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I don't know if I would just apply a defibrillator to someone's chest. I would. You would, but that's you know you're a horrible person. Yes, but it's all you, in the name of saving lives, Reggie. Yes. Whether I succeed or not, I tried. Would you yes. also shoot a taser into the heart of a person having a heart attack? I would possibly. If I, I only, would. If I only had a taser, maybe. Wow, that'd be interesting. That would be. Um, and and you were actually trained to save lives. That, <laughs> yes, that's the yes, scariest part about it. He can't see. You you see him. He's there at the scene. He's got a taser, and he's shooting it into a fucking watermelon. Yeah. He has no idea it's not a person. It, it's there. It's a goddamn scarecrow that, that's on somebody's porch. He's there. Like, I don't live, have a pulse. <laughs> I will never let go. Go. Live, damn it. He's there, and it, it it's a trash can. That's what he's trying to bring back to life. That's what you get, but keep going. So anyway, so the doctor out in the uh, whatever doctor lobby area is all freaking out. Superhuman abilities. The Red yeah. Queen's got got the, uh, you know, doctor all doing flips and trips and blah, blah, blah. They fight with uh, fucking. The doctor uh, is now the Red Knight working for the Red Queen. And yeah, the thing yeah. is, while I was really into this like whole story last issue, the whole idea of going back and forth to like, you know, something that Dick and Barbara did that yeah. they kept a secret that's coming back to haunt him now. I thought the whole concept was great. Jumping into this, though, where we had this freaking nurse doctor. Oh, it's a doctor lady. Doctor, yeah. She's the Red Knight with superhuman strength. I'm like, I don't know anything about the Red no. Queen or what you're getting at now, so none of this means anything to me at this point. She's insensitive I mean, to pain. got to be related to this, to this friend of theirs. You know, to Ainsley, the, yes. Her. Yeah, Ainsley. Or it will be. Close to now, be now like, you have people have captured her and taken her technology. Yeah, you have the Red Knight. So since the Red Knight is in Batgirl's vicinity, she decides to use lights as weapons, and they shatter and go in her face because that's a yeah. stupid thing to do. It that's really because she's that's what I'm saying. the fluorescent bulbs as fucking yeah. boat staff. It's, it's like, the, the stupidest thing ever. I used ever. to play lightsabers with them too when I was a no, kid. No, what you do is when you're working as an adult. You like to grab those and throw them into the trash can yes. and watch them, you know, explode and you have a giggle yeah, and whatever. Yes, like and maybe you get another life. guy who works with you at the cardboard box factory. Maybe then above there you can have a little sword fight going on, right. but you're not going to use them as 
weapons. It's just, it doesn't work that way. And it's just complete and utter nonsense. But then you have uh, Jessa gets introduced. And it's like everything in this issue is just to force to the next scene. And nothing is even, you know, it's stupid. You know what scene they're forcing to... Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, smooching. But I do like, you know, then you go and there they are. They're looking at that party that they think is, you know, a drug party back in, you know, the flashback. And they're there and they have to kind of go down and, and go really into the party. It's really a hallucinogenic nanobot party. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's, that's what all. it is. And I like it, too, because they're like, I don't know. Because they go and they go through this window and end up putting whoever's having the party, their parents, they put on their clothes. I guess that their parents are in good shape because, you know, they, they can fit. They go in and it's basically like, notice anything weird? No beer. Like, okay, so that, that must mean it's a full out 100% drug party. You know, those 100% drug parties. Yeah, 100% <laughs> drug party. Like, There's nobody no has Somebody anything else. Brought a shit ton of drugs. Well, I'm saying yeah, this is real. spelled out that if it is that other type of party, you would never bring beer to this. It's almost like it's like, huh, we don't need that beer. It's just nonsense. It's so ridiculous. It's, like, as I recall. The drugs and the drinking actually went hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, they, they usually never, they go hand really, in hand. Like separate. No, I'm yeah. saying they weren't separated, but if there was not one or the other, you better have the other. Yeah, it's, it's just nonsense, though, when he's like, you, you see, you notice, there's no alcohol here. You know, maybe, and then they almost get the idea that they think it's a regular part, like, oh, you know what, we were wrong. There's nothing bad going on here, and then all of a sudden everybody sees things in the air, and the one guy freaks out and runs out. The jock. He can't take right. it. He runs out. He's all upset. But it's just, well, he, it's, you know, he's too simple minded. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's I mean, complete really, nonsense. No. But I do There's like the very idea that the jock would take hallucinogens. <laughs> Preposterous. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. The, the walls are breathing. Uh, Deal no, with it. Calm no, down. Yeah, and he freaks out. But then in the in the present there, later at the General Hospital, Gotham General Hospital, again, that's one of my favorite panels to me. I don't even know if I'm looking at it right, but it's just Robin's talking to a doctor, and then he walks away, and as he's walking away, Barbara just comes out of a rope from the sky. <laughs> She just, all of a sudden, she's going down a rope in the sky. And then, yeah, why not? Where, where did she come from? There might be a hot air balloon up there. He's, he's walking down, down the yeah. sidewalk, and she comes down from the sky. And then he's like, hey, did, did you find out anything? She's like, yeah, I found out how to hover on this magic fucking rope. I, I'm waiting for Robin to pull out a goddamn flute, and it's a goddamn snake rope or so it's just nonsense but this is where they're like hey there was no alcohol there's nothing nothing came back so the whole deal is these kids and everything go nuts all these people getting hurt sample from jock boys yeah jock boy fuck the guy just had a psychotic break could you you not like lay (laughs) off him for a minute no no he got a sample from him and then they're gonna hey he's like I'm going to analyze it, uh, you know, back at the back cave. And then Barbara's like, okay, oh, my alarm. I got to get home. I have to go to bed. Will you call me with the results? Yeah, I will, he says. Ay, ay, ay. It, it's just, it's not good. It really isn't good. And that's just where We're you said. a good time. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, when she's coming down from the sky, I I loved it. But then in the here and now, you go and they figure out that this doctor, they want to do an MRI because they, you know, she's 70% nanobot. So, yeah, yeah, got it. This whole thing thing is silly (laughs) because they they think they can, like, 
isolate the nanobots are going to look at them and just put her in MRI, but they don't realize, yeah, she's 70% and therefore she yeah. fries in the yeah, MRI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither of them, Mike. You could, work, just ridiculous. Frankly. Just ridiculous. But, like, why are you Why are you forcibly putting people in MRIs? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Don't you have scanners galore? You work for Batman, for God fucking sakes. Not only that, but you already know what's wrong with her. They already spelled it out pretty much. The nanobots. What do you need? A picture of them? But by doing it, they destroy all of them, and now he feels really badly. He murdered. Yeah, she's murdered. You want to say it's the tech? I want to say it's it's his. But here's what happens. This is what doesn't make sense. They take her to the MRI. They have a tech there, and they're like, hey, okay, are you sure about this? And, and Dick's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? This will deactivate the MRIs. All of a sudden, the machine starts going. They don't even have her fully in the machine yet. It starts going. They look. This tech is busy typing shit and start at the machine. Dick yells, what are you doing? Stop. And then she yells, you, you said this would help her. Another, again, in the vicinity of Batgirl, moron. And then Batgirl's like, well, in theory, but. What do you mean in theory, but? You have her halfway in the machine. And then, uh-oh, something's wrong. And the tech can't turn it off because now the system has locked her out. What oh, the fuck no. is going on? Like, this makes it seem that they th- they want us to think the Red Queen somehow is controlling this to get rid of the evidence. But the whole thing was set up because of the stupidity of Nightwing and Batgirl and this tech. So y- you yeah. can't tell me that this was a setup. To assume Come. they would even do that, to shove someone in an MRI to get a look at the nanobots. Yeah. Once you see that this Red Knight is vaporized and dead, I freaking be Batgirl and I'm like... Technician, what did you do? Yeah, really, because then she comes out and she's like, oh, my God, what happened? What do you mean what happened? You see, she's fucking charcoal now. She's gone. And, oh, no, we vaporize her, and they get the fuck out of there. I said that there's going to be repercussions. That woman is going to jail. She is a murderer. They're going to wonder where this patient is. Where's this doctor that is a yeah, doctor? It's not a patient, a fucking doctor. Yeah, it's a God doctor sake. that is a patient, but it was a doctor at the hospital. Nobody knows where she is now, and I said that. Eric, like now the the text like oh I didn't have anything to do with it well it's funny you you typed in your password here you started up the goddamn machine while you were working you're arrested you're done yeah, and they just walk away the body no, like we learned from flat like we learned from flash this week no evidence you oh there's evidence it. I'm telling you you can say that that charcoal there there's some DNA there that's not just nanobots there's thirty percent person there I'm telling you she's done. She is arrested, it's and it's like just Wickertown going nonsense. on here. I think nonsense, but yeah, they go and there's Dick. He's pissed. He's he's cursing and punching, punching walls. Punching a wall, Jack boy. Yep. Look at that. He's punching walls, and they're like, you know what? The Red Knight wasn't in control of herself anymore than those other two girls were, and and he's like, she was a victim. She needed our help. You're you're right. She did, and you just killed her. You killed her, and yeah, it doesn't matter if you say, hey, we didn't know this would happen. It doesn't matter to me. Still, yeah, but you done. still made a leap. Although Babs is trying to get him out by saying you weren't the one at the controls. Like they're already ready no. to pin it on this. That's other what I'm saying. They, she has already called her father. Her father's already on the way. That lady's in cuffs now. She's arrested. And then you know but what you usually the part do. That I've been waiting. Yeah. For. Well, this is what happens: is after killing somebody, the thing that really takes the edge off for me is making out, and that's what they oh, well, do. They kiss twice. Does make you really horny. I don't know if you. It ever does well, and it makes you horny. And uh, you know where this isn't realistic. It's the guy who says, "Hey, I, I need some space." No, yeah. no, <laughs> that doesn't happen. There's no way. And he's like, "I can't do this right now." 
now. And then she says, sorry, I wasn't thinking. She didn't mean the kiss. She meant this whole rebirth book is what she's apologizing <laughs> for. She's like, I don't know like, what you, I've you been can't doing. do this right now because you broke up with Defacer or because you fucked my friend Huntress? Yeah, yeah, really, because, yeah, he was having sex with Huntress as well. So which one is it? Uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. And then know, it gets but... super awkward between them, and then there's that final uh, bunch of flashbacks, really, where they would go back yeah. to Babs going to Ainsley, where she basically says straight out that she's making fucking hallucinogenic nanobots. Yeah, thing. I mean, this flashback. The, the, way the way they've been really pushing in this uh, issue about this song that freaking Babs so I started thinking, is there, like, somehow the connection is, like, the song is the psychedelic? Is When they play yeah. this song, somehow the nanobots are activated? Because it says these nanobots are freaking... Uh, chromesthesia and the ability to see sounds as color so much like, has anything to do with the song they keep but pushing my, my problem the body that bads keep singing my problem with this though is is that through this whole time she's trying to get a connection she's had the connection the whole time we have this eidetic memory that we keep getting forced in we get it here as well why didn't we could have avoided all this other shit yeah why didn't she remember this but it's just nonsense and yeah and even at the point where she is uh ainsley can't go to work so she's covering well that's what that's again and then gordon is a dummy but we love her anyway yeah well yeah just so like then I was a dummy, and my she parents just, loved me anyway. She has a eidetic memory, but she doesn't have a recall of it, it seems. It's like a weird combination. She has an eidetic memory, but has Alzheimer's with that. It's very upsetting. It's, it's she tragic. Probably, she probably needs to you know, clear her mind so she can hack a computer. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see that again. But yeah, yeah. she's there, and she's uh, filling in for Ainsley, who then shows up and then sees these dudes, the men in black. Uh, that yeah. are sitting there. They're so inconspicuous, it, all it dressed looks to in me black. Like a nihilist from freaking the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. That, so they're that sitting there. Some new wave shit. Like they're not just your standard look men in well, black. I like the fact that they're, yeah. Black, they're well, this warriors, is where so. Barbara's there, and Ainsley's like, "Oh my god, I can't. You know, I can't let these guys see me. Did you tell them where I was? Whatever." And she runs off, and that's where Barbara sees that and remembers then out of nowhere that it is Purotech is who they worked for at that point. So in the present, she gets. A hold of dick and or then actually it is still yeah. in the past gets a hold of dick and says hey you know let's go and see this but even then it it starts to get really you know we, know, back we never and come forth back to the present and, like in the last five it, i really think it was a yeah. crazy decision storytelling wise to spend so much time in flashback when i expect yeah. them to come back they still don't uh but i i end up liking that more than no i did the only thing i really liked is Purotech, they they love the classics because when they don't like somebody, they put her on the dartboard and throw darts at her. her so that yeah, yeah, it puts a picture of her on the dartboard so that Barbara can see. Oh my God, they don't like it. The noise they're throwing the darts. And Domino's was up there for years. That they, is they true. That <laughs> He's a rapist, I heard. But yeah, what did yeah. you give this, Reggie? What did you give this? Uh, I, like I just said, I really like the flashback scenes, almost to the point where I'm like, hey, you know, maybe a Batgirl and Robin book is something I'd rather maybe. see than what the hell we've been getting lately. And it would kind of explain maybe why that she's a little dopey, you know, and show her in her earlier adventures. Well, exactly. Of, Here I don't mind it because she's still naive at this whole superhero thing. Exactly. When we see it, that it's even worse, though, when she's an adult, it really no. gets annoying. She didn't learn. I know. It's the worst thing. Uh... uh Eh, this story really is kind of bland. Frankly, I went probably half a point too high, but I'm going to tell you what I gave it. It was a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 4.5. I hated it. I, I thought that Dick Grayson looked like he was uh, 12 years old in the present. 
Now, I'm not talking in the Robin yeah. costume, and then I and looks like he weighs 35 oh, pounds. Jowly. I hated that. I I still think that Wild Goose does a really good Batgirl, though. I I think yeah. that he draws her well, but just it's just nonsense. I said before I was starting to get into the concept of this book of being almost like a Harley, where it was the Batgirl verse, and we can go with it. This threw that all out for me. Everybody acts like a fucking moron. They actually killed somebody in this, and you can't get away by saying, oh, you didn't flip the switch, or, oh, she was bad, whatever. She no, was they, dead they already. Killed. 70% and then, no, doesn't matter, because I think that that's what all the rest of them are going to have. They're going to end up saving the rest of them uh, who have this. There's going to be others or that have these they nanobots. they committing a mass murder in Burnside. No, you all they know. have to do is you now they know. When they find other people, take them to the MRI. There you go. It's, it's the nanobot cyborg purge now. Yeah, it's just nonsense. And even to the fact where, yeah, you get these nanobots, and really, what does that mean? <laughs> it's just, it's just fucking nonsense. It made her strong, and she's jumping around, and she was kind of sick. But we don't get the concept of what's going on. It's just nonsense. So, yeah, four point five. I'm gonna give it that. Eric, I was really hyped for this whole arc when we had it, like when we started at last issue because my God, this seems kissy, different. I, he's the kissy, kissy. No, not the kissy, yeah, kissy. he wanted kissy, I didn't really kissy. Like the idea of Nightwing and this whole the whole shared secret between Nightwing and Batgirl. I'm like, all right, going back and forth. This is a really cool concept, and then they start throwing Mad Hatter stuff. I'm like, this could be really cool. This issue stopped the entire hype momentum that I had previously. And while the thing is, I still want to see where it goes because at this point, still, this is my favorite Batgirl arc that we've had. So it's saying a lot. I give it a five. I give it a five point three out of ten. For some reason, wow. also the art in this issue was not as strong as it was in the last issue, which I I remember liking. So I don't know what happened because Jim is right. Nightwing is so goddamn just, tiny. He looks. Just, like there are a couple other art problems too. A couple of weird angle. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just he's, he's, he he has a consistency problem, but I don't know I, what they're getting. I like at his background. I could never, I could never tank this book on his art, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Not, it's not so it's bad that it's nonsense, like, hard though. to look at. But yeah, it does have a consistency problem. But I think you just like the kissy, just, kissy, yeah. kissy. He likes the kissy, kissy, kissy. Well, we're gonna go off the mail, and then we'll be back with two more of your books, Reggie. Uh, in a sec. It is the best podcast a week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear. All the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear mail with Jim. Now, mail with Jim. And I've got a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. All right, Eric, we're back. Stop whispering in my ear. And <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to do it. Half the goddamn time song. I think I am losing my mind. When shit like that happens, I freaking yes. just. It, uh, it's bringing it to a head. Such a long way to go. You like that? <laughs> oh, mail section number four, Eric. Ah, the tales that these mail sections will tell, Eric. Well, Mad Marty is the first mail in mail section number four. He says, G'day, Jim, Eric, and those cool cats in the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop, whoop. What's up, Marty? Whoop, whoop. I apologize for not sending in an email over the last few weeks. A couple of disputes came up at my work, and it put me in a bad mood. That, that sounds bad. 
I don't even know what that means. You know, he, he's Disputes. Australian, Eric. I think dispute. you know, it's not as bad like, as you know, it might wrong sound. Talking to me just in general? That's, that's a, a dispute. dispute right there. I don't want it, it to says, happen. says, I'm, I'm in a great mood today due in part to my luck in having a good a number of good comics to read over the last few weeks. Oh, good. They're getting different comics down there. The biggest good. event that is lifting my spirits, however, is that I am sitting in my study on a Friday morning because it is a public holiday here in Victoria. Tomorrow is the Australian Football League Grand Finale. And a couple years ago, our premier gave us the preceding Friday off to make it a great long weekend event. Do you ever right. watch Australian Rules Football? I don't watch anything, man. Like, I Australian love rules it, football. Eric. I don't even know what that means. Is that At soccer? Points, it, no, no, no. It, it's like a combo. It's more of a rugby than a uh, soccer. But you you would love to see these refs. They dress in these white outfits and point places, Eric. Okay. That's all I can tell you. I ended up, when I first uh, got cable, uh, ESPN had Australian rules football and all the time, and I loved it. I actually really – I'm not joking. I really like watching it. I have no idea what's going on while I'm watching. I may know a little, but I have not watched it in a long, long time. I actually really enjoy it, though. But uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Sav uh, – I think it's Sav Rocco was the Eagles punter that was an Australian rules football or rugby player. I can't remember, but maybe somebody will tell me. Maybe somebody will just tell me I'm off my rocker. Maybe. This year, the Adelaide Crows will be playing against the Richmond Tigers at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, which holds about 100,000. People, Eric. That's a lot. I'm personally not that invested this year because my team, you know, the Me Western either. Bulldogs, didn't even make the finals, but I still get a paid day off. That's awesome. Now, that a lot of awesome. people keep pushing for that Monday after the Super Bowl to be a holiday because everybody takes off anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, I'm telling you, the thing is, around here, I don't hear that. What I always hear all the time in like the freaking Quaker Town, Trumbellersville, all the surrounding areas, that with the first day of hunting season should be a paid day off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm not into that. I'm not even gonna go into any of that. But you I know, I, uh, any sort of uh, thing like that just scares me. I, if I ever go hunting, I'm gonna shoot myself and probably three other people because I just can't pay attention that long, and I get. Then I imagine you're in a tree stand or some shit like that. You fall out of the goddamn tree. Well, I did. Well, I went one time, but I, I went there and I ended up. And this is I don't know if this is what you're supposed to do. You climb up in the tree stand. You start drinking that that. Uh, deer piss that, that nope, gets them nope. going no I, I just i can't sit there for that long that's why i really like the idea of fishing but i can't do it i can't sit there that long getting back to comics i came up with a, a new 25 dollar pull list and it was a tough one for me the last yeah. time i put my list together i converted currencies and america's sweetheart eric shea made an objection to such an atrocity i, I remember i was mad about. at you oh i remember you were saying it didn't make sense, and I said, no, he's going with the U.N. You, you had a fucking to-do about I don't it. recall any of this. I'm I telling think you. these are slanders and lies. No, no, no. And then you told what you said. I remember exactly. You said, hey, uh, Marty, go get your didgeridoo and get the hell out of here. That's what you told him. And I go thought that was very insensitive. Said that was very, very insensitive. So I'll follow the rules of everyone else and make my list as if I had only $25 dollar this one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Black Magic, Australia, 675. I admittedly only read the first trade in the last couple issues of Black Magic earlier this week, but I really enjoyed it, and so it has made it on my list. That's awesome. As much as Greg Ruck infuriated me with how he took Themyscira away from everyone in Wonder Woman, I have to admit he is one of the better writers in comics today, which is probably why it hurts so much. Greg Rucka. Dark Knight's Metal, Australian 675. Scott Snyder and Greg Capola have drawn me back into Rebirth with this event. The time between Ruck and his dream team of artists leaving Wonder Woman and the release of Dark Days the Forge found me really bored with Rebirth as a whole. Thank you, Scott Snyder, for making it easy for me to love DC Comics again. The Wild Storm, Australian 675. See, you're screwing them. With, with making him go with the Australian money. I don't uh, remember this conversation. I yeah, really don't. Yeah, you said, like you said, you said he only gets $25 reduce. <laughs> Warren Ellis and John Davis Hunt are killing it with this title. This is the first time I've come in contact with the Wildstorm universe. I didn't watch the cartoon in the 90s, but I'm completely hooked. Give me a violent world where industrial espionage and alien conspiracies are running rampant any day. I, I just want to give a shout out to John Davis Hunt. He said that he listens to the podcast. His art's awesome in that. And that nice. is a good book. Total Australian 2025. Enough left over to get a bottle of soft drink, as our Eric Shea would say. <laughs> get a bottle of soft drink. I'll just give an honorable mention to Mother Panic, which I'm enjoying, but it just fell short of my list. See, that's what he that, – that's the problem. If you let him do it right, Eric, he could go up until – usually you have like 50 cents left. The poor guy has almost five fucking dollars left. Dollar reduce. All right. I'll also list the books I'm getting this week, but because this email is way too long, uh, I already I'll leave out his comments. And he says this week he's getting Batman the Murder Machine number one, Black Magic number eight, Mother Panic number eleven, Suicide Squad number twenty six, Wonder Woman number thirty one, X Men Blue number twelve, which I, I I haven't heard anybody talk about that lately. Richard Richardson has. Oh, yeah, well, actually, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so I have. I'm a liar. But, yeah, I, I don't know about the hype of that. That seemed to be like a book that a young Eric Shea would gravitate to. I'm telling you, yeah. out of that blue and gold, I was all about the idea of that blue. Have it not read of an issue, though. How's that Ben Riley book doing? Oh, my yeah. God, I'm going to get on that Ben Riley book so soon. <laughs> Thank you, lads, for what I'm sure will be another killer podcast, and I hope you read or both read a few comics that can make you smile. Cheers, Matt. A couple, Marty. not a few. Yeah, yeah. I know one. Dollar reduce. Dollar reduce. All new Dave is next. Hi, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the entire GFC. Boop, boop. Action Comics 988 did enough to establish Jarrell as a sympathetic character for me. Having his wife's last moments literally burned into his memory and the subsequent trials he had to endure were enough to have me rooting for the guy. That reminds me of that. I forget in history there was like a uh, an emperor or whatever, and he ended up killing a guy's family and then stabbing his eyes out. So the last memory he had was watching his family die. That's Wasn't that up, the emperor's it? new groove? It might have been. Put in his position, I wouldn't give a fuck about Earth. I just want to get what's left of my family and escape. Like Journey, Eric. Escape. From what I presume is a busy Dr. Manhattan, there's still a ton of questions, and if half get answered, we'll have to count that as a win. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I agree. If they are answered, win. 
I just there's so many questions that go so many different ways, which all knew Dave was going to bring up. I don't even know here. where to start. Hell, well, here he's going to start, and he's right on. And Dave, me, you, and Eric, we're ain't getting our resolution. I'm still patiently waiting for the reveal of how Geneticron fits into all this, <laughs> and who was that Genetic shady guy Ron. in the baseball cap that seemed important 20 issues ago? Patiently waiting. Well, I think that the was Oz- Zade. Yeah, yeah. I think the Oz effect will be good, a good arc, but will suffer because it won't live up to the hype put on it by DC, like Reborn. Hopefully, Jarrell. Lacall. Lacall, it was. I don't know anymore. Hopefully, Jarrell survives the arc and character can be built up. I'm getting a sad feeling that he's going to either sacrifice himself or get killed, though. Or somehow Lord Vaughn's going to come out and be the real Mr. Oz. Yeah, because the the thing about it is, I think that you're playing a uh, a bad game. You're you're playing a devil's hand. As they say, Eric. Oh, you said I'm playing a bad game. Like, I'm not playing Monopoly over here. Did, did they ever say? I've never heard anybody say you're playing a devil's hand. I think no. that could be a saying, though. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? You're playing a devil's hand there, my friend, because you have this whole thing where Superman is great because of the sacrifice that Jarrell and Laura made to get him to Earth, and then the Kents raising him. Well, in this continuity, unfortunately, the Kents are dead. So bringing Jarrell back, I think it throws things out of whack. It really, to me, it really does, and it actually kind of besmirches the Kents a little because you're going to have Superman like, "Oh, thank God, that was oh fucking good." My daddy's back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fuck I, I think that, people. that's a why. And hand I, is what I call that. I, I'm saying you're playing a devil's hand there, Eric, and you don't want to do that. that. That's the devil's play ground as well i just i think that that would make people upset because devil's now hand. i just keep imagining me jerking <laughs> off two dudes because of the devil's no, three-way no i'm playing cards eric maybe strip poker with two hot dudes and then i'll jerk them off after whether i win or lose i'm beating I mean, guys then, off with both hands then we're all winning that's called a skiing Eric, Jarrell was a bit too clean and young looking for my liking but it was okay hope everyone had a good week all new yeah. Dave. Thank you, Dave, for bringing up the devil's hand. It was Dave who said that, right? Not yes. me. <laughs> it's all new Dave's fault. But Dave, yes, that is. Do? I don't know. That's the end of mail section number four. And we're going to go back to some more of Reggie books. Now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shea. Ah, uh, Eric Shea, and we're back with you Reggie me, as well. You hear me, Jim? We had, we, we had All Reviews Matter was playing, and then it was a remix version because I accidentally hit Jess saying DJ, to you. DJ, DJ, so did I. You better watch it. You better tell her she accidentally fell down the stairs. Uh, Yes, we're back. Tell you. We're back with one of Reggie's books and then one of mine that me and Reggie both combined. But, Reggie, tell us the first one. It is The Hellblaze, number 14, written by Tim Seeley, art by Jesus Marino and Carrie Strahan. Bacon fat's getting red hot. Yeah, John's got a reveal. 
Bacon fat's getting red hot. Oh, he's making a deal. A bar gives up its past, floats it around. John gets what he needs and it burns to the ground. Bacon fat's getting red hot. Yeah, John's got a reveal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Eric likes this issue. I'll tell you, I'll spoil this, that. This is my favorite issue since the uh, rebirth issue. I think that oh, it's fucking yeah, ridiculous, and I think sick. that this book is going to be canceled. And yeah. Tim Seeley has jumped on and does nothing to fucking get anybody in on this book because Eric likes it because it's like, oh, this is you know, nobody's liked any Constantine, so you got to do something different, and this is yeah. nothing different at all. This yeah, is not going to get anybody two in. things to like about it, I think. Number one, you can understand what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give which, you that. Which is a marked improvement from the shit we got before. But the other thing I like seeing is uh, John doing a small magic ritual. Yeah. Which oh, is something fine. That the whole really... description of the magical freaking thing that he is doing, I found very fascinating, and I fascinating. thought the whole idea was great. And it, like w- working through this whole, I need no. to remember what happened to me. And through this, we have this whole reveal of like what has happened to John to lead up to this point, <laughs> even with the freaking police officer lady and shit like that. I thought it was a really cool progression of the story. Yeah, pro- cool progression. I, I like the whole fucking too. thing. We get two minutes ahead of the story. Nothing you know, happens. You know, the, the thing is, is that this used to be something you would see John do. More often, and yeah. I kind of forgotten that until I saw this. Like he really is a small magic kind of guy. He's not yeah. fucking earth shifting. You know, let me call up the hoary, you know, biggest de- devil demon in the world. Usually, he's making like little shitty deals with demons, and he's you know costing a couple thousand people their souls and stuff and like doing that. Doing some bacon fat magic, but he's not doing of any of that magic. here. Well, what Jim says is true. I mean, what you used to see also is him doing a few rituals, or it's, you know a. A few you don't get anything magic. here. He just you, does you, one thing. No, Tim Seeley thinks it's a clever thing to be able to go and he has to, you know, talk to a bar to, to find out what happened. And that is just a hokey setup to get a flashback to fucking fill 18 of the 22 pages. Nothing happens bars in this issue. Also, they would have a lot of shit to say about yeah, it. Nothing happens. Oh, my God. I Actually, that's the half the thing is, too. I started thinking about, like, you know, am I going to live long enough to see a bar that I really liked when I was young? guy to freaking turn into a piece of shit kind of bar like that, a modernized freaking sophisticated bar like this like and think about all the fucking shit i have done at this place that people love like i've had my balls on this bar there you go <laughs> but if all i have to do is spread some bacon fat on it and your whole thing is out Bam! and oh, i can have bacon fat on my fucking balls ridiculous Fucking also, can ridiculous. I get a name change for the show from now on can i be detective chief inspector reggie yes you can yes. can i do that I thank you I'm cutting out here. You guys, you, you guys, talk. You guys as I hear you guys talk about it, I'm, I'm fucking getting infuriated because there's no, nothing happens. Nothing happens. We get a back. We see what happened. The issue before where we already saw what happened, but now we're getting to see that there was actually well, demons it's, involved. And it's, again, it's, uh, uh, not demons, dwarves. Okay, yeah, they're dwarves. Hello, yeah, like evil yeah. imp dwarves, but With dwarves tendrils that come out of their mouth and go into people's ears. Well, uh, that, that's actually guys. how actual dwarves are. I don't know if you ever saw one shirt. I have. And, it's yeah. creepy. I don't like it. You don't want yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. got a new character here, Detective Chief Inspector Ames, who is someone that knows John from his past and therefore hates him, as well, usual. We, we, we had her in the yeah, last Yeah, she was issue, there. Right? It, yeah. It's just we didn't know who she was. So we find uh, out well, that now they... Now we know who she is. Now they fucked. Great. That's a, you know, in, it's in just another, bathroom, again, though, just, it's bathroom. another person who he has screwed over at some point. Nothing new. 
And yeah. I believe, to me, it almost seems like she might have been a pedophile because at that point he seems like he's 14 and she's about 28. So it, it, that's just the art, I guess. But it just England, seemed off to in me. In England, it's called a pedophile. No, in England, it's <laughs> called a Sunday afternoon, I think, because it's just – I'm telling you, you do have this thing where, to me, it's Tim Seeley. Like, uh, he's trying to fool you guys as well with like, okay, I'll get this bacon fat and I'll have him describe this. And I'm going to take up four – I'm telling you, this seems to me like you're writing a report for school and you keep counting the words. Oh, I got a thousand words left? Okay, I'm going to fucking repeat myself before because nothing I, happens I in this issue. trying to fool us. I just think he's not a very good writer. That's it all, might you be know, but, because nothing happens. He, he, for what it is, this one thing with the bacon fat, I like to see it, and I did like this past bringing up of the bar. It just isn't really very clever, nor does it really tell you a lot about you know what we want to know, why – you know, it's just to set up that he had a relationship uh, with the woman, so that when she dies at the end, we were supposed to feel bad, or you know, you have to have this connection for what he's going to end up doing. I just, uh, like I said, they. But in the this big issue, tell. we do find out about the dwarves and how they are setting up John Constantine for something. Yeah. We get the whole backstory of what these dwarves are, what they have meant, you know, to mankind. With the yeah, freaking, but again, you know, the to me, this stuff, is like, just. It's a repeat of those fucking things from the first part of this this whole rebirth the deal. Gin? Yeah, the no, gin. No, this is just the gin again. No, no, no. No, it no, is. Don't go down it, that trail. They I can't, can't have you know, that. it is. I'm telling you, it's the it's gin or this. Gail Simone's clean room, okay? Let's let's get it right. It's <laughs> I never read that. Room. Uh, you go on. You guys talk because I'm just uh, interrupting. I'm done. Say, I'm cutting out. You you guys talk about it. Fucking talk amongst they, yourselves. They most of the years of the bar, one one of the years is when it was a punk rock club, and uh, John Constantine wants to fight a guy because he's got a small dick. Uh, Ainsley shows up. The guy just him. happens to have a small dick, and he was offended because John told him he had a small dick. This is how but things work out all the time. I know why I fight guys because I know I have a small dick. That it's proven later that he does have a small dick, and yeah. uh, to everyone's laughter, then he fucks the police officer in the in the <laughs> toilet. Later on, of course, she hates him when he calls her later on for some information. She can't stand him because everyone that knows John Constantine for any amount of time hates him. But uh, the the big reveal is that it's these uh, dwarves. That have a you know vendetta against mankind, and uh, they're now. And it, it seems about John in general too, because when we get back to the like the, the previous night that John is trying to remember, we see that everybody he talked to, like he saw the like they beyond the veil at this point, and saw that happen. Yeah, yeah just exactly. like the they, just like the gin. The, the, the dwarves are actually you know, like controlling the these people and getting them. To, like so, John will actually drink this mead that causes him to freaking you know not be con- in control of himself and or, and or forget what happened the night previous. The gin just ripped people apart. And I, I, I think the mead also, yeah, it makes, like, your weird, like, like guttural fantasy, your id fantasy happen. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe they want to make it look like he killed somebody, or maybe they want to fuck him up a little bit. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And also the ritual that he used the bacon fat to make the bar give up uh, the ghost, as it were, burns it down to the ground. Yeah, that was an odd thing to do. Like, you know, I think it's a really cool idea. I don't know why. I thought it was just a cool addition to it where John walks out of the bar after he's got what he had, like the information he needs, just grabs a bottle and he says, yeah, do you also think about doing a spell as it actually burns down? Since you take all the memories, there's no reason for the place to still be like around because a place is its memories. So it actually just burns the place Which down. Really? I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's, that's really true. I mean, I thought it was more studs and uh, brick and things like you that. You are wrong. That is it is true. memories, it's all, Is it really? Is that, is that a big part? And, of and, and here's 
here's the thing, though. Together. It made memories That's the night before. It, what about the memories from a month ago? Didn't take those out. So why, why did it burn down? It went all the way up to those. It went all the way up to the present. That's why we saw his most recent dwarf. Oh, we saw memory. recent, but what about two weeks ago? It no, still no, has. He went out, out and about. Yeah, they're all no. walking around. It's nonsense. It, it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> I, I fucking hate it. I, I'm telling you, and you had this thing where everybody hated it before. Nobody else. It, this doesn't sell. You have nothing to get anybody to say, oh, my God, this is so much different, or you got to read this. Four people reviewed it, including you, Reggie. I can understand Reggie. what's happening in this issue. Yeah, but it's still it, – it. what happens is you go two steps ahead from the last issue. The The big thing was that guy who killed himself in the, in the uh, you know, the goddamn vent thing. You yeah, have that yeah. for one panel, and then you have John going back to see what really happened last issue that we already saw, but now we see what really happened. Uh, yeah, it, we to me, really have. We have our enemy is revealed to us, and it's moving forward because somehow the guy that, like, you know, the sergeant, like, lieutenant inspector, I don't know what her hell, hell her name is on the top, Margaret, but, like, the gin are all around her at this point. No, like yeah, it's not the gin. It's the, see, I'm you're sorry, even mistaken. It's, 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 nonsense. The it's nonsense. It's nonsense. I'm telling the you, gin, these, the these dwarves, I want, the, the, I want, yeah, they too. rip them in half. These guys just fucking possess you. Uh, there's nothing interesting about this. I couldn't even sit there and if I said to somebody on the street, I, I could at least explain a book. You, you say that at least we can understand it, but he didn't give us anything here. We got nothing. We ended up seeing recap of last issue from a different point of view, and then we know there's dwarves. And then we see this hokey thing from, you know, here's the past of the dwarves because they hate humans. There's Why, nothing the to this. of the dwarven. The dwarven kind. I don't even. I guarantee you that we're talking to one person because nobody reads this book. I, I mean, nobody the, reads well, it. Hey, listen. Whether the book sells or not, if 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 you know, I only reviewed books that sold. I wouldn't be reviewing shit. Actually, I review yeah. Harley. That's what am I yeah, saying? Yeah, really. But uh, <laughs> none know, of us would. This could still be enjoyable. We love New Superman. That doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? That one sells like dog crap, and it's a great book. Yeah, uh, well, not, I'm telling you, don't don't get too it's used to this because this book, uh, I I'm gonna bet my soul I, if, on G John Constantine. This doesn't make it past February, sold so your soul it's done. Time ago this this book will be fucking canceled. You sold fucking your soul to win a three ninety nine for this fucking nonsense. But yeah, go. What did you get? Anyway, uh, but I mean, <laughs> for all for all that we're saying, arguing about it, I actually gave it a pretty low score, six point five out of ten. Mm. Art is kind of uh, uneven. I really enjoyed the art in this issue. Yeah, I hate it. It's 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 pretty much good. There's some panels where it's great, somewhere it's not so great. But uh, you know, it's not really hurting me so much. It's all right. It's good art. I do like it, but uh, it just seems kind of up and down, a little horsey. And I do agree with Jim, where I do like the conceit of the bar giving up its past, and even like the way that was done. There just wasn't a much else but that in this book. You know what I mean? And maybe there didn't need to be. More, but I'm saying they did. I think, you know, it's just a more decompressed shit where it's like probably that we're going to see another six part arc that could have been told in two books. Possibly. But right now, I'm sorry, this is the second issue of, you know, Tim Seeley's arc. He's setting some stuff up. It might this, be a slow burn. This, at this is point, the but... best issue since Rebirth. I exactly. And I actually did not mind reading this at all. And even when we got to the point where, like, we had the big spread page and, like, the freaking, the different kind of style art to give the origin of the dwarves. Like, when I turned to that page, I'm like, oh, here we go. I don't want to fucking deal with this nonsense. By the time I was done reading the origin, I'm like, you know what? That wasn't bad. In and out. And freaking, we get to the whole thing. You yeah, know? I didn't mind that either. I don't know why Jim, why it's making Jim so mad. But, uh, I don't know. You know. 
I just he's, don't think he likes Hellboys, but he's like an angry man. He doesn't like British people. No, yeah, uh, yeah because of my mom. But I also like a goddamn story that goes somewhere. Uh, we it's, just got done that issue. stupid gin, and now yeah, but it, this is a recap from last issue. Almost the so whole it's thing. Only the second issue. I'm telling you, we're only going to get five. You better that start dark, working. They better start doing something. That dark multiverse got you bugging, Jim. No, that dark multiverse has twenty-five issues going in in the next two months. <laughs> you gotta. They better start moving. I'm telling you, you only have a couple more months with this book. I, I actually. I, I don't. For, I mean, we we, we said a lot. I have no idea though. I mean, I would have thought New Superman would be done by now, and it's still fucking. No, well, New phone. Superman. Did you see that? We don't have I a, a lot of news. Yeah. It was canceled, and then they kept it. That it sells more than this. This. This book doesn't sell, and nobody – it's just – like I said, the big telltale sign, four reviews. Uh, nobody cares, and this is supposed to be where you get a bump when you get a new writer on, a new creative team. Nobody yeah. cares about this book, so – what do you give it, Eric? I want to hear this. I one. give this a 7 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art, and I actually you know, found myself really – I'm telling you, I had written Hellblazer off completely from everything we've gotten from Rebirth on except for that Rebirth issue, which I really did enjoy. And I was really shocked because I didn't – like even last issue, I liked it a little bit more, but like – it didn't, you know, grab me at that point yet because mostly because I felt bad because I was vomiting just like John Constantine. Well, they, right it, it, it starts off again, somebody else vomiting in this one. So they, everybody yeah. loves vomiting in this one. But no, freaking, uh, I actually found myself really enjoying and I care about what's going on in the story. I want to know, like, you know, I had the whole setup of the dwarves here. I, they're fucking with John Constantine and I want to know why. No, I give it a one out of ten. I fucking hated it. I thought it was nonsense. The, the only thing, if you 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 want to hear the next arc of Constantine, if it goes on, there'll be some sort of mystical beings that are fucking with John Constantine. That's all we get. That's all we ever get. So that they're dwarves and not jinn or this or that or the other thing. It's always the same Maybe story. Maybe the next one will be Cyclops. It might oh, be. God. No, it'll be fucking unicorns. Unicorns that want to fuck them up the ass with their horns. Uh, you need something different. You had a book. That was a complete and utter disaster, and was supposed a, to be an official pitch to DC. Should, yes, should, it was. If Dan DeDio calls you tomorrow, will you write that unicorns one? up the ass? And what you need to do is change saying, up the formula. You had what you know. They tried to go it's with the whole because even that first rebirth issue, you even said, Reggie, this is more of getting back to what was the Hellblazer book, and it was another failure. They they need to change this up to get anybody involved, and this issue yeah. is not going to do it. Nobody's going to walk the first by. Rebirth issue was closer to something where I was like, wow, okay, Hellblazer might become something because they had. Synergy with the yeah, Swamp, swamp Thing America going and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you if better they, do something. If shit like this, it's, it's not going to go far. Nobody, nobody knew it. Finish. Well, and, well, yeah, though that's the end. The arc will be five to six issues, and then it's done, and then we'll never see this book again. They'll, they'll rebrand it next oh, time as John Constantine. Yeah, I don't know. They, for some reason, they, they feel like they can't put this one to bed. I have no idea why. I they mean, I'm looking at Constantine series in the freaking, you know, last th six years. I'm looking at the roundup, and you start it with the first issue of, and this was number one, not the rebirth right. number one. You had 20 people reviewing it. It was a 6-9. This is on the roundup. And Simon 
Simon Oliver's just it just kept going down. You had a couple little bleeps and blips. Uh, but now this is a six nine total here with four people. Nobody cares anymore, and it, it's the in the fives. Score, it's, though, dude. it's not being reviewed <laughs> well. It does bro. it doesn't sell. There's no reason for anybody out of the blue to walk by this book and go, "Oh my God, I've heard about it. I've done that." No, it's just it's dead. This book's Doesn't dead. Doesn't take away my lack of enjoyment of this issue. Though. I hated it. It it reminded me just of more of the gin. It's increasing my enjoyment. I like that. Uh, <laughs> you uh, know, it makes him mad. Uh, it it infuriates me that the, we got nothing. <laughs> this story, it, it, we have two issues now, and basically a half hour in time has passed. It seems you know well, you had the night before, I, and now the morning. It's That's been it. A, it's been one like day, 12, 14 hours, maybe. But uh, luckily for us. The next book is really going to cheer you up. I have a feeling, no, right? Am I book, right about uh, that? Yeah, yeah. The next book's Commodity Challenge number nine. Uh, uh, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Commodity Challenge number nine, written by Tom King, art by Kevin Eastman, Freddie Williams II, and Clem Robbins. And if you ask me, this is more Freddie Williams II than any Kevin Eastman. It really is heavy Freddie you Williams. Know, well, it's like I told you, and I bet Eric sees it too, that this really goes back to the original Turtles art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, Kevin the problem Eastman is. doesn't really draw like this anymore. No, well, all the, the character all work. The zip tone and all that. Yeah. It looks like the fucking first I'm book. telling you, I think that almost 90% of the art, though, is Freddie Williams II with a Kevin Eastman looking behind and say, try to get the style that I used to do because this art looks yeah. exactly like that Batman uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles that Freddie Williams II oh, yeah. just ended. It, up. But, it, but looks it, has, exact. it has like a Kevin Eastman filter on it. Almost. Yeah, it's a, like, that's what I'm here. saying. I think that somehow they put the filter on and then let him yeah. get credit. I don't now, know. But. I really think this issue should have been like a dollar less since there's no colors in this fucking no. book. A Tom King. Here we go. <laughs> no, they should have given me a hand job for having to fucking read this. Tom King gives us a one-shot story that is pretentious, overly self-fucking indulgent, and totally not in line with what the commodity challenge is supposed to be. It's like entering a short story in a haiku contest the story might be good it isn't haiku so you lose if you don't agree with me with the simple the simple oh i'm getting so angry the way i can tell anybody who thinks they love this and that it goes with the challenge all you have to do is change one or two words and this issue can go into any cliffhanger in the whole entire series because it's such a cop-out of why are you here i don't know i got swallowed i woke up you why are you here i don't know they ripped my organs out yep. why are you here? i don't know i went to the heart of this giant fucking mecca bear such uh, you, bullshit. you, such you could bullshit. have had this any sort of time in this whole challenge this issue could be inserted after any cliffhanger in the series of fucking bullshit I fucking that was you, I, Bennett last issue, right? Or who was that? Was that no? The, it was uh, last Giffen. issue was Keith Giffen. The one before was Marguerite Bennett that I liked. That I said, okay, yeah, yeah. we're back on track. This is a fucking thing, and this is the problem. I, before I even read and reveal, well, I did read it. I hadn't reviewed it yet, and I'm on Twitter, and I go over to Tom King's page, you know, for a goof. For a fucking lark. Uh-huh. And he's on there and people are like, hey, I see you're doing this commandi. Do I have to know anything about the series? Do I? No. This is a one shot. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. That's not what this it's is. It's not a one shot. It's a challenge. It's this a challenge. is it's a, a challenge. It's a collaboration though, between a bunch of creators. You know what I mean? Yes. It's supposed to be like a game. 
Yes, it's that, a if game. If nothing else, it's You're a creative sp- game, and he did not play correctly. No, he, he didn't it. play at all. And then I see other things. I had the story bound and about in my brain. No, this is what he wanted. Somehow they didn't give him what he wanted. Really, was to have a one-shot story that was in the Jack Kirby tributes. He didn't get that, so he forced it into this. And all yeah. he wants is praise because it and it's a pretentious fucking story that I mean, fucking does nothing. Change a couple of words, and you could have had him come out of any cliffhanger. Change a couple of things. This could be any characters. Any. On yeah. any situation. Yep. This could be Hal Jordan. This could be Superman. Waiting in the fucking Sinestro dungeon. This could yep. be fucking Superman in the Kryptonite. And this could be Tim Drake waiting in Mr. Oz's fucking cell. It could sure, be any of them. Anything. And, and really the problem could. is people, oh, the art, it's so unique or whatever. No, you know what it is? It looks like I'm looking at goddamn statues. When I first started out, I thought that these were fucking, you know, all of a sudden fucking Medusa came and fucking made everybody. But you have Kamandi show up on this altar. Oh, no, what's going on? Oh, my God. Then you start with this motherfucking repeating dialogue and a repeating scene, especially. And it just goes and basically they're in a room where, I don't know, could this also be an, a, a, you know, a, a freaking metaphor to the Holocaust? Could it be whatever? I don't care. Because all it is is this robot that comes in and grabs one of the persons in this thing and takes them out. And then you have the elephant that I'm getting the idea that the elephant even is supposed to be possibly Jack Kirby himself. Because he keeps saying there's the awesome, which is from a quote that Jack Kirby had back in the day. And it's the elephant in the room. Yeah, I believe that that's Jack Kirby is the elephant in the room. You have a lady, you know, oh, my God, my baby. Don't take my baby. That, you know, is I don't care. I really don't. It's just it's terrible. I I don't know what happened in this issue. And the worst part to me is that because of this whole, like, you know, non-colored Eastman freaking Williams style that they go with. Personally, I just can't see it very well because, you know, I need the color for the way my no. eyes work. So every I'm telling you, I couldn't it took me forever to decipher half that. the shit, especially close ups. I had no nope. idea what the fuck I was looking at. And and, yeah. and what you have is Kamandi keeps wanting to stop this robot just comes in randomly. It'll come in and grab somebody and take them out this door. And, you know, you can try to get out, but you don't know what's on the other side. And this elephant's like, you know what? I think it's the awesome. And it's one of those again, this is what I told Eric. It's also kind of like an animal farm-esque story as well yeah. when the animals get taken away and the oh they're going to the good place they're going when they're actually going so to get going slaughtered bit, you're going a little too deep for me with animal farm i would say it's a lot like sausage party yeah i'll go deep with the animal farm but yeah it, it's the same thing this is a cliched and pretentious story and then it ends with Kamandi being taken out because everybody seems to be taken out then finally this robot comes and grabs Kamandi as we get a quote from jack kirby and then get his birth date and his uh death date the day he died there on a placard and i want to kill somebody because again wh- what are you going to do with this i i you know greg pocket does the next issue what is what is he what gonna do he did, yeah what yeah, yeah really. th- th- that's what i'm saying this isn't even a cliffhanger it is an ending this isn't a cliffhanger and yep. you you're supposed to do this no don't tell me your one shot story save it just play the game and and yep. really the other thing like nothing you and i and i i said to him on twitter then me and him get in a fight and i i say Listen, one shot, where's the challenge? Well, you know, it's supposed to be a challenge. And then his fucking pretentious ass writes back to me on Twitter. Oh, well, Jack Kirby is a lot of things, but one of them isn't supposed to be. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're so, God, and then I put, do you have a straight face when you say this shit? 
And yeah, then he, and then I and then I said, and thus the challenge is destroyed. And then he wrote, no, you're destroyed. That's what he said. I'm like, what are you threatening me well, now? Should have been like. Your mother's destroyed. No, I put, uh, you know, then I just started being goofy, and I said, you know, I know you are, but what am I? I? And then he said, nerd, and I said, apple, and said, are we playing word association here or something? Well, what's going on? Give somebody a straight answer. If you say to me, yeah, and then we made out sexy. It's just, this is what he does. By the end of the issue, all I want to know is, why wouldn't the robot take the turtle, and then what happened to the turtle? Yeah, it seems like eventually they must have taken him. I guess we never saw it. The turtle's just gone out of nowhere. No, yeah, it's gone. It's it's like a year passes or something shit in there, right? And it goes on and on for a long time. And is this limbo? Is this whatever? Because I want to know where the sea monster is. Because the sea monster was there, and then the oh, you were swallowed by the vortex. I yeah, there you go. Oh, you you solved the cliffhanger. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I'll be honest. If I was, and we we didn't like the last issue, but if I was Keith Giffen, I would be fucking pissed off. And if I was Greg yeah. Pack Cup following, I'd be pissed off too. Like I what would did you too. leave me with bullshit. Yeah, it's just you know? bullshit. You you completely ruin. And to me, yes, if you've listened to me and Reggie and Eric at that point talk about the Commodity Challenge, it's not been a great book. It hasn't. No. But I, I guess maybe Tom King, he, you know, mission accomplished, buddy. The game yeah, I think that. Well, that's the thing. You know? This issue infuriated me so much. It made me appreciate the other issues. I said yeah. it even made me appreciate that Steve Orlando issue with yep. the fucking guts and shit. At I least he it. was trying. He was trying to play along. This to me, I don't know. It just in my mind. I would think that if Jack Kirby was here, he'd, he'd fucking hate this. That's just what I think. <laughs> Basically, may, maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he wouldn't because it seems like it's just complete fan service of some sort. Found but, the awesome. Yeah. You found it's, the awesome. It's nonsense. Yes. I, this whole podcast tonight, I, I just want to I want to kill somebody. It just This whole thing just infuriates me. These goddamn books. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. God bless you, Greg Pond. It's a grind. But next week, I guarantee you the book's going to be great. All right. Yeah, you so guarantee. Look forward to can't that. Take <laughs> I can't take it. I really can't. Now I'm looking there. I'm looking at where uh, uh, at the back you have Keith Giffen uh, talking. I wish at the end he's like, yeah, and then we did this. And, uh, you know, oh, I got a peek at, at the Tom King. What the hell? He fucked us, you know, what the yeah. hell? Oh, I can't wait till the little talk in the, the end of next issue where we can see Tom King explain this nonsense. I just, I know there's a lot of people out there that love Tom King. I have liked a lot of things that he's done. Uh, this one, if it was a one-shot in, you know, not involved in this challenge, I'll tell yeah. you, my score would have went up. I really am taking this as an affront story, to you this. Know what I mean? It, it could have even, even so. been maybe a Batman story. And this is the thing. You might think I'm going to go fuck you five or whatever it's the story is interesting enough it's not fleshed out enough and like eric said i think the art is very confusing how it's laid out and it's supposed to be that art is supposed to wow me into loving it because of what it is and who's involved with it but as a story and as a you know storytelling part of this i think it failed miserably and also to me i don't know about you this is supposed to be a jack kirby kind of tribute i don't know i'm used to very colorful things with jack kirby i'm used yeah, to make, popping colors that there, really go yeah. over the top this does not this makes me think okay this looks like fred 
Eddie Williams and also Kevin Eastman. I don't think Jack Kirby at all. And then There's you have really a story. There's not any other Jack Kirby characters except for the robot in Kamau. No, the and then you have the story, like and basically you have to end up putting things, his you – know? Fucking day he was de- born and dead and his name in this. So that what is that? Why do you have to do that? So it just throws me out of this completely. Also, we, we didn't even go into the nitty gritty of it. At the middle, out of nowhere, Tom King can't give us a <laughs> well. Tom King can't give us a, a good way out of the last cliffhanger, but he certainly wants to recap every issue that we read. So obviously, he must That's have read right. them because you get two pages of him explaining exactly yeah. what happened in this thing no i read it this is a challenge that continues everybody else's story please explain your own yes that's what i'm saying it's almost like he's like well you know what i am tom king so a lot of people don't buy this kamani challenge they're gonna buy this issue so i better tell them what happened before because they're not gonna go and buy that nonsense that's not my stories and it came off to me as fucking again fuck you you don't need to go back and recap how about following the challenge no one else did you know what i mean and and yeah just just follow the challenge write your story have him fucking meet a uh, humanoid rat yeah Right? Fly a computer across the fucking uh, blood sea. Whatever the hell you got to do. Yep. Uh, Hanging out in a cave for the whole issue is a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit. The the moral of the story of this whole issue is if you do push-ups for 149 days, you'll be able to lift an elephant. Yeah, that's All what right. it seems. Uh, here we go. I, I actually, you uh, Jim, you're the one that here, scored listen to this. the old website. I, I want to. I want to read the the solicit for this. Oh, that uh, here we go. After the epic battle among the animals of last issue, Eisner Award nominated writer Tom King and legendary artist Kevin Eastman making his DC interior art debut, weave a suspenseful tale of commodity lost at sea. Imprisoned alongside a menagerie, Kamandi devises a plan to escape. Will they ever see land again, or are they trapped forever? Eh, I I got that. Lost at sea. They were lost at sea. They were lost at sea. Wow, it really opens up the issue. Yep, there you go. I explained it to you, Eric. Uh, After all this yelling and after me yelling about it. Hellblazer, I still gave it a 5.5 because I actually, it's the challenge part that infuriates me. But I have to admit there were parts that I thought were a little clever. But again, they they were very pretentious as well. And the art style, though I don't think it fits the challenge and was confusing to a part, I did like the character designs. Again, I think those were more Freddie Williams II, but I wish that they had color to them. I wish. I, I actually, you look at the cover after you read it, and you realize that the cover is very appropriate for the issue. You even have the arms of the robot coming out right. at all these sounds. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That looks pretty cool. Like, do that. Just have it in color, and I think like that, that goes that would up. would be fine with me. Yeah, I think that would have been great then. And, you know, but, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, 5.5. What would you give it, Reggie? Uh, I'd be really due to the lack of color and because he didn't play with the challenge. But I feel the same way you do. This story is... It's still not great to me, though. It's just sort of a mediocre. It's not great, but if it was fleshed out, there's something there, but it's not fleshed out. Uh, But really, I really was so pissed off that he just jerked the whole challenge around. I'm going to give it a a 4 out of 10. What did you give it, Aaron? Well, I'm thinking I'm just going to go with a fuck you five pretty much because I can't, like, you know, just personally, I can't see the art very well. So I was very confused by a lot of the stuff I was looking at. I had to squint, get really close to my screen and all this nonsense, get a magnifying glass. It was crazy. But, like, the whole idea, I don't know what's going on in this story. We're just in a goddamn cave out of nowhere. The challenge is thrown out the fucking window. 
and just all the pretentious nonsense just makes me angry. But it's a it, yeah. there's nothing. I don't like the Commandi Challenge. I've never liked the Commandi Challenge. This is just bullshit, though. If you have been following along, I don't yeah. understand why they would allow this to happen. This is the weirdest thing. With the, I know why they allowed it to happen because oh, they're yeah. they they they're hoping this one's going to sell. They hope that this one, out of all of these, all of a sudden people are just going to go and say, "Oh my God, Tom King, I'm going to buy it." And we'll see if that happens. It's not really increased the amount of reviews that much, though. You see people giving it ten out of tens. I do see people, you know, messaging Tom on uh, Twitter and saying that they cried after. Afterwards and stuff like this. Oh, I, I would have too. Three ninety nine. <laughs> I, I, I cry. Greg back. Yeah, yeah, really. And he's just going to end up like you said. I, I, he's just going to have them wake up. Or I think that his is spelled out that they're in like the land of the dead. So maybe wherever he does go, Kamandi got killed and they got to bring him back. But the whole thing is, this is issue nine of twelve. The whole thing started with him wanting to find his goddamn parents, and, yeah. and we're not anywhere closer. I know. And I said this was the problem with the challenge when you are following the challenge where you're so. Concerned concern of getting out of the cliffhanger then you start setting up the cliffhanger we haven't had a very coherent story but no. out of nowhere this shows up and you just this can be inserted at any point in the series it really can and that isn't the challenge and I still that's wouldn't not understand it no i know but yeah <laughs> we're gonna go off what 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 young animal book you got uh, coming at us Reggie? Uh, we got mother panic number 11 all right mother panic number 11 now and i gotta calm down I just these books this week. This is probably my least favorite week of books that we've had in a long, long time. In a while, yeah, it seems like infuriating. But the Hellblazer is going to be close to my book of the week, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, no, you'll see. You'll yeah. see, Eric. We've talked about a book that you I probably know. like better already. But uh, yeah, we'll go off to listen to Reggie and Chris talk close about so. Mother Panic. Once in every lifetime, comes a love like this. the Young Animals segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we got one comic this week to read, review, and uh, relate to. What one is that, Chris? <laughs> this is perhaps the penultimate episode issue of yeah, Mother Panic. Uh, I think so. This is... <laughs> Issue number 11, story title is Under the Skin, Part 2, written by uh, Jody Hauser with art by Sean Crystal and Jean-Francois Boulot, or Boulou. Uh, now, we pick up right where we left off. If you remember, Violet was standing over Jane's bed uh, after recognizing her at a party. And uh, we pick up where we left off. Violet is talking to her former fellow gatherite of Jane. Uh, now, Violet's a bit trepidatious about this reunion, especially in light of how her last Gather reunion went, uh, if you recall, with that weirdo pretty. Yeah, um, didn't go very well. For, no, it sure didn't. And uh, for some reason, Jane is overly apologetic. Uh, she recalls all the awful things that happened to Violet while at Gather House. Uh, while they speak, she asks if uh, Violet could take off her, her toilet seat lid cover mask, <laughs> <laughs> claiming that it, it creeps her out a bit. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. 
Uh, we we find out later that it might have been for another reason, but we'll get there. Uh, now, uh, now Jane takes responsibility for, as she puts it, turning on Violet at school, uh, but claims not to remember any of the hows or whys. Uh, she suggests that maybe her memories have been altered in the interim. Uh, in fact, she doesn't remember anything or, or a whole lot of anything about Gather House. Uh, she doesn't remember names, faces, nothing like that. Well, she does remember the fire, though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, straight out, she asked Violet if she was one behind the fire. And, uh, you know, we, we're not sure if this is the first time we're actually getting a, a yes confirmation for this because it's been alluded to and we've seen flashbacks of someone setting a fire. And, and but, I, uh, since you recall, there was literally a scene. This might, I might have constructed this, though, where she's walking <laughs> away from the house on fire. Did that really happen in a panel? You know, either that or we saw her, like, from behind her standing there. I, Looking, I don't remember. The Implication was strong, but I don't think we ever yes. saw like her hand to a match or anything like that. Yes, nothing admit- admissible in court just right. yet. Until now, she says yes. Uh, now Jane thanks Violet for quote saving her, and Mother Panic splits. Yeah, then we head into a flashback. Back at Gather House, Violet, or number 17 as she's known there, is laying in a medic bed wrapped in bandages. And uh, she's super negative woman on account of her being wrapped in bandages and being very unpleasant. Yes. Uh, very good. <laughs> uh, Jane approaches, climbs into bed with her. Violet tells her to leave, lest that she be caught. But Jane refuses, even despite, you know, the... Uh, Abuse that Violet has received. Back in the present, Jane returns to her bedroom and into the meaty paws of her husband, boyfriend, somebody, uh, whatever, whoever he is. His name is Wilson. He's a big meaty guy in a, a tank top, for as I can recall. Uh, he, yes. he he asked where where she'd been and why she went out dressed like that, and he's upset that she brought someone into his home. We meet up with the crazy lady Gala. Remember that one? She she paints with blood and intestines and junk. We're way back in the first issue. Uh, she's painting with blood and intestines. That's right. That's right. Aunt Gala. Uh, she's painting with blood and intestines, and she's interrupted by a phone call. And the person on the other line informs her that they have the white woman. The last one left. Don comes a call into the former rat catcher, Otis. Uh, he's brought six friends, and he's hoping they can chat about some of the odd goings on. They talk about Mama Panic, that is, Violet's mother, and conclude that there's likely far more to her than meets the eye. Uh, you know, basically, she seems to know an awful lot about an awful lot. Yeah. We pop over to Violet, and she's having a drink with the blonde that she brought to the party last issue. Uh, her date seems overly worried about Violet's self-destructive state, you know, because she's drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she only knew the half of it. Right. Uh, they're interrupted by Jane, who is ready to leave Wilson. And in fact, she wants to be with Violet. Violet finishes her drink and passes out. You see, she was drugged by Jane. <laughs> now, flashback the second at Gather House, a bandage. Violet wakes Jane so uh, wakes Jane up so they can escape in the night. And this memory will probably be picked back up next issue. Back in the present, Violet wakes up chained to a giant hor- horrible skeleton sculpture in front of. Gala and Jane, who's turning on Violet yet again. Also worth mentioning, Wilson's there too, but he's a prisoner just like Violet. He's stuck in some ghost tentacles, I'm not really sure, but he's, he seems restrained in one way or the other, and possibly to be concluded next month. Hmm. And now uh, the backup that Chris uh, always loves, and uh, that I keep, taking, <laughs> I keep taking away from him, 
Um, I did read this one too. I do like the uh, the layout is all puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. Did you see that at least? Did you even like look at it, or did you just skip it? That <laughs> Uh, the layout all looks like puzzle pieces, is uh, all the panels, uh, so that they sort of interlock <laughs> over a double spread. <laughs> but uh, I like that. Um, but I got to say, for a layout that's showing me puzzle pieces, I came away from this no le- understanding really no more about what's going on. <laughs> I really don't understand, or like I don't understand, I guess, the ramifications of the stakes of this backup. It looks like the guy they think that was killing the heroes, it's someone else. But I don't know why the guy, you know what I'm saying? I don't understand the importance yeah. of the first guy, so the second guy eludes me also. Uh, maybe the maybe it'll turn out to be uh, Ozymandias from Watchmen, and that's where it'll all become cataclysmic. Yeah, this is the button. <laughs> this is the button This right is here. Doomsday Clock. This is the big secret. It was all hiding in the backup. Mother, Mother Panic number 12 is going to be the big book of the year. <laughs> Whoa, holy shit, mind blower. Dr. Manhattan was running the whole show. Uh, anyway, it, I did like the puzzle piece thing, so... There you go. I would say I like this back up better than the last bunch. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, this was a quickie, Chris. This We burned this one pretty quickly. Um, it definitely, like, like we said, smells like the second to last issue. Uh, yeah. You know whether this whether it comes back after a hiatus. Who knows? Uh, I don't think there's anything solicited after October. I believe I'm almost no, no after uh, after December. Whatever the hell the next one, whatever yeah. that one is, yeah. So uh, we'll see. We will see what happens. Um, now yeah. we figure next month it'll be it'll say next issue Milk Wars. Right, exactly. Somehow <laughs> this is all going to flow into Milk Wars, whatever that's going to end up being. Uh, what, what what score did you get? What do you think of it, Chris? I dropped it a little bit. I'm, I've been usually hovering around seven ish, seven point five. This time, I gave it a six point five. Uh, really, didn't enjoy it as much as usual. I mean, it's still worlds better than the open, but uh, right. I still it was a step backwards, and it feels it's it's weird to say that this feels rushed considering that mother panic's always been three issue arcs right but uh like we mentioned uh, we were talking off the air and we said that maybe this wasn't supposed to be this arc <laughs> maybe they just found out that you know hey we're going away for a little while yeah i think i would give it a 7 maybe 6.5 either i could go either way 6.5 7 only reason i would give it a 7 is because it does it seems mediocre but it is. It does seem a little diminished from your average mother panic. Like like a little less happens than usual. Maybe because she doesn't really do anything. She doesn't really do any Not action. Really. So. No. Uh, yeah. Whatever. We're right there. Six point five. I'll throw that one out. <laughs> whatever. That means anything. Next week, we got nothing, folks. Jack. And as far as I can tell, we got nothing the week after that. I'm not. I'm not uh, accepting any guarantees of a bug solicit that I've seen. Doom Patrol's <laughs> already been pushed out, so uh, as far as I'm concerned, we've got no young animal on the immediate horizon. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, that means we're sort of bereft of things to do. Of course, Chris and I love to talk comics. We got plenty of things that we could talk about, but I think I'd like to maybe get a little feedback, maybe have the listener send a little feedback to Jim and Eric's way. They write to mm. this podcast, Care of Weird Comics. Oh, I'm sorry, Weird... 
the hell is there? <laughs> Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. I'm almost positive that's what it is, folks. I sure hope it is. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. And uh, let them know what you think. Let them know if you want us to keep talking and what you'd like us to talk about. If you want us to shut up, you can tell them that too. Jim <laughs> loves to pass the hate mail my way. He loves to pass all the mean comments on to me. Uh, hates to hates to pass hates when I listen in and people have nice things to say that really burns his ass. So there you go. Uh, if you want to write, a, you know, a lengthy nice thing about us, that could do really annoy him. But yeah, I don't know. I, as far as I know, Chris, next week we are off. You can uh, mm-hmm. you can spend your young animal time at the Bahamas, whatever it is you want to do. <laughs> you know, you have any, you don't have any plans to go to the Bahamas anytime soon? No. Sure, why not? Why I don't not? I don't think right now would be a good time, Chris. Anyway. <laughs> probably not. Probably yeah. not the best. Probably cheap. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> if that's all we got for this week, Chris, <laughs> and maybe forever, uh, I think I'm going to tell all to keep it young and animalistic. See ya. Last night I didn't dance came dancing to my door. Last night a little angel came pumping on the floor She said, come baby, got a license for love And if it expires, pray help from above Because in the midnight hour, she's crying more, more, more With a rebel, yeah, she's crying Understand why you just can't admit Jim is the man. He's the man. The time on the podcast is here. The voice that we all want to hear. So here we go. Forgetting that you're going to do that, it freaks me out every fucking time. It's like you're playing me, a devil's it's hand. It's making over there. me laugh to myself. Yeah, that's the problem. Is you know I might mess up everything, and that's really playing the devil's hand. Aaron. Yeah. This is mail section number five. Number five, and this is going to start with Luis Ramos, and he says, "Hello, get fresh crew. Boop boop. boop, boop. Just yeah, one whoop. Oh, he says actually. Wait a minute. Oh, hello, get fresh crew. Whoop." Oh. Just one whoop, Eric. 
because I'm a defeated man. Oh my I God! What happened, in, Luis? This is I got this email. <laughs> And I sit there, oh, here we go. I thought it was somebody that we really, because Luis, I thought, was upset. And he says, I've been in an abusive relationship. And I'm like, oh, God. Uh, With Tom King and Batman. I can't take it anymore. I love Batman. He's my number one. But Tom fucking King is ruining my favorite character. He tells us it's going to get better. And every time I stay to get hit over the head with this shit over and over, no one cares about Kite Man. Catwoman was fucking there. She doesn't need to know what happened. And how the hell are all his villains there after a year? We're never going to find that out. We will never find out. I'm sick of getting lied and And we just found out from Tim Drake in Detective Comics that, you know, Batman, like, went a little over a year before he got his goddamn Robin. So where's Dick Grayson at right now? Yeah, where is he? Jim and Eric, you guys are my therapist, and you talk me out of my relationship with this man. So when Tom King learns to write Batman or when a new writer comes on, I'm done. I'm dropping my favorite character from my list. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It really is. And... I it's weird because I really did I love the I am Gotham I yeah, really good did arc. and then I am Suicide started and we were in we were I'm really full afraid in. to go back and reread that though no like knowing Tom King the way I do now maybe to see it'll be better it, maybe but then be again worse. I said I start looking back at Grayson which was my book of the year and I start seeing cracks in the exactly. goddamn paper and I'm afraid to go because... back and read I am Gotham because of this yeah I don't know that was that was good. the one arc that I really liked out of this pre-birth Batman run yep it was good though it, because we had a couple questions within three issues they were answered at, to a point where we were excited then it kind of and also he is on Twitter hinting that we will find out who and what and why of the buying powers will be so that is something that I've been yelling oh, about all these so yeah hopefully that's just not him saying stuff I just if you're gonna drop it because you don't like it, you know I, I do stress. Don't just listen to me and Eric. No. We're morons. But uh, you know if this and is the thing, Luis, this is his favorite character, and he doesn't like it. And I know that there's the defenders, uh, like oh, you know, Tomkins killing it. He's doing this and that and the other thing. And look at the sales and all. And look at that. Just I always sit there, and when I see Tom King, I want Rob Liefeld to get on Twitter again and start yelling like he did at Scott Snyder and saying, "Listen, buddy, it's not you. It's not it's Kite Man. It's it's Batman. You know, your book is the highest selling book because it's Batman. It will always be that." Now, saying that, last month the sales are—I I don't know how it's going to go. But Batman sales have not dipped under a hundred thousand in a long, long, long time, and it looks like it's heading that way. We're and getting to close. me, yeah, to me, that's a travesty. That should, you know, somebody should be paying for that. I don't know. But yeah, I think that Tom King. That. <laughs> I think Tom King has a free ride. He can do whatever he wants, and it seems like if you don't like what he's doing as an editor, he'll get you f- not fired, but re, you know. Sign what he called relocated. I was gonna say reevaluated. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, Eric. Why would I say that? And thank you, Luis. And it sucks. And yeah, it does it, suck. maybe again, maybe this shits and giggles ends this week. Maybe it's awesome. Maybe it's the greatest thing anybody's ever gonna read, and so it'll tie everything up. Maybe the next arc is gonna be stupendous. It can be. I look at Brian Hitch. Guy surprises me every two weeks, Eric. And he, I'll, you know, am I allowed to talk out of school here? No. Because he surprised me again. Chisanga's next. Chisanga says, sup, get fresh crew. 
Just have some things to say about the comics this week. I agree with everyone that getting rid of Tim's new 52 origin is for the best, as he was an unlikable douche who was a massive hypocrite, giving Batman and Dick shit for their methods and goes to do the same things to the Teen Titans. Hell, he made those Titans uh, learn how to take them down. Yeah, he, he was a dick. And that's it is funny. I don't see anybody upset about this. At all. You, you know, everybody's just like, thank God, let's just wipe the slate cleaner. I really hope Jarrell isn't the last Mr. Oz and is just a red herring, which we think he is. To the upcoming so. final issue of the war, jokes and riddles, nothing he will do bad will get top getting Kite Man's son killed, having sexy time with Catwoman as Deadshot and Destro kill people in the hundreds for a week. Maybe the Batwing wasn't inver- inverted then and then siding and funding the Riddler instead of taking taking both him and the Joker during their stupid dinner. You know what, I still Batman's don't even got know a lot of be regretful. I, yeah, who knows what's going on at that fucking dinner. Yeah, I'm telling you, you never saw any money change hands. I think that what he had, he had a, a billion, what was it, like $8 billion? It was a billion he dollars. It, he had it all on a goddamn string, and he pulled it back. Whoop! He pulled it all back. Nobody got the money. Actually, okay, I, I'm going to pay you in Bitcoin. I saw somebody, you know, a bunch of people laughing that what he thinks happened or they think happened is he gave the billion dollars to Riddler, who then gave it to Batman and Batman laughed, put it in his pocket and went they home. Paid all, he paid yeah. him off. Yep, that's what he did. He paid him off, and that's what he got, his money back. Also, do you guys agree that some panels of Batman Beyond this week made Barbara look like a man? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Some. It's almost all. And when she does end up looking like a woman, she looks like a very dumpy woman. It's that's just a, a it's, weird It's pretty look. much a dumpy dude with tits is what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Fucking knuckles my, got tits. My ears are burning, Eric. <laughs> oh, but that's it. That is it. That's the end of the mail, Eric. We're done with the mail. Thanks, everyone who mailed in, especially the last Luis and Chisanga. And we're going to go and finish up the podcast. What do you say? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another installment of Vermilion's Visions. Vermillionaire here, and this week, I'm going to be bringing you guys another request from Bad Touch Dr. Light. He hasn't led me astray thus far, so I'm going with his request again. Uh, This time, it's going to be The Valiant from Valiant Comics. Uh, It's a four-issue event-type book, uh, crossover event. Uh, I'm going to go with event. Uh, Written by Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent. Art by Paolo Rivera and Joe Rivera. Um, so this is actually my first real foray into the Valiant Comics universe, aside from a couple of issues of Bloodshot. So I really, I really appreciate the character intro page right at the start, so I can know just who I'm dealing with here. But uh, coming into this, I really don't know a whole lot about any of the characters. I know uh, in the Get Fresh Crew, um, a lot of people really love Exo Manowar, but I've never actually read that book. He does make some appearances in this. Um, but the main three characters that we're going to be dealing with here are the Eternal Warrior, Geomancer, and Bloodshot. And I'm just going to go ahead and read their descriptions straight from the book, um, as I think you know that's kind of the easiest way to introduce them to anybody that hasn't read 
uh, Valiant before. So for Eternal Warrior, it says, For 10,000 years, the Eternal Warrior has walked the face of Earth. A master of ancient and modern weaponry, he's sworn his life to defend the Geomancers, the long line of oracles born with the power to speak for the Earth itself. Uh, So then the Geomancer, uh, the latest in a line of enigmatic mystics guided by the Earth, Kay McHenry struggles in her new role as the Geomancer. And for Bloodshot, a nanite-infused soldier, Bloodshot was once used against his will as a weapon by Project Rising Spirit. While the rest of his past remains a mystery, he now fights on behalf of the U.S. and British governments. Uh, so those are the three, the three characters that uh, is the main that are the main focus of of this story here. But a bunch of other Valiant characters do make appearances and have roles to play, uh, just not quite as big of roles as those three. Uh, so just jumping right into the first issue, uh, it starts out with some narration from the Eternal Warrior, and it opens quote unquote a long time ago. A new Eternal Warrior is protecting the Geomancer of that time. Uh, but what we learn is, uh, but what we learn is known as the immortal enemy shows up uh, to fight. In this iteration of the immortal enemy, it appears as a giant bat creature. Um, its face peels away, kind of like like it opens up like the like the Demogorgon in Stranger Things. If anybody's seen that, uh, it's a good way to think about how its face opens up, and it reveals a skull face underneath um, that the main face, I guess you would call it. Um, it tells Eternal Warrior or Gilad, Giad, Giad. I'm going to go with Giad, uh, that he is a deathless abomination and that the law of decay cannot be broken. So Giad prepares to take on this massive beast, uh, but he's really just no match uh, for it as it gets inside of the temple where the Geomancer is hiding and rips Geomancer's head off. Uh, so then the immortal enemy taunts Giad with the severed head, asking, you know, should it keep the head or give it to Giad to remind him of his failure? The narration continues uh, from Giad as we see the immortal enemy change forms as it kills each and every new geomancer that's born. Um, so this immortal enemy, it reads people's fears and changes into a form that fits those fears or just the, the big fears of the time. Um, so every time... Uh, the immortal enemy returns and kills a new geomancer. It also scars Giad's face and causes an age of darkness throughout the land. Um, so moving forward to the current time, we see the current geomancer for the first time. Uh, like I said before, her name is Kay, uh, and she just found out, I'm taking it, that she's the geomancer. Um, and she isn't really thrilled to find that out. Uh, she's talking to Armstrong from the Archer and Armstrong book about the whole thing, but he tells her that she kind of just needs to deal with it, and that just because she's this guardian of the Earth now, she's still Kay as well. Uh, there's a really good transition here where Kay is telling Armstrong, you know, he should be dead because of all this alcohol and everything that he puts into his body, and he responds by saying, Kay, you're not the only one who's good at what they do. And that last part, the only one who's good at what they do, carries on to the next page where we see Bloodshot um, in the middle of the jungle taking on some agents of Project Rising Spirit, the group that put the nanites in his body and took his memories from him. Uh, but I just thought that was a cool transition, you know. You're not the only one that's good at what you do. And as that, as you're reading that, you're seeing Bloodshot, who's a who's a, mer- or a former mercenary, uh, probably the best at what he does, not to steal Wolverine's line there. Um, but there are a couple pages of Bloodshot just being a total badass, taking out everyone that stands in his way. 
uh, before he completes his mission of retrieving a package that MI6 has been tracking. Uh, Now we get to see the Geomancer using her powers. Her narration explains that every place on Earth has a voice that she can hear that talks to her, but lately that voice has been constantly calling out to her, asking for help. Uh, So she goes to Lyrum, Colorado uh, to address an issue with an oil extraction zone that's been causing a plague of cancer in the in the neighboring town. Uh, When she gets to the oil rig and starts to work on it, uh, vines start growing out of out of the ground and just destroying shit, taking out oil rigs, taking out pumps. And the guards, naturally, they see her waving her magic hands around light coming from her hands. Uh, They think that she's doing it. Uh, so they open fire on her, even though she's saying, no, no, it's not me, I'm not doing this, and a bullet hits her in the arm. As she runs away, we see Giad talking to Exo Manowar about needing his help, and Bloodshot saying he's going to need help getting the package out of the jungle. And the issue ends uh, with right next to where this oil rig is, uh, the immortal enemy crawling up out of the ground, ready to go after this new geomancer. Uh, So the rest of the story is just more balls-to-the-wall storytelling uh, that is exactly what I like out of events like this in in connected universes. Uh, There's a ton of action with a a bunch of different characters, while while Eternal Warrior, Geomancer, and Bloodshot are the three big players here. uh, Seeing Ninjak and Exo Manowar and Faith and Armstrong, uh, it was really cool to just see them and see how they played a role in this. Uh, the big bad was interesting in the way he works, you know, using people's psyche and fear to change forms and then incapacitate them and eventually kill them. Uh, using people's fears against them isn't exactly a new concept for a villain, but I really like the way that it was done here. Uh, the art looked incredible throughout, and you can always count on Jeff, Lema- Jeff Lemire to weave, you know, an interesting story and have some good dialogue. Now, I've never read any Matt Kent before this, so I don't want to pin it all on him. Uh, but there were some points where the dialogue seemed a bit, a little bit over the top, which isn't something I usually see from Lemire. Um, I'm not going to put that all on Kent. You know, it could just be, it could be both of them. Um, but, you know, those were rare inst- instances, just a couple of times that I noticed throughout. So not a huge deal breaker there. Uh, the only main issue I have with this event is that it seems to be, it seems to fundamentally change the character of Bloodshot. Now, keep in mind that I haven't really read much of any Valiant before this, so um, I don't really know the the details of Bloodshot as a character, but it just seems like, now I'm not going to spoil the ending here of what changes about him, but it seems like uh, he comes out of this book a changed character. The only thing that really in my mind saves that is that Jeff Lemire writes the Bloodshot book as well, so maybe it was something he had planned for a while, and this was just a way to enact that change. Um, but, you know, it's it's, it's all right. Um, that's something that, you know, I don't always like to see, but the fact that Jeff Lemire does write the Bloodshot book as well makes it a little bit better in my mind. Uh, but overall, I like the way the rest of the story plays out. Uh, the ending is pretty ambiguous, and it sets up a lot of different story possibilities moving forward. And, you know, there could even be a direct follow-up to this story if they eventually want to do one. So I appreciate that a lot out of an event, event book, you know. It is it's it is a contained story uh, that involves a lot of different people, but the ending, um, while being a while being an actual ending, there there's still a lot of different ways that that the different individual books could spin out of this, as well as a sequel to this. That's something I I really like in an event in an event book. 
I think that it's definitely a good book to read if you haven't read much or any Valiant stuff before, simply because you don't have to know the specific details of the characters, you know? It explains what it needs to explain, and it tells a good story around those characters. I, for one, really like the characters. Um, I'm not exactly sure where to go from here in terms of reading more about them. And it's not like I can't find any character I like and want to read about. It's more that I want to read about all of them, uh, which is a good problem to have because I think they all have the possibility of good stories moving forward. I think the problem of having too many characters that you want to read is better than having no characters that you want to read. Uh, so overall, you know, it's it's a pretty dark story, but I had a lot of fun reading it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I really like my introduction into the Valiant universe being right here. Uh, for what I was looking for from this book, it was great, and I enjoyed it a lot. So once again, bad touch, Dr. Light. You got me You got me hooked on a book. Um, I always love your recommendations. You have not led me wrong yet. Uh, so I'd have to give this as a trade, you know, as a complete story. I'd go... Probably like a 9.5 out of 10. I really, I really liked it that much. Um, just like I said, being contained, but also setting up different story possibilities moving forward. And like I said, for what I was looking for, which is a good intro into this universe, get me excited about these characters, let me get to know these characters a little bit. It did that really, really well. So for me, personally, I have to go 9.5 out of 10. There were just those couple small problems that I mentioned, but not hardly any at all. The art was great. I enjoyed the story, loved the characters. So pretty much that's all I can ask for in a comic. But, you know, that pretty much brings us to the end here. I'm not not real sure what I'm going to be digging into for you guys next week, but I'm sure I'll find something, something here over the next seven days. But... Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. I hope everyone has a great week. So I'm going to send it on back to Jim and Eric. Thanks, guys. I'm living my life as if I got powers And tonight I feel immortal I said tonight I feel All right, and we're here with the start of the last section of books. Uh, we're going to start with what used to be Batman Beyond, but is Batwomen Beyond. And that means Ooh. that we're here with Bat- Batwomen Beyond Mark. <laughs> <It's> now, <laughs> from now on, that is now your name uh, because we're going to lean heavy on you because you told me that you have a lot of things to say about this issue. You have some notes. I I hated it. Uh, I couldn't stand it. I have a lot it. of notes, but I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to actually write any of them down. So I have all of the relevant issues yes. open to the pages I need. Nice. But wow. I just, it's this issue. I have so many mixed feelings on it, yeah. except for one thing. 
And yeah. that one thing is something Dancing Mike brought up to me in the Slack chat, is that Roshak is in this issue. Yeah, Roshak, it issue. seems to be right, uh, uh, right in the beginning especially. to him as Barbara Gordon. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's his disguise. It's because yeah, Barbara, uh, Gordon, Barbara Gordon starts out and throughout this issue, especially at the beginning, you go three or four pages without realizing it's even a woman, let alone honestly, Barbara Gordon. I, it, didn't, it didn't occur to me that was Barbara Gordon yeah. it, it, until I was partway through the – I didn't think it was Roshak, but I didn't no. realize it was Barbara Gordon until the second page. Yeah. And I was like, that's Barbara Gordon? Yeah, it, it looks more like Guy Gardner Gordon, than Barbara look Gordon. Look at the cover. The, good, yeah. the cover has the good Barbara Gordon on it. Yeah. Well, uh, and uh, when Eric – Eric will be giving us the, the blurb, and basically from what I heard – this is – obviously, Steve Orlando has his name on it, but it's he is more of a mentor uh, in the writing duties. And most of the people on this book that actually did the, the heavy lifting of this book are people that were in that uh, – you know, the writers and art workshop mm-hmm. uh, of DC. And this, to me, seems like it may have been a, a project. That they yeah. did, and then we they do figured, have a you know consistent what? letterer, which is yeah. not something we always get on Batman yeah. Beyond yeah. these days. But so, yeah, uh, it looks like Vita Ayala and uh, Saya Ohm, uh, which Eric will say in a second. Uh, I think that this was a project that they did, and DC liked it enough to say, okay, you know, where y- you got to get this. And I know, guys, you know, it's a little rough. So, what we usually do with rough dialogue and shit, we send it to Steve Orlando because he fixes everything. Yeah. Uh, the non sense but uh eric give us the board it to brian talk. hitch yeah really I'd, I'd rather have that than steve orlando i'll tell you i'm not a huge fan but eric tell us what it's about batman beyond number 12 written by vidaia steve orlando with art by sia ohm dexter vines tony avena and travis lanham for this batman beyond interlude we see a story featuring max gibson barbara gordon and nissa the, uh, the Batgirl going up against drug dealers in Gotham. It doesn't make much sense in the continuity and does nothing overall for the Batman Beyond series besides for throw Batgirl Beyond into this continuity. Oh, well, you know, with no backstory. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And uh, the backstory is backstory from before, which uh, you said, Mark, you're going to talk maybe. about. It, maybe. But yeah. Maybe backstory from before. Because. Until- we don't know because well, yeah. the thing is that all of the things beyond... she references in this, all, like uh, all the things that any of them reference from this, uh, well, some of them like have references. Like at one point, she refers to uh, a gang, and we'll get to that when we get to that. That is a Batman Beyond gang, but the other stuff, it's it's not even referring to stuff that happened in the the last issue, and we see none of it. So we don't know. Even the costume is slightly altered. Not that I, I dislike everything it, actually, I like took the update, from. But... While I wasn't reading the Batman Beyond Digital first book where she had her big three-part, you know, arc, you know, Batgirl Beyond, this seems like it takes place after that, which was not in this continuity. So just throwing her out here like this, it just really just, like, you know, please set it up because I would like a Batgirl Beyond in this continuity, but you got to set it up. You have to earn that. You can't just say, all right, here's Batgirl because, you know, she survived the Brother Eye invasion with a throwaway line like that. Two of them. Yeah, yeah. two of them, not just one. Well, and yeah, no, and I, I completely agree. Eric, and the thing is, uh, you have this thrown in okay. here, and I don't think that anybody's going to tell us different that the next issue is the Bernard Chang art and writing issue, if I'm not mistaken. The you it know is, Batman Beyond Thirteen. Set, it is set during that six months where Terry did nothing. Yeah, Good so job. I think he did something. Yeah, I think that basically Shrug. that was delayed. 
and they they wanted that to be and they just threw this out i'm telling you i think that this was something that was sitting around from that workshop and they just were like oh fuck it we'll use this because even if it makes sense even if it makes sense a hundred percent which it doesn't uh it still is an issue that does nothing for the series and no. just throws it in there for no reason when the series if this isn't like the series has been going gangbusters you know over and over where we're like oh my god we needed a break who we you know that whole demon's head thing oh that was really crazy and just well, that I mean, the whole the batman yeah. beyond subreddit would disagree with you yeah well, they can go <sighs> they were eating it, it up that's what i say the, what this issue or everything no, uh, demon head. everything everything okay. especially the demon's head i'll just say it now i've been yelling all goddamn podcast it's garbage it starts off right away. I, I'm telling you, I, I got one panel in because they're there. <laughs> we, we, we've had all this goddamn p- people upset. Uh, you know, oh my god, the whole world—it's in shambles. You get uh, a fucking hockey game going on that yeah. night with the Mammoth City Mastodon. We don't Apparently even know that Mammoth any city, city New Jersey survived. Yes, we don't even know who survived, and they're having a hockey game. The last time we saw Metropolis in the last series, it was completely and utterly destroyed. I mean, like was, you know, everything else town. in the world, but it now it was rebuilt into a shanty town. We, and that, we that are was the back up with hockey yeah. teams. Yeah, how so, how uh, much? How many people are in this subreddit? Because I hope that there's more so that somebody could buy this book. I don't, where where I don't are they know. when I they avoid it? I avoid it. Where are they when they plop the money down? Because nobody's buying this. And, and you have people who, you, Mark, and Dancing Mike, and Eric, who are fans, and then basically they get held hostage this month. This might as well have been an annual. Because Actually, it, I was going to bring up the sales for this. So uh, the cover, which is I, I usually hate, but with the, the woman written on it, yeah. Uh, it reminded me of something, so I went back through some of my old comics from uh, Secret Wars, uh, the uh, what was it, the uh, X-Men 92. Okay. Uh, so they released a bunch of those when they re- initially did it. They had editor's notes all over it. Oh, really? In red. In red, with a slight uh, shadow underneath it. Kind of like on this cover. So, honestly, I feel like that this, that the woman on it, written like that, I... I would be willing to bet that it was the editor going in last minute. So a bunch of people at the comic shop I was at when I picked up my <laughs> physical copy, they they were buying them all up because they thought there'd been a misprint. Really? I'm not kidding. They thought that there had been a misprint. So they were buying it to be able to sell it later. <laughs> because of the cover. I'm I'm not kidding. You talk, I'm reading the Batman Beyond Reddit <laughs> Right? I'm, I'm reading these right? people here about their it's love of this shirt. book. For, uh, for all I see is people term, like, it, it's so great. Oh, why is it great? It is. There you go. That's why. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, we start this issue off with Barbara Gordon getting, you know, taken down while she's investigating something. Or Rorschach, whoever you want. It does not look like a woman to me. But when we get back to the Batcave where, you know, we have Matt and uh, Max is hanging out because Bruce and Terry are in Tibet going after Rachel Gould. And immediately, I'm like, God Damn it! How we were fucking two pages in. That's where it stopped you. It started to stop me because freaking immediately we just dealt with the demon's head thing. Now I could, I was trying to figure this out in my head where, you know, so maybe I. this is Max and Matt during the freaking last arc at some point where you know Bruce and Terry are going after Rachel Go, who they thought was Rachel Go, but it was Damian Wayne, even though they knew it was Damian going in. It was a weird thing because I'm trying to make this work because we already know that Raish is dead in this continuity. Damien is in charge of the League of Assassins. But then I thought to myself, 
even if I stretched it, that doesn't make sense either because fucking Barbara Gordon was fucking yep. really hurt by the League of Assassins. So she's not out and about doing goddamn and drug she, dealer she investigations. Was on her way to the hospital. She was ta- she was with the group going to the hospital with a QRA because she was also injured. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's there's yeah. Just nothing in this that makes sense. It doesn't sense. make sense. Uh, keep going, Eric. Keep All going. Right. But no, we, we, we get Nissa thrown in, who like we find out lives in the worst part of Gotham, like the worst yeah. inner district of Gotham in the freaking uh, was a crown point. The point. And she's like, please Eric. don't come down here. Freaking yeah. uh, the Batman. I don't, don't mind come this part. Here. This part actually, once you get into this, actually, it's okay. This page was, yeah. was good, but uh, the defender, the, dialogue the defender kills call out was uh, that's a game from eight. That's an arcade game from. Yeah, 81. I know. I, mean, I yes, actually was like defender. At least These go Defender Two. Great yeah. but really, that's that's <laughs> Defender. I know. Like, Defender Are things so bad that they're going to the arcade? Yeah, well, they're called that and Missile Command. They, that they're the big and asteroids. I they're mean, big classics, fans of them. Classics are classics, and they're gonna hold yes, up for yes, that is true. I, I'm telling you, Defender Two. I would have went with, but it's imagine it's almost like that freaking Back to the Future, like the cafe '80s they went to, where freaking yeah. Wild Gunman was the arcade game. Like, what's going on with this? This is all oh, the rage, everybody. Like, everybody's going through these freaking retro places when the world wasn't shit, and they're playing these arcade games, which they do not hold up. Now, again, you have this, and it's just a funny deal because they're, they're still trying to put the world together, and everybody has enough free time to just go play Defender. It's yeah. just nonsense. After it, the world all, exploded, basically. Yeah, this is just nonsense. It's complete nonsense. This does, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't care if this ties in fully. It's To me, the dialogue is just overbearing. Uh, the way that things are spelled out between Nyssa and Max, I, I don't like it. Plus, the whole shout out of, oh, you know what? Batman. And and you know Terry, they're off chasing Rasha Ghoul. You know, I'm like, okay, He's dead. whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It just you could. I mean, honestly, me. if you'd, you might have been able to work it if they said that, like, uh, they'll, you know, they'll be back soon yeah. or by morning, something. Yeah, something because they were, uh, you know, at the point Max and and uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, they, Matt, were, they were helping out. They yeah, were they were helping. helping. That's my point. That's my biggest problem. Is they're like, oh, they're off going race. No, you guys were fully involved in that. We just saw it. It just ended, and, and you guys is, were there. If you try to make that work that way, because they weren't going after Rachel Gore, they were going after no, Damian they weren't, Wayne. and that would mean like oh, yeah, because at that point they knew it was Damien. Yeah, 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 because they knew. So that that it throws everything out. If this would have been like this happened in the day as they went you can you can fudge it in a bit i tried but even with barbara gordon being out but barbara about, gordon being out it doesn't yeah, it throws it off everything is out it just the tried. First page makes no sense i'm just throwing that out there yeah yeah <laughs> it just we are three pages out. in by the way folks yes and and as you're just going and again just this if this was an annual and it said in have a spell out like in a time that may not have been i know it would drive us nuts but it, they want to continue here this batgirl beyond stuff and they're trying to force it in if you don't force it in and just have it as a you know an anthology book that you had stories in say if it was the workshop and this was thrown in don't even throw in you know all this batman beyond current continuity don't try to force it in i think this would have been an okay story it, it would have been decent enough Agreed. that People might have read it and said, oh, you know what? It's a shame that we don't have Batgirl in the Batman Beyond book right now. Maybe they'll force it. But everything trying to force it in just makes it so off. 
And then because of that, it just goes nowhere. You know, they're chasing this whole thing with this drugs and all that where you have this dialogue of, oh, man, you know, that teacher, he was pushing. And, you know, that, that's dregs. And, that. and I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. Honestly, it's a really good and and it shows a lot of potential if it was a first draft. I, if, yeah. I, if this was a first draft and I read it, I'd be like, this is great. Let's work on yeah, it. Yeah, let's work on it. Let's work like, on no, no, some it'd be, stuff. It'd be like, I love everywhere you're going. Let's yeah. get this polished up. Yeah, let's say because yeah, it is not polished, and no, you know, it I is do an like excellent first draft. But, and and the problem and, I have yeah, is, do you expect Nissa to be full out in every issue going forward? Do you no. expect her to even show up? That my That's problem. That's why she ended the the, yes. the run of Batman Beyond. She was on. She was an ending piece to it, where the the writers came up with this really cool idea and they pitched it to them, and they're like, you know what? Let's tack this on the end of that run. That runs yeah, about yeah. the end, which was ending because uh, Kyle Higgins was just starting to yeah. was going to be picking up the the next run. But it was like, okay, let's do this let's and do let's that. just tack it on there because it's cool. This, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The the biggest problem I have because of that, she's dealing with Max here, who is going to continue in the book. She is a yeah. part yeah. of this book. We see her all the time. Even if she isn't a major player, she is in pretty much every issue. She is with Matt, who is a very important part. So with her going forward in this book, all you're going to keep thinking of, why isn't she calling Nissa? Anything that happens now, somebody's going to be like, why doesn't she call Batgirl? Why doesn't she call Batgirl? Maybe if the book continues, which I don't think it will, and also I think that you have hit on uh, you know the nail right there of how they threw Nissa in at the end of the, the one run. I think that's kind of what this is as well. They had this story around. They needed something to throw in, and by it now— It wouldn't surprise me if, if originally this was going to be the end of the run, yeah. and then they made the decision kind of like yeah, what, what you we said need before, some time. that we need to— yeah. We're not editing anything until we finished uh, like a metal— yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah, say even this, that, God like, forbid, got, Doomsday Clock. Yeah. When we um, got done talking last month about the last issue, it said the end, and it really seemed like it was supposed to be the end of the yeah, series. Yeah, I actually that think point, that this series this was off. saved a little. I think that it was saved, and now they're scrambling to put it some was, things together. The, because, the yeah. rate it was declining slowed down because less people were dropping it because of the whole... Well, yeah, and, and even thing. then, what what are the sales from last last month? Yeah, you said you had the sales. Uh, they're yeah. still above the, the 20,000. Okay, so they they but they are going down. So that actually shocks yeah. me that it's that much because if it's oh, that I was, much, I was it'll... shocked that this had that this was doing better than uh oh I can't remember now. But there's it's a probably doing of... better than Batgirl Birds of Prey because that's under well, twenty. Yes. So that uh, there's, that's there's actually a bunch shocking. of books that I really liked that I was like, how how is this beating this? Yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy, but. I guess people love, you know, Batman Beyond, but yeah, I, I guess we have to keep talking about this issue yeah, but, because yeah. I mean, yeah, I can go, go off back. on another like tangent if you want. No, well, Eric, no. What, what goes next? <laughs> See, now Max and Matt, they get a distress like beacon from Barbara Gordon, who we have seen got knocked out. Now she's being held by the drug dealer, so Max, you know, Batman's out of the picture for this stuff, uh, like you know, tonight or the week, whatever. Yeah, she has to go and freaking put on a freaking high collared goddamn and like jacket Matt, to try to like cover her mouth a bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. She she has to just go out. I, I'm like, this is the worst disguise ever. You have the freaking most prominent hair of oh, anybody next to Harper Row. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'm it was just lying. chilly. I figured it was just cold out. Yeah, but she she meets her up hair's with, not even covered. No, she meets up with Nissa, 
and they decide yeah. to have a team up to save Barbara Gordon because they both love Barbara Gordon. And right. that's when we have this big reveal that the drug dealers who are behind this whole, like, you know, pushing and crown point and everything like that, Flass is behind it, who I have to imagine is the son of, you know, Commissioner Gordon's first partner when he moved to Gotham, Flass's son. Yeah. So that's we have really this whole connection. It's a pure reference. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. You th- the name and Flass, they're bad cops. They're, yeah. they're all bad cops. And, and can so we that... point out that at this point, that there's probably not a lot of cops? I mean, the, the biggest, no. co- I mean, I guess, uh, Mammoth City's fine, but uh, <laughs> Mammoth I mean, City's uh, all think great. About, think, about how many, how, think about how many train cops have survived, and think about how many more detectives. That yeah. is probably at least three fourths of all of the, of the, of the whole thing. They're dirty the, cops on yeah. the entire planet. Yeah, yeah, but that's a, that's the rogue. problem. You go through this issue. You're if you're if this is the first thing you're like, oh man, I'm a Batgirl fan. Oh, Batgirl Beyond. I I, I want to check this out. You would never get the idea that this is a post-apocalyptic kind of world going on, no, a world rebuilding for, like, itself. Barbara Gordon's thrown out dialogue at the one point. Oh, yeah, it's just thrown out. I don't. I didn't know what happened to you after the Brother Iron yeah, Invasion. Yeah. But even then, they'd be like, oh, that must not have been that bad of an invasion. Look at these oh, guys. They're, they they're all good. they didn't show us, which yeah. would have been a cool thing. Just a two, like two panels showing her like beginning history, uh, just how she survived the both the initial invasion, the attack on the city afterwards. Yeah, uh, maybe even a reference up. to the other piece. Just set, uh, I'm just going that up. Spellbinder had her. That's uh, just oh, what right. happened. <laughs> Spellbinder. Didn't Spellbinder have. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anybody who shows up in this, I'm just going to think that Spellbinder had them. So it just, yeah, you go. And like you said, there's these dirty cops. Uh, they're doing the drug dealing. Again, that's a horrible thing, but it's not in a Batman Beyond world. It's not that important going on yeah. here. Uh, the the whole it's thing where. It's fine for a street level hero. Honestly, yeah, yeah. it's a story for a street level hero. It's fine. And yeah, it's only it Crown Point. Nobody gives a shit about Crown yeah. Point. Bunch of dregs down there. <laughs> yeah, those dregs. But luckily, uh, you know, Max and Nissa, they have the memories of Zatanna to, to Which, lead them. Which, by the them. way, since Max is about probably in t- 20 at most, yeah. maybe 21, uh, and saw Zatanna's last show, she yeah. aged really well. Yeah, she did. Oh, magic, yeah, baby. it's ridiculous. Like, uh, she saw her. It's ridiculous. Well, it, it's, <laughs> not, it's, not, it's not that crazy that she saw her. The fact that she looks exactly like her current continuity piece yeah. it's like okay yes. um yeah you yep, look you younger than you currently do yes so and what, that's what's what the gives backwards me. magic phrase for stay young forever there you that's go it. i just said it it didn't work on you i saw you yesterday it didn't, didn't work on you either no well, it did it only not start affecting right now yes uh, that is true so we're only gonna stay i'm only gonna stay this oh, no. age i'm screwed <laughs> I'm screwed. But yeah, they go and they stop the dirty cops. They they get Barbara Gordon out. And what else is there? I they, keep... they use a hologram thing that I'm yeah. still trying to, to figure don't... out. So the, the hologram went over to the, the braces and then she hacked into the braces from up on the roof. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, the fight went on. Barbara looked more and more like Rorschach as the, the issue yeah. went on. Um, uh, Max used a bazooka that shoots out uh, a net. I guess I don't know when she brought that because <laughs> yeah, we saw her running know. around before with no bazooka. Else. Yeah, yeah. Um, no bazooka. There's a couple. There's a like a one-liner in here that's okay at best, and then Batgirl beats the bad guy. Yep. 
that's and then ends with basically hey you know we might want to get a hold of each other later and you know this is a communicator you know think about becoming you know teaming up the three of us me you and this is max saying it me you and barbara we could do a lot of good together without batman riding shotgun i'm like you're saying this in the Batman book. Like, when are we going to have time for this? And I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see that. I, do you? Do you really want to see this going forward? If it no. had a better writer, like, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't know, maybe a, a Kyle Higgins doing maybe, like a yes. Birds of Prey Beyond actually would be amazing. That, that would be um, pretty cool. But again, you know, you're, you're asking for a, you know, or, yeah. Book you're gonna get i don't know that this saying. book is gonna spawn a a side book it's not Ooh, like yeah. you said it's selling better than i think uh, that i thought but it's not you know selling that much that it needs another book from it uh i don't know maybe they're trying to set up something that if this does get canceled it can go forward as something else but, I, it's, I, it's but why this setup because they don't give us any backstory about this goddamn background yes barbara gordon we have this forced connection like this like after max you know gives her the whole thing like we might be able to get a hold of each other later on and she and it takes off but barbara comes out she disappeared and i couldn't tell her like i couldn't see if she was okay she must think i didn't care i'm like as far as anybody knows, you you guys just fucking met because we've never seen you in this goddamn herd in this continuity, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And a lot of people are probably gonna be like, "Oh my god, are we gonna see the background from them?" No. Like, it's like you oh go back god. and read that digital first comic, then you'll get it. But it doesn't no, matter. No, I I, this. I saw people reviewing it or like, oh, this is awesome. Three three women in this comic that haven't gotten enough uh, play recently. Recently. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, that, that's fair. Barbara Gordon hasn't been that much in this particular run. She was a lot in the last run. Yeah, recently. She was basically a main character. Yeah. You you read these people's reviews, though. This is the first book they've reviewed of this or the new 52 that this well, came from. Well, because there's the hype. The, and I'm using air quotes yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. hype for it. Just like there was for the for the Batgirl. Like, there's a ton of reviews for that Batgirl uh, beyond the physical issue, at least. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that made sense. But this one? Yeah. It also made sense because it was the end of the run. People always yeah. jump on at the end when they get a hold of that whole thing. Just give that last deal of you know giving it the sayonara. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the art is, besides Barbara, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Barbara, though, just... Any time... Can... Oh, sorry. You can go. I'm just any, saying. Anytime Nissa, and I mean Nissa, Batgirl, Beyond is on there, it, her character looks great. Even yeah. when she's with her friends, her friends honestly look like garbage, but she looks great, which is really awkward to look at because, I mean, it makes it the focal point of the page. But it's like, why is everything around her so ugly while she has so much detail and looks well, that's great? That's how pretty yeah. people actually, you know, maintain their prettiness. They hang out with ugly true. people to make themselves and, look better. And she looks great through the entire issue. Like, every time I would flip through, I was like, oh, awesome. She looks awesome. It's a shame everything else around her looks like garbage. Yeah. That's weird. I'm looking at the reviews right now, and it's actually the lowest amount of reviews from uh, since issue number really? six. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, and uh, it's actually reviewed more than I thought. It's uh, This one has ten reviews. Most of them have been getting uh, twelve. Uh, issue six had ten. Then before that, you had like six. Well, a lot of people nine. probably thought it was over because it said the yeah. end. Yeah, maybe it, it might have been. Now I just want to know when the fuck are we going to get back to the Joker? Yeah. <laughs> Something that uh, honestly, actually seemed interesting. Honestly, I, I think that's where uh, 
Jurgens is going to be picking up because when I went back and I looked through to. all the stuff for that review pe- or for that uh, timeline thing I did, yeah, yeah. I realized not reading issue to issue, but reading the entire arcs, he actually set up a lot of stuff. He even set up yeah. the like uh, Micron being like stabbed in the arm, which I guess he could use as the excuse for the implanting of the psychological thing, whatever. He actually yeah. set up all all of his uh, following arcs in in the previous one to his credit. Okay. It's a shame <laughs> about the main writing, but yeah, he's actually yeah. pretty good about setting this stuff up. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was if that was the next thing. Well, uh, they better Hopefully. get to it quick. You would think, but like we said, actually the sales are a little better than I thought. So maybe it isn't right? on the you know. Every time I read it, I think, boy, this seems to like be getting towards that it's it's canceled, but it doesn't seem to be. So we'll see how it goes. I do think coming up in like February or March, we're going to see a bunch of books canceled. Maybe this one will survive. Though it's, it, I mean, there's too Rorschach many issues, in it, so it's entirely possible that, that is true. It might make it to the end of metal. Yes, or not metal, and, uh, and I'm uh, looking. Tuesday actually, Fox. the last solicited one is just part two of of an arc. So we'll see how, yeah. that, and that invo- involves the Royal Flush Gang. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But I don't know. Anything else you want to say? Uh, about it? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, after rereading like the the stuff, like the the run that the original Batgirl Beyond was. Uh, from yeah the entire run actually had a lot to do with max and you you might recognize uh some of the names from this like uh her kind of finding out and kind of infiltrating this hacker group called uh undercloud which ended up in higgins or in the uh yeah higgins run whoever did the uh uh let's see it's the uh I don't have it in front of me. Dang it. Uh, whoever did the uh, Justice League Beyond 2.0. She okay. was it was, uh, Christo, was It's Christos Gage. He did yep. that. He yeah. was uh, – they were really instrumental in fighting off yeah. – and or buying time during the whole Brainiac thing. So it's like that yeah. paid off. But like that entire run was about that. And it, the, the end of the run just before the back row Beyond stuff was about that. And she even expressed like she wants to be able to help more. So having her when they're away or unavailable – Coming out here coming and then out meeting Issa. Help. If this ha- if this if this had been for this previous run and been the next issue, I don't after it, I don't think it would have been as good. But it would have made perfect sense and it would have yeah. worked really well because it would have wrapped up the thing that had been going on the entire run of the series and this new character who you just introduced, and it would have meshed really well and been a very satisfying end. Yeah. yeah as opposed um, to the kind of abrupt end we got. Yeah. Yeah, because I just again, it just I mean, he seems needs some like but... yeah, we're just never going to get back to it. And if yeah. the book lasts another year, maybe we will. Maybe this will be one of those any time that they want to have or somebody needs a break. Or do an annual finally. Yeah, this they'll call Vita Ayea and uh, Saya Ohm and say, you know what, go back to it, give us another story, and we'll throw that in. And it may be one of those that you end up getting. I'm saying if this book ended up with 200 issues, you may end up getting a full story in four years or something yeah. like that but i just don't see that happening honestly i'd prefer if they went back to scott peterson who wrote the yeah. original but that's, that's just me yeah i i don't i just i think that one of the things too that they're having they're gonna have problems with is you do have like you said you have metal you have all these things and because this book is the only one that's in this future like this it kind of gets a little funky. You, you got to oh, yeah. figure things out. And, you know, 
things have to make sense, but they're not going to go to, a, say, a Scott Snyder who says, oh, you know what, I'm going to do this in metal. Nobody's going to go and say, wait a second, Dan Jurgen set this up in Batman Beyond so you can't do it. That's not happening. So no. you, you, you end up where this is the book that's going to take the fall for it. I do think eventually with these events coming, uh, metal already going, but the doomsday clock and all that, you, you're going to start getting things that are going to get a little funky, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, the big thing that I wanted to talk to you right before we left is that in the end of Detective Comics this week, you did see a future Tim Drake, and this was the perfect yeah. opportunity to make it I was from this. Bring that up. It I was, was so I was, upsetting. I was, exp- I was hoping it was because e- even future Tim could say he's Batman. Yeah, there, there yeah. Would, that would yep. actually work. Yeah, because it, it set up. It was set up a hundred percent perfect it for it to be that perfectly. And yeah. I, I read the issue and I was like, "Oh come on, yeah, oh, come on, this is perfect." Yeah, Finally it's such a off. setup. Yep, and then nothing. And, and he has and the wrong suit that was on. The only reason that this, like, that this book was still around was yeah, because was it was because somehow going to tie yeah. I, I was, I was it like it doesn't it's seem no it still may all of a sudden they'll because open up a door future tip yeah. or futures and timeline tip. yeah yeah that's maybe they'll that's open up a door and they'll come flying out on that motorcycle do pop oh, my guess is kill him. honestly <laughs> my guess is they're going to just promptly kill him off like yeah that would be funny. Off. He comes out like, on the motorcycle and then crashes and dies. And may, and basically, yeah, no, it's a, they're going to promptly kill him off, and it's going to be like, oh, that's such a shame. It's not like he didn't go through like three Armageddons and survive, yeah. and now yeah. he dies to something stupid. He dies yeah. coming out on his motorcycle, gets eaten by doing. <laughs> he survived the bombings in be Paris. It'd be he so great. Uh, yeah. He survived the events of Future's End. He survived, uh, you know. Killing another version of Brother Eye. He survived yep. fighting the Justice. All this Doomsday stuff. Doomsday just he runs right into his freaking cell and all the rubble the collapses Doomsday on him. Doomsday just eats him. No, it's, it's going to be maybe not <laughs> like that. But if he shows up, it's going to be something that stupid. Yeah. Or in like 10 years in a crisis event, they're going to just bring him up and be like, this yeah. is what we've been planning for a decade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I legitimately like. I'm like, oh my god. Do. I mean, that's the kind of stuff they do for uh, everything besides uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah. Like, I just, they, I thought like, it was gonna be mysteriously. Let's grab him. I thought it was gonna be this Tim, and like you said, I thought that he was just gonna die within two seconds. There was a, there was a solicit at one point that said that Tim was gonna have to choose between saving everybody else yep. or himself. Or himself. And I was like, if that's future, if that's, if that's futures and Tim. That works, yeah. and that was clever play of yeah. Work, or oh yeah. yeah, I thought I still think that that's Perfect. what they're going with. It's just not futures and Tim, but he yeah, can't, he can't save everybody. Well, so he he saves yeah. his future self who can. Yeah, well, uh, I'm telling you, Eric thinks that there's going to be more than one Tim, so maybe we'll still get once again. If they if if he shows up there and it's it's a it's a it, there's more than one Tim like you're saying and stuff like that, that's fine, but. But it's kind of my problem also with this issue. What you what you've built up, what you've earned. Yeah. They earned like uh, futures and team earned that reveal. Granted, they could have something cooler later on. And if if that's the case, I completely take back what I'm saying here. That they earned that. Like that's the problem with Max in this issue. From the run that this should have been part of, she would have earned going out in the field. Yeah. Yeah. But she, yeah. in this run, she didn't. In this run, she was in a coma. Until they decided to make her uh, that Nora, Nora, who should have probably been Dana in the first place, but that, that's not the point. But that that was earned, yeah. just like 
it should have been Max really in this issue because he's they've been building up to it and he would have earned being a right. Robin beyond. Well, and he's not yet, but we'll see. But we'll see. What did you give it? Oh, no, he will never be. No, I, I don't know. Who knows what's help. going on never. here? Yes. I hope what, what did you give it there? I gave it a fuck you five. The story has no place in this continuity and does nothing for anything. It just throws things out there and it will confuse readers. Actually, I don't even know if it will confuse it. They just might take it for what it is. Like, all right, Batgirl Beyond, she's in there. But it makes no sense with if you've been following the story along and care about it. It Nothing in this issue makes any sense. I thought the dialogue was terrible. And the art, you know, like you said, Barbara Gordon looked like a man the entire goddamn time. So... I did not like this issue at all. I give it a fuck you five, too, just because it, it just did nothing for me. I Like I said, even if it was in the continuity 100%, it just – and again, I say it every time we talk about it. I'm not that invested in the book. It's not my book like it is Mark's, but even so, I have to read it and talk about it, and it just – I started reading it, and I just was not interested at all with what was going on. And knowing the circumstances and knowing how it didn't even seem to fit and then having at the end, you know what? Looks like we're going to be a team. Uh, yeah, right. I just It made me roll my eyes and just go, so fuck you. Five, what do you give it, Mark? Uh, I, I always try to avoid giving it giving it that five, <laughs> but uh, trifecta this month. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I, I mean, as I said before, the only good thing in this entire issue is Batgirl. Her, she has the yeah. best writing. That's not saying much, but she does have a couple good lines. Every single time that she is on panel, whether in costume or not, she looks great. It's a shame about everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Except for yeah. Flask. He actually looks not bad. Yeah, he but, looks okay. But, the, but I mean, and honestly, the issue <laughs> focuses more on Max. It focuses more on Max. Which, yeah, it as does. I said before, would have made sense if it was in the other run that was honestly about her. About her, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a shame. But and and Max only get or Matt only gets like four panels, which is a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, next next month we what get to go to the Bernard Chang art and uh, uh you know freaking writing issues so we'll see how that is because i don't think that that's gonna honestly you said after it, the debacle uh, after the debacle of this issue because i was really looking forward to it like i yeah. after a while i'd stopped giving my hopes up but with this i was like this now has potential yeah. this could work at this point my my expectations are so low yeah honestly the only reason that this i'm even giving it that five is because i loved everything with the the back girl art and, okay. and her character otherwise i probably would have given it significantly lower just because it would have deserved that but yeah well we'll be back to support. talk to you with that next month and we'll see uh hopefully i when we get the review copies because we're we're doing this podcast i send them to you and i just i mm -hmm. pray to god every time that i send it to you and then you get back to me like a day later and like this is awesome it fixes everything eric's gonna oh, I love, would love this that. i would love that and it you never know how happens. You can fix everything. You know, you can fix everything. Give Kyle Higgins an issue. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. He did yeah, it with all that. the problems with uh. I'm telling you, I think they just need to reboot it again and and start with just Terry. Don't have any Tim and just go from. Well, just get rid just, of the Brother Eye invasion because that yeah, really that's what I'm saying. Just reboot everything. all of it. Just reboot it. Go from the deal. Uh, or just abandon this and put yeah. uh, put another digital first thing yeah, I'd in, love uh, it. on Earth Twelve. Where, yeah. where they've, they've been really successful. Yeah, you could Things just do that, and that would make sure sense cool. completely right off the bat. You're on Earth-12, go with it. But, yeah, we'll see. But we're going to go off. I thank you, Mark, for joining thank us you, again. Now me Thanks and Eric get to go talk to bl about Blue Beetle. <laughs> it's not going to get much so better fun. then. 
<laughs> so sorry. we'll be back in a second. All right, Eric. Now we are going to finish up this here podcast with what book? Blue Beetle number 13, written by Keith Githam with J.M.D. Mateus, with art by Scott Collins, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Josh Reed. Say so long to this creative team because this is their last issue, and for that, they've decided to give us a Justice League 3001 story, or really just a snippet of one. All said and done, Jaime and Terry travel to the future where they battle possessed legionnaires before being transported to Lady Sticks, who tells us that not only is she Terry Magnus's mother, but she's also Brenda's Aunt Amparo, better known as La Dama in this time, in his time. Yeah. After that, they're sent, sent back, Jaime goes on a date, and it seems that everything was wiped from his memory. Yeah, it's weird. I get the idea because we thought this is Giffen, DiMatteis, and Collins' last issue. And we have dealt with Keith Giffen and his endings to a lot of comics. I'm telling you, a lot. I actually think – I don't know about you. I think the sheen has worn off Mr. Giffen. And I don't think we're going to see him as much as we did. At one point, he was getting a lot of books. And unfortunately, whether it's because of his abilities or just because he loves these quirky characters and side things. nobody else does. No. And, I mean, we're talking Threshold, Lars Fleece. Like, it, the list goes on and on. It Justice just goes League 3000. That Justice League 3000, 3001. Then this. I mean, all of his books, they never seem to last. And he has the ability that we said before. He writes a great final issue because most it's of the a time, issue. yeah, most of the time it's a fuck you issue where you have, you know, he breaks the fourth wall eight hundred times. He basically has, you know, things die off and things like that. J.M.D. Mateus is here, I think, to hold him back on that a bit because you do have this. But again, like we just said in Batman Beyond with Mark, this is another one of those issues of out of nowhere. If you're reading Blue Beetle, you're not getting much of a Blue Beetle issue here. Not you're getting all. a Justice League 3001 issue. Now, that that it got canceled back in the DCYOU you know, deal, and it really didn't finish. It actually finished pretty much – uh, with you know the characters in this book that we're going to deal with with uh, Terry and I always forget Tina. her name and Tina. Why do I always forget Tina? Terry oh, no. and Tina getting sent back into the past, and that's where they are here. I actually think that the, all this issue is is that they are still not getting a lot of you know messages and things about oh man you brought terry and tina into this i think that they still think that most people reading it and i do believe most people reading this blue beetle have no idea no who terry and tina are that's all i think this issue was for i think this issue because it does not end the story of justice league 3001 basically just goes back to the minute that they left just to continue on. Now, the weird thing is, is like I said, when this was going on in the Just League 3001, what happened at the end was you had Lady Sticks, who it was already spelled out clearly was Terry's mom. Yeah, so that I is know. not I a reveal. That, yeah, that is not a reveal here. That's something that if you were. <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of was to me because I forgot, but that was revealed. But Everybody when Everybody forgot. Well, nobody knew. But, yeah, you have it where you had Lady Sticks sending uh, Terry and Tina 
back in the past. And saying that they were doing it, oh, I'm going to hide her away. It was almost like these are the two characters that Giffen and Demetrius thought maybe they could work with them later. So they sent them back to our time, and obviously they showed up in Blue Beetle. The weird thing about it is right where they disappeared, when they go back here, not one person asked about Tina. They, they nope. don't even ask. She's not there. And it would have been like it should be like she just disappeared and nobody nobody cares. But they do a good job. If you do go back to that last issue, I think it only had 12 issues, Just League 3001. Uh, it, it's a pretty good thing where you jump into this and they are – they were fighting on Themyscira. They were fighting on Paradise Island. All shit was going, you know, bonkers. The problem about this is nobody, you know, that didn't read that, I don't even know what they would think is going on. And they may the, – the worst is they may – be interested in some of these crazy characters. You know what I mean? You like see these characters and go, man, who's that? Oh, who's that? What's going on? But you were never going to find out. You, you're Guy never going to get more a woman them. crazy. Yeah, Guy, Gal Gardner, we, we yeah. called her, and, and all this stuff. If you actually are like, okay, this is pretty cool. There's not even a real good call out to tell you to go back and read Just League 3000 no. and 3001. It's so very odd that they're using this. And as I'm going on, me and you both talked about we thought, okay, you know what? This this is their last issue. Chris Sabella will be taking over next month. He'll have his first issue. So I thought to myself, okay, you know what? This has really been getting a little Terry heavy, you know, right. Terry and Tina heavy. Nobody wants these. They're their characters. Chris Sabella is not going to want these characters. So this makes complete sense that you're going to send those two into their time. Send them even, back to the future. Yeah, yeah, back to the future. Even if Jaime's with them. You get Jaime back out. You send him back to his past then, and now we can kind of rest. And and it doesn't end anything. It doesn't tie up anything. But you get these characters out of place so Chris Sabella doesn't have to deal with them. And they make it already funky because Tina doesn't even go. And then at the end, Terry comes back. Not only even that, the whole thing, because that's what I really thought this issue was going to be about, just getting Terry and Tina out of But the whole idea, you know, we go back to the future. Jaime's thrown in this whole battle. He has has no idea what's going on. But Basically fights Wonder Woman through the whole thing, which they're both good guys and but the thing is this was a different goddamn future when that was going on where like you know ted cord and booster gold of the pre-flashpoint yeah they were pre-flashpoint continuity time travel and i'm like this did not lead to this so and and that's the weirdest thing they didn't even time travel they got unfrozen they dug them up they, they nothing in the time travel. No, for they reason. they just they they ended up finding them in some crust and and unfroze them and, and brought them back and they were like, hey, what's going on? It was the the classic blue and gold and it yeah. just and when you had the book that this was at the point especially while this ended this was at the quote unquote story over continuity though yeah. it started before that and. Basically, when we talked about it on the podcast even back, but way back, it was one of those that it was like, okay, this book is just a goofy, fun book. We don't have to worry about it. It's its own deal. Now you're throwing it in. But again, I'm not angry about any sort of continuity because it's just goofy. I just wonder why 
they didn't. This is so set up to be a very big, like, Terry, okay, she's out. She's back in her, and they don't do it. It's just odd to send Blue Beetle there and never really get much of anything. Well, it, even it the really, whole thing is that we get this whole deal where you you said you knew that freaking Lady Sticks was Terry Banks' yeah. mother because you, you know, you read but I, did, I would that. have never have known thinking, it you know, was. I was just jumping in and out of that series because I didn't care about it. So I didn't remember that that part of the story at all. So yeah. that was a revelation to me. But for anybody else reading Just the League 3000, 3001 stories, you'll know this already. The big revelation yeah. of this issue is that Lady is that Sticks she's is also Ladama. Yeah, that's but, the know, big that's deal. That's the only thing that this issue does. That's all it does. Jaime doesn't remember it, yeah. it doesn't mean that, anything. And, and isn't that weird that you go through all of this issue like you want to end up and give Chris Sabella – you know, a clean slate that he yeah, can go forward with. with this, and they don't. They really don't because Terry is back with them, with, back with Jaime. She remembers everything, so but she doesn't know exactly everything because she was just there and sent back. But she even says, "I don't. I guess they wiped Jaime's, you know, thing clean." It just. What the hell is going on? You don't, don't even know. see Ted. It just is a very odd. You see him for a second, you yeah, know, yeah. but just nothing. He to be there at the end. Well, what'd you guys do? Nothing, Ted. I got to go freaking out. I have a date with Naomi. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah. And through this thing, there's even well, – and again, it's hard to talk about this. If you didn't read Just League 3001 – it's just hard to even explain all the characters. It's like we said, there's and Supergirl, the Wonder Woman's are. there. And, and yeah, and there's some. Supergirl is actually Supergirl. This like is ice our and fire deal, are Supergirl. Ice and, fire. ice and fire, ice and fire. Wonder Woman, uh, unfortunately, though, is a cannibalized clone. And, yeah, and you, like Guy so, Gardner. Yeah, and Guy Gardner is as well. Guy Gardner was cloned into a woman's body. And yep. you had the – it was really good in the series where he started getting very feminine feelings and, and things like that, which drove would drive a Guy Gardner nuts. In and this, it, it seems My to be jumping between – yeah, this is almost like he's Two-Face. He's going yeah. back and forth, not really you know, spelled out. But even that, when you go and you see this woman, Guy Gardner, some people are not even going to get what's going on. Uh, but yeah, like I said, in the nitty gritty of it, you just have to know that Terry and Jaime, they got the cosmic treadmill that Terry made and they went into this future. And they used Jaime as its power source where they should, like, you know, just hit, hit this full of energy where we get the tachyon yeah. particles where they need to be, blah, blah, blah. He does, and it blows him and Terry to the future, leaving Tina behind. Yep. And yeah, Tina's behind, and you're going to end up with this big fight. Where you have Eclipso, which is actually Terry's twin brother, Terry. Terry! Yeah, who they were known as the Wonder Twins when yeah. this series, when that series started. But Jaime pretty much goes, you know, toe to toe with Wonder Woman through the most of it. And it's weird, too, because all she keeps saying is, You're a liar. You're all that. You have the lasso. Ends up going the lasso around him. It doesn't even make any difference. They don't even play around with anything with this. Really, nothing is going on in this whole thing no. that matters to anybody i read justice league 3000 and 3001 i loved justice league 3000 3001 and it had its up and downs it ended up as you can see where this goes it ends up being more of a female centric book which i thought was a pretty cool deal yeah. uh but it, it it just lost its way but Reading this, I'm not like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. It doesn't even tie that up, like I said. It's just odd. The whole thing's odd just to set up that Lady Sticks, who nobody reading this book probably even knows or cares about, it just sets her up as being, you know, 
the immortal, you know, bad woman, but I don't know. Is that oh, where we're well, going to well, go with? I, I, I honestly don't expect to ever see anything with that again. No. But the one thing I actually was more, like, you know, like concerned about while reading this issue was that I couldn't remember. Guy Gardner's ring, is it an actual Green Lantern ring or is it some technology just that mimics Green Lantern technology? Yeah, I think that it was just mimics the deal. I okay, because the it thing was is, where... I'm sitting there because the whole deal now that, you know, the scarab is magic. It's not a goddamn alien technology yeah. from the Reach. And because the back of the day it was, you know, if Jaime the scarab got around a Green Lantern, they're mortal enemies. It would freak the fuck out and try to kill yeah, it. So yeah, like, the, the problem and is. And I thought to myself, is this a goddamn Green Lantern or is it if actually you remember, a Green Lantern? Even at the point when the, it started out and Hal was in the book. Remember Minnie yeah. Hal? I remember that. I just didn't know if well, it was the same thing. And with if that you Hal remember guy. the way that was, the way they were mimicking that and cloning it, remember it was killing Hal. He was getting cancer right. from it. It was it was killing him off. So I, I do believe, if I remember right, it's not really pure Green Lantern. And even at points, you don't even see a ring on Gal Gardner. So okay. it's kind of like a uh, almost like the green, but it wasn't. It was more of a tech thing that they were going right. on because, yeah, it's I'm looking through. They're pretty consistent. Yeah, they're pretty consistent throughout for not giving a, a guy or gal a ring in most right, of the panels. That that's I what see. I was ma- mainly concerned with in this issue just because I want to know what's up with Jaime now that he's all magical and not freaking the yeah. beach scarab yeah. and stuff like that because I want to know more about the character and the whole like you know with the concept that they really gave us at the beginning of Rebirth, and we haven't been dealing with that. We fucking fought Arian, who wanted the power of the Scarab, and Doctor Fate showed up. It was like they had cool ideas. They yeah. never really fleshed them out a I bit. Just, I just, I just wonder. Like Three thousand and one. I wonder now if we can almost think that with this crazy ending to their run, that this would have been what would have continued in Justice League 3001, that they would have continued in the, you know, the future. That stuff, it probably would have gotten past this battle that we had, but that when they sent back, you know, Terry and Tina, that they would have recruited Jaime and brought him back to help into the future because, you know, you also had Ted Kord, uh, Blue Beetle, but it was, you know, the classic Ted Kord, Blue yeah. Beetle. I wonder if that was going to be, and this issue they kind of had the outline for already. It just seems so weird to go with this and not really go full out. I mean, go full out and have Terry yeah, and Tina I out. I can't say that this will be a part of it because, you know, Blue Beetle seems to be an afterthought in this entire goddamn well, that, what I'm saying is that's what I'm saying though. If it would have been in the regular Justice League 3001, he would have just been a side character. They they ended up at the end of that series ending up in our time, and maybe it was that they were going to just go and recruit somebody and bring him because this is a Blue Beetle book. You got to shove him in and go, and there you have it. Because it doesn't even it's not a heavy Blue Beetle issue. No. it's more of a Terry more of a Terry issue, and the Justice League 3001. It's just very odd. It didn't infuriate me as much as I thought it would. Uh, it's just it doesn't do enough. It, if it, it actually, doesn't do anything. Yeah, if it actually ended and we actually saw Lady Sticks get defeated by the Justice League 3001 and they had their deal and talked about things or whatever, I'd be like, okay, you know what? This you is for five people. One, I'm one of the five yeah. people that they just made happy. But they don't even do that. So it, it's very odd. Anything, It's a real hard issue to talk about, though, because without knowing a lot about Justice League 3001, nothing will make sense of it. I'm telling you, I just said her her twin brother, Terry, who is Eclipso, and is also, they were the Wonder Twins. Most people were like, who the fuck, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Because it just doesn't make sense. But anything 
anything else that you have to say about no, it? That, that's the entire thing. I gave it a four out of ten because you know the art's okay. It's a normal Scott Collins kind of deal. It seems like he tries to mimic Howard Porter yeah. a little bit here and there, but like. Even at this point, like, while I've enjoyed Scott Collins enough, like, you know, it's just that I'm, I'm tired of the style. I actually can't wait for a new creative team completely to come on and just make this book half decent because okay. I have not been enjoying what we've been getting. And this issue does, doesn't do anything for the story and doesn't do anything for the Just Like 3001 story. Nice. Nice, Eric. Yeah, I'm actually going to go because I'm – at least I know the characters. Uh, if people were listening, I'll t- and if they weren't, I'll tell you. Gal Gardner was one of my favorite characters I loved her of as well. all the New 52 and the DCYOU. It was a great so, callback to so the freaking see, Gal yeah, Gardner arc of exactly. uh, the Warrior comic. We uh, even got uh, we Gal even, we got in a fight with people on Twitter defending it at one point. Yeah. I mean, this is way back. This is That actually, I think, is pre-podcast. Uh, that was just the site. And we ended up fighting with people and stuff. And I, I really liked it. But seeing them made me smile a little. But then by the end, I was like, you know what? You didn't do enough. Like no, this you is ran where into the we had. That's why I mentioned Keith Giffen's endings in the beginning. He did the a book threshold. That again, the people who probably read it right now have a big smile on their face because yeah. it was a very very quirky title. Uh, but the people the, with smiles on their face probably uh, there's probably three. including you Eric but that ended with basically acting like it was a it was a tv show anyway but it was like a cancellation it was very you know meta and things like that and and stuff like that at the end you know they killed the main character Jediah Cole who freaking keeps killed him off for the series because oh we're canceled okay bam you're done and probably your favorite issue of the whole series. It was because the best it was issue just, of the entire It event. was so crazy. And the I only reason I was that. reading that series is because Blue Beetle, I think, showed up in issue number two, like yeah. continuing where he left off yeah, in Justice yeah. League International, like yeah. annual. Yep. And with that, when you tell me, oh, my God, it's a Justice League 3000, 3001 issue, I'm like, oh, here we go again. At least it'll be funny and we'll, we'll get some things. And it just didn't do that. No. So I'm going to go a little higher than you just because of the, the fact that I did know what was going on. And it made me kind of like, oh, man, I wish that, you know, they could have done more. But I can't go any higher than a, a six. I, I should really five, five. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. really can't go that high. If this was something where if people were actually saying to me, listen, I haven't read Blue Beetle. Should I, no. No, this no. is a zero. You wait till next month, and then hopefully that'll be a good jumping on point. Though, so. again, as a kind of rumor mill type deal, when Chris Sabella first got on the book, when he was announced to be going on to Blue Beetle, he did kind of hint on uh, Twitter that it was a very limited time. And then somebody said, like, oh, so you're just on there till the next writer. And then he wrote, no, no, I'm the no. last writer. So it does seem like this book will be canceled. The numbers show that, seems that like it probably February will be. might be the last issue. Yeah, February around there. But hopefully we get Chris Sabella comes on and gives it his fucking best shot. And we get five, six issues. I don't know what the what is the uh, number I think, that I think would it's be. Five issues, but, but yeah, I... maybe they'll go so that they can get six or whatever, whatever it may be for a trade. But hopefully he kicks ass and you get – because this is, again, I always say about this book, I want to love this book because it's one of your favorite characters. I and I love like, it too. Yeah, I like like when earlier on the podcast when we were talking about Nightwing New Order, you know, you you got excited because I was excited. I want yeah. somebody to, you know, get me fired up too and get all excited. But we're going to – we're done, Eric. I was going to say we're going to go off to the mail, but we're done. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Nightwing New Order number two. Yeah. 
that is mine as well. I thought that that Strong was very good. So far. Yes, it was. Now I got a delay again because I wasn't ready to start up this ending. <laughs> I kind of surprised myself. You dumb I'm, I'm loading up the app to talk about what we're going to do next week, Eric. This app is slower and I have than seven books Ooh. next week, and I am not looking forward to it. Yeah, it's funny. You have seven. Sunday. Yeah, you have seven. I thought that I had five, but then when I went to tell Hussein in the Slack chat what books I had, I could only think of four. So I might have a. I've had five, pretty much for three weeks in a row. Did you tell so him All Star Batman? I did, and that's okay. how we're going to start. Reason I thought you were uh, forgetting. Uh, that. You know what? That's the other thing. All Star Batman is coming out, so I, I did see it. So we're there with that. Remember, we thought that maybe it was going to be delayed. Yeah, because it had been delayed previously. Yes. So well, we thought there might be a, the, like, yeah. you know, a delay no, for the it, next it's one coming out. That. No, but it's coming out. So next week, actually, you son of a bitch. I, I put this week, Eric. Tell me, what was your oh book of the week again? God, you know it's Nightwing. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like, why? And I'm, I'm looking at the top of this. I'm like about to start talking. I'm like, why is Action Comics coming out again? <laughs> it's loaded up, Eric. I need that. Do, 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 do. All right, here we go. This is what we get next week. All-Star Batman number 14. That ends that series. A weird thing, I want, I tweeted it. I think that you retweeted it tonight. I did. He said number 15. It really well, threw me off. That, and did you also see what the, the way he described it? It's almost like he said, the final issue, the final uh, story of All-Star Batman number four in this format. Yeah, I it's know. It was very really odd. So weird. It seems like it might come back without backup yeah. at some point. That's why I ended up tweeting it, only because of that. And, you know, get people excited for yeah. it. But I was like, that's a really weird way to say that it's going to continue in some sort of way. Uh, you also have Bane Conquest number six, Eric. And this is where Bane, he, he goes up against one of your favorite villain organizations of all time, I Eric. Cobra and so that much. would be Cobra. We have Batman number 32, the end of the jokes and riddles. And we're not allowed to spoil anything, Eric, but I will tell people, and I don't think this is spoiling it. I think that this is a good way to spell out. You do, you will get an answer from Catwoman, from Selena. So don't, you know, there's some people already on, look, I better, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I'll give Tom credit. He does give you an answer. Uh, you have Batman, the Dawnbreaker number one, one of the metal shots. That's Sam Humphreys and Ethan Van Skyver that you pointed out that that's a pretty good combination of creative yeah. team because we've gotten these where I really like that for the most part we've gotten these uh, these issues where you had the creative team on the, you know, the character that's kind of melding with right. Batman. This one you combine Sam Humphreys from the Green Lantern's book and Ethan Van Skyver from the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern course. So I thought that was pretty cool. So you also get Batman the White Knight number one next week and that kind of snuck up on me. I'm doing that. It's Sean Murphy on art and writing and it's pretty much about a Batman that goes so insane and over the top, Eric, that the Joker becomes the Batman. What do you think of that? Cyborg number so seventeen. Crazy, the Joker becomes sane. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I and I said earlier, I think that this Nightwing deal, having that, you know, Elseworlds deal, these are the books that I need now. Because I know. boy, I don't think I've been more miserable uh, since my wedding night. 
Eric. Uh, Cyborg number 17. You have John Semper Jr. continuing that story. We have Deathstroke number 24. The Stroke Squad continues. We have Green Arrow number 32. That is a metal tie-in. That's the ne- I think Gotham that's the Resistance. finale of the Gotham Resistance. Sure so we're going to get that. Green Lantern's number 32. I believe that is a one-shot type of issue. Sam Humphrey's last issue. His last that issue at a one-shot house party fucking problem. House party. Harley Quinn number 29. Uh, and also, I will mention, this This is coming out. I don't know what's going to go on. Reggie only has Harley Quinn. Uh, but he's also doing Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, <laughs> number one. And I'll have to talk to him. He'll probably want to talk about that. But we'll see if that's going to be you know, a bonus deal or if we'll have it on the podcast. We have Justice League, number 30. Brian Hitch continues his legacy story. I like it. I like that story in general. Nightwing number 30. We have that going on, Eric. I, I don't know much about it. I don't, I don't even know remember. anything about it because the yeah, time I guess was the last issue. That's, that's why I don't remember. I'm thinking like, wait a minute. What was going on with Mr. Freeze? And then the last one, Superman number 32. We'll have that. So that is it, Eric. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for dealing with my therapy session of this podcast, of me getting all of my gripes and freaking ridiculous things out. It was just... mostly during Reggie's section. Yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. Hellblazer, that, that freaking threw me off. That Commandi deal, I, I don't know. I just, I, I had problems this week. I, I'm insane, Eric. I get upset sometimes, and I'm not going to fake the funk. But yeah, if you guys want to go over, you can go over to our Patreon account and support us at patreon.com slash weirdscience. And this week, I did want to mention this week, I think I probably mentioned at the beginning as well, but uh, yeah, we didn't have a spotlight this week. Uh, only because we just didn't. We're going to get back to having a yeah. regular spotlight each week. I We just ended up recording three books in a row, and I didn't want to edit them apart, and I was all miserable and all this sort of thing. But it does look like the next week, this Dawnbreaker, it seems like the badasses of the Get First Group, the poop, they're taking nights. those one-shots. They, they're claiming them as their own. It looks like that's going to be it as well. Also, uh, this week on Patreon, we're going to have me and Brandon continue our Far Out Sports nuts i'm gonna have the episode by the time you listen to this the episode of jim has issues with his wife is going to be up eric uh, mainly because of right now i am not talking to my kids uh me and my kids are at a standoff and nobody's talking to each other and it's hard to have a podcast where you aren't talking to people eric so i so believe all i gotta do is stop talking to you for us to have yeah. a week off of this? how can we do that yeah so yeah. no then i'll get then i'll get time you to do it I could be doing and this basically this this episode's gonna just be These me yelling about the, the kids i'm just gonna be yelling at the kids then yeah. uh but yeah that's about it anything else you want to say eric no i got nothing here so right. everybody have a great week keep it weird and we'll see you in seven
fuck is up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of This Week this in week Superman, in Superman history. history. Yes, I am your host, Lord Andy of the Land of Cleve, and I welcome all and everyone to another majestic, wonderful, magic fucking episode of another week reviewing Superman of the past of this month in time. So yeah, this is October 1975, and we're looking at issue number 292 that was selected through an electoral process of Slack Chat by the Get Fresh crew, even though I put out a way better issue as another option, but you guys just picked this one, so thanks a lot. But uh, this is the Luther Nobody Knows. And um, this is like 1975. We have actually the same two artists that I reviewed in the first episode I put out. Uh, that is uh, Kurt Swan and Bob Oxner. This is written by Elliot S. Exclamation Point Magin. So I guess it's Elliot S. Magin or Magin, whatever. And uh, of course, the legendary editor, Julius Schwartz. All right, on this week's issue, uh, the cover art is pretty cool. It's an all-yellow background, the uh, scripted three-dimensional Superman that we all love um, going over the top. And uh, then we have Lex Luthor in one panel. He looks like all his hair is falling out. He looks a little younger, but he's wearing his, you know, his infamous purple shirt, and purple, pant- or purple shirt and green pants. And he's saying, Somebody I'll kill you for what you've done to me, Superboy. And then uh, now he's shooting Superman with a ray gun, and he's in his uh, traditional Lex Luthor green pants, purple boots, and purple shirt, and he's got some canisters and purple uh, green gloves. And he's saying, And this is the day, Superman! What causes a boy genius to become the world's greatest villain? Find out when you meet the Lex Luthor nobody knows. And I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? All right, well, we open up on page one, and uh, in the dialogue box it says... It is a nightmare vision of a catastrophe at Metropolis International Airport that floods the eyes of Superman. The aftermath of yet another in a long, painful line of titanic battles between the Man of Steel and the Luther Nobody Knows. And it says, uh, now we got Superman. He looks like he's flying above the uh, airport, and he's kind of like putting back everything because the airport is just trash. It looks like Baghdad. It's just it's pretty fucked up. And... Uh, and he's flying down. He's putting like the control tower back on the tower. I'm sure it would just work just fine just doing it like that, of course. And uh, someone way down on the ground is going, that control tower was a mess before you repaired it, Superman. I hope you can make the rest of the airport look as new. Is the globe in the right position, Mr. Hales? Uh, just rotated a few degrees clockwise, Superman. A bit more right. That's perfect. You don't look too happy about that. I don't see why I should be. It really breaks my heart to see this old airport where I've spent my life from errand boy to chief of operations turned into shambles. Luther did quite a job on the place, but we'll have it good as new soon when I smooth out the sidewalk. And now he's he's just like rubbing his hands really hard and fast across the sidewalk and just magically smoothing it down, kind of like putty. Yes, I love this airport, and now I can see how much you hate Luther's kind. And I was, The whole place is a wreck, and he's worried about the sidewalk. But anyways... Yes, maybe you can, but I doubt it, Superman thinks to himself. Hate isn't even the right word. More like resignation, but how could anyone know? I live with the constant worry that Luther will be set loose on the world like yesterday in the galaxy-building cafeteria with Roy Raymond. And I think it's Roy Raymond and Clark are at the uh, Galaxy Cafe, and... um. All the chicken and salad and bacon on whole wheat bread with lots of mayonnaise. 
Yuck, you've got a steel stomach, Mr. Kent. That sounds good to me, Clark. Make it too. Hey, Roy, look what hotshot executive honors us with his presence. Since when does the editor with a huge expense account eat cheap lunches? Have a seat, Mr. White. Can't stay, Raymond Clark. Lex Sleuther's broken out of jail again, and I've got to hurry back to the Daily Planet. News could break in any second. Luther on the loose, that calls for a hurry-up job by Superman. So is a well-placed burst of heat vision. And so Superman is using his heat vision to basically burn the innards of uh, his co-worker. Uh, and, he's, and he's going, oh, oh, we got to be careful not to order this chicken salad. It just gave me a bit of an indigestion pain. Yeah, I'd say so when Superman uses his powers of the sun to... Burn your chest and stomach on the inside. So that probably did some permanent damage. But and now Clark goes, oh, my stomach, I gotta get out of here. Clark, you had the same sandwich I did, but I only felt a little twinge. It's gone now. Oh, don't mind, Clark. You said the salad was bad, so Clark assumes his weak stomach is acting up. It'll pass. And Clark is just kind of smirking as he rips off his shirt in the next room to reveal the Superman on his way. My instinct was on target, for Luther's sense of dramatic was already in evidence. He struck the moment he knew the public had found out about his escape at the airport. Well, I guess the airport would make sense. I don't, I don't know. And now we're in the side of a cockpit of a 757, and the one pilot's going, Howie, what's that flying object? It's moving funny, making quick turns. Just another flying saucer. Forget it. Everyone knows they're up here, and it's less trouble if you ignore them. Hey, that's no UFO, Howie. That's Luther. And Luther starts shooting this weird... <laughs> ray gun at the plane and he goes what's happening we're going down so fast don't you see we're crashing we're all going to to no one in there is going to do anything but sit tight superman thinks to himself till i set this bird down safely now in the control tower we see mr hales on the microphone he goes at superman's orders proceed with emergency evacuation of the entire airfield no landings those more than three minutes from the perimeter move on to underground shelters not a word needed to be spoken between us I knew Luther's intention was to destroy me, while mine was to capture him. So now he's flying up, and Luther's hitting with like that weird ray gun again. And Superman's like, ah! He starts flying all over the place, like, oh, this is crazy, I can't control myself. The device Luther used to set the plane spinning worked in a much heavier dose to upset my center of gravity. And now Superman just crashes to the ground. Bask in cheap glory, hero, Luther says as he stands over Superman. Now that I've given you the muscular coordination of an elephant in an ant colony, and Superman's flying against his own will, and he's crashing through all the buildings of the airport. He's just shooting straight through like a missile and just destroying everything. And now he's laying down at the end of the was a long pile of rubble. This is terrible. Luther's developed a way to make my muscles react crazily. I can't control my actions. I don't dare use any of my superpowers if I don't know which way I'll hold it. There's one thing that might work. My muscles wouldn't respond correctly, but they did respond. So by trying to vibrate, I made my body gyrate wildly, which in turn caused the airport itself to quake. And then a bunch of rubbles falling down and one single rock hits Lex Luthor in the back of the head just perfectly. Superman, you can't stop me from going at the... And now he's knocked out. The blast Luthor hit me with wore off a few minutes later, before my arch enemy woke up. I couldn't help thinking... He's fought me so often and never beaten me. Sometimes I wonder if he breaks out of jail just so he can destroy something, anything. 
So now, Luther is back in prison, and he's flying around. He's trying to put the airport back together as quickly and fast as he can, <laughs> flying around. But the terrible destruction that accompanies his escapes remains after him. The terminal's really good as new, Superman. So I guess things aren't as bad as they seemed. Nothing's quite that bad, Mr. Hales. Guess if there's a Luther in the world to make things miserable, there's got to be a Superman to set them straight. But tell me, was Luther always evil? Was hate all he ever had? And then Superman kind of puts his hand to his chin and thinks to himself, Lex used to have lots going for him, including my friendship. But that was long ago when we were both very young in Smallville. And now we kind of fade to the past. And we've got Lex and uh, Clark Kent at the front of the class and looks, looks like science class at Smallville High. And the teacher is saying, Since Clark Kent and Lex Luthor were the only students to explain it correctly on our last exam, they will now demonstrate the process of oxidation reduction to the class. Already as Clark, I was pretending to be nervous and timid to cover the fact that I was Superboy. I won't supervise at all, and we'll see what you boys can do. Lex, I'm not sure I remember what chemicals to use. Leave it to me, Clark. Just do as I say. Hand me the glycerin and the sulfuric acid. Huh? Those aren't used in this experiment. I wonder what Lex is up to. A touch of phenol red for effect and a pinch of mercuric oxide. And if you'll hand me that Bunsen burner, Clark. I had caught on to what the rascal was trying to pull. He was no angel, even as a teenager. But there neither was I, so I played along. As young scientific genius gave the class its best scare in a long time. Yipes! And this big giant cloud lizard thing it starts coming out of the Bunsen burner. What is that? Good gosh, Lex, what have you done? Yow! All right, Lex, we've had our playtime. Want to proceed with the real experiment now? Sure, just a little fun. But it wasn't long before people weren't laughing with Lex Luthor anymore. And now I've got Superboy uh, flying over Smallville, and it looks like he's heading towards Lex's laboratory because he says, Luther has always been a temperamental genius, almost an artist, even before that fateful day when... Lex sounded really excited when he invited me to his new laboratory to see what if... Whoa, great sons! And he looks down, and there's Lex, and he's just, like, partying with, like, all the different chemicals. He's, he's creating another weird lizardy monster, and it's foaming out of a big pot. I've done it! First, I created living protoplasm, and using it, I've devised an antidote to kryptonite poisoning. With this, Superboy, nay, never again fear... Oh, that flask I accidentally hit started a fire. My creation will, will, I've got to get it out of here. The door is blocked. And then Superboy's rushing through the window and he goes, I'll save Lex with my super breath. <laughs> no, the protoplasm. Don't let it be destroyed. And when the super breath hit him, all the chemicals kind of blew right into Lex's face and uh, all over him everywhere. And, and now his hair is just literally falling out. Lex, you all right? What's wrong with your hair? his experiment was destroyed. He not only blamed that on my blundering, but you, you idiot, you made my hair fall out. I'll do everything in my power to destroy you, Superboy. I'll see you when you calm down. You don't know what you're saying right now. But Lex Luthor never did calm down. All over the next few months, and now we have like a, a, a montage of all these crazy things that Lex is doing. And one of them, the first one, is like this giant big uh, satellite dish thingy that's shining... Uh, I guess heat rays down in this on the on this town because they go that this terrible heat in February is that Luther boy weather tower smothering us and then we got another panel and Superman's getting hit in the back of the head by these big green monster looking things Luther's found a way to animate these chunks of kryptonite form them into men and then in the next panel we've got the Luthers are kicking out Luther 
Yeah, they're okay. The Luthers are kicking out Lex. That is that the way to say it? You've brought shame to our family. You are no longer my son. Get out! The next panel. You're under arrest, Lex. You're going to be straightened out at last, says Superboy as he crashes through a cave wall and Lex is doing some experiments. Maybe he's making meth. I don't know. Maybe that's why he's going to jail. I tried to talk to him at detention home where the judge sent him, but Lex Luthor makes believe I don't exist, Warden. How can he have developed such hate? He doesn't even associate with the other inmates. It's a shame, really, says uh, the Warden, when you think it's actually probably a good thing that he's not associating with all the other inmates. For a long time, I've kept alive the hope that my boyhood friend would regain his senses until one day. What's the trouble, Chief Parker? That Luther boy is getting too big for his britches. I've just got off the phone with the Atomic Energy Commission, and somebody who claims to be Lex Luthor is causing trouble at the big testing range in Arizona. And now Superboy's flying over to Arizona. Those were the days before the test ban treaty, and the United States used to set off H-bombs almost as readily as lighting a match. Hmm, but no one else was allowed to do that. Funny. Superboy, don't come any closer. Luther's voice from that army helicopter. Because I've flown a stolen nuclear bomb close enough to the city to take a million people to blazes with me if you set it off by coming near the copter. I figured he was faking. I got careless. I did that a lot when I was a kid. With my super speed, I'll... That sound, it's bomb exploding automatically at my approach. Got to get Luther out. Shield him with my cape. <laughs> it's like a really small explosion for an H-bomb, but it just blew up the helicopter and everything else seems to be okay. Now Superboy lands with Luther in his arms, wrapped up in his cape. Now to keep the shockwave from reaching the nearby city. I'd never yet tangled with the most fearsome force humankind has ever unleashed. Uh, now it looks like a bigger explosion as there's a big mushroom cloud in the, in the horizon and people in the city are freaking out. And I don't know whether I could survive it, but I never thought about that. The, the bomb, someone says. I knew the feds would make a mistake testing so close to town. Run for shelter. We've got minutes before the shockwave gets here. I had another idea to block the shockwave from the city with a countershock as strong, a high-pitched super yell that barely canceled the force. Yeah! Having survived that, I quickly whipped a funnel-shaped vacuum through the air above the blast to draw the fallout bomb debris into space. All that in time to find Luther just unwrapping himself from my cape. Get your hand off me, Superboy. You're probably radioactive. All you can do to me is fling me back into prison, but someday I'll kill you. You can count on it! Alex had been my friend, and I couldn't bear to see what happened to him. I almost went too far trying to help him. Just tell me you'll reform, Lex, and I'll get them to go easy on you. Plead temporary insanity. Blow it, sap! <laughs> Everyone who's ever claimed to be my friend has deserted me. You, the Kents, my parents, the teachers. So don't give me any baloney about being on my side, hero. Put me in a detention home where my only friend is myself. And I'll follow you until your filthy carcass mingles with the dirt. Put me away now, but I'll be back. I'll be back! I felt some of his terrible loneliness in that moment. And I guess I've felt the same ever since. I'll be back. I'll be back. Superman, I didn't ask you that. Y you alright, Superman? I said, is hate all Luther ever had? No, 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 it's not. But it's the only thing on Earth he's got left. It's a shame people can't be rebuilt as easily as airports can. Come on, Mr. Hales. There's work to be done. The end. The end. The end. The end. Okie dokie, then. Well, you get what you vote for, everybody. And that was issue 292 of Superman, the first series of October 1975. Wow. So we 
could have seen a lot more with the Lex Luthor pass, but the story was just kind of all over the place. And um, Superman narrating in past tense, but then us reading the story in present tense didn't help anything. Um, the art was okay. Like I said, the story was just kind of all over the place. Um, the most likable character is probably Lex, and I didn't enjoy him telling Superman to go blow it. Uh, and I don't know. I, I just got to go with like a 5.2 here. Uh, it was it was not that good of an issue. Um, and But, uh, you know, I had fun. And I hope you guys all had fun. And I do want to make another quick shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Thank you so much for your input. And uh, I'd love to. Uh, I will plan to put the next issue up for uh, vote as well. So you guys can just keep picking the terrible ones. That's fine with me. I'm having fun regardless. Uh, shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Shout out to uh, the Weird Science DC Podcast and, of course, Cosmic Treadmill as well. Uh, thank you all for the support so far. I hope you enjoyed Episode 4. Can't wait to see you guys in a couple weeks. And until then, I wish all of you truth, truth justice, justice, and the American way.